Did you tell them where you tell them you're coming to Dallas? Yeah, well, at least they already know. <laughs> I thought we'd hear a cheer or something. That was gross. The 2020 NFL Draft continues on DallasCowboys.com and 105.3 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broadus, and Dave Hellman, Kyle Yeomans. It's 105.3 The Fan and our friends at DallasCowboys.com. All back together again for a glorious seven hours of broadcasting for the NFL Draft, which will start in 18 minutes and 19 seconds, 18 seconds, 17 seconds, 16 seconds. I'm going to count it down all the way until we get there for the next 38 minutes. Hey, Dave. Don't do that. Hey, Hey, Jeff. Hi. Hey, Hey, man. How's it going? It's good to see you guys. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, I feel like I just saw you. It wasn't long ago, Dave, and I wish you would do something with that hair, if we're being honest. I, well, we're, we're quarantined, man. I don't know what you want me to do. Kyle's got it, Kyle's got it looking good. Well, Kyle's, got nice. the, Kyle's got the Bieber comb-over thing yeah, going. Yeah, it's terrible. My, it's awful. My sort of, I don't know, whatever this like fake bad faux hawk situation, it doesn't really cooperate when it gets too long. Well, I promised the people we would hear from Stephen Jones from last night on their picks in uh, rounds two and three. Trayvon Diggs, the Alabama corner. Neville Gallimore, the Oklahoma defensive tackle. Let's hear from Stephen Jones on these two picks. You know, if you do stay patient and you do stay true to your board, uh, I do think things uh, work out for you. And, of course, we were just very fortunate uh, obviously Diggs was a guy that, uh, we really liked a lot. Uh, you know, had him in for the interviews and, you know, was a cornerback that we really thought could be a difference maker for us in terms of, uh, you know, coming in and competing and, you know, helping us with the loss of Byron Jones. And then, of course, to, you know, get a talent, uh, from Oklahoma like Gallimore, uh, you know, that was, you know, certainly a huge, huge win for us in terms of him being there. Uh, in the third round. So yes, I just think if you, you know, if you're patient, you, you stay true to it and you believe in it, uh, and you have good players, uh, that are sitting there, uh, and, and you're willing to wait on it to come to you, then good things will happen. I wonder if they should think about a head coaching change every year where they can just trust the board, let the guys fall into their lap and then say, Hey, let's just pick the best guy. Cause it sounds like they did that at least two times and maybe three times where they literally picked the top player on their board. How close do you think that was to true, Dave, that they were just like, oh, look, the top guy. <laughs> At least twice, right? I will, I'm, I feel very confident twice. But honestly, I am willing to give them the benefit of the doubt even for the third time because, you know, and again, you're not always, you know, you, you do the work, you watch all this tape, you're not always going to agree. I mean, just the five of us have a lot of difference of opinion. Um, we know that they've never really valued safety as much as other people do. So, you know, the Terrell Burgess thing that we were on last night was probably always a bit of a pipe dream. And just from talking to people in the organization since the pick was made, they're really, really excited about Neville Gallimore. And so I don't have a, the slightest problem believing that, that they thought he was the best possible guy available, um, regardless of what we think. So is, day, is uh, day three, can we start taking the hurt guys, Kyle? I had brought us, you know, Dave knows what happens after uh, after a round ends. 
Yeah. Broadus gets on the phone and then he comes in the next day and he goes, all right, Keem Davis Gaither, let me tell you what's going on. You got the foot, you got a hole in the knee, bone on bone, a lot of problems there, a lot of medical problems. Is it day three? Is it time to start firing at the hurt guys? Yeah, why not? Let's go fourth round, fifth round, sixth round. Let's go get some of those guys that maybe fell a little bit. I, I'm Broadus, I don't know if you had a chance to, to find out what was going on with Curtis Weaver too, because that's another name that kind of fell that I wasn't necessarily uh, it, I wasn't expecting to fall at least this far. I didn't think he would make it to round four. Yeah, it, it sounded like more. There's nothing wrong with the guy medically, mm-hmm. and they but they were just. We've talked about a little bit of a bad body guy. He's a bad body That's guy, fair. And, and where you know, and really, where are you going to play him? Is he a stand up guy? Is he a down guy? Those kinds of things. I, 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 I him. Burgess was another guy asked about. There's mm-hmm. Burgess is a clean player. Nothing wrong, no character, no football problems, you know, nothing off the field. So yeah, that was just a that was just a decision that some teams made. You know, he went late, I believe, in the supplemental supplemental part of not the supplemental, mm-hmm. the compensatory part of the draft. But yeah, it, it, those were a couple of guys. I'm always leery of those guys on my border. I always worry about those guys when they don't get picked. And with Davis Gaither, you know, with the knee, I mean, that was that that's that's hard news right there. Do you but think maybe the other guys are fine? Excuse me. Sorry, Brian. No, no problem. I, I, I was just asking. Do you think maybe the reason we thought Burgess was on the board longer than he really needed to be was just because we were anticipating him being at eighty-two, and then he stuck around after eighty-two for a little bit? Because I felt like we kind of had that name tabbed from an early standpoint, even though that was really kind of the area of the draft he was going to go in regardless. Yeah, when their other safety went before him. That's fair. I was like, wait a minute, wait a second here. What are we doing? Remind me. Sorry, Jeff. Oh, no, you don't need to remind me. I've got my chart right here. So Tanner Muse went ahead of Terrell Burgess. Yes, he did. Yes. Probably a career special teamer. And, and, you know, that's great. But in the third round, uh, not only in the third round, but pick 100. So a top 100 pick. Uh, for a, you know, and that's, hey, I really admire guys who make their living in the NFL on special teams, but I don't know about a top 100. Well, that's, that's a Rich Passaccia special right there. And that's Mike Mayock knowing the program. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to take a guy, but that's, 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 if you, if, you know, if you're already drafting third round special teams players, you know, that's, that's a lot of, that shows you coach, that's a coach pick right there. And that's, I think it's a little early for well, coach that, pick in the third round. I was going to say, get, get the coach out of the room then. Well, that's Rich. You know, Rich. No, Rich I know. Rich is going to stand there and, and he's in the doorway, right? He Even had, though everybody's sequestered, he's probably standing in Gruden's front yard. You know? He had about, <laughs> he's got the little yeah, megaphone. He's like, he's like, he's yelling at him like, John! John! Hey! So the other side of the window. Yeah. He, tap, 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 tap. He'll yeah. play all four yeah. special teams, yeah. John. John's wife. Cindy's going, hey, there's Rich is standing in our yard right now. Oh, tell him to go away. <laughs> We've ignored him, so he started taking things off. Yeah. He's now shirtless. Yeah. He said he's, he's, got a, gonna... he's got a pup tent set up out front. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, what were you saying? No, I, no, I'm here for the banter. I love it. No, I, I mean, shoot, I just got top 100 pick. I don't know. I mean, I can't help but think Rich Passaccia and special teams, Dwayne Harris, six-round pick. That's where you get those guys. Yeah. That's where you get those guys, not top 100. So I've seen out of all the fan bases, people, you know, people always want to know who's having the best draft, who's having the worst draft. And the real answer is ask me in three years. But in terms of ranking the players and picking them as they come along, I think the Cowboys have a case for a team that's having one of the best drafts right now. And one team that I know's fan base does not feel that way. And I do thoroughly enjoy when this happens. Watching Philadelphia Eagle fans freak out has been a lot of fun. They are so mad about the Jalen Hurts pick. 
And even so, the Philadelphia Eagles have made three picks so far. Jalen Rager in the first, nothing wrong with that, TCU wide receiver. Jalen Hurts in the second, backup quarterback for Carson Wentz. And in the third, Davion Taylor, who I really like, but he's a developmental linebacker prospect. So they took two backups and Jalen Rager, and the Philly fans are angry. Fair to say that they're not having the best day or the best uh, couple of days, according to you, Brian? Yeah, it's you know I was on... uh... Mike Lombardi's got a show on, uh, like the Vegas line show this morning. And I was on it and he was asking me about Jalen Hurts. He goes, what do you really think about? I said, Hey, we were doing our show. We were talking about him being drafted in the second round. And he's like, really? You know, he was like, really? I'm like, well, and I use your line, Jeff. I said, okay, Carson Wentz is going to play 13 games this year. You better have a backup or 11. Yeah. Or 11. Yeah. He's going to play, you know, he's not going to play all the games for you. So, but Mike's like, yeah, that makes sense to the team. I, I think that sometimes with Howie, they got, they, they, this is when you talk about having the, the draft start off and maybe that, that chance that CeeDee Lamb was going to get to him. And then, you know, for, for so many years, the draft has smiled on them. They got bad momentum. Yeah. They got mm-hmm. bad momentum. And then all of a sudden it carried them into a different direction. We're like, well, we got to grab Jalen Hurts right now, don't we? You know, and you're like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's grab him. But yeah, I, I, you know, I, I kind of thought Jalen Hurts was a third round player. But we knew deep down in our heart that somebody was going to take him in the second. And Philadelphia obviously thought that was the case because, or needed to do that because of their quarterback situation with his health. I have, and I have a few thoughts. I mean, if I'm an Eagles fan, I totally understand their frustration. I mean, the thing that hamstrung the Eagles all last year was Wentz, his lack of skill players. I mean, he was, he basically had tight ends by the end of the season. Um, but yeah, Brian, to your point, the guy doesn't finish seasons. Uh, oh, that's Jeff. That's not me. I stole that well, from my radio. But that's buddy. everybody's point. Yeah. Carson I mean, Wentz no, gets hurt. Yeah, the good ones, the that good was ones in, steal. That was the, the yeah. reasoning in the room. Yeah, the and good, good ones steal. If there, are, like, if I had to make a short list of GMs who have earned the benefit of the doubt, Howie Roseman is definitely on it, right? I agree. So, yeah. I get why they're mad. The Eagles need skill help, but I mean, they got they got a receiver in the first round and. I would be frustrated, but I would say, well, you know what? Howie has been a wizard for the last five or six years, and he helped us win a Super Bowl, so maybe I'll just chill the hell out for a little bit. But then you wouldn't live in Philadelphia if that yeah, were your that's outlook. A, that's you a would, good point. You would be in the wrong part not, of the country. Not a bad city. I lived there one year of my no, life. Not, not bad. a bad Not not. I hey, love Tommy, you see the stupid pick, Howie, man? Oh, no. Hey, that's trust me. I did see it, those, I no, no, those guys do yell at you. They yell at you. From the street, they're yelling at you. Yeah. You know? I yeah. love Philly as a city. The fan base needs to take a few chill pills. Dave, the guy's a bum. We got to fire Howie. If we don't move on from Howie today, what are we doing? Have you ever been to Philadelphia? It yeah. seems like Jersey. Army, well, I don't Army know Navy the difference. Game. Listen, no, but Army I have. Navy yeah, game, I went right? to the Army Navy game in Philly, and I wore my Dez jersey because I just wanted to see because I'd Bold. heard I would get beat up. Bold. So we were downtown, and I'm at a crosswalk, getting ready to cross the street, and a guy walks up, and he was like, "Hey," I was like, "Hey," and he was like, "What's up with the cowboy jersey?" And I was like, "Trolling," and he was like, "Oh, okay." He was like, "Without well, work downtown," he was like, "But don't go to the south side." He's like, are you, what are you trying to do? And I was like, see if people cuss at me so I can record it. And he was like, yeah, don't go to the south side. You'll get beat up. So, uh, I didn't. Yeah. So, stay with the south side. I stayed safe. 
Other uh, around the NFC East picks so far, the Washington Redskins, Chase Young at number two overall. And in the third round, Antonio Gibson, the Memphis wide receiver slash running back, who if you know where he's going to play, I guess you don't have to know where he's going to play. Just figure out how to get him the ball. Evaluating what Washington's done so far. It's just two guys with one, two, three, four, five more picks to go for Washington. If you're a Washington fan, how are you feeling right now, Dave? Uh, I'm feeling pumped. I got a generational pass rusher. I have the most terrifying pass rush in the NFL. Um, you know, they got a lot of other stuff they got to figure out. I mean, they spent two months trying to convince everybody they didn't like their quarterback. So that's interesting. But I mean, they just drafted Dwayne Haskins and I know he was, he didn't light the world on fire last year, but I'm still holding out hope that he can be something and. I, I I would feel good if I was a Washington fan. Well, and I don't think you needed to take a quarterback to f- add to that fire anyways, because isn't Alex Smith still on the roster even though he's been hurt? I mean, you yeah. have guys in that. Is his leg falling off? Or no, no? Like, he's like really a different know. level of hurt. Yeah, like, that's, it's different. You know. But even then, you've still got a quarterback issue with whether or not you wanted to stick with Dwayne Haskins. It would just add to that fire. I kind of liked their pick at 66, a little sneaky one of Anto- Antonio Gibson, that Memphis Running back slash wide receiver kind of gives you some extra Tony Pollard options out of the backfield. At least that was just kind of the the thought I had was uh, Antonio Gibson's really close to to what Tony Pollard was coming out. Now, they're a little bit different in terms of the size and the speed, but I I think overall Gibson would add to that offense and give them some more options than they normally wouldn't have going into 2020. Very similar but different. Pollard is kind of your little balance and quick and shifty, and Gibson is kind of like, man, I got a lot of weight in these thighs Mm -hmm. and my butt. If you want to try to tackle me, good luck to you. But they can both catch the ball out of the backfield, and they can both be a receiving threat if they really needed to be. For sure. And finally, the New York Giants. They have so far in this draft uh, taken Andrew Thomas there in the first to play uh, offensive tackle for them out of Georgia. Xavier McKinney in the second round. Stolen. From a guy that we thought maybe the Cowboys would have liked. And then Matt Pert, the offensive tackle out of UConn there in the third round for the New York Giants. Brian, if you're a New York Giant yeah. fan, how you feel? You're hanging out the window going, hey, Tommy, what's <laughs> up with Gettleman? That's a little more accurate. Yeah, you know, Gettleman and in, in, in doing the draft in the mask. You know, have you seen that? Well, I heard I mean, he, he has a he's recovering from a serious condition, and that's why he's doing it. So I, I think you're about to poke fun, and you I'm might not, want to watch. No, your no, step, no, right? no. I, I I applaud him for taking it to that level. I didn't know he was on the injured list, but sitting in his room and he's got his mask on, he's drafting. Good for him. You know, nice uh, save, Brian. Figuring it out. Yeah, that was a good save. Je- we can do this yeah, though. Yeah, Jeff's got his mask on right now, doing his trip. But I'll tell you what, the thing with the the tackle from Connecticut. I like the first two picks. I really do like the first two picks. Thought it might have been a reach there at the third one. I thought it might be a reach. Yeah, uh, you know, here's you know, you're you're looking that that to me is like a a day three guy. You know that that's a that's a guy that you know, when you watch him play against the bad competition, he was good. And then you watch the he he goes up and you know and, and class a little bit you know, against some of the other teams that the Connecticut was playing, and he just wasn't as good. And that's that's an issue for me. I, I just I, I didn't see enough to say, this is my guy. This would be my guy that could, I feel like the, he could really, really develop. I just didn't see it. All right, we got, he, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you think he was the best right tackle on the board at that point, though? Because I don't think so. I think there were a couple other guys that could have been there. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I, I had him way, way down the list mm-hmm. for me. All right, we got one more segment before we start taking picks here. So we're getting you ready for the 2020 NFL Draft. Day three. Brian, what day is that? What's day three? Day, a, wait, Dave, what day is that? Would Brian say? 
that's the day of the scouts, Jeff. Is that accurate? Yeah, but you have a better one. What's it's the day that the dynasties are made? Oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday was the day that Super Bowls are won. Today is the day that dynasties are born, found, made. Uh, it was chills up until the end. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I got to figure you out how to end it. it. It's okay. I cool. think catchphrases are important, and we've got to figure one out, and then we'll get you set up for the draft next here on the Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Are we on DallasCowboys.com? Okay, so we are on DallasCowboys.com. I believe we are. I'm okay, like, there we go. I didn't yeah. know if that was the case. But, yeah, we're going to continue uh, uh, talking through as we get ready for day three. Uh, a little miscommunication, but that's what okay. Up? Oh, welcome to the draft. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah it's great. Welcome uh, to day three. This is how it goes yeah. all the way through. <laughs> get to 5 o'clock here doing this. get it started. And, of course, Dane Brugler will join us here coming up in just a little bit as well once he gets connected and, and ready to go from Ohio. But – Day three, and I think it's really encouraging the way that the board is kind of set up for the Cowboys. If we want to kind of relate it back to them just for a split second before we start getting into the first parts of this round. But you've got that fourth-round pick. You've got two fifth-round picks. Then you take a little bit of time off. You don't have one in the sixth at the moment. And then you cap one off with one in the seventh. Now, at least the way that we're sitting at right now, and you're looking at the board, and there's names there. Curtis Weaver, Prince Tega, Hunter Bryant, Harrison Bryant, Natani Muti from Fresno State. I mean, Bradley Inay, Ben Barch, Eno Benjamin, and maybe not Eno Benjamin for the Cowboys, but there are some talented names that are still on the board, and even in some positions of need. Anybody want to go through their list of who they would like the target to be for the Cowboys here in round four? Well, uh... Because I don't actually get in trouble if the pick doesn't work out, I'll just be like, hey, man, people have microfracture surgery all the time, if that's what Akeem Davis-Gaither needs, because Brian told us that he's got a foot that's going to be okay, but then a knee that's got a, I believe, Brian, you said a hole in it? Yeah, they got a hole in it. He's got he's got bone on bone is what he's got mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So I've had that, and I got to have microfracture surgery to try to fix that done three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. You know, when you've got a guy that I had as a top of the second round kind of talent that could develop into a really, really good player, I, it's, is the fourth round too early to take a risk? Yes. Maybe. Jeff, okay. I've seen the, I've seen the way you move, man. Well, no, but I didn't rehab right. Uh, okay. Well, he would rehab. I've seen him play. He tries hard. I didn't I, try hard. It's too early. It's too early for me to take a risk. Like I am, I'm reminded of my guy, Jay Ajayi, who had bone on bone and, Broke my heart when he kept slipping through the draft boards. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are you interested at all in a tight end on this team? Um, at this point, sure. Like now that now that we're into day three and you're really just sort of hoping for the best, yeah, I'm down. Harrison Bryant, Hunter Bryant. I am. I'm a Hunter Bryant fan. I really yeah. like his game. Um, you know, I for so many years we wrote off these big slot type of tight ends because of Jason Garrett and and their philosophy. But I don't know, maybe Mike McCarthy would dig a guy like that. I mean, he's he's not going to be very useful as a traditional tight end, but interesting downfield well, option. I think he's a, he's a willing blocker. I don't think he's a great blocker, but I I really enjoyed watching him. Talking to scouts about I asked about tight ends. They said if you want the traditional inline Y that Pinkney. From Vanderbilt's your guy. He's the traditional mm. blocker, point of attack, can do some things, maybe make some plays down the field. They, they say, a couple guys are saying about Albert O at Missouri, they're like, he didn't like to sweat. 
he's so smooth and all that and all that. But, <laughs> but they're saying that, that, that it's too it's too easy for him. But they saying if you want a, a nasty point of attack blocking tight end, Pinkney from Vanderbilt's your guy. Well, I, yeah, and I think on day three, it's not even so much like. Do you want a blocking tight end? Do you want a, like, I just want the very best player or the very best traits I can find that might turn out to be a good pick. And so I think we're just looking at the very, very top of the board and being like, okay, who are our best players available? And even if it's not the best player available, where's the freak athlete? Where's the, where's the fall? Amik Robertson. How about that? The corner at Louisiana Tech. The corner who's available on day three for one reason and one reason only. He's short. Short. Mm. That's it. Well, kind of going back to the tight end conversation for just a moment, let me lay this out for you. Of course, Mike McCarthy during his time in Green Bay had two tight end sets quite a bit. Now, I don't know if that's going to continue, but imagine an offense where you've got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup slash CeeDee Lamb, who's incredible, uh, and then you've got a tight, two tight end set with maybe Blake Jarwin and Hunter Bryant in the big slot? No, two I like that sets. a lot. You leave my CD Lamb alone. He plays every snap. <laughs> you want Gallup, Lamb, and... The 2020 NFL Draft continues on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Welcome back. We are getting you ready for day three of the NFL Draft. Kind of kicking around. What does the board potentially look like? Who are some of the best players available? What should the Cowboys be trying to pull off? Obviously, they've already gotten CD Lamb, so this draft was already a success in round one in round two Trayvon Diggs the corner at Alabama falls in their lap Neville Gallimore the Oklahoma defensive tackle is now a Dallas Cowboy so three of the picks are down and they have four more picks that'll be coming up today a fourth rounder two fifth rounders and a seventh rounder for now and we welcome in Dane Brugler as we're here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Jeff Cavanaugh and Brian Broaddus from The Fan. Dane Brugler, Kyle Yeomans, and Dave Hellman from DallasCowboys.com. And we're very much like Voltron with our, or wait, no, we're Captain Planet with our powers combined. How you doing, Dane Brugler? Good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. Uh, uh, what's going what's on? Going on today? Well, I am looking forward to seeing how many times Dane can touch the ball. This is going to be a very Christian McCaffrey day for uh, Dane Brugler. As other people, you'll just have to basically raise your hand if you guys want to give a scouting report or something. Because I'm going to default to Dane. Because I know there's going to be about 60 names called where I'm going to go, what? Dane! Oh, no, man. Dane! We'll cover this thing up. We'll piggyback this thing. We'll piggyback this thing. I'm A-OK with Jeff Stratton. All, all we have Dane, to do, though, get me through this. Yeah, all we have to do though, is give Dane the last. He, he, the tradition is to give him Mr. Irrelevant, though. That, that's, the, that's the final tradition that we have here on this show, right? And just, and just hope, hope that uh, and hope he knows everyone that's drafted is in the book, in the guy. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. Uh, my goal is kind of that one guy isn't, so that eventually, <laughs> no. so that eventually the beast turns into like seventeen hundred players. No, but, like, I'm not going to miss one that's drafted. It's not happening. Oh, you're Dane's wanting more. Un- you're wanting more out of this now, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. I see what you're doing. All yeah. right. Dane's unbeatable at this point, though, because if you go to the back of those sections, the best of the rest is about 85 <laughs> yeah. names. He's yeah. like, you're not going to pull something on me that I haven't heard. It ain't going to happen. There's a thousand, There's a thousand players, players in that guy. In that's their fault. There's, There's going to be thousands in the next year. There you go. I like that. You start pulling high school names. No, you just start emailing everybody you know that knows anything 
talking about college football. You're like, tell me every player you've heard of. Oh, he had, oh, he had Jeff, 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 Jeff Swain. <laughs> Jeff Swain. Uh, how does he, that's about what he had at Texas. Jeff Swain had like 11 oh, catches, okay? Yeah. Dane, how does the uh, the best available player shape up according to the uh, Dane Brugler draft guide? Two players, Two players uh, that were in the top, top 75, 75 are still, are still available. available. Uh, Akeem Davis Gator from State, State. Yeah. he was 54, 54 overall for me. Uh, really really rangy, versatile linebacker. And then, and then Curtis Weaver out of Boise State, State who, who, you know, we, you know, we, we've talked about, about how just a bad, bad body guy, there's a lot, a lot of things, things that you're, you're going to not like about him. But the way he uses his hands, the way he can rush get after the quarterback, Stats, uh, you know, you know, I'm all for the, the tape, tape, but the production he put up consistently the last three years, years uh, you, you can't, can't overlook, overlook that. that. So, Curtis Weaver, a little surprised. surprised. He's still, He's still available, available here, here in day three. three. Well, Brian got to the bottom of Akeem Davis Gaither for you. Did you hear Did you hear what he found? I did, I did but, but he, I mean, he did, he did have, have the injuries. Is that what's going on? Yeah, He's got a hole in his knee. He's got the Jones fracture of the foot, which will heal. But right, they're going. Right. They got a bone on bone situation on the mm, knee. Yeah, that's, 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 that's not good. Nope. So he and Curtis Weaver, two names to watch now for uh, everybody here. We can start with uh, Kyle. As the Cowboys gear up for this, you've had a great first three rounds. Mm-hmm. We've heard from Jerry and Stephen and Mike McCarthy, and everybody's pretty much ecstatic about the way this thing has fallen. Are there any individual names or is there any position that you feel like should become a big-time target that you want to zero in on as as day three is upon us? Uh, I would still kind of say edge rusher at this point because I I know safety is really kind of the need that you haven't addressed at the moment whenever it comes to the secondary, but are you comfortable with Kayvon Wallace? I would be okay with Kayvon Wallace, actually. But maybe J.R. Reed. I, I feel like safety is kind of thin. But whenever you look at some of these edge rushers that are still available, I can get excited about a couple of these guys being on my team. One one name that I keep going back to is Khalid Kareem. I, I do like him on tape uh, a little bit more so than I think most. Ken, Kenny Willicks out of Michigan State, a senior bowl guy who was there. Great Same thing gymnast. with Alton Robinson. Yes, exactly. And then uh, we keep going back to Curtis Weaver. I just think there's more of an opportunity to get an impact player on the edge than maybe in the secondary, at least here in the fourth. Once you get into the, the fifth, I can start talking about some of those J.R. Reed types of, of safeties that could make an impact, maybe a Reggie Floyd or a Jalen Elliott from Notre Dame, a couple guys there. But I think if you're you're looking to, to maybe make one of those David Hellman, let's get a fourth-round baller type of picks, instead of going for an injury-prone kind of guy, I think you'd have to go with an edge, edge rusher. You think about doubling down on that corner, though? On, on, on cornerbacks, okay yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, this is where maybe in the fourth round, maybe maybe Robinson makes a lot of sense from Louisiana Tech. If you're if you're dinging guys for lack of height, but maybe you could find really, I mean, the traits, the skill, all that's there. Him, the Holmes kid. I know some people don't really like Holmes from UCLA. I like him. Yeah, I'm kind of one of those guys that, that has him in this spot right here. Uh, James Lynch, another guy from you know we've talked about him a bunch uh, from from Baylor. Uh, Strobridge from North Carolina. I think there's some value in him right now. Him and Kareem are kind of a couple of guys mm-hmm. we visited about these quarterbacks and the tight ends. That's what I'm looking at too. These tight ends. Which one of those tight ends do you want an inline, true inline Y guy? Again, scouts tell me about Pinkney. I think that's a guy you have to, to, to maybe consider if you're looking for that type of a player. Dane, how far away are we from when you start picking the guys based on traits? 
how far, uh, how many guys or how deep into this draft can you go where you're still picking guys where you go, well, the tape tells me that this dude can make my team and he can compete for playing time right away. And when are we going to start talking about, well, this guy's got really long arms and he jumped far and he ran fast. We're probably already there for a lot of teams, teams uh, but, but I would say, I would say another, another round. round is, you look at the board, there's some second, third round talent yeah, that, that are still there. there. So, so, you know, you're looking at Ed Rusher, I'm all on board with Lid Green, Bradley and I. Uh, you can get some decent, decent edge rushers here. Uh, secondary tight ends. Harrison Bryant, FAU. And, 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 you know, he's a certain type of tight end. He's not going to give you much of a blocker, but as a pass catcher, sign me up. So, yeah, there's plenty of talent here on the board that can come in on the football team. Uh, the receiver position stretching. You know, we're seeing guys like Golden here, Johnson, Gabriel Davis, James Poche. I don't think Cowboys, Cowboys were going to necessarily go in that direction after, after they, did they did in the first round, round but uh, uh, just, like just like we thought, it's, it's a position, position that is stretching out. And Dave, do we think that we know anything about how much the Cowboys are worried about safety in terms of drafting guys, or is it just, hey, they've had three picks and these guys have fallen in their lap? I'm, well, I think it's a, that's probably a little bit of both, right? I mean, we, it's, it's, it just hasn't been a position that we've seen them value highly. And then on top of that, I, I, you know, I know you liked Terrell Burgess, but I think the value was really good for them at the positions they wanted. Like I feel pretty confident that all three of those guys were top of the board, uh, or at the well, very least, like close. I mean, in Gallimore's case, he was at least one of the top two or three. Yeah. They were talking about Gallimore at 51. Yeah. yeah I mean, exactly. and, and that, and that just shows you that they had digs on their board higher, but I got but, some very excited texts of when Gallimore's name got called from with, you know, from people, you know, in the organization, like that's that they view it as a home run. So I don't have a problem believing that they thought he was the best player available. Well, no, I think it lines up with everybody that we've got here, whether it's Brian Broaddus's list or Dane Brugler's list, or I saw pro football Focus's list. Everybody, and, you know, I think people can watch and listen to us broadcast, and you've seen other drafts. You know what it looks like if we don't think the draft is going great. <laughs> this one, it, <laughs> no, it this almost, is... it doesn't matter who you ask. If they grade players, they're going to tell you Diggs is better than the 51st best player, Lamb is better than the 17th best player, and Gallimore is better than the 81st best player. So they're, got a they're bad... taking names from the top. I've got a bad poker face, and so I'm glad that I haven't really had to use it. Yeah, oh, bad. yeah, yeah. Because we, we, you will get some silence if you catch three or four seconds of silence. You know what's happening. It's everybody sitting there going, "Is there a way I can say this that's nicer than what I'm thinking?" And nobody's had to go to that place yet in this draft, and that's great because we've all been to that place together while the Cowboys are drafting, and it's so, not a lot of fun. I think. I mean. This is this is obvious, but I don't think you can ignore it. I just I keep looking at Jake Fromm and Jacob Eason sitting there, and yeah. I don't know. I really don't. I have no idea how the Cowboys feel, but we know that they would like to draft a quarterback, and we know that these guys are arguably the top two players left, or at least the top two quarterbacks, obviously. And if one of them starts to fall, I think one of them's going to go really quickly here because that always happens on day three. If you think about Connor Cook, the year of Dak Prescott, one of these guys is going to go super quick. But if one of them starts to slip, I mean, I really didn't like the idea of drafting one of these guys in the top 100. But in the fourth round, 
I, I, I wouldn't hate it. I, I can at least understand why you would do it. Hurt guy that you really like, Brian, or backup quarterback? Oh, if I'm thinking about team building, yeah, backup quarterback. Okay, because I, I don't like the backup quarterback that currently has the the chair here. If you're if you're talking about team, selfish Brian Broadus wants the hurt guy because this is my hurt criminal round, as Dave liked to point out last night. <laughs> yep. And so, you got any good criminals in this one? Yeah, better get that pulled yeah, up. I mean, I if, if you find me one, you know me. I don't I'm have that tab on my spreadsheet. Yeah, Cincinnati's got the first pick at 107, so we're listening to anything you want to throw out there. By the way, uh, but team building, team building. I'm I'm thinking about. But then again, you've got hurt linebackers. You know, you got a hurt linebacker. I mean, we'll, they, they'll tell you that they're 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 comfortable with what's going on. We'll see what happens with. Yeah. So you want to you want to bolster your linebacker depth with a guy with another a hurt guy? Be fine. Yeah. 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 I think that's a great plan. No, I, but I'm just saying. I'm just trying to. If, I'm trying to get that that player on your team. You know what I'm trying to do right now. But I I think that to me, if you look at team building, give me the give me the backup quarterback right now is what I would do. And I think that'd be smart, especially with the value that's there. There have been five quarterbacks taken in the draft. You never hear of that even happening in the first two days, really. And even if there is, you would normally not see a ton of talent on the backside. I still think Fromm and Eason and James Morgan are guys that can come in and win the backup job pretty easily over a guy like Cooper Rush. Now, nothing against Cooper Rush, but I just don't think he's as good of a quarterback as some of these guys that are still on the board. Yeah, I think what's happened is it's going to get – I was just looking through the list of teams that could probably use a quarterback, and the one that came down to me was at 116 Jacksonville because mm. they were a team that was – and early when I was talking to them, they were interested in going up and trying to get the Oregon kid. Herbert was a guy that they really, really liked. They were trying to think, okay, how can we go up? You know, that just tells me right there that, that Minshew – is probably you know one of those guys. It's like yeah, okay, we're glad we have it, but hey, can we add Fromm or Eason or somebody like that to this mix and maybe compete with him, maybe upgrade there? That would be a team that I think might we might want to worry about if you're a Cowboys in this round looking for a quarterback. At Jacksonville at one sixteen might be a team that, that takes one from you. All right, well, Jacksonville. Go ahead. Uh, next year, Trevor Lawrence. That's who they're looking at. Uh, <laughs> that, I think that's when we start talking about the next year's draft and who might be uh, going up to get the quarterback. I, Jacksonville, I think that 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 team. They're going to give Gardner Minshew a shot. I don't know if it's going to work out that well, but they're going to go after the Clemson kid. It's hard to go one in fifteen, but they're well, going to try their very best. But if you're if you're Dave Caldwell, Dane. I mean, you know, that, that's not a plan for you. You're going to get fired. <laughs> I mean, that's not, you got to, if I, okay, if I know you're going to try and go for the quarterback, I'm going to, I am going to do everything in my power as a, as a drafter to just get the best players. I'm going to get the players I need to try and save my job. That's right. what I'm going to do. Sure. I don't know that Fromm and East are going to be that guy though. Well, I, I, mean, I think, I think they're okay. Where do you with have me. these guys? Where do you have these guys on your board? Uh, late third, so okay. right where, but I don't think either are going to start. And they shouldn't. Uh, well, we didn't think Minshew was going to start either, did we? No, and that's why Brian's getting spicy early. No, I'm just, I'm just. To me, it's like these quarterbacks, and and I'm wrong about them a lot. I'm sorry, but you're wrong about them all the time. Uh, I, I got that guy at Kansas City right, David. If you remember that. Oh, one. that was the good. That was continues. good. Yeah, that that's was a, that's good. the only one you need to know. And day, <laughs> and, <laughs> to forget Paxton Lynch. Yeah. And yeah. day three is on deck. We will get started here very, very shortly. You're listening to the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and Dallas. Cowboys.com. And here we go on the internet side of things as 
day three is right around the corner. The Bengals will be on the clock first, and then the Giant, or excuse me, then the Redskins, Lions, Giants, Texans. First five picks coming up here in round four. Kyle Yeomans, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dave Hellman, and Dane Brugler, of course, anchoring down the coverage wall to wall, four through seven rounds today. So, uh, I, Dave, I, I know we kind of talked about this at least uh, on Twitter. I know you were kind of talking through it, but I haven't heard your short list of guys yet on who you would like to come to the Cowboys. Man, you couldn't have teed that up for me any better because actually I just got a tweet from one of our listeners, but I wanted to ask Dane about this anyway because I think if y'all know me, I'm I'm begging for guys that can do something now as long as I can find them. And I, I mean, the fourth round, you're still, you have a reasonable expectation of doing that. And Dane... I would love for you to tell me about the medical situation with Tyler Biotish, the Wisconsin center, because I didn't like the idea of drafting a center in the you know first two days. But right. if you're telling me I can find a center who can come in and compete to upgrade that position on day three, I'm interested. Yeah, and he, I had a fifth round grade on him, so yeah, I think we're getting close to the point where I'd be comfortable with that as well. The big thing with him was he had a hip last off season. Then he had the the scope of his shoulder this past off season. So uh, the tape wasn't great. It was good, but it wasn't great. Plus, you add in the medicals, and that's that's where a lot of teams are struggling with him. And you, you know, against the better competition, uh, Biotis really struggled. Devon Hamilton, who we saw going the third round to Jacksonville, uh, really had his way with him. Uh, both uh, both times, Ohio State and Wisconsin matched up this past year. So a He's a program kid. Uh, you like the technique. You like the pedigree. Uh, fundamentally sound. Very smart player. But you worry about the medicals. You worry about the pedestrian athleticism and whether or not that's going to really limit him at the next level. Yeah, I I, I think Dane has got this guy perfect. I, I I totally agree with the assessment, the spot. Nick Harris was a guy from Washington. He's a little short daddy kind of a player. Mm-hmm. But he is a mean, nasty SOB. If you want to draft a center, again, he's not going to look pretty when he's standing out there next to you and you're interviewing him, Dave. But yeah. he is a really, really good player. I would rather see him. Ishmael's another guy that I had. I believe San Diego State was at, yep. you know, I, I, the Wisconsin kid did nothing for me. Yeah. Did nothing for me there. So you're saying I'm, I shouldn't draft him at 123 to fight for a starting center job. I, I, not, not on my board. Now, maybe on their board. Uh, and listening yeah. to Dane talk, it sounds like he's got the same player I do. I, I, I will I will champion Nick Harris in this situation mm-hmm. if you're looking I, for a center. I had a late third on Nick Harris. I, I kind of thought that he had a good shot to go in that top 100, uh, but he's still available. But, yeah, I think you, you, you got him. He's not the biggest guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He's under 6'1". But his feisty, athletic, smart, tough, technically sound. I don't know that there's a huge gap between him and Garrett Bradbury. There was a first round pick last year. You know, Holy there's crap. similar types of players with the movement skills, the size. Um, now he's not going to be for everybody. You know, that's not going to fit every scheme. But you look at some of the undersized centers that have made it in this league. Uh, you know, AQ Shipley and uh, Brian Allen and guys like that. He's better, so uh, I don't think he's going to have to wait very long here on day three to hear his name called. When you also mentioned the experience with Harris, I mean, he's a four-year starter, and he had good grades uh, throughout the course of his career at Washington. Guard and center. Yeah, uh, both positions he was able to succeed, even though, like you said, that's the one knock I have against him, and he's still he's the the highest-rated interior offensive lineman I've got on my board right now, but... 
the the knock on him was just the the size and and like you said there's been some some successful linemen who have had plenty of success uh even though they have been a little bit undersized i i know just we've got a couple seconds before we go live on the fan yet again but i wanted to talk about wide receivers ah, we'll, we'll wait on it i was going to say james prochet a little bit later take him take him <laughs> this is the 2020 nfl draft with jeff cavanaugh brian Broadus, dave hellman dane brugler and kyle yeomans Let's go. Let's draft him up. It is Jeff Kavanaugh and Brian Broaddus at 105.3 The Fan. And, of course, the great Dane Brugler, the great Dave Hellman, and the great Kyle Yeomans at DallasCowboys.com. And the 2020 NFL Draft is underway on day three as we are getting set to draft him up. And Cincinnati has had a long time to plan. They've been hanging out overnight. How do you think that goes, Dane, when you're done with a round and you go home and if you're the GM, do you just circle the guy you're taking tomorrow or do people call you at 2 a.m. like, hey, let's talk about that first pick and do you have to tell them like, bro, I'm sleeping? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, that's for sure a thing. Uh, And after the dust settles and you kind of look at what happened, then you look at who's still available. It's when you assess your options. Uh, Is it better off that I stay here? Uh, but you still feel those calls. You hear what what is being offered, and it's uh, it's really interesting to see some of these players that are still around that we thought would be top 100 picks. There are a lot of teams here on day three that are set up to be very active. Uh, you look at the Vikings; they have 13 picks today, which is it's ridiculous. Uh, so look for the Vikings to be a little active. <laughs> They're not going to keep all 13 picks. They're going to trade around a little bit and maybe move up here in the fourth round. So look for a team like the Vikings to be active. If the Vikings traded all 13 of their picks, what could they get in next year's draft? Could they get a two? I don't know. You get that high. Uh, Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, quantity is great. Quality is better. So maybe you get into maybe the third. I don't know. Okay. Mid three. You get a team that's, that's fighting for the playoffs. You get a third from them. I believe well, Saints, there are... Saints are done draft as they traded all their day three picks yesterday to go up and get Troutman. So, and I, I kind of applaud that. Even though I'd love day three, this is where, you know, the scouts get to find, uh, you know, those hidden gems, but I applaud the Saints for going and getting their guy and kind of kicking their feet up and say, okay, we feel good about the three players we drafted this year. Where were you going there, Dave? Oh, just uh, I'm bad at math, but if the Vikings made all 13 of their picks, that's like 8% of the picks that are going to come off the board today. Like, that's just silly. And there's a there's a I kind of hope they do make them all. There's a run in the sixth round where they're having three picks in the span of five. And so you're just going to see the Vikings on the clock the entire time. Well, what's going to happen? And I think Dane is exactly right. By the way, all these guys are already at home there. You know, it's like, you know, usually you like you're at the facility and you sit down in front of your board and you're just looking at it and you just want the tags to start glowing. You know, you just please just tell me who these pro bowlers are in this. Cause there's, there's a really, these evaluators. There's been general Ron Wolf in the, the day three of these drafts. He was picking Pro Bowl players. You know, I mean, I'm here back in the day. There's some evaluators. Ozzy Newsome. These guys, this is where it happens. The, you know, Jeff, you talk about, you know, the, how things are built and dynasties and stuff, but you're just looking at that board and you're thinking, okay, how can I get to these players? How can I get to, cause your board does look like a, a, a turkey after Thanksgiving. You know, that <laughs> oh, second, it's been kind of picked clean. Yeah, it's picked clean. You're kind of looking for that extra piece of meat, you know, off that area. 
So, but you have an idea because it's up there in front of you and those tags are gone. And now you have a little bit clearer picture of what you need to do. And Dane was absolutely right about this. There's a lot of really good names. We've gone through a lot of really good names. So I have a feeling this round, it always happens. This round that's going to be at the top is going to go fast. These teams have sat there and they've got third round players on their board right now that they're about to take. And it's going to be real hard for you to get back in there if you want to go up. You know, you're going to have to give, and Minnesota's got ammunition now to kind of move, but they're also in a situation where I have a feeling they're going to move some of those picks for some next year's picks. You know, teams are going to say, okay, well, hell, we'll take your fifth round pick. Okay, that's next year's four. You know, they're going to move this thing around. I, I like a, Rick Spielman, those guys, I think they've got a good plan up there at Minnesota for what they want to do. That would be a lot of fun. I would love if we were talking about the Cowboys with 13 picks today. Well, I, I can tie it into the Cowboys though. It won't, it won't be as fun as having 13 picks, but we're talking about this with some of our, some of our listeners on Twitter last night is, you know, Jeff, you remember the famous Xavier Woods pick, the guy that you willed to the Cowboys. Uh, they traded a future pick to get up in the sixth round to get him onto the team. You're welcome. And we talked about that last night is we're all reasonably confident the Cowboys are going to get some compensatory picks next year. So I wonder if the guy, if a guy that they feel really good about is hanging around the way Xavier Woods did, maybe they do something like that, you know, tell somebody we'll give you next year's fifth for, for a pick now. You think about the fact that they don't have a sixth round pick today. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. Here's Roger, and he's just going to kick this thing off. I don't think he's doing picks today because he was clearly fatigued yesterday. And thanks to you, we've raised much-needed funds to support COVID-19 relief efforts through the Draftathon, And that important work continues today. And the NFL will again match every dollar donated by fans. So please make whatever contribution you can. Visit NFL.com slash relief. And now it's time to settle into your favorite chair as day three in the 2020 NFL draft is now officially open. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. And he will not be the one who is announcing the picks today. I, I believe that's what I saw yesterday because he's like Troy Vincent, get over here yeah, and make he, some he, of these picks. He's had enough. He's had enough. You know. Yeah, as his posture started struggling towards the end of the day yesterday, <laughs> eventually he was slumped with one leg kicked yeah. up. It was it was getting rough had, on Rod. He, he had the scotch and the cig over in the corner burning. He was ready. He was ready. he'd had enough. He'd had enough. He ain't cut out for this then. He no. come get one of these microphones, Rog. <laughs> Do seven hours, three days in a row. Man up. Come get some. So Cincinnati is on the clock and we'll see how fast does this thing go with teams kind of having time to set up ahead of time and figure out what exactly it is that they would like to get accomplished today. The Cincinnati Bengals, of course, are the team that drafted Joe Burrow, number one overall. In the second round, they drafted T. Higgins, a wide receiver out of Clemson. And in the third round, they took Logan Wilson, the Wyoming linebacker. And here they are with the uh, first pick in the fourth. I tell you what, my Cincinnati Bengals have had a good draft so far. I, I mean, I, I love, of course, we all love Joe Burrow. T. Higgins was a guy that I had. I know there was a lot of questions about where those wide receivers were going to fall. I had him right in that that one-two range. And then Logan Wilson, and you watch that Wyoming tape, the guy makes a ton of tackles. So the Bengals, uh, they're doing some things. They're adding some teams, some pieces that will really help them uh, maybe not have the first overall pick next year. I believe, if I have this right, 
they've got nothing weird about their draft. They've got four, five, six, and seven, the first pick of each round. That's what we do, and Jeff. nothing else. No, that's what we do. We just sit there and make picks. Don't call us. We're not going to trade with you. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to we're just going to take players. I'm in quarantine. My wife's here. We've had a long day. Stop calling. Yeah. We got Brian's, a guy all lined up. Brian's admiration for the Bengals is one of my favorite things. A little bit of uh, some breaking news. Yeah, I was about to Ian say Rappaport, that. Uh, Trent Williams to the 49ers. Uh, oh, any word on compensation? Says fifth this year and a third next year. Yep. There you go. Well, they were trying wow. to trade him to Minnesota. Like I say, it was on with uh, Mike Lombardi and his crew, and he turned down a trade to Minnesota. You know, he, he wants to get paid. Evidently, the 49ers now are going to have to redo that deal. It's, this is all about money. This isn't, you know, but Minnesota was a team that was going to. All about money? All about money. Because it seemed like it was a lot about, I don't trust your medical staff and I hate your organization. No, no, he, he, he wants to get paid. He saw what happened with Laramie Tunsil. You know, Bill O'Brien did all offensive tackle. He did every team a disservice by his Laramie Tunsil deal. But this is this is about now about him, San Francisco, saying, okay. Yeah, know, but we'll, how we'll, how we'll old is Trent Williams? Like 31? Yeah, he's not he's not as old as you think that yeah. because he's been gone for a minute. He knows yeah, how to hold wonder, he knows how to hold trip and clip. You wonder about Joe Staley. Does this mean cuz Staley hasn't announced yet if he's retiring, coming back. You wonder if this is uh kind of a tip of a hand of what he's thinking because they've got Mike Lynchy at one tackle spot. Right. And Joe Staley has been at the other tackle spot, but you're bringing in Trent Williams here, uh maybe that tells us wh- which way Staley is leaning. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Well, that's Maybe a nice the Niners got uh, tired of waiting drafting. for it. Yeah. The Bengals pick is in, so we will go to and see who's making the pick. 107th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Cincinnati Bengals select Akeem Davis Gaither, linebacker, Appalachian State. We're having a great draft, that's right, boys. Baby. We're, having, we're having a great draft. Oh, that man. Is, that is the best player left in the draft, according to Dane, yes? Yes. According to me? According to Brian, yep. According to Dave, according to Kyle, yep. So whatever the injury uh, situation is, whatever his body is looking like, that dude, Akeem Davis Gaither, is so much fun to watch the tape on. Just watching, God, athletic, yeah. I mean, where, where do you play? Do you play him outside? You, and that's the thing is, you can play him in so many different. Play spots. him anywhere you want. Let him, yeah. Yep. Let him rush off the edge. Drop him. Let him spy. If he my strong sa- the slot. if my strong safety got hurt, yeah, I might try it. Like he's just that sort of player, right? He lines up outside the tackle, and sometimes you're over the slot, and sometimes you're rushing off the edge. And uh, I just, he's just, I, I love that sort of player because I feel like the position he plays a lot of times in the NFL doesn't exist. But those guys in college, they kind of play that overhang, and it's like, all right, rush the passer, line up over the slot, chase the running back around, uh, and the goal is kind of, hey, keep him free, let him run. And I just I think that he is a ton of fun. Had him graded at the top of the second round, and injuries get him to the fourth. But the Bengals did not care because they're Brian's favorite team. They, they said, "What's wrong with his knee? Take him, best yeah. player. Let's go." Somebody in this medical staff, tell me again what this kid's problem is. <laughs> uh, he's got, boss. He's got a hole in his knee. Okay, we're gonna pick this kid when we go on the clock. Okay, everybody ready for this? <laughs> go get him, boss. Yeah, we're on you. Six eight I mean, Bengals, I love you. A situation like that is, you know, he might be fine his rookie contract, right? Sure. So here in the fourth round, I love the value pick. Absolutely. Even if he might not play twelve years in the league, but hey. if he's gonna play four or five, yeah. hey, in the fourth round, I'll take that. They said that about Jeremiah Trotter a long time ago too. Sure. What'd they say, Jay Brian? Ajayi? Ten games or ten years, Brian, I can't tell you. <laughs> what do you do? 
We played about a hundred. Mm. Yeah. How about the overhaul of the passing game and then the linebacking core for Cincinnati? Though you got Burrow and Higgins, and now Wilson and Davis Gaither. That's a like Brian was saying. That's a solid four picks. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Now I know they Thanks, are. Kyle, we appreciate that. Yeah, no, we, 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 we appreciate he did. that. He hired himself no. to the Bengals. Well, I told right. you, I'm putting, bio, I'm putting in my bio. I'm putting in my bio for the Bengals. I worked at the Bengals. Can I be devil's advocate there? I mean, T. Higgins, I thought there were some better receivers on the board. Ooh. Uh, it's okay. At 33 there, but I, I'm with you. Joe Burrow is obvious. Logan Wilson, stud. Davis Gaither here, even with the injury. Love Damn. it. So, T. Higgins, a little bit of a reach, I thought, uh, compared to some of the other receivers on the board. But yeah, the Bengals have had a nice, uh, four rounds so far. I just hope they don't get my guy killed. I can't help but notice the lack of offensive tackle in that mm. draft hall. That's fair. They're uh, they're hoping their first rounder from last uh, that year, last year guy, yeah, Williams. He was and, he was good. We loved him. Yeah, he was the first offensive tackle drafted last year. So uh, as long as he comes back healthy, uh, they should be in a decent spot. Right tackle still a little bit of an issue, but uh, they they should be good at left tackle. It'll be the Washington Redskins on the clock right now. The pick is in, so when they get it, we will have it for you. Washington so far in this draft has just had two picks. Chase Young there at number two overall and the Memphis wide receiver slash running back Antonio Gibson in the third round. They've got two picks here in the fourth, one right now and one with the 36th pick in the round. So with Washington, team needs, any player that you're looking to target? I know on day three it gets a lot harder to say, you know what, I think they're going to take this player because it could go any direction. But for Washington, who's only picked two players, what are some of the biggest needs you see, Dane? Well, they... Oh. Tight end, you know, it's got to be tight end. That, that, and they, I thought they could go tight end in the third with a Troutman or Asiasi, but here in the fourth with the tight ends available, to me that makes the most most sense. If you want to go uh, Alberto, if you want to go Hunter Bryant, Harrison Bryant, uh, there's a plenty of tight end options here. Dane, here's the pick. It's up real quick. Okay, Redskins select Sadiq Charles. Ah, LSU. There you go. Scouting report. What you say about the, the trouble round, Brian? Yeah, here uh. we go. We're having fun now. Run us down the issues that he's had, but also the scouting report for Sadiq Charles, Dane. Well, it really athletic. He was he played soccer in high school, uh, and he's a big guy, just still discovering how good he can be. Uh, missed what six games this past year for multiple failed drug tests. And talking to scouts about him, uh, they just plain out said you can't trust the kid. But the talent's not the question. Uh, left tackle moves really, really well. Very natural mover, and that's. That's what you're hoping on, and this is a high upside pick for the Redskins, who you hope can grow up, stay out of trouble, and if he does, then they just found uh, Trent Williams' uh, heir apparent. That's that's a real bummer, and it's I mean, yeah, he went to LSU. I don't care. The dude's super talented. He yeah, is I mean, that all of all of the flags are about character stuff. Yeah, I yep. mean he he was in and out of the lineup all season with suspensions. Ed Orgeron. Couldn't keep him on the field for consecutive games at times, but the dude's so talented. And in my broken Cowboys mind, I was like, hey, get him to Dallas. Lyle Collins went to the same school. He can work on there him. You go, Dave. Let's him. go criminal round. Go, great. But, well, I'm sitting, you know, I was hoping he'd last till the fifth maybe, and he goes the second pick of the fourth. I yeah. Mean, that just That sucks. Give LSU some credit. They know that he had problems, but they got him eligible for the games they had to have him. Oh, the big games? Oh, yeah. He, games? he played yeah. every big game that you needed yeah. to play. They did a great job. My alma mater, Dave's alma mater, they figured it out. Like, okay, suspended these games. Okay, we'll work around it. 
But he played in every big game, and he played well in those big games. That's literally what they did. They picked out the six worst opponents, and that's what he was suspended for. And the other games, he was fine. That's that's exactly And and, and you know what? And Dave and I have national championship T-shirts to prove for you. You are damn right. I mean, I got a hat. I got a T-shirt. I got a sweater. We we sat. We were at the game together. (laughs) Dave drank 100 beers. I paid for a couple of them. You know, Just win, baby. (laughs) Sit Sit out the Utah State game. Nobody cares. All right. We'll be coming back with the Raiders pick as we venture into the fourth round here. You're listening to the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. So two picks down, 150 to go as we get day three started here on DallasCowboys.com side of things. The Raiders are currently on the clock as Detroit trades out of pick 109. The Bengals and the Washington Redskins have made their selections. What are we looking at for the Raiders here? Because the Raiders had, much like the Vikings, they've had a ton of picks so far. And uh, Mike Mayock and company have been very busy already in the draft in terms of the, the players that they've already selected, like yeah. a Tanner Muse, Brian Edwards, Lynn Bowden Jr., Damon Arnett, and... Henry Ruggs the third. Well, they, who's the they, best receiver on the board? Well, they Did took they John. The, already, the pick is already in. They took John. They took John Simpson. Oh, okay. Clemson. Oh, it, perfect. Another Clemson yeah, guy. Mike Mayock. He's going to take Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. They know the kid though, Dane. If you want to fire so I, I I wasn't as high on this guy, this John Simpson. I I, I was, but if you want to talk about him a little bit, that would be great. Well, I love the pick. He was my second guard in the draft. Okay. Actually, that's who I mocked to the Raiders in the third round. I thought it was a perfect fit because they're maybe moving on from Gabe Jackson. Uh, the Clemson connection with Mayock. Uh, so I, just a, a really good fit there. The intangibles are, are what really stands out about Simpson. A big-time wrestler in high school. Dabo Sweeney calls him uh, one of his favorite people that he's ever recruited. Uh, so I think that goes a long way. Two-year starter, started 29 games the last two years. Power, power, power. That's what John Simpson gives you. Well, now the Giants are on the clock, followed by the Houston Texans and then the Chargers, the next three picks coming up. But we've seen two offensive linemen and a linebacker go to start things off. Three of the last four picks, if you want to go back to Phillips out of Mississippi State, the last pick of the third round was also an offensive guard. So, uh, now you're seeing a run on offensive linemen. We've yet to see the run on quarterbacks yet, Brian. Any kind of indication yeah. on who could potentially go with a quarterback coming up before maybe pick 123? Yeah, I was thinking about Jacksonville at 116. I brought them mm-hmm. up, you know, with the Gardner Minshew and, and, and I, I, hey, this discussion is all about, you know, Dave Caldwell trying to save his job. No Tom Coughlin in the building. Head coach is in some limbo right now. That's a, that's an organization that's got to be hard to draft for right now because you don't know if you're going to be there. You don't know the situation. You think about, hey, do I save my job? How do I do this? But, yeah, I, I don't think they – they were a team early in the first round that was talking about trading up for a guy. I wouldn't be surprised at pick 116 that they're a team that, that, that looks at a quarterback there. You've got the Panthers there. Could they maybe use some quarterback? I know they, they did sign the, the XFL Houston Roughnecks, uh, quarterback. And then they also took, uh, Teddy Bridgewater from New Orleans. Uh, I'm trying to look at maybe some of these other teams. That, XFL, that XFL guy is a baller, by the way. He is a baller. He was the and best player to watch in that league. By far. And a, a guy that Matt Rule actually coached at Temple. So he's reunited with his college coach is as Walker? well. So. PJ Walker? Uh, yes, I'm kind of winging it, but I Patrick think that's Walker? right. I, I don't PJ. know. PJ. PJ. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm the XFL expert here, guys. Back there off. There you go. Hey, but there is, a, there is an XFL safety, right? Kenny Robinson. Kenny yeah. Robinson. So I, I, I think he should go in this round. I heard some I really people, do. I heard some people talking about him. Some scouts were mentioning that name, a possibility with the Cowboys. So I'd keep an eye Ooh. on that, too. I tell you what, to me, he's one of the last guys in this draft, maybe the last guy, that I think if you are looking for a free safety, that he's got a shot. I think, Dane, Dane do you agree with that? Have you seen enough of the XFL yeah. stuff? And his West Virginia stuff was really good. The XFL stuff backed it up. So, yeah, I think you're you're pretty close there. Yeah, you could go either way with that safeties class. I think I'd be excited with him there. The 2020 NFL Draft continues on DallasCowboys.com and 105.3 The Fan. We are in the fourth round of the NFL Draft. It's the 2020 NFL Draft coverage on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Jeff Cavanaugh and Brian Broaddus with 105.3 The Fan. And Dane Brugler, Dave Hellman, Kyle Yeomans of DallasCowboys.com. All together with our powers combined, we are Captain Draftum. Um, it's a Captain Planet reference. If anybody Classic has, 90s. I like 90s, that. baby. Love it. Loved it. That was a great reference for three of us. I was going to say, Broadus is like, what the hell? Broadus and Kyle are like, what the hell are y'all yep. talking about? Kyle a little too young. Yep. Broadus a little older. And I lived that every day for five hours from two to seven. <laughs> Monday through Friday. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, a lot of blank. If you're watching this along, a lot of blank staring going on there. Broadus is a big fan of when we get Mike Fisher on so that they can talk about the 70s. He's like, oh, yes, let's talk about pop culture from three decades <laughs> am I, ago. Am I right about that, Broadus? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right about that? The New York Giants are on the clock at pick number 110. And what have they done so far? The New York Giants so far, Andrew Thomas, Xavier McKinney, and Matt Pert, the offensive tackle. I'm not going to get his name right. Uh, no, that was right. Pert? Yep. Yeah, Pert. you got think, it. Think about great. the fruit, add a tea. Add a tea and they it. are going to take Brian's guy. I say Brian's guy because when I get to my notes, I'll tell you the, one of the games I watched of Darnay Holmes, cornerback out of UCLA, that made me go, man, he is really just not for me. I, I'm a fan of this guy. Dane, do you have anything on him you want to talk about? You're not a fan, or what do you think? Um, no, I, I like him. He's a little undersized. He's under 5'10". Um, and my issue with Darnay Holmes, I found the word late showing up a lot in my notes. Um, late to locate, late to react. But he's a really good athlete, loves to compete. This guy will get up in your face and make you uncomfortable. So, you like him as a nickel corner, a uh, guy that can get physical, can tackle, uh, and he, he has the athletic traits, uh, but again, the recognition skills, the uh, diagnose skills, that, that's where he needs to get better. Washington State got after Darnay Holmes. But mm-hmm. then I did keep watching, and I saw what you're talking about, how he could be one of those smaller corners that you think might have a little something. Yeah, I, I just, to me, I liked what the, 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 the thought I like about him is he would compete. He's small. He understands. He's but he's got quickness to him. I think he can run. But the competitive part. If you if you're small, you better be able to run. You better be able to have some quickness to you. Better compete. I think he did all those things. I think Dane has him absolutely right. But I had him and Robinson in that kind of that that range. The mm-hmm. those those two shorter corners. There were a couple of tiny guys that people were talking about there and. I, I think this is a guy. I had him over Robertson myself from Louisiana Tech. Oh, Amik Robertson. Wow. Yeah. I, I like, I liked Robertson better, but you win for now because Darnay Holmes is off the board for Well, us. the Giants drafted him, so that might not, that might hurt you a little bit. <laughs> well, we got the, uh, the LA Chargers. Uh, their pick is in and it looks like it's going to be Joshua Kelly 
running back UCLA. I think that's the official pick. We also had we Solomon Kindley yep. go off yep. the board to the Dolphins. The Georgia offensive lineman Solomon Kindley is off the board to the Dolphins. And uh, Josh Kelly, UCLA running back, is off the board as well. So the picks are going to be coming quickly here on yeah. day three. And it'll be the Carolina Panthers on the clock now. And I don't know if it'll be humanly possible for me with paper and pen to keep up with the picks, but I'm going to try my very, very best. Yeah, chime in if you guys see that rolling along there. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, that's a. Uh, what well, talk about uh, about Kelly, uh, Dane? You have anything on him? I, I watched him, but I know you. I know you have some good notes on him. Sure, and uh, a really great story. He started his career at the FCS level, then he decided to walk on at UCLA, earned a job, and he was really productive. I thought he he was a top 100 player on my board, number 95. So. Like the fit here um, in terms of value, uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, and you know the the Chargers they're going to be running the ball, and with Eckler and now Kelly in that backfield, I like it. He was one of the standouts at the Senior Bowl because at the Senior Bowl it was really him and then the rest of the running backfield. He was the the star of the show really the entire week down in Mobile, and I remember. Even uh, Nate Newton, a three-time Super Bowl champion, and then Dave were kind of just mentioning him on the same side. I was hearing it from both both ears while sitting in Mobile, just saying, "Man, this this UCLA running back, maybe it's the Gold Dome or what." But he just continues sticking out, and then all of a sudden, he goes out and he's one of the better players in the entire week. I love I love how the Senior Bowl weighs in this whole thing too, because I mean, even mm-hmm. going back to Darnay Holmes, and I mean, I agree with what y'all said. Like his tape's fine. I like him. I don't know if I like him that much to draft him that high, but his tape is fine. And then you go to Mobile and watch three days of practice. And I just, I love, Brian talks about him being a competitor. Yeah. He was jawing yep. with everybody, talking trash, just getting feisty with it and, and winning reps against guys like Denzel Mims and, and some of those really great receivers that were down there. I was really impressed by the senior bowl and you know it's hard not to weigh those practices heavily since you get to go watch them in person yeah i thought he was a little straight line in the way he ran you know yep. that's that's kind of what you know what but i the, the competitive dave's absolutely right i just didn't think he was going to create very much as a ball carrier i think if, if it opened mm-hmm. up and they blocked it well for him he was going to gain yards you know i just that that's kind of where i thought this guy was uh, as a as a running back but I, I think everybody's got him uh pegged the right way there well, I think he went to a good situation because now you look at the Chargers and they don't have any Melvin Gordon. It's Austin Eckler or nobody. And now you get a chance to go in there and kind of play behind Eckler, a guy who can create out of the backfield in your passing game too. Maybe learn a little bit from that. I think that was maybe one of the things that uh, overall I didn't really like about Joshua Kelly is that he was a little straight line. Maybe he can get lateral uh, and learn from Austin Eckler in the practices in in L.A. Looks like he's got Brian, a good power bottom, some good power thighs. Yep. No, oh, definitely did you, does. Uh, did you have a high grade on Solomon Kinley, the guard who just went to the Miami Dolphins? No, I did not. I did okay, not. Good, because I didn't either. No, I was. I, <laughs> I, you notice I went right past him and, and and right to the Charger pick because I, I felt when better. Dane, when Dane throws shade, is it's the best. Well, it, I had a seventh grade on him myself. He, he's, that was that. Would to me was I, I didn't see that one coming. Well, Dane no. did the right thing though. What you do is you go ask if anybody has anything positive to say, and if they don't, you say, "Cool, that confirms what I thought." We've worked long <laughs> enough together to know that if I don't say anything, and if he doesn't say anything, just to kind of move on. <laughs> well, he didn't yeah, move on. Going. No, I, well, because I because I did not. Uh, you know, and why it's important that we inform. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. What we thought about him. I, yeah. Look, when watching Kinley, you see a mean guy, but. Upper half, lower halves on the different pages. 
Uh, I thought he really should have went back for his senior year. He came out early. Uh, third Georgia offensive lineman drafted here in the first four rounds, but uh, still uh, not was not overly impressed with his tape. Now I've got that Auburn kid up there too. If you want an offensive lineman stuff, I've got a bunch of guards. I mean, they, mm-hmm. he was not one of those guys that I had uh, in that mix. Agree. It is the Carolina Panthers on the clock, and they will be making their pick. Um, they have so far. Carolina Panthers have taken, let me make sure I get this right, Derek Brown, Yeter Grossmatos out of Penn State, the defensive end, and Jeremy Chin, the safety out of Southern Illinois. And let's go to the pick. Carolina Panthers select Troy Prize, defensive back, Notre Dame. There is a name that I think everybody here is going to be mm-hmm. familiar with, having watched the tape on him. And this is about where I had him. I think there were some people who liked him even more than that. Maybe some who liked him less. Dane, do you feel like this is the right place for uh, Notre Dame corner? Yes. I, I did not have him as a top 100 guy, but here in the early portion of the fourth round, I thought that's that's exactly the value you're looking for. Decent size, really good speed. Um, I He struggles with his back to the ball in terms of finding and locating, but he can he can compete in man coverage. Uh, and so there, there are things you like about him here in the fourth. Uh, with Panthers, their second uh corner now and the third defensive back so they're they're looking to upgrade the secondary and it's another senior bowl guy by the way and i will i will throw this in there he was the most fun interview i had in the entire process of this draft he was just a super fun guy he he plays with the same kind of energy that he talks with on a normal basis he's just always giving that effort always showing that passion out there and i think he also much like the chargers i think he goes into a situation where he's going to see a little bit of playing time you've got dante jackson uh and dominique hatfield here with carolina as your starting corners i think he's going to see some playing time over some of those guys maybe not as a starter instead of those two but uh, the fact that you don't have any standout corners and you've really revamped your defensive line for Matt Rule, Phil Snow, and that defense in Carolina, I think that's a solid fit for him. Bad news, guys. We lost a big boy. Oh, no. As uh, the Arizona Cardinals at 114 are taking Lecky Fotu out of Utah, nose tackle. Don't be so don't be so true to your board, Jeff. Because I mean, Gallimore is on the Cowboys now. Gallimore's not playing the nose. Fotu, listen. He can, though. uh, You think so? I think I think Neville Gallimore will get bullied if he's playing the nose. He's a little small, but I think he'd be okay. They're not drafting a nose tackle one round after they just what, drafted. A what pick did Arizona take him at? They took him at one fourteen. Okay, he was my one hundred thirteen player. So that's spot on. Well, but, uh, stop being like good at your job. It's right? like you're so good at this good. stuff. Yeah, he's a big boy who he can move, but he just. You wish there was more backfield production, but uh, not many humans on this earth that can move like him and have that power. Former rugby player, so uh, can understand what you know. Arizona, they were considering Derek Brown in, yeah. in the first round. The, he gets taken one spot ahead of them. So this is kind of your your fourth round version of a Derek Brown. I'll tell you what, man. This guy, when you watch him play, the range that he plays with, you know, and his ability to for as big as he is. I, I was really impressed. Looks like, though, the no! Cleveland Browns have taken Harrison Bryant, tight end from Florida Atlantic. No! Great pick. That's, I, was, that's... I was surprised, Dane, by his combine. I thought he would test mm. better athletically yeah. because I'll tell you, watching Harrison Bryant at Florida Atlantic, he's one of those tight ends that's really a big receiver. He would mostly play as a big slot receiver. But I thought just watching him in his over a 1,000-yard season, honestly, I wrote, Shades of a poor man's George Kittle. 
like watching him catch the ball and mm-hmm. and running with it and stiff arming dudes and being tough after the catch. Harrison Bryant was my behind Cole Komet, my second tight end in this draft class, and he goes oh, to Cleveland. Good for you. He, he was my this? third tight end, so I'm with you. Am I? I mean, how many of the last like six or seven picks have been Senior Bowl guys? It's I mean, they're yeah, it's the been pre- a lot in a row. Well, and they, that yeah. might it might be a situation too where these guys had a chance to visit with these guys a little face to face. You know, maybe I mean, yeah, these virtual meetings have been you know, it's what you have to do. But the fact that a guy like Dane Brugler can touch knees with a guy in the lobby of a hotel and kind of connect, I think maybe that's you get a little bit more of that. Every pick except for Solomon Kinley, I believe, is a senior bowl guy of the last, yeah, of, the of last this six. entire round. Oh, was yeah, was Charles a senior bowl guy? Nope. Uh, yeah. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, Never no. mind. Okay. Yeah, okay, throw Charles. I think in there he got too. suspended from the Senior Bowl. Yeah, you're probably right. But yeah. it is it is a lot. I mean, the vast majority of this round has been Senior Bowl from the Senior Bowl. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, that one wasn't part of a national championship run. They didn't need him for it. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock now. So far in this draft, they took C.J. Henderson in the first round. Caleb on chase on with their second pick in the first round. Man. And then LaVisca Chenault in the second out Oof. of Colorado and DeSoto, local yeah. guy. Yes. Dave Caldwell trying to save that job. <laughs> what yeah. is this? Is this a team, Dane? You mentioned this, I think, before we went on. Is Jacksonville a team where there may be a chance that we hear one of these quarterbacks going off the board? I mean, we could, uh, you know, Brian. I'm the guy that champion in that. Yeah. That's and, me. I, I, I give him the credit, Jeff. Come but, on. Oh, no, I'm no, sorry. No, Dane, no. And Dane said it was a terrible idea. No, no, Dane no, said no, he's, no, he's, he might not be wrong. If, if you don't get your quarterback in the first, that I, don't, I just don't think that means you go and say, okay, we'll just take another one in the fourth. You know, I, I think that yes. they feel okay with Gardner Minshew riding that train for a year. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, okay, they're going to be in play for a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence next year. Adding, uh, you know, a Jake Fromm or Jacob Eason to the list, I don't know that necessarily advances you as a football team. I, I mean, I think they're better off signing a veteran uh, to be behind Minshew. But, uh, you know, I, at some point, you know, I, these guys become worth it. Uh, talking about Fromm, talking about Eason, guys that are uh, not for everybody. Uh, Fromm is, he needs a rhythm, quick passing attack. Eason's your big Zach Mettenberger type of passer, slow feet, big arm. Um, and that's just not going to be for everybody. Well, so I, I can understand why the appeal would be here, for, a, especially for a player like Jake Fromm because of yeah. what he brings to your quarterback. Well, room. don't worry about that. They took Ben Barch. Is that you say it? Ben Barch yeah. from St. John's three. University at Minnesota? St. John's. I, I thought that, yeah, he was, I thought, I thought St. John's. I was thinking the one in New York. But, you know, uh, Dane, this is the, uh, this is the kid. Senior Bowl. Senior yep, Bowl. Senior Bowl guy yeah. again. Uh, talk about him a little bit. I'll add something to him if you want to, if you want me to after that. Former tight end. He's only been on the offensive line two years. Um, and he really did a nice job. He's kind of a self-made player the way he developed his body and made that transition. And it's tough watching his film because you're, you know, going up against D3 competition, which, hey, I'm a D3 guy, so I'm not knocking it, but it's tough to understand just how good he is. Goes to the senior bowl. And he, he did a nice job. He held his own against uh, some of the better talent there. So uh, Ben Barch put himself in position to be a top four-round pick. Thought he might even go day two, but uh, good value here for the Jags on uh, day three. This guy's got some snap to him. You know what I mean? When I mean snap, when he, when he fires his hands, again, he's going against accountants and pharmacists and things like that. <laughs> oh, Brian. It's true. It's true. Most it's true. of them. But, okay, we had guys All like we, Ali Morpet. Some of them won't be that no, successful. No, no, but I'm saying, no, you had successful guys. I'm just saying, though, but this guy can't adjust. He's a really, he's a good athlete. His movement is, it helps his ability. 
His base does get a little narrow as a run blocker. His hands were bad, and that's when he's bad. When he's bad with his hands, he's not a good enough blocker. But his effort's good. His finish is good. I think the power, he's going to have to develop a little bit more power. But he does have some snap with his hips. You know, I mean, you see him fire him. He just can't get people moved that well on the time. And Dane mentioned this, but he said self-made. And uh, they had the stories on it at the Combine. But anybody interested in a seven scrambled eggs, cottage cheese, instant grits, peanut butter, and banana smoothie that you blend all together? Anybody interested? Oh, yeah. I've never heard of better. This was that guy. I remember It is that guy. Colleen Wolf drank that live on NFL Network. and I would try it. it. She said it wasn't that bad. Interesting. Hmm. The Minnesota Vikings are on the clock with one of their 13 picks that they have today here at number 117, and we'll have that pick and work our way towards the Cowboys selection. You're listening to the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Six picks until the Cowboys get to 123. The Vikings, Broncos, Falcons, Jets, Raiders, and Colts are the six teams ahead of the Cowboys. 117 is what we're at right now. We are just about, what is it, 10 picks now into the second round? Yeah, 10 picks into the second round. Kyle Yeomans, David Hellman, Brian Broaddus, Jeff Gavinaugh, and as always, Dane Brugler joining us all the way from Ohio and now that we're starting to see some of these offensive linemen and then also just senior bowl guys in general going off the board, the Cowboys did draft a senior bowl representative in Neville Gallimore with that, that third round pick on day two. Now, what are we starting to look at here? Cowboys wise, when you haven't seen the run of tight ends and I, going back to the Harrison Bryant pick, that's the only tight end we've had in the round. I'm just glad it wasn't. Hunter Bryant, I would rather that Bryant be off the board because I think oh, I would be better yeah, with – I think I like Hunter better. Yeah, no. Not as a player, but I, as a fit with the Cowboys. I'm, you guys I'm, go I'm with away. you, Kyle. I'm you with guys you on go this. away. I, I'm totally Boo. with you on this. I'm not budging on it. Yeah. I'm really no, happy I, I'm to be you. in camp with Dane. Fist bump. Yes. Let's go. No, Dane, Dane can be wrong, too. Dane's when Hunter Bryant wrong. goes out there on his wheelchair because his knees are so bad, uh, you'll be wishing you had Harrison Bryant. This yeah. isn't day two, Dane. Just saying. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to do this. Dane is so much better at me at yeah, this than me. But I mean, yes, Dane love. Dane loved Shaheen. Okay, I can be Ooh, very wrong. Yes, he loved I, him. I, he hey, loved him. What, I did like. I did we're like. We're firing shots now. I like one, this. one thing I just like yeah. fighting people. One thing Dane, I've learned over this: if you do it long enough, you'll have a lot of those. I, oh, yeah. And I'm well aware. Yeah. I've got plenty myself. Yeah. A couple hundred guys every year. You'll miss some. <laughs> Does tight end really? Does tight end feel like the best value to you if you're right. trying to project five picks anybody, into the future? Anybody up for a swing tackle here? I was until they took mm-hmm. my guy. I tell you, I like the secondary guys. That Auburn kid, our, our, our prince. It's all about the injuries with him. Is the knee? Yeah. That's, well, we're the, the fourth only... round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking right now. Okay, how about him? How about Adams? Is it the back? The Washington tackle? Is that a? Is that a bad pick here? Is that uh, is that too early for him? I, back and knee, I, I can't do it this early. Okay. I, I think maybe sixth round is when I start to think about Trey Adams, which yeah. is unfortunate because he's he's a good player, but those medicals are just really bad. Yeah, they're pretty horrid. Looks like the Broncos took Albert O. Before that, is it DJ Wanham? Wanham. He's the defensive end from South Carolina. He goes to Minnesota at Another one seventeen, and guy. then yep. Albert O. Stain, uh, I know you know how to pronounce that last name. Or Kyle, I know you know how to pronounce it. Go ahead. There you go. Let's talk about him a little bit then. Albert Okwebanom. 
he redshirt freshman uh, had like 11 touchdowns, put himself on the map, and then last two years didn't really live up to it. Uh, ran the 4.49 at the combine, uh, so straight line speed is there. Uh, but you just you wish you saw more urgency from him as a route runner in terms of getting open. Um, a talent, but I don't know that he's a very good football player right now. Who yeah. picked him? That would be the Broncos. The, the, the Broncos. And who was throwing to him when he had 11 touchdowns? Oh, Drew Locke. There you go. Mm-hmm. Look at Kavanaugh coming in with the does straight Drew, fire. Like, does Drew Locke, as the second-round pick who is a second-year player, have that kind of sway? Like, did he call He LA, was the one like, guy that could actually win games. I bet you would at least ask him, wouldn't you? Bring me my if you boy. Say, if you say, they're giving Drew Locke very few excuses here. With, they give him three uh, targets. Jerry yep. Judy and K.J. Hamler and now his former tight end. I mean, they are they're giving him few excuses to go out there and be productive. John Elway, baby. And if they don't, they're going to go, if he isn't, they're going to go find a bad veteran quarterback to replace him with. It's like 6'5". <laughs> So now we're closing in. We're on four picks until the Cowboys select. Falcons are on the clock now, followed by the Jets and the Lions as the Lions traded with the Raiders at 121. So one of those Raiders picks, much like the Vikings, off the board because of trades. Lots of Senior Bowl guys, though, like like Dave was mentioning, because Wanham was a Senior Bowl guy. What did you guys think about DJ Wanham, the edge out of South Carolina? I liked him. He was one of my favorite. Uh, I wrote up a piece on The Athletic for this morning about um, my favorite day three players, and DJ Wanham was on that list as my favorite pass rusher at this point in the draft. So wow. really productive. He's a three-year captain at South Carolina. I think the Vikings got a really good value here with a long-armed rusher who can bring a little juice off the edge. The 2020 NFL Draft continues on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Welcome back. It's the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Jeff Cavanaugh and Brian brought us from The Fan and Dane Brugler, Dave Hellman, and Kyle Yeomans with DallasCowboys.com. As we are creeping close to the Dallas Cowboys fourth round pick, it's the Atlanta Falcons on the clock right now. And so far in this draft, they have taken cornerback A.J. Terrell, which was great. It gave the Cowboys C.D. Lamb, so I thought that that was an incredible pick by Atlanta. Thank you. They have also taken Marlon Davidson out of Auburn and Matt Hennessy, the center out of Temple, and Atlanta now on the clock. Yeah, and they, you know, they considered Gallimore last night, too. It came down to Davidson and Gallimore. There, there's a lot of guys in that building that absolutely, they, they love the pick that Dallas made after them. A couple of giant mistakes by Atlanta yeah. end up being gifts for the Dallas <laughs> hey, Cowboys. The Falcons owe us a few. They've taken some players we really liked mm-hmm. over the years, too, so fine. Maybe they just don't like Oklahoma way. guys. This is uh, They just took a guy, uh, Michael Walker, linebacker from Fresno. Mm-hmm. Michael Walker, inside linebacker, Fresno. Dane, go. Uh, versatile linebacker, a little undersized, but, uh, you like the athleticism, uh, a four, six type of, type of player. Um, he was kind of that overhang linebacker where he would, he would blitz, he would drop, he would cover. Um, so there's a lot to like about the versatility as kind of an off ball guy, special teamer, little early. I had more of a sixth, seventh round type of grade on him. So surprised he went this high in the fourth, but you're betting on that athleticism, really high volume tackler. Uh, former uh, Division II guy who transferred up. So uh, another guy that bet on himself, just like Joshua Kelly. So understand why uh, they go in with a player with this type of mindset. How do you spell your name, Michael, with M-Y-K-A-L? 
be more of a question uh, for his parents, hmm. Kyle. Hey, that's uh, the Seahawks drafted. The Seahawks drafted a guy named Jordan who spells it with a Y. So, I mean, anything's mm. possible. But he's a really good football player. He's a good football player. <laughs> I mean, he's a guy that'll blow you up. I mean, I, I, you can have whatever name you want as long I, as you're well, blowing yeah. up guys. I mean, me. as long as you're a baller. Yeah, we're, talking you're to, up. we're talking to Brian with a Y, too. So, yeah. not not quite as weird. Hmm. Ask his parents about it. New Year, have you ever asked I'll him, get, Brian, if I'll they ever thought Shirley about going on That's my mom's maiden name. Ah. That's, her, that's her main name. Yeah, so that's how I got that. So it's you a lady's something name. something new every day. It's, yeah, it's a lady's name, Jeff. <laughs> it's a lady's It's a lady. I'm a lady's man. New York Jets are on the clock. Uh, we'll keep that audio. If we can get <laughs> round. We still got three more to go. Yeah. New York Jets are on the clock so far in this draft. Mekhi Becton, Denzel Mims, Ashton Davis, and Jabari Zuniga. And not now bad. I like that draft. Not bad. That's not a bad little draft not there. Bad. And they're on the clock one more time before we get Detroit, and then we will get Indy, and then are we one pick away from the Cowboys there? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Cowboys are one twenty three. Okay, right so after Indy, Jets, Lions, Indy, and Cowboys is what we're going to have coming up. And as we are taking a look at the boards, is there any name that jumps out at you that you're thinking, hey, Cowboys, don't be afraid to uh, look that direction. Curtis Weaver, Amik Robertson, Geno Stone, Bradley would, would, and I. Would they double up? I, I yeah, I would. It, it, I would be okay with that. If you look at big picture t- uh, 2021 for the Dallas Cowboys, tell me who their cornerbacks are. Yeah, other than other than Diggs. You know, that, that's that. They're in a situation right now where they they've got to add some guys. I mean, I, I'm all for adding names and letting them compete. If that means you dig starts because one of these other guys can't play, that's that's fine. And and if and if you know you bring another one in and he's better than the guy that can't start, then get rid of him too. So yeah, they've got to figure out things. They're trying to with their with their front. You know, they're trying to take care of that. It looks like. You know, with they had the draft pick, but also with some stuff they did in free agency, and hopefully they get some suspended players back. But they need to look at the secondary, especially at that cornerback spot. And I think they've addressed it with with Diggs. But heck, throw another thing at it. If it's Robinson, uh, you know, uh, Robertson or, or Robinson, Robinson or, or yeah. Reggie yeah, Robinson at Tulsa. Yeah, why not? Why not? Or here's my Robinson. question from XFL. Here's my question on Amik Robertson. I, know, I mean, Chris Richard's gone, so the the narrative about the big corner is gone. But Will McClay still has his thresholds. He sure uh, does. We talked about this with Jordan Lewis, which I don't know. I mean, Robertson does he have long enough arms that you think the Cowboys would even be interested in him? His, does, I mean, his, does his stature bother you? I'm not sure that they would consider. I was that hopeful small. that the fact that the that there's a new staff here that might have a different idea about hey, let's just draft guys that can go play. Right. You know, I mean, I, I, let's not, but, but you're, you're right about Will. Now, but, but Will is also taking cues from what these, what Mike Nolan and Al Harris and those guys want. Looks like the Jets took the running back, LaMichael Pirine. Pirine. Yeah. Pirine. Yeah. Any relation? Yes, Cousins, I believe. Nice. There you go. Is that right, Dane? Is it Cousins? To Samaja? Yes, Cousins. Okay. Okay, so now we are. Just a couple of picks away from the Dallas Cowboys. You've got the Detroit Lions at 121. You've got the Indianapolis Colts at 122 before the Cowboys are up at 123. And I'm trying to put together my five-man list for who I would like to see considered with this pick. And I think I'm going to settle on two corners, Reggie Robinson at Tulsa and Amik Robertson at Louisiana Tech. 
Geno Stone, safety of Iowa. I'd be okay with that. Curtis Weaver, edge at Boise, and Bradley and I, edge at Utah. That's my five-man list. Tear it I'm apart, with, Dane. I'm with you, Jeff. It's, it's one of those corners. Uh, those are two of the highest-ranked players on my board. They can do different things for you and ball production. That, that's what I want out of my corners, and both these guys had it in college. Anybody like A.J. Green at all? Oklahoma State. Oklahoma no. State. You're not, not a fan really, of his? Not really, no. Okay. Four, four six corners aren't for me. Okay. <laughs> they are for am me. I, even in the fourth. Am no. I alone on this island? And look, I don't have any inside information. I, like they, I, This is as little as I think we've ever known about their day three preferences. I mean, I mean Well, there's no, no Dallas day. No, no there's no visits. Dallas day. There's, I mean, yeah. right, right now, this time last year, we were talking about Tony Pollard. Like, we knew. We knew. And now, and we don't this year. And so, what I was going to say is, are the Cowboys surprised or intrigued that these two quarterbacks are still there? Like, they haven't made it a secret that they'd like to get a developmental guy. I'm not a big fan of Fromm or Eason, but in the fourth round, is that too intriguing to pass up? I mean, am I crazy for thinking that? No. Which one do you think they prefer? I'd rather have Fromm than Eason, but I mean, I have no idea what they think. Yeah, the scouts will fall in love. And by the way, Logan Steinberg, the guard. Steinberg? Steinberg? Stenberg. Stenberg from Kentucky. He goes to the Detroit Lions. But, okay, we're talking about these corks. Scouts will fall in love with Easton because of how he looks. Oh, yeah. And coaches will fall in love with Fromm because he's really smart. You know, when you talk to him and you, 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 know, you see him, he's, like, making reads. He's checking. He's doing things, you know. Coaches me, always love those guys. Give me, especially if you're, I mean, Dane's right. Like, I'm not expecting either of those guys to start. So if I'm looking for a developmental backup, give me the physically limited guy who makes better decisions over the guy who can zip it 80 yards but does ridiculous stuff all the time. That's my line of thinking. What's the hardest thing to fix with a quarterback prospect? I mean, I think accuracy is obviously one of those, but decision-making, how often does a bad decision-maker become a good decision-maker? Dane, Brian? It's still tough because you don't know what he was asked to do in in college. You know, a lot of of college offenses are not progression-based. They're, uh, you know, you're looking for a certain read and, you know, you, you make the throw and, so it's not that they're bad decision makers, it's just you don't know how good of decision makers they can be if they're asked to make left, left to right reads, high to low reads, things like that. And so, uh, with the rudimentary offenses out there at the college level, it can make it tough. Um, but to your point, and that's the one thing that bothers me with Eason, the heavy feet. That's what I, I, you know, you can try and work on that, you can try and get better there, but I worry about him ever being the type of quarterback who is going to, uh, be able to, evade pressure and find those second chance throws so it's the indianapolis colts they're picking right in front of the cowboys who will only have one more name come off the board before the cowboys pick and then they will have an interesting decision where there are still quite a few players that i think all of us alike to different degrees available for them there is the question of are you willing to go quarterback do you want to uh double dip on the corners is safety still an option edge you've still got a couple of guys that we like so the Colts will make their pick. They're on the clock right now. That pick is not in yet. And then it'll be the Dallas Cowboys on the clock, and we shall see. Will they let the board just continue to come to them and pluck a name right off the top? Do you think when we hear the name they pick that we'll have a good feel for if it was off the top of the board or not? I feel like you would. 
It, I mean, we've at least had a feel of it the first three rounds. I feel like once you get to round four and then you have Indianapolis currently on the clock, you you have those that board already sitting in front of you. You're you're waiting for that to kind of pan out. And like you said, with so many names that are at the top of our boards here and still fit needs, I feel like we would know pretty quickly depending on whether or not that's up at the top. Bryce Hall, the Virginia corner, is mm. is that an injury related drop, yeah, or are you not a fan? That's of that? injury. No, it's mm. injury. Uh, based off of talent, uh, he was a day two pick, um, but this is strictly injury related for him. How serious the, is the injury? Oh, well, sorry, it was Dan. it was a bad ankle, and I, I guess it, he didn't have the most favorable reports from the teams that I talked to. But again, you don't know how all thirty two teams feel about it, so we'll have to see uh, if a team's feels like the risk is worth it here uh kind of like the Bengals with Akeem davis gather uh but the two or the one position that really interests me right now for the cowboys is edge rusher with curtis weaver and bradley and i out there uh two guys that can you know you don't in the fourth round you're not expecting these guys to come in and be starters but i think of these guys as maybe are they upgrades over a dorance armstrong uh, can they be solid rotational pieces so some interesting names at that position. Okay, would you would you take them over? Is are they higher on your board as say Robertson, the corner from Louisiana Tech? No, I would I would go I would go uh, Amik Robertson or uh, the Tulsa kid Robinson. Okay, uh, so you had the corners over the yes. ends in this case, right? But uh, uh, yes, I'm just thinking if they don't want if they're not ready to double up at a position yet, edge rusher would be interesting. But yes, based off of talent and value, I would go with the corners. It's funny, they do like those Boise kids, and maybe that was mm-hmm. previous regime like Boise kids, but yeah, you know, with Weaver, I, I just think that, I, I just think to me, I I have Robertson as my highest rated guy as those four or so those corners, him and James Lynch, James Lynch, you know, those are guys, those defensive players that I like, but I, I if, if they take a defensive end, I, and I, I keep thinking about that game where I'm watching him play USC, Yep. And, he, and, and yeah, and Jackson is just wearing his rear just out. Wore him out. And I'm going, but then I watch him in the senior bowl. I'm thinking, okay, he had production, but are those like bad tackles he's going, you know, I, I'm just. And I got Austin Jackson too, though. I mean, they, he had a, a couple tackles for loss and a sack okay. in that game. So uh, just uh, playing devil's advocate there, I, I do think that as a rotational end, you know, where he's not going to have to play a high level of snaps. He can come off the bench and give you some juice. Okay, the Colts just took Jacob Eason, the quarterback from Washington. Hey. Right. Well, one of the quarterbacks off the board, and so now and your Dallas Cowboys I don't like. are on the clock <laughs> in the fourth round, and Jake Fromm is available if you're wanting to go quarterback. For the record, I I would not want to draft a quarterback here. I just wonder if they would. Okay. I I love what y'all are saying about filling out the cornerback depth chart, which, I mean, whoever they like better between if, Robertson or Robinson or yeah. even if it's somebody else, honestly. If you're going to play, if you're going to do continue the, the trend of playing with the best or going after the best available player on your board, the Louisiana Tech kid is the best player on my board right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's that's the guy I would, you know, if, if that's what you're going to do uh, for me, I would I would go that route, and I, I'm again looking at big picture for 2021 with this football team. You know, who are the corners? Now, if well, you want to go 50 burger, one of my top players available Porsche? is still KJ Hill oh, or K- Antonio oh. Gandy Golden, the yeah. wide receivers at Ohio Both State great and wide receivers and Liberty. Curtis Weaver. These are guys that I have as third round guys. Curtis Weaver, Bradley and I. That's a couple of edge guys. Amik Robertson, corner. Reggie Robinson, corner. Geno Stone, safety, 
Kenny Robinson safety and Kayvon Wallace safety. Those are the names that I would be kicking around. It's because it's such a long list of names, any thoughts of trading down capital later on? Oh, dude, I love anybody trading okay down. With that? Cap and trade down. I guess go. 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 two fives, right? I mean, I was thinking the same Can thing. Can we get back into the sixth? Well, I don't want to yeah, go a whole go. sixth round without a pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet. I, th- I think they're going to do that. You think they're trading back, Jeff? I mean, excuse me, Dave, you think they're trading back? No, there's a lot of names there. They can get into the six without getting getting out of this pick. No, make a a pick. There's a lot of good players here. Okay. I do agree with the amount of good players that are here. I'm just, you know, if I can move back. Captain Trade Down's always interested in answering the Not a lot, just a little bit. Yeah, just a touch. Maybe you wanted to deal with, like, the Bills or the Jets at 128 and 129. A skosh. Just a skosh, if you will. Go get a DB. Well, you got a quarterback on the board. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, that's well, I mean, okay. I, you couldn't have asked for a better board to be looking at. I mean, if you're interested oh, in back quarterback, he's there. If you want edges, they're there. If you want a member of the secondary, they're there. They're still, for me at least, third round graded players. Looks like the picks in though. We'll probably have to wait a couple of minutes here mm-hmm. before they, they're now going to show it. The selection is. Let's go, Reggie Cowboys! Robinson. Nice. Hey, Reggie Robinson, that's a good pick. Wait, this, this is a Tulsa corner who I believe tested in the 92nd percentile athletically. So you are getting, I think, in the fourth round. That's a really nice value and a double dip on corner, which I think they needed because Cheeto and Jordan Lewis going into the last year of their deal, and now you've got Trayvon Diggs and Reggie Robinson to go add competition right now. And going forward for three out of the next four years, potentially two starters at corner out of this draft. I think Reggie Robinson's a really good pick there. I got a shout out. Oh, sorry, Dane. No, go ahead. The fourth player the Cowboys have drafted and the fourth player that I've had rated much higher than where he has actually gone. He was a, Robinson was a top 100 pick for me. So love Mm -hmm. the value here for uh, this team. Kevin Turner brought Reggie Robinson to the draft show airwaves like before. He sure did. It's like the first the combine. show. Yeah. It was, I mean, so I know he's not with us today, but way to go, KT. Way to go find that Tulsa cornerback. I mean, he talked me into it a long time ago and he is now a Dallas Cowboy. And man, how troubled were we by the cornerback spot for this team <laughs> heading into the draft? And without even having to use a first round pick, I feel so much better about it. Feel now great. than I did, yeah. Feel great. All right, we'll come back. Pittsburgh's now on the clock, and we'll keep this draft moving. You're listening to the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. And we'll continue on here on DallasCowboys.com side of things as the draft show looks at what is the newest Dallas Cowboy, Reggie Robinson, cornerback out of Tulsa. I, I think all of us are in agreement. That's another solid pick. Now you look at the draft class for the Cowboys. You have C.D. Lamb followed by Trayvon Diggs, your first corner selected. And then you have Neville Gallimore out of Oklahoma, defensive tackle, Reggie Robinson, corner from Tulsa. All of a sudden, you're looking a lot better on the defensive side of the football. I think it worked out perfectly where you had the guy fall in your lap that you couldn't turn down that to me was the sneaky need at wide receiver with C.D. Lamb. And then you have the board fall in a really favorable way to help your defense three times in a row. I think... I just this is my favorite cowboy draft of the six years we've been doing this. Hard I think and it's it's you're also not done yet. You're four rounds in. You've still got three more picks to be made. Two of which coming in the fifth. One of which in the seventh. And the fact that you've already had these these four selections right up at the top of your board. And, and Jeff, you asked the question a little bit ago. Are we going to know 
if the selection was up at the top of the board. Do you think it was? I, I do. I think, I think so, too. If it wasn't at the very top, I think it was definitely in the top handful because short corner may not have been for them. So these are my top two corners, Amik Robertson and Reggie Robinson. One's the smaller corner who I think is probably more ready to price slide inside and maybe start in the NFL right now in Robertson. And then Robinson is a guy that had ball production, the size you want, the speed you want, the physical profile that you want. Then maybe he doesn't start from day one, but you have all the tools that you would love for a guy that maybe you can develop for a year and then potentially as an NFL starter. And look at the two corners uh, that the Cowboys drafted. Both six one, both over two hundred pounds, both have length, both have speed. I mean, they're getting guys that have kind of check every box, and they might not be perfect in terms of technique. In terms of sometimes they'll make contact a little too early. But guys that get their hands on the football, they can have, they have that my ball mentality. They have the size, the speed. So really like what they're doing as they kind of reshape uh, that secondary. Not that I should be surprised because he went to Tulsa. Reggie Robinson hails from nearby Cleburne, Texas, ah, which is just city. south of just south of Fort Worth. So he's only an hour drive from the star anyway. Fun fact: he is deaf in his left ear. Huh. Interesting. So you want to keep his left ear to the sideline. Yeah, so I was gonna say maybe play, play him, him on the left a, side, a left corner. Yeah, yeah you yeah, want him put to him on the left. <laughs> you want to be able to so, hear the field, not the coaches. You can't hear the coaches yell at him. It's good. He also blocked a kick in all of his four years at Tulsa. Yep. Oh, okay. Two field goals. Two okay, KGs. John Fossil. Let's do something with that. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I mean, what? I've this is my sixth or seventh draft with DallasCowboys.com, and I can't remember a year where I was so happy slash not confused by all of the picks so far it was it also the draft going into it that you were maybe the most nervous about yes oh yeah for sure yes well i think i mean yes this is probably the most nervous because they had so much work to do but Mm -hmm. 2016 when you're at the top of the round every every round is nerve-wracking because i mean the magnitude of those picks i mean the debate about what they should have done at four was crazy so but yeah no you're right this has definitely been one of the more intriguing drafts i think they're killing it and they've done a nice job i mean four picks you've addressed two very heavily needed corners uh we we mentioned that as not just a a need but or not just a suggestion but a need in terms of grabbing multiple corners in this draft they've done it in the first four rounds you can kind of put that behind you and now try and go maybe get an edge rusher a safety or quarterback in the next couple of rounds. You could throw some interior offensive line in there. I was a little bit surprised that they didn't trade out of that pick. I'm glad they didn't because I like the pick. But I was at least thinking maybe conversations were going on at 123 with the the list of names that both Dane and Jeff were kind of going through to to talk about. It was it looked like it was something that could have helped them in terms of maybe acquiring a couple extra picks later on. I can't believe you were trying to bail on that pick, Kyle. They oh, stood darn. in there and they made an outstanding pick and they you were trying to bail. Well, sorry, I'm I'm learning from Captain Trade Down. Mm-hmm. I've I've spent too much time with you over the last couple of months. Just That's wait a, a hot second. Fifth round. We'll move back somewhere in the fifth. Let's take a keep a keep an eye on these four or five names we like, and if they're not there, then we'll start working. Last night I was the grouch uh from David Hellman's side of things in his coaching tree, and then now I'm I'm on the Jeff Cavanaugh side. Now you're a hater. That's oh, what it that's is. That's okay. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. No, I love the pickle. This is the 2020 NFL Draft with Jeff Kavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dave Hellman, 
Dane Brugler and Kyle Yeomans. Welcome back. It is the Dallas Cowboys teaching the rest of the NFL how to draft right now in the uh, 2020 NFL draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian brought us along with Dave Hellman, Dane Brugler, and Kyle Yeomans of DallasCowboys.com. It is the New York Jets on the clock at number 125 right now, but the Cowboys drafted Reggie Robinson the second out of Tulsa, a cornerback. So they've double-dipped at corner with Trayvon Diggs and Reggie Robinson. And it sure looks like they are sticking by their idea of sit there, watch the board, be patient. Steven was talking about this. Good things happen if you have the patience to just let them happen. And they have gotten all four guys for Dane Brugler and I believe for everybody, all four of their picks you would have rated higher as a prospect than the spot that they were selected. So the Cowboys are on a roll, Brian. Yeah, they are. And, you know, they, I, I go back to how we opened this draft with taking C.D. Lamb. You know, the momentum that you're able to, to build right there, you feel good. Now, I'm sure they'd have felt good about Chase on, but when you have a discussion and you say, let's just draft our board, that's when the tone was set. You know, when you make a pick, when there's a willingness to say, hey, let's take the best player on our stack. And now that's your mindset throughout the draft. I mean, that's, that's how you do this. That's how this works. And, and there, and the execution of the plan has been outstanding so far. Dane Brugler, Reggie Robinson, where did you have him on your, he was in your top 100? He was number 98. Uh, I really liked what he brings to the field uh, from a physicality standpoint. Uh, he's a long, good-sized athlete, uh, tested really well. And he was another one of those maybe late risers with what he did at the Senior Bowl, what he did at the Combine. And you talking to the coaches at Tulsa, they talked about how his confidence from his junior year to his senior year just shot up. Uh, a guy that really became more comfortable with what he was asked to do out there. Uh, he was always a special teams guy, always a guy. He, he would play a little safety, play a little corner. Yeah. Uh, but then as a senior, four interceptions, a guy that uh, he, he was among the league leaders in the AAC and passes defended with 17. So there are some undisciplined parts to his game. That's why we're talking about a fourth-round pick here. But the talent, the traits, that's, that's what you bet on here at the position. A smart player. He's dialed in. Love this pick. Love this addition for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, this guy's got some really good mirror skills, too. And, and Dane talked about it. You could see him play corner, man over, go over with, you know, kind of walk with guys. You could see him play in the slot some. I thought that if there was one thing that I kind of worried about him, is he's a little grabby in the way with his technique and stuff like that. But I think those are things you could kind of clean up with this kid. But he is long. He's a rangy looking. He's got that lean kind of a build to him on, on tape. But he'll throw his body around when he has to to make a play. So I, I like that about him as well. I think it's a great. I think it's a great pick in the fourth round when you're looking at the secondary and you grab somebody that matches what you would want in terms of the physical profile, the testable athleticism, the ball production in his final year at Tulsa, special teams ability. I think that that's just that, that's a, a really nice list of traits and boxes that you can check when you get into the fourth round. And for a guy that I think some people uh, would have had graded as high as the third round, there you go. Reggie Robinson, throw him in there with Trayvon Diggs. You get camp competition. You get new blood in there that's got fresh four-year contracts. Uh, and I just I don't I don't think you could say enough positive things about the Cowboys draft to this point. And they now, sorry, Jeff. I was saying we don't always do that. 
No, no, they definitely. I mean, seriously, this is even even the drafts that have gone well, they've they've tended to throw you some type of curveball that you weren't expecting for. So this is this is uncharted territory. No, I was just going to say, all of a sudden you got you have three cornerbacks under contract for 2021, and you know Anthony Man, Brown. That's nice. Yeah, veteran starter and Anthony Brown, and then two draft picks in the first four rounds, including, you know, you have high expectations for Robinson too, but especially Trayvon Diggs, you would assume can grow into a really quality starter. That's that's exciting given what it looked like 48 hours ago. And the cor- it hadn't been too long, and they rebuilt. I mean, think about where you were two years ago with your wide receiver group, and they thought they could do this thing by committee, and they went, whoops. All right, let's get Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup continues to mature. Whoops, here's CeeDee Lamb, and you rebuilt that. And now I think you're seeing the rebuilding of the secondary sort of on the fly in this draft. And they can still draft James Prochet in about an hour, so that's fun. Mm. You trying to bench CeeDee Lamb? (laughs) No, I'm not trying to bench CeeDee Lamb. I'm trying to have the best fourth receiver in the the league. You're trying to bench my guy Jarwin? And a good punt returner, no, by the way. Like, look, just this is a good thing. Stop. Okay. Go away. And, and real quick, we had two picks. Anthony McFarland, running back out of Maryland, goes to the Steelers. Yeah. James Morgan, quarterback. Yep. Going to the Jets. Who I I knew they liked him. I didn't know they liked him this early and ahead of a Jake Fromm. But so that was an interesting pick by the Jets to get uh, Morgan, their backup quarterback, this early in the fourth. Wow, so um, Jake Fromm probably didn't think that he would be still hanging around here as we work our way into the back half of the fourth round. Yeah, this were at pick 126, and this was a pick that belonged to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see Bill O'Brien, by the way, last yesterday lose his mind? He must have had oh, a trade yeah. with somebody, and he didn't get it done kind of a thing. Who I don't would have know if, thought that the yeah. person who made a mistake would have been yeah. Bill O'Brien? Well, he Bill O'Brien does get it. He, he makes a trade here with the Rams, and he drafts Charlie Heck. The tackle from North Carolina. Love that last name. What's his scouting report look like, Dane? Well, you know his dad, Andy Heck. Andy Heck, yep. yeah. For uh, offensive line coach, just won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs, uh, and he was a former first round pick uh, at a Notre Dame back in '89, I believe. Uh, he's not going to have that type of career as his dad. He's, I don't think he's he's as tough, but uh, former soccer player in high school who kind of grew into his body and became a tackle and. Um, just a solid player who's got the left tackle, right tackle versatility, and so I don't, I don't know he's going to be a starter, but he could be that swing backup that uh, a lot of teams value. So now we have the Philadelphia Eagles will be on the clock. NFC East is on the clock, and they've really upgraded their team this offseason. I think that their fan base is really upset about their draft based on looking at the internet. Um, people don't love what they did in the second round or the third round, but. I, Coming into the draft, I thought they'd had a really nice offseason, and so they are on the clock here at 127. Well, and they they snagged Jalen Rager, who was one of your favorite guys, Jeff. I like Rager. Our favorite guys, I think, as a, a wide receiver. I like Rager. Yep. It was right after that that they started breaking the draft. Although I get it. I mean, I, I saw I saw a lot of Eagle fans who were like, "Oh, they don't believe in you, Carson. This is dumb." And I was like, "No, they believe in that he is what he is, and that somebody might have to quarterback." Three to six games next year. That's not named Carson Wentz. So, well, and do you you introduce packages into your offense with a player like Jalen Hurts? You make the defense have to defend that, or at least plan to defend it. So, adding a Jalen Hurts, uh, even though that's is a little rich, 
If, if you have a plan for him, not only to be your backup and to be in the game if uh, your starter goes down, but to, you know, Taysom Hill, what he's doing in New Orleans. Uh, you know, we've seen it other places where you just bring in someone that's very different and force the defense to try and have to defend that. And with Jalen Hurts, it wouldn't be. With Taysom Hill, I feel like you can know, hey, 90% of the time, Taysom Hill, they're going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. 80, 90% of the time. With Jalen Hurts, I don't think it's the same thing. I think with Jalen Hurts, he can actually throw the ball near an NFL level, whether right. he could process and make a full field read, whatever, but he can throw it like a quarterback. And I don't even know if that's true of Taysom Hill, but Taysom's probably a better runner than Hurts, don't you think? Probably. I mean, Hurts, you're still going to be able to run some option plays and, you know, get him with his legs. I think, you know, in terms of the toughness, he can break tackles. Um, but, yeah, he's more of a 4-6 athlete. Taysom Hill's more of a 4-5 athlete. Um, but just to, just forcing the defense to defend a different style of player at the quarterback position i think that's that's kind of the key and that's rich in the second round so understand some of the frustration there from fans but coach peterson as long as you have a plan for him it might pay off with where they took him the eagles are going with clemson safety Kayvon wallace at 127 here and according to me at least that's pretty good value that's where i had him fourth round player and the eagles are going to take him there in the fourth round Kayvon and I got off to a rough start in film because I started with LSU, and it looked like they were asking him to cover Justin Jefferson some, and that wasn't working out well. But when you keep watching him, you can see you can see a better player than what I thought I was getting when I first started watching him. I think yeah, a lot of people's opinions of DBs in this class are tainted by that team. Oh, Sorry. yeah. Sorry about it. No, it's Incl- true. I mean, including no, Trayvon not. Diggs, for that matter. No, no, I'm not. But One thing about Wallace that stands out is one – He's got the perfect build for the safety position. I, I think he's got some uh, a little bit of length, even though he is just 5'11". I, I just think he looks the position on film. And then he's also consistent in tackling, too. He only missed six tackles last year, and that's something that stands out to me. We are at 128 with the Buffalo Bills. And before we get to their pick and keep rolling along with the NFL draft, the Cowboys' fourth-round pick, Reggie Robinson out of Tulsa, the cornerback, who we all we all like. We've got the secret audio. Here is Reggie Robinson getting the call, letting him know that he's a Dallas Cowboy. Hey, Reggie. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm happy to call and tell you you got your Cowboy star on your helmet. I do. We, uh, we're just turning your card in. Uh, you, uh, you had a great career up there, up there at Tulsa. Uh, but seriously, uh, congratulations. We're excited about it, and you're now going to be a Dallas Cowboy. We're picking you with this first pick today. We're picking you with the first pick. And uh, you had a lot of support. But I want to personally congratulate you. I hope uh, the NFL is as good to you as it's been to me. (laughs) So uh, uh, we're mighty proud of these Cowboys. I know uh, you will be, too, and give it everything you got. Yes, sir. I'm excited. Exactly. Well, great. Well, let's. I'm gonna have Coach Mike Reggie. I'm gonna have Coach Mike McCarthy. He's gonna come on and visit with. Congratulations. Hello, okay. Reggie. Doing? Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Congratulations, man. I tell you, and thank you. We're sitting there. We're sitting there holding our breath. We're so scared that we're gonna lose you. This is uh, this is a great fit for you, young man. And um, I just want to. Wish you and your family um, all the best today, and, and enjoy this. This is a great, this is a great moment for you, and um, and just as always, this is just the the start of a new beginning. So, 
Looking forward to working with you, young man. Yes, sir. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, you fat man. Congratulations. Welcome to Dallas. There you go. Reggie Robinson. Jerry gets more random by the day. <laughs> Reggie, hey, I, I thought... hope when you're done that you own an NFL team. My man. Yeah, Hall of Famer. I hope that you are a billionaire that owns a team and has a gold jacket Does and he... a yacht. But usually, didn't Jerry used to say, this is Jerry Jones? Yeah, th- it yeah, sounded yeah, like he didn't know it first. Reggie's like, I'm a cowboy? What? No, that was amazing. That's my that new favorite. Awesome. When he goes, he's like, you got a star on your helmet. He's like, I do? I do. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Did he also call Tulsa Tulsi? Yes. Yes, he went with Tulsi. Yes. As long as we're dissecting this, I thought Mike was going to drop the old Jason Garrett, it's a great day for you, but it's a great day for us. I'm glad he cut himself off there. Mike sounded extremely excited to have that pick. We're terrified we're going to lose you. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Keep picking from the top of the board, Cowboys. I promise it's going to work out great. The New York Jets are on the clock at 129. We'll talk about what happened at 128 and keep going in this draft. You're listening to the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. And as we are clear on the fan side of things and now back on DallasCowboys.com, I don't have what happened at 128. Anybody want to fill me in? My TV's a little behind. Yeah, that was uh, Gabriel Davis, the wide receiver, went there. So the uh, the Buffalo Bills took uh, took him. That's a little surprising. or Not surprising, actually. I mean, the Bills added... Uh, uh, now a brother of a Dallas Cowboy, Stephon Diggs, in the offseason. Needed a little bit of wide receiver help. What do you think about that pick, Dane? Uh, I think it's right around where I, I thought he would be going, uh, early to mid-fourth. Uh, he is not going to blow by you with just speed, but he is really good down the field. He can locate. He's got length. He can high point well. Um, so a guy that's not going to create a ton of separation unless he's uh, operating a double move. But down the field, he can hurt you. Yeah, he's a deep threat more than he is underneath, isn't he? Because he, he had right. 16 deep receptions, 620 deep yards, both of those fourth in the country or fourth in the draft class, rather. Yeah, but I, the thing about him is, though, I did see some this guy. He can extend, but it's yep. not always a clean catch with him, mm. you know. And that, and that's the thing. I mean, it's a bigger guy. I thought he could work pretty well in those tight areas. You can see him with the slants, the screens. Dane's right about the tracking stuff like that. The initial quickness, he did get out the, you know, I do like how he could separate off the jump. And that was something that I really, I noticed though. And not afraid to carry those routes inside the red zone. I saw him having some productive plays there. Uh, and you know, he also was a decent blocker when this, when the ball came into the outside, he was willing to kind of show up and, and do those kinds of things. You throw on the Stanford tape and a lot of people like Paulson Adebo, the corner there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not one of them, but Gabriel Davis had his way. Uh, with the deep up and down the fields, really productive game for him, and he, the the production week in week out. I think that's what you look to and say, okay, this guy could be a, a productive downfield threat for us. Gabriel Davis out of UCF. I like the way that he fights with his hands with corners too. I think he's very active and very handsy and physical when he needs to be. Uh, much like what we talked about him being a deep threat. Now, Jets are on the clock at 129. Y'all are going to have to fill me in because, like I said, I'm a little bit behind here. Yeah, I got an eye of, on it for you there, Kyle. But then we've got the Jets, the Vikings, and then the Cardinals. These are all three traded picks from previously in the weekend. The Jets acquired 129 from Baltimore. The Vikings took 130 from New, uh, New Orleans, rather. Right. And then 131, the Cardinals took it from Houston. Now, uh, that by the way, that Houston pick was uh, involved in the DeAndre Hopkins trade, this 131 
coming up, and that's just kind of interesting to think about. Uh, but with the Jets, they, they've had a pretty solid little draft so far. We were talking about it earlier and kind of some of those prospects that they've come up with uh, in their first couple of picks. They most recently took James Morgan, the quarterback, out of FIU, somebody I know that we kind of had tabbed as a guy that we wanted to fall to the Cowboys, but they took him. This is their third pick of the round already, and they took LaMichael P. Ryan, the running back out of Florida, earlier on the in the third as well, or in the fourth, rather. Trying to look ahead here to the Vikings, who also haven't traded a ton of those picks yet. They had 13 picks to start the day, most of those coming up in the next couple of moments. Uh, any just surprise make, that we haven't seen any wheeling and dealing with them yet? Make them all. Just make Just, just, just make it. all 13 picks. Just we'll have just have a crowded fun. camp. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Just you, you got to sign undrafted free agents anyway. Just don't do it. Throw a bunch of them to the draft board, huh? Yeah, it's a, it's it'll be funny. The Jets pick will be in, and we'll get on the second when we get back. Cameron Clark. From- the 2020 NFL Draft continues on DallasCowboys.com and 105.3 The Fan. Here we go. We are still rocking and rolling in round four of the NFL Draft. It is Jeff Cavanaugh and Brian Broaddus of 105.3 The Fan, alongside Dave Hellman, Dane Brugler, Kyle Yeomans of DallasCowboys.com. Together, we are Captain Draft. Wait, with our powers combined, we are Captain Draft. The Minnesota Vikings are on the clock. Brian, did you have a quick reset of the last uh, pick or couple of picks yeah, for us? Gabriel Davis, the wide receiver from Central Florida, went to the Minnesota, uh, excuse me, to the Buffalo Bills at 128. And then the New York Jets just selected Cameron Clark. Is that right? The tackle from Charlotte? Charlotte. Yeah. So two Charlotte players going wow. to this draft. How about was, that? Was Charlotte really good? We might have another one. No, they one were not. The, they've got oh. a running back that's got a chance later on. Um, and Cameron Clark, I, I mentioned how I wrote this article for The Athletic about my favorite uh, players day three. And Cameron Clark was my favorite tackle here on day three. Throw on the Clemson tape and, and tell me this guy can't play. Uh, he has... Inside-outside versatility, uh, good length. Uh, he can latch on and drive defenders. Uh, moves pretty well. So uh, like this pick here with Cameron Clark as a, as a future tackle guard in the NFL. Why wasn't Charlotte good? Uh, they were pretty good. I mean, they weren't bad. Okay. They, they weren't terrible. No, no. I mean, they, they weren't competitive against Clemson, but in, at that level of play, they, they did uh, pretty solid. Minnesota Vikings on the clock. They'll be followed by the Arizona Cardinals and then the Minnesota Vikings, who have used one pick today, which according to my math means they have 12 left. And there he goes, James Lynch out of Baylor, who Hmm. incredibly productive at Baylor in terms of sacks and tackle for loss. But then you look at him and you say, okay, but what are you? Are you a 4-3 defensive end? Am I moving you inside to tackle? Are you a 3-4 defensive end? But Baylor's... James Lynch, the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, is a Minnesota Viking. Yeah, and they're and then on the screen they're listing him as a defensive tackle. Makes so maybe sense. the Vikings turned the card three in technique. as a three technique player. So Makes you know, sense. that's uh, that's uh, like Mike Mike uh, Zimmer. You know those guys they do a nice job up there with those defensive players. You watch those guys. Minnesota has always had a great history of defensive linemen. I mean, I go back to my days in Green Bay having to deal with the John Randalls and. And those cats, uh, Dolman, Chris Dolman, all that. So, uh, Mike Zimmer continued adding defensive pieces, guys that are that high effort, high motor types of players. Uh, James Lynch, he was he was one of my top rated guys left 
uh, on my board in that round. So I'm glad to see him go to a place where they'll they'll use him the right way. They need some defensive line help too. I, I Shamar Steven, is that their defensive? I believe he line would be a right starter now? right now. He was probably your starter at tackle, right? So, I mean, I'm not saying that Lynch is going to come in and start over him, but the fact that you're able to find a value like that here in the fourth, and maybe that's why they haven't been trading away from one of their 13 picks today, is the fact that they think they can find some of that value with a guy like Lynch who continues to produce even though maybe the tools aren't necessarily there. So I want to go back to the Cowboys really quick because we got a tweet from uh, Tanner Carlson. This He went to Broadus and Hellman and I and – he says, don't get me wrong, I love what the boys have done through four rounds, but does this imply that they're confident with Alden Smith and Randy Gregory and maybe Crawford on the edge opposite Demarcus Lawrence? And I would start with, I think they're just picking from the top of the board. That's, mm-hmm. I, yeah. it, That's you no, it, I feel like everybody tries to dissect that and say, oh, well, this must, you know, somebody said that after they picked Lamb over Chase on. They were like, well, this must mean Jerry's got some intel about Alden Smith and Randy Gregory. I was like, no, they just wanted the best player. That's all it means. And, yeah, they, they have not addressed the right defensive end spot, and that's troubling, but they had a lot of stuff to do. They probably, you know, the odds that they were going to make you feel better about every trouble spot were slim anyway, um, which, you know, that's a separate conversation about whether they did enough in free agency, but... I don't think they've made a wrong decision with the options that were in front of them yet. I, I mean, look, I'm as big an LSU homer as there is. I'd much rather have C.D. Lamb than Caleb on Jason. Um, so it is what it is, and that's that's going to be something they're going to have to deal with, whether it's Alden Smith and Randy Gregory or Tyrone Crawford, or maybe they try to add a guy after the draft. I don't know, but I will take the results that have come through even if it means they haven't addressed the right end there, There's questions I, around the league. I've heard more questions about, about you talk about reinstatement, that a better chance that Alden Smith gets reinstated before Randy Gregory. We yeah, have, I've heard that too. We have a guest, gentlemen. Reggie Robinson, cornerback out of Tulsa. The Cowboys' fourth-round pick is with us now. First of all, Reggie, congratulations from the home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Congratulations and welcome to the Cowboys. And thank you. I might say it feels great to be a cowboy. So I'm sorry, but we got the we have the audio. We get the secret audio of the phone call when you get welcomed to the team. We didn't hear Jerry introduce himself. When did you know you were actually a cowboy? Because he said you have a star on your helmet, and you said I do. I was gonna I. Like, I first got a call, and I heard a feminine voice, and I was like, okay, I'm going to say, what's happening here? And then, like, I thought I heard, like, one other voice, and then I heard him, and I was like, oh, like, I, I recognized his voice immediately, but I was just, like, in shock. Like, I didn't know, like, what exactly to say. Like, I was like, I've never been in situations. I was just sitting there, I was like, uh, I do, like, I was just, I didn't know what to say, honestly. How much uh, communication did you have with the Cowboys leading up to the draft? Because we've been watching them draft here. And all four rounds, it's been a guy that we think has to be sitting right at the top of their board that they've picked. How much How much uh, interaction did you have with the coaching staff and with Jerry and all those guys? Honestly, like, I've had, like, minimum, like, the Cowboys probably were, like, the least amount of contact I had with, like, any team. I was say, but I heard, like, I heard a lot from, like, my position coach back at my college that they were asking about me a lot. But me, like, hearing from them, I didn't hear from them, like, I hear from them a lot during this process. 
You know, I was going to ask you, Reggie, how's, how's this, it's, this is all new, this virtual drafting to us. I mean, the way we're trying to cover this, how has it been for you? And you talked about meeting with teams and stuff like that, or uh, the video conferencing stuff. How different is it not to have a pro day and, and have to go through all this process? Are you, are you glad it's, it's, I'm sure you're glad it's over going with the Cowboys, but was it, was it tougher than you thought it was going to be? Oh man, I'm about to say, I didn't know what to expect. I've always heard things like having like to go out to like work out with teams like that. And I mean, like it was kind of difficult, like with all this, uh, this pandemic going around, like it, it was difficult with like the phone calls and stuff like that. I had to make sure my Wi-Fi was good. Just, like, and then like getting all these calls and stuff, like, you know, getting like a, a face-to-face thing. Yeah, it, I felt like it was pretty difficult. Yeah. Hey Reggie, you hear the, the reaction of the family behind you. And, and of course you're, a Texas high school football product coming out of Cleburne. Are you in Cleburne? And, and what was that moment like with your family overall? I was about to say, it was, it was amazing. I was about to say, I'm, I'm currently in Cleburne, Texas. So I was like, I, like my family, they started screaming in the background before it popped up on TV and stuff like that. I got, I got the call. I all like, they, they saw me. They're like, who's that? Who's that? I'm over here just walking in and shaking. Uh, and they just started screaming. <laughs> Cleburne, so he's probably locked into 105.3 The Fan right now. Make sure you have that radio turned down so that you can hear us well. It's very, very important. Is this where you? Is this about where you thought you guys thought that you were going to be drafted? Is it higher? Is it lower? Because I think as our five-man panel who all watched the tape and put in the work and the Cowboys sounded like they were holding their breath and pleasantly surprised, is this about where you thought that you went or earlier or later? I was like, this is honestly exactly where I thought I would like go. I, I heard like fourth round for the most part all through this process. So hearing it in this round was just amazing. Hey Reggie, you know, congrats obviously, but you know, real quick, like Jeff said, I mean, we we watched the tape, but what do we know? Why not hear it from the horse's mouth? So, real quick, give us a scouting report on yourself. What do you think is the best part about your game? Maybe what do you think you need to work on heading up to the next level? Man, I feel like. Like I incorporate every every strength that I have into my game. So my length, my um size, my physicality, my speed. I feel like I use all of that when I incorporate my game. I use everything at my disposal. And I feel like some of the things I need to work on is probably like my pad level. But I really I get sometimes high in my um transitions. So I feel like those things I need to work on and everything else gonna come together. Well, Reggie, congratulations. Welcome to the Cowboys and we'll be pulling for you. Thank you. There he goes. It's the latest Dallas Cowboy, Reggie Robinson, the fourth-round pick. And we continue on here in the NFL draft with the Atlanta Falcons at number 134. Did I miss any picks while we were talking to Reggie? I'm sure he's locked in yeah, the broadcast in Cleburne. I was, did Minnesota, anybody get Minnesota's pick at 132? Troy, Troy Dye Troy from Dye. Oregon. Okay, Troy Dye. We have Rashard Lawrence yeah, at Rashard And Rod Short. Yeah, okay, I got LSU that LSU pick number 12. They are two away from tying the record. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna set the record, Dane. We're gonna set it. Was okay last year. Probably they had a decent year. I I always said that last year's LSU team pretty decent, pretty decent squad. (laughs) You know what? This is Brian. How many drafts is this for you? Uh, I've been doing since ninety two. 1992. I mean, it's a lot. I can't. can't, Yeah, twenty. What is that? How many? How many drafts is that? Since nineteen, I've been drafting. It doesn't matter. I mean. It's just 28. 28 drafts, yeah. It's easy to get cynical and you want the best players and who knows how many of these guys are going to be good, but it really never gets old. Like, you know, this, this guy lives an hour south of DFW. 
You have to wait till Saturday. You have no idea where you, I mean, you might wind up in Minnesota or Arizona and then, you know, the team from 80 miles away gives you a call and now you're a Dallas Cowboy. And regardless of how good he is, his life will never be the same one way or the other. And that's just, it just never gets old. It's really cool. Back in 2009, I delivered phone books in Cleburne, Texas, and I got to tell you, it's always had a soft place in my heart since then, so I'm excited about this Reggie Robinson. Life before radio was rough, guys. I was going to say, Jeff, you have have lived several lives before you became the drive-time voice of DFW. Probably dropped a phone book on Reggie's family's front porch. Well, no, I was throwing him very recklessly out of the truck, so he probably had to walk a ways to get it. Jalen Hawkins, safety out of California, goes to the Atlanta Falcons at 134. Dane, was that your wow? Yeah, that was a lot earlier than I thought we'd see Hawkins go. Um, I grade him as a borderline draft pick, but uh, Falcons, they don't care what I think. They don't uh, care. No, they, they don't, don't care, care what any of us think. <laughs> uh, Jalen Hawkins, 6'1", uh, 210 pounds. Uh, really physical, really well built. Uh, coming into Cal, they didn't know if he was going to be a receiver or is he going to be a corner. Uh, they moved, they moved him to corner, had an injury, then they moved him to safety and had a solid career. I just, you know, I don't know that the athletic traits are necessarily there. I think he can, he has the instincts. I think he can read and make plays when he's in position, but he struggles to recover, doesn't have the pursuit speed where he's going to necessarily, uh, you know, make up a false step. So I think he's a special teamer who, if you're relying on him to be on your defense, I think you might be in trouble. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock at number 135 now. So far in this draft, they've taken Chase Claypool, the oversized wide receiver out of Notre Dame. They've taken Alex Highsmith, the edge out of Charlotte, and Anthony McFarland, the running back out of Maryland. So it's Pittsburgh back on the clock. Could go a number of directions. It gets really hard to predict who people are going to pick because you're not really sure what they're drafting for at this point, except for the Dallas Cowboys who are drafting the best players available, so they are easy to predict. So we will see what goes on with Pittsburgh here, and the Cowboys won't be picking again for quite a while until we get into the fifth round, unless they decide to make some moves. So the last few picks off of the board, we had Cameron Clark, the offensive tackle out of Charlotte to the Jets at 129, Baylor's James Lynch to the Vikings at 130, Rashard Lawrence, defensive tackle LSU, went to the Cardinals at 131. Troy Dye, linebacker Oregon to the Vikings. Colby Parkinson, tight end Stanford, goes to the Seahawks at 133. And the Falcons, Dane said, made a terrible pick on Jalen Hawkins, a safety out of Cal. Yeah, I I just reached out. It's funny, I I did a text to a couple different teams because I'm concerned about Weaver. You know, I I know uh, what's going on there. But both times, it's funny, one one team goes, there's not anything there, and but they said bad body. I wrote that in my notes, and he, I was so he, surprised that Dane was willing to say it out loud. Like no, the build, you were like, he yeah, looks like he's not I, in I, I texted two different, two different medical departments that I know, and I said, any medical concerns on this Weaver kid? And and one of the guys said, no, nothing. And the other guy said, no, nothing. And then, but just bad body concern. You know, that's that's maybe maybe the maybe how he looks or or his overall physical health could be an issue there. But I was just curious. I I wanted to reach out and and see because he's a guy that's going to probably be on our board as we swing through this draft. And all of a sudden he'll get picked 
but then you'll, you you want to know why. If you have a you know a fourth round grade on a guy or we'll third round grade, you want to know third. why. Yeah, you want to know why. Let's get him picked in the fifth. Yeah. There's a couple names like that that are still kind of sticking out around. Prince Tega is still out there. Yeah, Nick exactly. Harris is there. Hunter Bryant. and uh, I mean, I know Harrison Bryant went, but Hunter Bryant's still on the board. Uh, Bryce Hall, the corner out of Virginia. Whoa. And, Dane, we haven't talked about this guy yet, but I, I, I tabbed him as one of the late-round favorites to maybe replace uh, Travis Frederick with that interior offensive line. But Natani Muti out of mm. Fresno State, how do you feel about him? Because I was a lot higher on him than I think most. Well, talent-wise, the top 50 pick. But mm-hmm. it's, the medicals are disastrous, um, and that's just the issue with him, unfortunately. And really, when we look at the board, uh, that's where we are, where we have a lot of these players who you just worry about the medical situations. Bryce Hall uh, is on that list. Tega Winagu is on that list. I think that's where we're starting to wonder about Amik Robertson. Is that groin injury that kept him out of the combine, is that something that's maybe a little more serious than we're talking about? And we actually just had our first non-combine combine invite off the board kevin dotson guard drafted to the steelers nice and now we'll have the uh, los angeles rams on the clock at 136 we'll come back with that pick jacksonville kansas city as we work our way through the end of the fourth round here you're listening to the 2020 nfl draft on 105.3 the fan and dallascowboys.com and as we continue here at pick 136 the rams on the clock they get this pick from miami um, now Los Angeles back on the clock after you said Kevin Dotson went. Like I said, I'm a little bit behind here on my my sheets. Yeah. Dotson's Kevin off Dotson. to Pittsburgh. Yes, that's who who went to Pittsburgh. You've got the Rams, the Jags, Chiefs, Raiders are the next four up here for the the round four. We're almost getting into comp pick territory. We've got three picks until the Raiders do kick off the compensatory picks here for round four. Then we're into round five. Cowboys picking at 164. Oh, that's such a long wait. It is a long wait. Trade up. That's not how it works, whoa, Dave. Whoa, whoa. Did you just say trade up? I thought you're stay I'm, put guy. I am. No, you're right. I am. I just I okay. just want I, I want action. <laughs> I just want picks. I want players. Sounds like a degenerate gambler. Yeah. I, I mean, hey, they're nailing all our like they're nailing all the picks. They're getting all the players we like. So. Curtis Weaver's going to make it all the way there, Dave. And you're going to take Curtis Weaver off the top of the board. See, or you're going to take our, James Prochet or K.J. Hill or Antonio Gandy-Golden. It's mm-hmm. funny. I mean, I, you know, it. I, I don't like Curtis Weaver. But, I mean, at this point. You do now. Yeah, I, I do now. <laughs> you're right. I mean, at, Well, at him or Nye. Who would you take between him or an eye? I had them I both in the third, and I had Weaver I, just ahead of an eye. I like an eye. I think I would take body better. I would take an eye. I think I would too. I like and Weaver's. Dave smiling because he'd take Weaver. Well, Weaver's. Right? We, I mean, look at the production, and then look at the three cards. I had Seven Weaver. Flat. I had Weaver over an eye too. I do too. And I don't even like. I don't even like Weaver, but I, I would take him because you just look at the production that he had. That. Uh, it does, uh, you know, bad body, uh, not a great athlete. Like I said, there's a reason he did not run the 40 yard dash at the combine. Um, it, but you look at the production, he had at least 13 tackles for loss each of the last three years. 34 sacks. That's a Mountain West record. No one's ever had more sacks in the Mountain West Conference. So the way he can use his hands, the juice that he brings off the edge, I'm going to bet on that at this point in the draft. Take that, Tank. You get no record. Rams take Bryson Hopkins from Purdue. Ah, tight tight in. Hey, that's where I had him. Fourth round. Winner mm-hmm. for me. Still no Harrison Bryant. I wonder if uh, do you think no Harrison are, Bryant's off the or board. Excuse no, me, Hunter, Hunter Bryant. Other Hunter Bryant. Bryant. Other, other H Bryant. 
I, his medicals are, are really bad. So you, I, it's you, another guy that you just – I mean, on talent, I don't know. I, I struggle with him because he's not going to give you anything as a blocker. Um, and he ran a 4-7 at the Combine. So what is he? Uh, mm-hmm. Is he a slot receiver? Is he – Yeah, he's a big slot. Know, but a 4-7 that though? runs a 4-7. Yeah, so. I, Harrison Harrison Bryant ran that too, but I'm, I trusted the tape that I, I still like him as a big slot. And you could play Harrison Bryant in line; he'd have a better chance than right. Hunter Bryant. Right. But you also throw in the medicals with Bryant. He's got a back. He's got a knee. Um, you know, it's something that just uh, I think worries some teams. When do we start looking at linebackers for maybe the Cowboys come round five? Because Troy dies now off the board. You've got Marcus Bailey out there from Purdue, a That's guy my that guy. I, know, I know we've kind of highlighted on the show before. Jacob, or excuse me, Jacob Phillips is off the board. Shaquille Quarterman out there. I mean, there's some options at linebacker if you wanted to add some depth. Why is he your guy, uh, Dave? Because I love, uh, I love, I love buying low on on good players like that. I mean, you know, I know he's got medicals. I know, Two ACLs. You know, yeah, ACLs. Yeah. And, but you know, ACLs, ACLs in 2020 are nothing. You just, you know, you hop into the operating room and get that fixed and you're fine. And, uh, I just, you know, I like what I watch. He's active. He seems smart and instinctual. Um, it just seems, it, it seems like it would be a bargain for where you would get him, assuming he lasts that long. I mean, I think yeah. I even, I wrote this, I wrote, you know, I did a mock draft and I wrote about him. And I, I hate to compare him to a guy like Sean Lee, but that's what it reminds me of is, you know, Sean Lee probably would have been a first round pick if not for the medicals. He falls to the second. Bailey, I don't know, where, where does Bailey go if he's completely healthy? He goes somewhere top 100. When I was working yeah. on in the summer, when I was doing my top 10 at every position kind of going into the year, um, I, I had Marcus Bailey as my fifth best linebacker, uh, behind Dylan Moses and Isaiah Simmons and that group. So I liked him quite a bit. And then he had the ACL in September. Uh, it was the other knee. So he had an yeah. ACL now to both knees. Yeah. Uh, something that uh, he's moving around now just fine, but you do worry about long-term durability. I just like to buy low and sell high. So low risk, high reward. The 2020 NFL Draft continues on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Welcome back. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock at pick number 137 at the end of the fourth round here. The Dallas Cowboys so far in this draft. Uh, they've been the best. They've been the best. CeeDee Lamb fell in their lap in the first round. Trayvon Diggs fell in their lap in the second round. It's Neville Gallimore in the third round and in the fourth round. It's Reggie Robinson, who I think we'll be hearing that it was the same sort of thing where they were watching their board and like, please, please, please. And he makes it to them and they make the pick. So they've double dipped at corner. And now Jacksonville has taken Josiah Scott, cornerback Michigan State, uh, right here at pick number 137. You which liked him, Jeffrey, didn't you? I did like him. Dane, is this about where you had Josiah Scott, too? He's another one of those guys that's your undersized guy that you figure is going to have to be a slot guy in the NFL. But I did like him as a fourth or fifth round guy. I liked him in the third. I was a big fan of mm. Josiah Scott. Undersized, like you said, 5'9", buck 85. But he ran the four four twos. Um, size is what you worry about because he doesn't have the length. But foot quickness, he can mirror and match. Uh, he's not afraid to get a little physical at the line of scrimmage. So as long as you're okay with uh, the lack of size, I don't know if you're going to play him as a nickel inside, but he can uh, – his teammates call him the gnat. 
for a reason because he just will annoy receivers and does not let up. So there's pretty good value here at this point for Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville's done a nice job adding uh, some depth on both sides of the ball so far. So I had Scott as the very top of the fourth round, right ahead of Troy Pride Jr. and Ojemudia and Darnay Holmes, guys that went before him. So I'm with you, Dane. I think that is a nice pick for Jacksonville. They seem to be another one of the teams that perhaps is staying pretty true to, hey, what's on the board? How high do we have him? Uh, is he totally blocked on our team? And if not, let's go ahead and take him. So Josiah Scott, Michigan State goes to Jacksonville. When we talked about how Jacksonville two years ago, you looked at their cornerback depth chart, it might be one of the best in the mm-hmm. league. Now it's depleted, but first round they go C.J. Henderson. Now here in the fourth they get Josiah Scott. So they're doing a nice job rebuilding that cornerback depth chart and uh, trying to build it back up, get it back to uh, – they're not going to get to where it was with uh, you know Jalen Ramsey leading the way, but uh, at least better than it was a couple of days ago. For as horrid of an offseason as Jacksonville has had, they've done a nice job. You mentioned C.J. Henderson. They also were the team that ended up drafting Caleb on chase on. You go out and get LaVishka Chenault in the, the second round, Devin Hamilton in the third, Ben Barch and Josiah Scott here in the fourth. So I, overall with a draft class, I'm pretty happy with that if I'm the Jags. Agree. And yeah, they're adding some depth pieces. And, you know, it's all going to come down to Gardner Minshew. And that's mm-hmm. going to be uh, whether or not the, uh, the Jaguars have a, a winning record in 2020. But they could put themselves in a position through this draft where – uh, even if Gardner Minshew's not the guy, they enter next offseason as maybe a quarterback away from really competing with the way they can build this roster. So now it's the Kansas City Chiefs on the clock. In Kansas City, first round, they took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the LSU running back, Willie Gay Jr., the linebacker in the second round, and Lucas Nyang. How do you say that? Nyang. TCU, Nyang. offensive tackle. And now it is the Minnesota Vikings on the board. Uh, no, it's Kansas City. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're showing Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Which threw me off on the TV. They're showing their picks. Kansas City Chiefs on the board. We just ran down their picks. They have two picks remaining. They got this one, and then they have the 32nd pick in the fifth round. So it is Kansas City, and that pick is in, and we are waiting to hear what it is. Can we get a reset of the big board, Dane, with your uh, best players available? Well, it's still uh, Curtis Weaver leading the way. Uh, Boise State Edge, then Jake Fromm from Georgia, Amik Robertson from Louisiana Tech, which there must be something going on injury-wise. I reached out for that one, Dane. Okay, let us know. I will Uh, do that. Take Winago, same thing. He's dealing with a knee. Uh, Wasn't able to be at the Senior Bowl or working at the Combine. Mm -hmm. Bryce Hall, another medical guy. Bradley Anai, edge rusher from Utah, who... Short-armed, 4'9 athlete, but the guy produces. Um, Nick Harris, undersized center from Washington. And then K.J. Hill, the receiver from Ohio State, who's a 4'6 athlete, but reliable, and especially at a slot where he has the ball skills uh, to make those errant passes into completions. If he goes somewhere that doesn't have an established receiver chart, K.J. Hill, he's going to start. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It's, I mean, it's too, he's not, it's him and Terry McLaurin aren't comparable players, but it's hard not to think about the fact that McLaurin did the same thing in Washington. I think KJ Hill and James Prochet, it's kind of similar in that, by the way, Legereus Sneed is the safety out of Louisiana Tech is going to go to the Kansas City Chiefs here. But KJ Hill and James Prochet are those guys that it's like, all right, they didn't test well. They're not the biggest guy. They're not a great athlete. 
But what they will do is they'll get open and they'll catch the ball. So I think those are the two guys at receiver that are still left. They're going to make a slot that is going to make somebody happy with the value that they're going to get when they pick them here in the fourth or fifth or for Prochet, maybe even later. But K.J. Hill might have been the most consistently impressive receiver at the Senior Bowl. And that's, I mean, that's a group that had Mims. Yeah, I was about to say him and Mims uh, would probably be right there. I mean, I'm drawing a blank on how many good, you know, Duvernay was there. He just he made everybody Playpool. look he made everybody look silly. His route running was so impressive. How yeah, many of you yeah, guys the value with him? How many of you guys had Legarius Sneed going before his teammate Amik Robertson? Did not. No, not no, me. I did. But when you look at what some teams value uh, with size, because Legarius Sneed is six one and he he had a fantastic combine four three seven forty one inch vert. And this is a guy who's played corner, played safety. Uh, I think he's a better corner, personally. We'll have to see where the Chiefs view him. Ah, here's your Raiders. Really productive, eight interceptions. Robinson goes to the Raiders. Ah. Amik Robinson goes to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Back-to-back Louisiana Tech DBs. It's all the value there. Yeah. The the small schools in Louisiana are showing out in this draft. Tech and Ulala have gotten multiple guys drafted. Both that for Louisiana, uh, Lafayette, it was the offensive line, two of them. And for Louisiana Tech, it's the secondary. And Amik Robertson at this point, I think that's a steal because on tape, that looks like a guy that, I mean, he, he, he wasn't afraid of how little he was even playing outside at Louisiana Tech. And I got to figure that in the NFL, people are going to move him to the inside. But the ability to mirror and be tough and tackle and contest and make it tough on you to complete passes, I think Amik Robertson's going to be a great pick in the fourth if I If I told you that three years from now he's the better corner for the Raiders and Damon Arnett, it wouldn't be a shock. Uh, he mm. has that type of abilities, and he, they got him here. At 139, so pretty impressive haul here in the in the fourth round. John Simpson, Amik Robertson, both third round talents, in my opinion. I hope there aren't any Raider fans on the broadcast because I would be absolutely sick to hear somebody <laughs> who knows as much as Dane say that uh, my fourth round pick might be better than my top twenty pick. It's, it's possible when you look at uh, these two guys, oh, and I think oh, I trust offer. you, Dane. I trust you implicitly, but uh, that it would be. That would make me want to throw up if I was a Raider fan. Now, in talking about Robertson, I, I hope somebody asked this question today during the press conference, but I want to see if the decision for the Cowboys at 123 came down to Robinson, who they ended up picking, Reggie Robinson from Tulsa, or Amik Robertson. I wonder if he was high on that board or if that was even in the conversation. Two smaller school corners that that could make an impact and and build up to what is starting potential and i think that would be a tough decision for a team i think you're looking at amik robertson i think is probably the better player to help you contribute right away but robinson has the better measurables where you Mm -hmm. feel like he's able to play outside and uh, you can project what he can bring as being more valuable so i think that's an interesting debate in a room but i don't i would definitely not blame the cowboys for going the route of The six one guy with the ball production and the athleticism. I think either way you'd have gone there, I'd have been a happy camper. I agree. And I just I'm I see those two guys and they're right next to each other on my board in terms of corners and the fact that they're both from small schools. They both look great on film and I like the the overall build that they end up having for the position. I just thought maybe at least that would be a conversation that I would have if it came down to those two guys. I think I would have. St- 
still gone with the the potential of Reggie like the Cowboys ended up doing. But I think at least uh, Amika had to be in that that room and uh, that room of thought. All right, guys, we have a special guest joining us on the broadcast here on 105.3 The Fan, your home of the Cowboys and DallasCowboys.com. Secondary coach for the Cowboys, Al Harris, is joining us. How you doing, coach? Welcome to the broadcast. Good, man. How you guys doing? We're doing great, and congratulations. It sounds like you are getting a lot of help and a lot of guys to work with here with Trayvon Diggs and then Reggie Robinson, two guys that everybody on this broadcast was a big fan of. So, you have got a couple of guys that probably fell in your lap and you guys might have been holding your breath on to see if they'd make it to your picks. So congratulations on getting them. Man, thank you. I think uh, Will, um, the scouting department, Coach McCarthy, everybody's uh, did a really great job, you know, with the way that things have been going with the pandemic um, of get, getting guys scouted and, you know, getting the guys that we wanted. Now, how much of the uh, how much of the tape work are you involved in? How familiar are you with both Trayvon and Reggie? And what are some of the things that you like about them? Uh, watched both of them. Really good athletes. Um, I've watched them, and Coach Linkwood says watching them. Um, you know, we cross reference on both of the guys, but um, uh, really good athletes. Long the type of the type of corners that we're looking for, big bodies that can run. You know, uh, coach, when, when, when you, when the traits you're talking about for these kids, though, and you coach these guys, I mean, you, you talk about Diggs, the program, the Alabama program that he came from, Nick Saban, he's going to coach those guys hard. You played in this league a long time, though. Are those the types of traits, I mean, for both these guys that, you know, when you're saying, hey, when I, when I want a corner, these are the types of guys that, that I want to, I want to be coaching and I want to play with on my defense? Yes. I'm a, I'm a fan of the bigger guys. Um, simply being, if you look at the wide receiver trend nowadays, receivers aren't getting smaller. They're getting bigger and they're getting faster. You know, so you've you got to get guys that can get up there and disrupt and can run and keep up with them down the field for the 50-50 balls, the jump balls. You know, a lot of times you get smaller corners that are fast and quick, but now once you get downfield, you know, you're giving up the, the 50-50 balls, the jump balls, or you're getting out-body, out-muscled by a bigger receiver. So to combat that, you know, you go and get bigger, bigger defenders. It's Al Harris, Cowboys assistant secondary coach with us. And I know you've been coaching for a while now, what, since 2012, 2013. How, how much different is that from being able to go line up and, and try to stop a guy from catching it to trying to show others the way to do it? Oh, it's a lot different. <laughs> it's a lot different. Mindset's different. Um, but, you know, the overall message isn't different. Whether you're playing or you're coaching, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the overall message is the same. Contest the throws and compete. All right. Al, oh, go ahead, oh, Dave. No, I'm just curious. Al, you know, I think obviously Trayvon Diggs is he's the big top 50 draft pick. But I'm curious just – Kind of, it seems like kind of a parallel between you and Reggie Robinson. Obviously, you were a later round draft pick that went on to have a really successful NFL career. What can you impart on a guy like that in terms of, you know, you're not you're not a top fifty draft pick. What do you need to do to uh, to rise up the ranks and and make this a lengthy career? Well, my, my whole thought process, whether you're a top fifty draft pick or the last draft pick. Just get your foot in the door. Once you're in the door, now your film speaks for itself. So once you're in the door, 
now you can you control what whatever happens from here on out by your preparation and your work ethic. Just being a pro. It's Cowboys assistant secondary coach Al Harris with us. Which Cowboy receiver do you think you'd have the best chance to cover one on one right now? <laughs> oh man. Um and we're no, talking no, we're talking top of the depth chart. You got to cover either yeah, CD. No, really, 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 I didn't have to think long. I, I couldn't cover any of them, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I will. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations on the new additions, and we'll look forward to seeing what you can do with these guys. Thanks for the time. Appreciate you. There he goes. It's Al Harris with us right here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. The Baltimore Ravens are on the clock at 130, uh, 143. Working our way towards the next Dallas Cowboys selection in the fifth round. You are listening to the NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Four round or four picks left here in the fourth round. The Ravens currently on the clock at 143. It's Ravens, Seahawks, and then a pair of Eagles selections at 145 and 146 back to back before we get to round number five. Just got off the phone with Al Harris from the Cowboys coaching staff. He's got to be a happy man right now. The fact that he's got a pair of corners that are going to be able to, one, come in and compete, make the team, and, and have an impact immediately. No, he has to be. And, you know, and, and these coaches, you know, they, they just want to get out there and, you know, with, with what's going on with this pandemic and all that stuff, you know, and they're, they, they, one of the big times is when those kids would come in and you get to sit down with them and, and then go out there and take them out on the field and watch them move around and stuff like that. And, you know, we're going to be missing all that right now. So, mm-hmm. But he's got to be very excited because they ask these coaches to evaluate some players. You know, they'll say, hey, give me your scouting report on Diggs. Give me your, you know, give me your scouting report on, on Robinson here. You know, and, and he's filed reports. And, you know, he has to be happy that, you know, that they, they went out there and they, they took him to his word. And, you know, maybe he's got a couple of really good reports on these guys. He said, hey, these are the types of guys I want and the traits they have. And, and away we go. So it put a smile on his face for sure. And Dane, I can see you kind of chomping at the bit. We had three pretty solid players go off the board back to back to back while we were on the phone. Shaquille Quarterman, the linebacker out of Miami, goes 140th overall to Jacksonville. John Reed, the corner out of Penn State. And then Antonio Gandy-Golden, the guy Jeff was talking about no! a little bit earlier. Wide receiver from Liberty off the board to the Redskins. So you're going to have to see him twice a year. Uh, assuming he will play for the Redskins. So, Dane, give me the scouting report, and who, which one of those three guys did you like the most while we were on the phone? Interesting that the uh, Redskins went Gandy Golden instead of K.J. Hill, uh, mm. former Dwayne Haskins teammate there in Columbus. Um, uh, Let's get along. I, John Reed is, to me, one of my favorite day three players. Uh, he is tough. He is uh, athletic, very quick-footed with the way he moves. He can... Uh, you know, we know Bill O'Brien wants guys that can cover and man, and that's what John Reed can do. He's a little undersized, but uh, double-digit defen- uh, passes defended each uh, of his last three seasons he was on the field. Uh, big fan of that pick for the Texans. So, uh, you know, maybe Bill O'Brien uh, throwing some darts and getting a few right. Getting a few right, finally. <laughs> Took long enough, right? <laughs> I love every year there's a punching bag. And I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, Bill O'Brien deserves it, but Easy target. He, he is the punching bag in 2020 <laughs> for sure. Oh, it looks like he had a guard go, uh, Michigan, the Michigan guard. Is it Bredesen? Bredesen. He's going to go to the Baltimore Ravens. So Ben Bredesen, uh, to the Ravens here. 
I kind of liked him a little bit. Big, I too. big guy, big physical point of attack player. And again, hey, ball, oh, it's, excuse me, Baltimore's picking, right? Yeah, of course. Yes. Oh, yeah, there we go. Pick, yeah, yeah, they make Let, good picks. Let's just go get a guy that kind of blows people up, tough, a starter. You know, every he's there every week for you, kind of guy. But I, I was a fan of this kid, Dane. Am, am I wrong about him? No, yeah, he's another guy who's not very rangy. Athletic traits are okay, uh, but he's a guy that's going to play with power and his. Really short arms, but once he got his hands on you, that grip strength, uh, you, you love it. And so I think he fits what the Ravens like to do. And, you know, the Ravens, they already went with one of those guys in the third round with Phillips, uh, with that hand strength and ability to maul you. They get another one here in the fourth with Bredesen. And he did not compete at the combine, had a little bit of a hammy issue. Uh, I don't think necessarily that's anything to really worry about injury wise, but, I'm looking at the snap counts that he had. He's so experienced that yeah. I mean, he had 3,200 snaps in his career, or over 3,200, and most of those coming at left guard. You talk about a Michigan offensive guard who had 3,200 snaps against that Big Ten competition. I'm I'm interested in that. I really am, and the film looks good, and it backs it up too. Uh, I think that's a, a value pick in itself for for Baltimore and like like Brian kind of talked about or, or kind of mentioned a moment ago it's Baltimore of course they're grabbing a solid player at 143 here all right the Seahawks just took a selection of DJ Dallas running yeah. back from Miami uh, I like this pick a lot yeah talk about him David Hellman give me he, I well I mean this this is where smart teams should draft running backs and I, like that's kind of what I was joking about yesterday is like Rashad Penny doesn't work out for you in the first round, but you find these guys in the tail end of the draft. I mean, it's ironic coming from a Cowboys writer since they have Zeke, but you can get such good value out of this guy. And, and I mean, he's proven it at at a high level. Uh, just grab your guy and go. I, I always prefer picks like this. You think Dallas he could have sold some jerseys? The best if he pass was in pro running back in this draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson loves to hear that. This is the 2020 NFL Draft with Jeff Kavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dave Hellman, Dane Brugler, and Kyle Yeomans. DJ Dallas is the latest player off the board, the running back from Miami. Uh, he's off the board to Seattle here at the end of the fourth round. And I do remember watching him against Florida. And against Florida, I think it was the first game of the season, he yeah. became one of my favorite players because I just felt like, holy cow, he's broken 15 tackles in this game. He just refused to fall down in that game. Actually, to Dane's point about pass pro, he murdered a guy in that game <laughs> as a blocker. Police like, are straight still investigating. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a fun player. It's DJ Dallas off the board. And now at uh, pick 145, NFC East is on the board. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. And Philadelphia... Let me get them in front of me here. Has taken Jalen Rager, Jalen Hurts, Davion Taylor, linebacker from Colorado, who runs real, real fast. Kayvon Wallace, the Clemson safety. And am I missing any picks of theirs? They've got back-to-back picks here. So I believe that's it. They've picked four. They've got four picks remaining, including the next two picks in the NFL draft is the uh, Philadelphia Eagles on the clock right now, the Cowboys, of course, have their picks coming up in the fifth round, and we are working our way towards the end of the fourth. Draft from you cowards. Who? Oh, that would be Philadelphia? Yeah. Take another After taking Hurts? Yeah, just do it. 
Just anything you can to offend Carson Wentz? Just anything, anything I can to see the meltdown on Philly Twitter, really. It's what I'm here for. Philly Twitter is one of the best places. It's it's a wild and magical place. It is one of the best places. There is so much anger, no matter well, what's going on. What would be the most disappointing pick here? Like, uh, another, I mean, quarterback. <laughs> just, <laughs> another quarterback. <laughs> but you sell it as, you know, if it's Howie Roseman, who, by the way, I'm a believer in Howie Roseman. I think that he is quite good at his job. Uh, you just sell it as, hey, you know, quarterback's got value. You know, maybe Fromm has a nice preseason. Flip him for a three. You don't know. That would be, uh, that. yeah, that would be my favorite pick hey, okay. for the Eagles here. Let me ask you this, though. As bad as they've been at wide receiver but yeah. going in last year, I would hate to see them get Hill or, Same. or yeah. Prochet. We just said I, that I really he could would. come in That's and start. I, I could see a nasty game being played at the – at Philadelphia, it's cold, it's muddy, it's all, and then Prochet just catch or Hill catch, you know, snow flying. It's a, it's a first, it's a third down conversion. It just so rips sure my heart out, you uh, know. Are you snacking on a pretzel in this scenario? Oh, no? I, I've had about six already. Oh, I went to the Army Navy game in Philadelphia. Those pretzels oh. are for real. That's first round trade up material pretzel right that, there. That, that would make me really sad. I mean, and we've gone on and on and on about this receiver class and they need them. I know they have, they got Rager, but you can never. Those are two bad one. men. And I mean, oh, bad yeah, men sure. and bad men and they're on the sidelines during the game and they have a cape on. Like, not a cape, like Superman cape, but they got their jacket on, mm-hmm. and they take it off, and then they go out there and rip your heart out you know, with the way me, they play. Well, and K.J. Hill knows sad. how to play in the snow. Absolutely. He, hey, he that's something you got to consider with these wide receivers. How do they adapt, and how do they play in cold weather? Green Bay Packers, that's a good yeah. example right there of teams. How do you get a guy that plays in cold weather right there? You have to think about those things. Can I also say that I'm not a fan of what Washington did with their last pick because they took Antonio Gandy-Golden, and he was one of my favorite guys that I had on day two instead of day three. And now you got to play him twice a year. And now you get to play him twice a year. So Antonio Gandy-Golden hey, was one of my favorite third-round receivers. Who you goes you here can't be upset about that because you've got some corners that can cover him now. Yeah, well, I can't be upset about that because I got C.D. Lamb. Okay? Yeah, that's also true. I can't be upset about it because I got C.D. Lamb. Jeff Thank is gonna, Jeff is going to go home after this, enjoy a big steak, and think about C.D. Lamb as he's that joining that in the Miller Light. Well, I'm Honestly, adopting. I'm adopting a new pup that I'm either going to get tonight or tomorrow, and I was going to name him Mahomey in honor of my having Patrick Mahomes as a third round graded player. <laughs> um, but then the Cowboys drafted C.D. Lamb, so I changed my mind. We're naming the dog C.D. Because I'm it's, running a half marathon because of CD Lamb, so there you go. That's interesting. I love that's. Are you? Is it going to be C E E D E E or just the letters? I will go C E E D E E. Okay, yeah, we'll go all the way. Mind. You know, when you catch a, a draft blessing like uh, getting CD Lamb at 17, yeah. it requires you doing something. Yeah, uh, to appease the football gods, and in this case, it'll be naming a dog. I wish I could have a crawfish boil for everybody for that case. Oh, you <laughs> should. Yeah. Every great. time you're when you're watching the Cowboys and something great happens, and you yell out "CD," <laughs> yes, your dog's gonna be really confused. No, there will be happiness <laughs> in the house. The dog will know that something good has happened. That dog will be forever linked to the greatest uh, Cowboy draft pick in history. So, <laughs> wow, that'd be great. Why? That's not hyperbole. Is it though? No, you got the sixth best player at 17. That's the greatest cowboy pick of all time outside of Roger Staubach in the 10th. Wow. That was draft guy. Yeah, that's draft guy smiling on you. But Staubach in the 10th didn't help you right away. You know? 
That was a little way. difference. Roger read about the fact that he was drafted in the newspaper the next day. Things yeah. are a little different these days. And he really yeah. wasn't that late of a pick. He was in like the 150s or 160s. There weren't as many teams back then, so it's not like it was a real 10th yeah, Gil Brad pick. just kind of hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's take Roger. What do you say, Tom? Is that I'm the all about a text. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Is that the same year somebody drafted a dead guy? When did that happen? <laughs> oh, that's, hey, Dave, that's, that's, that's a scary thing. No, but didn't that well, actually happen? That's a scary happen? thing. CFL, it happened to CFL. <laughs> How do they not know? Uh, trust me. It was 1979 and Ron the internet Wolf, didn't exist. Uh, Ron Wolf, I think the, the player's name was Howard Clay. That was a tackle from, oh, the pick's in for the Eagles, by the way, we'll get it here. But Howard Clay, he drafted him at the Raiders, had a bad back, was on the table the day of the draft getting surgery on his back. Oh, and took God. him in the first round. Oh, Jack God. Driscoll, the offensive tackle from Auburn, is the Philadelphia Eagles pick here. Dan, you want to throw anything about him? Anybody want to throw anything about him? I, I won't. Well, who, who thought that Driscoll be drafted ahead of the other Auburn offensive tackle? Yeah. Yeah. There must be something about that medical, medical. Dan. Yeah. yeah, it's the knee. Uh, Driscoll, really smart player. Uh, grad transfer from UMass, uh, started all 25 games the last two years uh, at Auburn. Uh, he, You see quickness, you see a guy that's hyper-aware, smart, um, and he's not going to overwhelm you as a you know, drive blocker, but in the passing game, that's where he can hold up on the outside and uh, can be that swing tackle uh, that you, know, you look at uh, the Eagles having to replace uh, Vitae uh, and you know, replenish some of that offensive line depth. I like Driscoll on film, and then also his, his analytics kind of stack up with him, too. Allowed just 10 pressures across 443 pass-blocking snaps all season. you got to think about some of the talent that he went up against in terms of edge rushers. Yeah. I, I think this is a smart pick, and I hate that. I, I hate every single bit of that, but I, I think this is a, a solid pick, even with Brent's Tega still on the board. And like we were just mentioning, I think the, the medicals are the, the issue there, but... Uh, if you're going to go with a tackle that's still on the board, it would probably be Driscoll uh, for me. He was the next highest behind Tega. I like the Kansas kid myself here, but I mean, I, I the Jack Driscoll. It, the, the, I was so wrong about that Smith kid, you know that that the Colts have mm-hmm. uh, Arden Smith or what, the, Braden Braden Smith Braden, Braden Smith. Smith. Yeah. I was I, I thought, oh man, there's no and and Dane and I fought about that guy. I remember fighting <laughs> fighting about that so guy. Who won? Okay. Well, we all agree on 98% of this stuff, so a good argument never hurt anybody. Okay, I'm thinking about, okay, here we're going to go. We're, that was a, uh, Philadelphia, that was the last pick. Oh, wait. Yeah, they're going again. Okay, the Eagles just oh, traded the, the Cowboys. Cowboys are back! Whoa! Oh, we have an Eagles, Eagles Cowboys trade that's going to put the e- the Cowboys back what up did in they the fourth round. Up? Oh, wow. We'll see. Don't worry about that. The Cowboys are what back on the clock. Going on? This could be. What do they want? Curtis Weaver's Ed on Rusher? the board. No. Bradley and I bet it's a nye. I bet it's a nye. I wonder if it's a nye. I'm a guy with thing. a great, I, like a third round type of guy that's sitting here at the end of the fourth. I, I mean... It, I bet it's an edge rusher, and if I had to say a name, I would say Bradley I, and I. I. I think I got this one, guys. This is a whisper coming down. This was something I was holding. They're taking the Wisconsin center here is what they're going to do. Really? Yeah. Really? They're gonna take, yeah. They're going to take the Wisconsin center. This was this yeah. was what I was sitting on. And okay. I, and I said if there's a trade, watch this and see what happens. So let's see if I'm right. This guy might have been lying to me, but uh, let's see. I mean, he said, hey, if we make a trade – this would be the guy that we're going for. Let's see if that's. I don't want to with the Eagles. That's crazy. Yeah, and I mean it's not unprecedented. They've traded with Washington before. Yeah, that I'm would glad. be such a good pick, Brian. I hope I'm you're glad right. we 
I'm glad we talked about him before this whole thing kicked off this morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's Dane, see. revisit that for us. Well, here, wait, hang on just a second real quick, Dave. Oh. It is. It's the Wisconsin Center. Go ahead, Dane. Damn. You, you did worry about the medicals a little bit. And look, this is not a great athlete, uh, yeah. but he's technically sound. He's a program kid, really smart, physical. Uh, you watch him go against a, you know, Devon Hamilton from Ohio State, and he would struggle a little bit, but he, you know what you're getting with this player. As long as the medicals are clean, uh, he, he well-timed player in his movements with his punch. So, I, fundamentally sound. Uh, he's not Travis Frederick here, but still a very <laughs> sound player. Everybody calm down. <laughs> I don't know. That was still pretty fun. The fact that you now no, have no. the final pick of the fourth, but I'm I just know saying, what they gave up. I'm saying in the sense that, like, let's not compare him to a four-time All-Pro right off it's the bat. It's inevitable because no. of the Wisconsin yeah. connection, but uh, he's not on that level, but still a, a really quality player here at the last pick in the fourth. Yeah, I was... Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was I, I like the I like the kid from Washington better, the short Jay daddy. Harris. Yeah, I like I Harris. I, I was a big Nick fan Harris, of Harris, yeah. but I you know I understand here. I, I think this guy has better athletic ability than toughness. Myself, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't see the for a big guy. I didn't see a lot of the strength. There's too many times where I saw him kind of get rocked back or stalemated a little bit. Struggle with power, especially yeah, in power. yeah, that's the the foot speed. I thought was decent. Uh, the coaches used him in space when it covered. He had some trap blocks where he was able to get some movement to pop. Uh, hit and miss with the contact balance I thought was a little. The head goes down. That's when he gets in trouble. But I thought of seeing the things that were happening in front of him and processing what was going on. That's something that Travis Frederick was always great. But Travis Frederick was a great athlete, I mean, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you'd watch his athletic ability. I didn't give him enough credit coming out of Wisconsin for his athletic ability. This guy might be a, a better athlete that way, but... I just worry about him one on one. That that's the thing that I think that you know you you could you could see him get to second level, but Dane's right. I think the one on one battles, the struggles he has there. Uh, I, I think that's where you're kind of you know he's going to have to work on getting that movement, but his overall movement I thought was pretty good. Well, Dane, he didn't compete at the at the combine either because he had a little bit of a shoulder issue. Is that anything yep. to potentially worry about? Yeah, right shoulder and the hip last off season. So the medicals apparently were were okay for the Cowboys because that's what you worried about. But uh, apparently not for this team. And you know, Biotis is a player who won FBS offer out of high school. That was Wisconsin. Um, you know, he grew up in in small town Wisconsin. wasn't well known. He's actually a better defensive lineman at the prep level. He was going to Wisconsin to be a defensive lineman. And during his redshirt year, they said, "Hey, we're going to move you to center." And big transition for him, but he was a three-year starter, an Iron Man for them. Uh, didn't miss many games, uh, so there's a lot to like about him in terms of durability, ability to hold up, and, and kind of uh, you know hold his own throughout the storm. So, let's get down to brass tacks. What does this mean for the center situation and the Dallas Cowboys? Competition. Joe- Joe Looney's on a one-year deal. Yeah. I mean, after Connor McGovern last year. Does this mean, I mean, you know, we've been sitting here saying one of the two Connors can move to center. Like maybe you don't even bother with that anymore? Or do you just. I feel like that throws this out, uh, throws that out of the window. I, I, originally, you thought maybe Connor Williams could slide from guard to center. And I know they were at least entertaining that option in the building, but I don't think that's the option anymore. Now you've got a three way competition between three true centers. Yeah, this I think is, I would I do mean, it that way too. Connor McGovern, Joe Looney, uh, Biotish, line up, let's go, and let's see who wins the job. And mm-hmm. if you had to pick a favorite, 
I don't know. Some might take Joe Looney because he's already done it, but I would probably bet on the guy they had a second-round grade on a year ago in McGovern. But there's nothing wrong with competition and taking another guy that's towards the very top of your board Brian, and, and going to get him. Brian, you mentioned that you kind of were, were told this at least over the past couple of hours, just yeah. kind of leading up into it. What did the, Do you know by any means what they saw here and, no, and why no, they wanted no. to go I, this was just him? This was just a little birdie saying... Mm-hmm. Keep it. Keep a. If we if we move, this is a guy we're going to move for. Mm. So I was holding it, and that's what that's what happened. So good for them. I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I just want to know. I want to know exactly what they wanted to go up and get him. Well, for I'm sure this, when we get the post game of this, oh, somebody yeah. will ask the question. We'll hear what, it. Yeah, we'll 100%. hear it. it will, yeah, we'll hear it here, and someone mm-hmm. will ask the question. And probably David Hellman will chime in and ask him. Hopefully, okay, what does this if do? I can get my line unmuted. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Colts making a pick here, Danny. Pinter, Pinter, the guard out of Ball State, Ball State to the Indianapolis Colts. Dane, scouting report? Tight end who moved inside to guard. Uh, actually moved to tackle, but he probably going to be a better guard. Really athletic, moves well. Uh, just it, He's a work in progress uh, as he moves to the offensive line full time, but uh, banking on some of the, the movement skills there uh, for the Colts. He also had Alton Robinson. Uh, to the Seahawks, and then Khalid Kareem went with the first pick in the fifth oh, round. Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals. You're darn right, oh, it the was. Bengals. Yes, yes. They keep taking the good players. Yeah, feel feel free to put them on your bio too, guys, if you want. Mm. I drafted with the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So Seattle was Alton Robinson. Yeah, and then Khalid Kareem was. He was before to Cincinnati. The pick at one forty seven was Kareem, and then huh. and then Robinson, and now Pinter, Pinter, Pinter. Okay. All right. By the way, I what I'm reading on the Twitter sphere is that Dallas gave up 164 and a 2021 fifth. So they did both. I mean, to make a jump that big, I'm I'm not surprised. You figure they're going to have comp picks next year, so they offered a 2021 fifth and their first pick in the fifth round. So now they only pick at 179, which is either the last or the second to last pick of the round. It's the last. Well, that so makes sense, though. You're, you know, you, you figure in the Cowboys are going to have at least three extra picks next year, maybe more than that, according to the comp pick formula. So if you've got a guy you like, go get him. So oh, I like this a lot. I really do. No, I, I don't, I don't it. mind it. I don't, I don't dislike it at all. And I mean, I, I think, you know, we talked about the option of finding a day three center anyway. Um, I'm bummed that you don't have two picks in the fifth anymore, but that's okay. <laughs> Chill out, Dave. The New no, York no. Giants are making a selection. I like the player. You had like one the in the fourth anyways. Do you like the player, Dave? I like the player. Shane Brian. Lemieux, guard out of Oregon, is going to the Giants. Dane will have a scouting report. I, got I one guarantee it. Brian will as well. I like him. Everybody has a scouting report, and we'll be back with that, and we'll cruise on towards the Cowboys' next pick. You're listening to the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Well, now we've got a little bit longer to wait until the Cowboys make a selection because, surprisingly, the Eagles and Cowboys agreed on something, and that was a trade for pick 146, the final pick of the fourth round, where they take Wisconsin center Tyler Biotish. How do you say it again? Biotish. Biotish. Yeah. Biotish. Okay, so Tyler Biotish. It's B I A D A S Z. So it's an interesting spelling, but now you've got another interesting spelling, Shane Lemieux. And right before we ended up going to break on the fan side of things, Dane and Brian, you both kind of exclaimed, "This is an Oregon guard who I I liked as well." Another Senior Bowl product. Go ahead, Dane, if you got him. 
tackle in high school, moved to guard at Oregon, and was nothing but productive. Uh, just you did not need to worry about the left guard spot. He played every game the last four years there. Um, it, when you look at him, I don't know that he has maybe the explosiveness to him where he's going to necessarily, uh, you know, show out and be a, a immediate starter. But this guy works hard to stay, uh, to, to sustain, his, sustain his blocks, stay engaged, uh, and, and be a guy that can help you out run game and pass protection. Yeah, this guy's got a nasty side to him. He does. I mean, when it comes to finishing blocks, I mean, this guy's a bully. I kind of like mm-hmm. that. I mean, there's the whistle's blowing and he's kind of bumping into guys and stuff like that, going back to the huddle. I, I think there's some upper body pop and power to his game. I don't think there's, I talked about cheap shot. I think he's not afraid to, I don't think he's afraid to do that at all. But you I mean, the he, feeling. yeah, he could be a one shot blocker though. When he, he kind of hits you and then he'll kind of fall off that way. But, uh, you know, he, when he has to, when he has to restart, that's a little bit of a, a problem for him. But I like his body position and I, I like the edge and the toughness to his game for sure. You I get the feeling Jason Garrett showed up in New Jersey and was like, you kidding me? We're going to, we're going to fix this damn offensive line Mark or what? Colombo too. Yeah. 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 Mar- yeah, yeah I mean, both of them. Yeah. It's all they're doing. All they're, I mean, they drafted, uh, Xavier McKinney, but all they're doing is drafting no lineman. Garrett was like, uh, why do you think we won any games down there? We had badasses all over the line. What are y'all doing? Yeah. Well, and, and Dane with Lemieux, this is a guy, at least going into 2019 was, it seemed like maybe a day one or day two kind of at least thought process. I know that kind of dropped off pretty early in 2019, but you go back to his 2018 film, I'm seeing exactly what Brian was just talking about. He's just a bully. He goes up against some of those Pac-12 defenders and pushes them around and he doesn't have any remorse for it at all. Yeah, and I think coming into his senior year, you know, maybe a chance to be a top 100 pick, be, uh, you know, top three round type of guy has some starting potential. Uh, but I don't know that he's necessarily the athlete that you need him to be. I don't think you, you see explosive traits, but I agree. He is a guy that works hard to sustain, works hard to stay engaged. He does have some toughness to him. He does have a little bit of that bully to him. And so the plenty of traits that makes him worth a fifth round pick. It looks like the uh, Los Angeles Chargers took wide receiver Joe Reed from mm. Virginia. Any wide receiver picks from here on out that don't have the name Prochet, Hill, Hightower, Preach. or those guys? Yeah. Preach. I, I'm calling it a bad pick if you're picking Preach. wide receivers. Reed's a kick returner, right? He's he's a really good kick returner. Really, really good kick We're getting returner. some special teams action. Okay. We'll return three kicks this so year. So we're once again standing on the yard of the Tom Telesco. Tom! Hey, Tom, don't forget that kick returner I talked to you about. Oh, okay. Thanks, coach. Moving along. I can't here. wait until people like, where'd this, where'd this KJ Hill kid come from? He's so good. Yeah. I, I can't just, wait. Maybe, maybe it's the fact that I'm doing radio full time in my life now and I don't get to watch the, the 2020 NFL draft continues on DallasCowboys.com and 1053 The Fan. Welcome back. The Cowboys traded up to get back into this draft and they took, uh, Tyler Biotish, the Wisconsin center, three-year starter there. And he'll be joining us momentarily on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. It's Jeff Cavanaugh and Brian Broaddus at 105.3 The Fan. It is Dave Hellman, Kyle Yeomans, and Dane Brugler at DallasCowboys.com. And we are still drafting them up as we are at 152 with the Carolina Panthers. And the Cowboys gave up number 164 as part of their deal 
And next year's five. And next year's five to go get Tyler mm-hmm. Biotis. But they got compensatories likely. So that, you know, they play, they play that game pretty yeah, well. Yeah, it'll offset. So, I support that game. Yeah. I support trading knowing that you're going to have extra picks there, is especially if you're going up to get a guy that you've specifically targeted, which clearly they have. And we'll hear them talk about that plan, I'm sure, after the draft of what's going on at center. Is this Looney versus McGovern versus Biadish? Is, is is there somebody on the move? Uh, you got to figure out what's going on at left guard, though. Too, yeah, I agree. You know, this McGo- is maybe McGovern wins that maybe, job. Maybe if it's McGovern and and all of a sudden, I, I have a feeling that Connor Williams he could be your swing guy at all those positions. They teach him how to be a center. Maybe this is like okay, you keep Looney. So now you have Biadish. Looney's say your starter. Okay, McGovern is the left guard. Now all of a sudden, Connor Williams becomes your backup tackle, your backup guard, and maybe teach him to be a little bit of a center. Yeah, I know. I mean, we've been beating the swing tackle speculation for three years, but I do wonder about that. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe between Biotish and Looney, you feel good enough about that. And if Connor McGovern can win the left guard job, Connor Williams was all conference at tackle in college. Guys, we have history being made, by the way, with uh, the pick of the Panthers at 152. First ever XFL selection as Kenny Robinson is off the board. Yeah, the I, Seattle Battlehawks. Yeah, and that Jeff Cavanaugh really, and I know Dane talked about the film at West Virginia for Robinson was really, really good. I watched Battlehawks tape. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I like Kenny Robinson. I think that that's a nice pick at that spot. We do, however, break in now with a special guest here on 105.3 The Fan, the home of the Cowboys, and DallasCowboys.com. The Cowboys went up. They targeted a center. They've done this before with Wisconsin. Travis Frederick no longer here. Tyler Biotish, come on down. He's joining us right now. And, Tyler, congratulations and welcome to the Cowboys. Hey, thank you so much. I'm very excited. You're, uh, do you, now, do you and are you friends with Travis Frederick? Is that a rule? If you play the same position at the same school, have you met Travis? Are you guys friendly? Check, check, one, two. Come in, Tyler. Check, check, two, three. <laughs> Just give me a call back, man. <laughs> it's no big deal. Tyler will be back. We got time. We're in no, no rush. Do you think that he knows Travis? I was going to I wonder. Maybe he doesn't know him, but, I mean, you play center at Wisconsin. There's no way you don't know of him. He might have his locker. You know, it might be one of those things mm. where you, you keep those guys. It's like he was a, a great player, so you take his locker kind of a thing. I mean, Travis has got to be one of the five best Badger players in recent memory. Him and Watt, well, both of the Watts, and Melvin Gordon. I'm, yeah. Jonathan yeah. Taylor. The great Zach Bond. Well, Monty Ball. Jonathan Taylor hasn't played yet. Monty so. Ball. I want to see you ask when a Tess question. Cephas. I want to ask a question about Bond. Why did he go so late? <laughs> What's uh, going on with Zach there? I, don't, I really don't know, sir. <laughs> What's going on with the Saints? Why'd they take our guy? Let's do a bit on the interview and ask him about everybody but himself. <laughs> Honestly, he'd probably prefer it. I feel like these, these draft prospects have got to be so sick of answering the same 40 questions from january until today some of those questions would probably be pretty valid i mean he did block for college football's leading rusher for four years or for three years rather with jonathan taylor 
So Miami Dolphins on the clock. If we reconnect with Tyler, that'll be wonderful. Uh, if we don't, we'll always remember. Our Sound first like a great interview. guy. We'll always remember our first <laughs> He did. He sounded phenomenal. I think he said thanks. Uh, he's very polite and yeah. friendly. Yeah, I'm all for it. He's him. from Wisconsin, for God's sake. Uh, five years of my life up there. Yeah. Miami Dolphins are on the clock at 153 and 154. Now, Brian, when you've got two picks back to back and you know which two guys you want, how do you decide on which order to turn the cards in? Because it's going to affect their salary. That's a good question. I never thought about that. <laughs> I was just all about. Through. I was just all about. You know, hey, let's just get the let's get the picks in. You know, hmm. slotting here, huh? You well, think about slotting, yeah. I mean, where they get picked? One fifty four is going to make less than one fifty three. You're making yeah, a declaration. Which one you like better? At one fifty four, how much? How much money is that? Like in the first round, it's a lot of money. Here, what if it's a couple thousand dollars? Yeah. Tyler Biadish is back with us, and we're going to try to we're going to try to really hold the phone connection. Hey, Tyler! Congratulations again, and welcome again. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> you know what, Zach? We're just going to take quotes from whoever interviews him. Hey, Biadish, really good blocker, and he's blocking oh, no. the heck out of you oh. right now. Oh, dang! <laughs> One line, Dane coming in. Oh, Dane's right, good for a few of those. I can't He'll be wait. good for the next five minutes. I can't wait for camp. <laughs> wait till I what see if, Tyler. What if Tyler was just like, <laughs> if this, he's like, if this SOB asks me one damn question about Travis Frederick, I swear to God. I'm God, hanging up. I'm hanging I up didn't ask him about Travis the second time yet. I'm I, hanging up the damn phone. Well, 49ers pick is in, and we'll see who that is momentarily. This is a trade. The Dolphins traded this pick to the 49ers, so obviously... San Francisco's got somebody in mind they would like to draft or watch him take one. They traded Matt Brieda, the running back. Oh, Ooh. did they? To oh. Miami. Oh, okay. Wow. Player for okay. pick trade. Okay. How about that? So mm. Matt Brieda is headed to Miami, and Colton McKivitz, offensive tackle West Virginia, will be headed to the San Francisco 49ers. Where's Dane with the scouting report? Well, we have back-to-back West Virginia players here. Yeah. Kenny Robinson went the XFL route. Colton McKivitz, uh, you know, I thought he was had a chance to be a top 100 pick coming into his senior year. Up and down this past year, as he went from right tackle to left tackle, not the best athlete. And you kind of wonder: is he a guard? Is he a tackle? But uh, you know, he's he has the I think the versatility where he can help you out both both spots uh, under control in space. Uh, he has physical hands, uh, and he's, he's got, he's been well versed in, uh, different schemes, 47 career starts. So with, uh, McKivitz, you got a guy who's going to come in and add immediate depth. And now the Miami Dolphins are on the clock. We'll see if they actually want to make this pick at 154, or if they'd like to get out of there again. It's Miami, then it's Minnesota, and then it is Washington. Miami had a bunch of picks in the first round. Their total draft so far, let me know if I miss anybody. Tua Tungavailoa, Austin Jackson to play offensive tackle, Noah Igbenogany at corner, three first-rounders, Robert Hunt, the guard out of Louisiana. That one's la-la, correct? That's Lafayette. a la-la, yeah. Good food down there. Raquan Davis, the defensive tackle out of Alabama, Brandon Jones, the Texas safety, and Solomon Kindley out of uh, Georgia, the offensive lineman. And am I missing a pick there, or did they move? Because they had another four. But I don't know. They may have moved around on me. Keeping up with paper and pen is tough, but trusting the Internet. Uh, John Reed, tough. the corner, out of Penn State, if you didn't say him. I don't think he did. Reed. Yeah, okay, John Reed. Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you very much. Now, Tyler, 
Biotish, the Cowboys' newest acquisition, is not on the phone right now. But he did talk to someone that wasn't us, and I bet it worked better. Here's him finding out when he became a Cowboy. Hey, Tyler, this is Jerry Jones with the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, Jerry Jones, we just picked you. Yeah, I really appreciate that, man. You're a Dallas Cowboy. We uh, think a lot of you, obviously, and... uh, Congratulations, and uh, I hope uh, your career with the Cowboys is as good for you as it has been for me and others. Uh, It's just a privilege, and uh, I know you'll give it everything you got, but congratulations. You're a Dallas Cowboy. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Coming to work. Great. I'm sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. Coming to work, man. Coming to work. There you go, buddy. Okay. Well, you come from a place that is – They've got a great reputation in the offensive line, so uh know you're proud of that and carry it on here. Uh, listen, uh, well, <laughs> I'm going to hook you into Mike McCarthy, our coach, and uh, you don't believe it. He, he, I think he started at midnight last night trying to figure out a way to get you on this team, so he's coming on the line. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jerry. Tyler, congratulations. Hey, thank you. <laughs> well, hey, we just uh got to make sure I have a – Big piece of Wisconsin with us down there in Dallas. I'll tell you, you're, you're a great fit for us, and um, I know this is a special time for you and your family. So enjoy it. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm really excited. Can't wait. Yeah, no, you're a great fit. Scotty Tulzine told me to tell you hello, and looking forward to getting you down there. So enjoy this moment. I will. Thank you. Now, Tyler's grandfather owns and operates the family farm. They have a 1,000 acres of crops and 850 to 900 head of cattle. Just wanted you guys to know that. Where'd you pull that from? Dane's Guide? No, it was on the TV. It's on the TV. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> it was on like, damn, okay. The, it, it, that sounds like, well, though. I was going to say, it, that it sounds like there. something. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, I'd have just straight lied and said, yeah. <laughs> you don't think I work on the draft, Dave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kavanaugh could never convince me that, that, that he pulled that up on his own. Six donkeys, two sheep. That's what they got. <laughs> he, was, he was reading about that in the middle of War Zone, is what it was. Uh, Chicago Bears are on the clock at 155. Now, did they just trade for they that? They did. Pick? Minnesota yep. Vikings moved this pick along, and they've got a lot of them to move, so maybe we were seeing some next year stuff going on. Or maybe the the Bears have some stuff in the, the sixth round. But I think if I'm Minnesota, I'm thinking about next year's picks now. Just kind of you know seeing how those how those unless you got a couple of guys on the board you really like, but uh, thirteen of them. Yeah, thirteen. That's what they of came them. into today with thirteen Just by, picks left. By the way, guys, the Dolphins took Jason Strobridge yes. out of North Carolina with 154, and that was a guy who I know Dave and I talked about at the Senior Bowl again. Senior Another Bowl. Senior Bowl guy yep. off the uh, off the chart. I'm starting to see a little bit of a, a rhythm with my, my board. I've got all the Senior Bowl selections highlighted, and a lot more of those are taken right now than the it, ones that are unhighlighted. It's, it's familiarity. No, think, I, I, it's absolute. It's got to be. And I, I'm going to talk to some people. They're going to do a great 30 for 30 about this draft one day. 100%. Because yeah, and talk to scouts, different. go around how they did it. You know, how did you come to your board? How did you, you know, work all your trades? How, you know, I think it's going to be one of the, the, the great ones to watch and talk about, hey, okay, did you guys just use, did you use the virtual stuff? Was it the face to face at the combine? How did you, you know, I, these are all would be great questions for people. I, I just I think you, you're exactly you're on the same page I am because the fact that you didn't have pro days you didn't have those thirty visits you didn't have those extra 
times to get to know these guys. I think the Senior Bowl in the the Shrine Game and the Collegiate Bowl are all exponentially more important in a time like this than they have been in the past. It is going to be Travis Gibson, the edge out of Tulsa, uh, going to the Chicago mm, Bears this, here. Wow. This guy's not a bad player. Over Curtis Weaver. Yeah. Well, there wow. must, uh, there's stuff going on there, Dame. I mean, I haven't heard back from my guys on it, but do you have a report on on Gibson you want to talk about, or would you like me to try and take care of this cat? No, he is uh, a little bit of an upright rusher, but he'll go at you. Good length, good power, um, and you, so you love the motor that he brings with it. it he, he just does not quit going at you, and I think that really helps him. He was really productive as a senior. He's got a basketball background, and I think you see that help him uh, on film. 15 tackles for loss, 8 sacks uh, as a senior. So I want to see more of a fundamental approach, more of a pass rush plan, but you just wind him up and let him go. Yeah, he's a guy that the Cowboys actually had some contact with, Jeff. When we were doing shows, we were doing, uh, spots or, uh, during like my 240 segment, I was talking mm-hmm. about players that the Cowboys had had some contact with. And so I was interested about this guy. But yeah, I mean, you know, this, this is the, I think he's a guy that has, he's a better finisher when he's on the move. When he can run, and I was watching him against Memphis, when he can run and chase, you know, he he can he could get that done. You could see him from the you know from the backside really really uh, uh, get after it. But I think that you know there's times you see him get turned away or thrown to the ground from the ball, and he'll he'll struggle a little bit with that reach and that cutoff block when those people try and do that to him. You know you don't see him defend that all that well. So there's a lot of flashes to their game, which is impressive. And then there's a lot of those times where you just go, man, he he can't let that happen to him. So. Uh, I think that's the kind of guy the Bears got. So that puts the uh, puts the I missed the Redskins there. Keith Ishmael, San Diego State offensive lineman, center, San Diego State. Okay, to Washington. Dane, yep. go. Really good senior bowl. Um, you just didn't see him get beat very often because he could replace his hands. He could uh, keep his feet underneath him, keep his upper and lower halves on the same page. And so, a uh, little surprise, he's going ahead of. Uh, our, our Washington center, Nick Harris. But uh, this is right where I had him slotted as a late fourth, early fifth. So uh, good value here for Ishmael. It is the Jacksonville Jaguars up on the clock at 157. We will keep on rolling on towards the Cowboys' fifth-round pick. Not at 164. That one's gone. But Tyler Biotish is a Dallas Cowboy, the Wisconsin center, uh, as they traded back up to take him. You are listening to the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. And we are 12 picks into this round now, which is kind of crazy starting to fly by here as we are in the middle of the fifth. David Hellman, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kyle Yeomans here with you. So we continue our bumper-to-bumper coverage of the 2020 NFL Draft. Still lots of names on the board and you're, you're talking about some of these these big names that are kind of slipping, Dane, and I saw you sent out a tweet a moment ago about it as well, just some of the, the injury concerns around some of these players and, and Prince Tega, Curtis Weaver, Bryce Hall, just to name a few. But you're starting to see those guys slip. Bradley Anay, or Anai rather, uh, is another name that I think if I'm a, a Cowboys fan, I'm still kind of hoping he falls to 179 here. Yeah, look, teams do not like short-armed pass rushers who run a 4-9. That's just mm-hmm. what it comes down to with uh, Bradley and I. But, 
you know, he, he beat Austin Jackson a few times in that Utah-USC matchup. Uh, I mean, he set the Utah record for sacks. Uh, this guy was uh, hard to block at the Senior Bowl when he went up against top competition. So, you know, a productive pass rusher who anywhere at this point, he's a massive steal. He is a massive steal. The Jaguars are on the clock right now with pick 157. And I, I'm still a, a huge fan of what the Jags have done in terms of their draft. C.J. Henderson, Caleb on chase on, LaVishka Chenault, the wide receiver from Colorado, Devin Hamilton, Ben Barch, Josiah Scott, and then Shaquille Quarterman was their most recent pick. That's as solid of a draft for a team that really needed it going into this offseason, having kind of a dismal offseason. Yeah. They've done a, a fantastic job, I think, today of, of shoring up a ton of their needs. Yeah, they just took Daniel Thomas, the safety from Auburn, is who the mm. Jaguars said. And, that, and that's a name, Dane, that a lot of teams were having. And I don't know why this, but it was a, a late ad. I mean, I know the Cowboys were talking about him potentially like as a seventh-round guy, sixth, mm-hmm. seventh-round kind of a guy. That's, that was my grade, sixth, seventh. Yeah, but but and I, and I talked to some other team and said, what about this guy? What about this Daniel Thomas? And, the, and my scout buddy goes, man, that's a late ad for me. So they're trying to figure out about him right now. Uh, but it looks like Jacksonville here in the fifth at 157 have figured out, well, hey, we need this guy on our team. So that's that's their selection. Mm. Good athlete. So, hey, short. 5'10", 215, but he, he's, he's got some power to him. Uh, love the confidence, love the range, love the toughness. He's a, he's a pretty good player who might be playing more of a nickel role uh, in that defense. Brian, how, how much does a late add kind of add into this process, well, especially, especially in a year like this? Yeah, you, you know, you don't want to you, – you know, you're trying to get those guys up there. You want, you want to be able to get the right players in front of people. You know, you don't want to be all of a sudden – you know, a couple of weeks for the draft, like, okay, well, hey, well, what about this guy? We heard something, you know, and I, I with, it, with it being this time of year with, with what we're dealing with, with all the teams across the country, you know, it's, uh, across, uh, not away or with, or away with from each other, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe you're going to have more of those. Maybe you're going to have more of those. Hey, well, this is a guy we couldn't really get to. We couldn't really talk about him. I have to do this, that, and the other. So, uh, we might be hearing about that a lot more than, than, uh, than normal years. Hmm. And that's it's an interesting point, and we we were kind of worried about trades, at least uh, with the the virtual draft. That hasn't been an issue, at least in the last uh, the yeah, last couple I, of rounds. I think Bill O'Brien had a problem yesterday. Yeah. I think he had a deal yeah. with uh, with with Detroit, and then Detroit went ahead and took a player, you know, and he mm-hmm. and they and he kind of lost it on. Is it Quinn? Is that the GM up there in uh, in Detroit? Yeah, yes. I yeah. believe so. Yeah. Bob Quinn. Bob Quinn. So yeah, I mean, he had a problem with Bob Quinn. So uh, it's probably it's probably fair to say I owe an apology to all of the old guys in the NFL because yeah, I mean by and large it's been pretty smooth. I did not expect that. I thought this was going to be a cluster. So, yeah, Dave but, was calling everybody boomers. By the way, Brian on our podcast the other day. I'll call Brian a boomer to his face. He knows that. Yeah, I. You know, that's. I. You got to give these IT departments a lot of credit. And you know, mm-hmm. the, I think the fact that they were able to do these meetings and stuff virtually, they got practice. You know, everybody became comfortable with when to talk, not when to talk, how to use the mute, how not to use me. You know, all those things that you're going to have to deal with. I, I think the fact that these IT departments got to at least do some of these things. Kind of, kind of is a is a good thing that they had a little bit of a, a practice, and it wasn't when the league said, "Okay, the week of we're going to do this virtually." I mean, we're not going to we're not going to let anybody go in their facilities. Uh, teams had a little bit of an opportunity 
uh, to, to work through The this. 2020 NFL Draft continues on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Welcome back. It's the 2020 NFL Draft. We're at pick number 158. The New York Jets are on the clock, and we were just talking about how uh, Dave Hellman is so proud of old people. And it was... I did say that. Yes, very proud of old people and how they have really got it together this draft. And it seems like they all do know how to work computers. They've all managed to keep their Wi-Fi uh, and not over-talk each other on the Zoom calls. Although Brian made a great point, like, shouts out to the IT departments of the NFL. I know how hard our guys work. We shout out out Ben Barnes every year during the draft. I'm sure this has been a stressful week for him and... I have a feeling that applies to every club in the league. Like I, I mentioned this the other night. There was some report. Somebody had their IT guys like living in a Winnebago in that's their driveway. Detroit. That's Detroit. Detroit in the I mean, park. And yeah, that's it's front, insane. Yeah. It's a good call, though. It's a good call. I want to meet the guy who ran the Cat 6 cable all the way into Jerry's yacht. Yep. That's what From I want. The, the local Starbucks all the way out into the, the, the pond in Miami. <laughs> I don't know how you – I don't know. I want to see that cable. I've, I've seen a 60-footer. But I don't know. Got to get close. Six hundred footer. Yeah. yeah, that's that's wherever it was going to. I want to know. Uh, it is the New York Jets on the clock at one fifty eight right now, and we are working our way towards the Dallas Cowboys pick their first fifth rounder. They did trade in order to move up to get Tyler Biotish, the three year starter center at Wisconsin. They're just going to continue the uh, Wisconsin pipeline. And ride that to a, probably a Hall of Fame career for Biotish. And the fall for Bryce Hall, cornerback Virginia, is going to stop right here at 158. He had a great 2018, 22 pass breakups. 2019 had an ankle injury that cost him the last eight games of that year. And you got to imagine that injury is what got him all the way to 158. That's exactly what it was, medically related. And, yeah, you, you set it up well. Uh, and this is a player who was a big-time receiver in high school, and they actually the coaches uh, fought over him when he went to Virginia. He can play defense, can play offense. They moved him to corner, and you see the former uh, receiver uh, out there on the field with the way he could high-point the football. Not the most fluid guy, not the, the straight-line speeds average, but his ability to locate and get his hands on the football – uh, I think he had, what, like 24 passes defended as a junior. Decides to go back uh, for uh, his senior year, and unfortunately it was cut short due to injury. Uh, but, uh, you know, he gets picked up here. Nice uh, nice job by the Jets getting a guy with a, with a discount sticker. But if he it turns out to be healthy, it's a heck of a value. Dane, did you find, when you guys watched him, did you find it, it's like he was riding a motorcycle <laughs> that when he, when he pedaled? He had that kick. He had a weird. Yeah, that, there, that, yes. It was that little. It was almost like it reminded He's me like. Leggy. Yeah, the Kerry Collins used to have a hitch. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, and so many times you have to have something to kind of get you going, like your golf swing. You got a forward press to get the club away. I thought it was like a bull getting ready to charge. Yeah, he had a I, ticket I, one time. He was riding. He, a, he was riding a motorcycle when I was watching that film. Yeah, but yeah, you're, it, but it, you're right. He's he's a competitive guy though. But it's just yeah. funny with the way his technique was. Yeah, and it, it stalls his 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 technique a little bit with the way he he does that. His transitions a little. Uh, it, it, it stalls a little bit because of that. So there's no question he's still learning the position, but as a guy that has length and will go get the football, uh, he definitely proved that 32 and a quarter inch arms, six one and a quarter. Uh, so body looks good. It's just without the combine, uh, because of the injury, we don't have a 40 on him. I don't know that he was going to run better than maybe a four, five, five. 
but in the right scheme, if you use them well, uh, whether it's, I don't know if you're going to play them, uh, play them in man and hope, uh, you know, he just doesn't get beat deep. You're going to play him in zone and let things stay in front of him. But a uh, quality player can get his hands on the football. The Patriots just took a kicker. Which one, Georgia or Georgia Southern? Neither. Roarwasser. How about Whoa. Marshall? Roarwasser. There you go. Say that again. I think it's Roarwasser. <laughs> I just really. Roarwasser. Roar. There's Makes me think of. R-O-H-R, Roarwasser. Roarwasser. Makes me think of Roar and Sons. Dane, not, Dane was not high on Roarwasser. I got nothing, though. No, kickers are not my specialty. Wait, hold on. Is wait, he in, wait, was is he he in the there? No. 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 Okay, everyone, stop it. No. <laughs> I, I do not. Yo, kickers do not count. It's a freaking kicker. Pile on. Pile on. Pile on. It's a kicker. On. I got to that. Kickers no, do I, not I, count. I don't even do reports in my... Uh, in my guide on on kickers and punters, because it's I mean it's hard to say. It just comes down to like, talking to scouts about uh, kickers and punters. Yeah, they 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 usually say I just let the special teams come in and sell. Okay, which one do you like? Okay, yeah. that's good. Hey, when I was with the Cowboys, we had a guy you know that that that's all he did. You know that's his only job was to work on those kickers. So yeah, I'm glad I never had to do that. Oh, Nick Harris off the board. Washington center goes to the Browns. Is he in the guide, mm. Dane? Nick Harris, uh-huh. yes, yes, he's a good pick here by the Browns. Who uh, they're, back for Dane. they're doing a nice job with their bounce value. Back. <laughs> Big bounce back for you, bounce Dane. Just strong. walk off. Just walk off. <laughs> just get out of here. Just tell Jeff, hey, let's see you handle that six seven yeah. round by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. That would be brutal. I would go home and we'd have dead air for hours. It'd be awful. Back to Nick Harris, Dane. Undersized, but athletic. Uh, he's tough. He is not afraid to go after you. Uh, and I mean, Brian, we we kind of talked about him as an earlier guy. Yeah, Maybe we sure even did. Top one hundred. Yeah, and, you know, he. If you can get past the size, and I don't think there's that much of a difference between a Garrett Bradbury, who was top twenty pick last year, yep, and, and Nick Harris. So here in the fifth, just tremendous value. At a position that's not really a need for the Browns, but at some point you just can't pass them up. I just, I, you know, he's a short guy, but I mean, yeah. he is in your face the whole game. I mean, he's running around and, you know, he's like, he, the combo blocks he's able to do, he gets up on the second level, he helps, uh, he's, you know, he'll sit down on guys, he'll play with some leverage. I just like, I just like the demeanor. You know, he's a, like I say, shorter guy and you're going to have to deal with that. There might be some limitations, but, I think the, the 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 technique to which he plays it, the way he moves, his toughness, a lot more positive about him than just the the negative about the the lack of height. Tampa Bay is up at one sixty one. Let me scroll down in the old trackerooski here, see how far we are away from the Cowboys, who have the very last pick of the Still fifth got a ways round. To go one seventy nine is when the Cowboys will pick. We're at one sixty one. With the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa in this draft, Tristan Wirfs in the first round, Antoine Winfield in the second, and running back Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt in the third. Tampa Bay, does Jake Fromm find a home? Will he find a home at some point in this draft, or are we going to watch this dude go undrafted? He's going to find a home. It's just, like I said earlier, there's probably only five teams who are really considering him because he's just, he's not going to fit every scheme. And it's just going to take the right fit for that one of those five teams to be up on the clock and say, all right, he's our best option. So, a uh, little surprise here. We're almost to the mid fifth and he's still around. 
That's that's tough for him. Junior came out early. Tampa Bay is going to add wide receiver Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota, who had monster numbers last year and for his career at Minnesota, where the tape to me doesn't necessarily match the monster production and athletically not super impressive. Route running kind of clunky, but the weird mm-hmm. thing is, is that after saying all that, it works. Like he, he does find a way to be open. He can high point a ball. Uh, Tyler Johnson's a really interesting player. Let's see if he's going to get onto the field for Tampa Bay. But I think at 161, it makes a lot of sense, that sort of production. And not, I think that's a pretty, I think that's a good pick for Tampa Bay at 161. I like it at 161. And you, you said he wasn't a good route runner or he was an okay route runner. I thought I, I liked his route. I think runner. he's a clunky route runner. Like I it's very it okay. fidgety and it's not real smooth. It wasn't smooth. But it works. No. And, and I don't think it was smooth because he's not as much of an athlete as you'd like. And Dane, you can feel free to chime in here too. But I, I mean, I just don't think he was the athlete and he's not going to wow you on film, but I thought he was a decent route runner. And it really bothered uh, teams that he decided not to work out at the Shrine game. He he, he mm. just he decided to stay home, um, and he decided not to work out at the Combine. Uh, he put everything on his pro day, which, of course, did not happen. So uh, that's why he is still available or was still available here in the fifth. But Tampa Bay saw the value and said, okay, we're not going to pass on him. And, you know, he might not see the field as a rookie very much, but – uh, as a guy that you can develop and you know get some of the the undisciplined uh, areas, tidy them up and see what he can do for you. I can understand that mindset from a you know first round guy. Like if you want to if you want to not put yourself at risk at the combine or whatever as a top prospect, I get it. But I don't understand that for a guy who was probably always going to be an outside you know a day three type of guy. Mm-hmm. We're to the Washington Redskins at 162. That'll be followed by the Chicago Bears. The Washington pick is in. Then we'll have the Bears, and then Philadelphia will be making the pick that Dallas did have before they traded it and next year's five to go up for Tyler Biotish, the Wisconsin center. So it's the Washington Redskins on the clock now. We're about 17 picks away from the Dallas Cowboys, and the pick for Washington is going to be Kalik Hudson. Outside linebacker, Michigan, Dane, scouting report. I don't know what you do with him because he has the size of a safety. He played linebacker at Michigan, but what he did best was blitz. So there's just it's a kind of a mishmash of traits with Khalid Hudson. Um, and so you have to figure out the best way to use him. But you love the play speed. You love the, the violence that he plays with. So there's a lot of appealing traits there, but position fit and what he's going to do for you that that might be the question mark. I think he's going to come in on special teams and be able to you know carve out a roster spot, and then he needs to do something to really show that he can give you snaps on defense, and uh, whether it's in sub packages or uh, you know just just a guy you can get on the field. That'll put the Bears on the clock before the Philadelphia Eagles with the former Cowboys pick at number one sixty four. They'll be picking at one seventy nine. The Chicago Bears so far in this draft, Cole Komet. Jalen Johnson, the Utah corner, and Travis Gibson, the edge out of Tulsa, and now back up on the clock here in the sixth round, where predicting players is almost impossible, but would anybody like to try? Chicago well, Bears. I, I'd like to focus on something real quick. It would just turn around here. 
if if all right, Dallas say Dallas still had the pick. Yeah. Who would you be interested in? Can I can I take it that way? Curtis Weaver. Uh, yeah, I keep. I? I look at those edge rushers. The fact that they're both still there is pretty surprising. There's also I have a random name at edge rusher. Uh, Dane might have to help me say it, but Derek Tuska. Tuska, yeah. Tuska. Derek Tuska, mm-hmm. just off of um, production at North Dakota State and the Combine, because when I'm looking at day three edge rushers, what I'm kind of looking for is athleticism, so yeah. sub 4.8 and a sub 6.9 three-cone drill. So he's my he's my day three guy. He's my day three uh, throw a Hail Mary and see if you can find a pass rusher guy at North Dakota State. But obviously Weaver and Anai would be the two guys uh, in front of that. Guys, does it kind of feel like a quarterback might be in store? It's well, coming I, down to the final parts of the yeah, round. Yeah, that's that's funny because if yeah, they got the they got the obviously they said okay, let's go get the center. They they probably had a lot better grade on him than I had on the board for him. But yeah, when they get down to that last pick at one seventy nine, you know, but who who is that guy? I mean, on my board personally, I don't the the Gordon kid, Jeff, uh, yeah. Dane, I, Washington State. One year, how do you feel about that? Is that is that worth? It? I mean, obviously they 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 just keep moving away from Fromm. You mm-hmm. know, there's something that they just don't like, I guess, with Fromm. You know, because they they've had some opportunities and they just haven't done that. But is does you know? Let's let's talk about a different corner. A quarterback is is Gordon make any sense there? Yeah, he's following the Gardner Minshew uh, trajectory, uh, going to you know one year as a starter at Washington State, then. Going to the NFL, he sat a long time to wait his chance, didn't he? He, he did well, and yeah, and he was a JUCO kid. He, yeah. he really doesn't have a ton San of experience, yeah. right? So he 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 was a baseball guy. Didn't become a quarterback till his junior year in high school. Um, waited his turn behind Luke Falk, and then Gardner Minshew, and he made the most of it as a senior. I don't think we talk enough about how good he was last year. Mm-hmm. He broke Pac-12 records that were held by Jared Goff, by Andrew Luck by Marcus Mariota. I mean, a lot of big-time names, quarterbacks coming out of that conference, and he broke records, passing records. So what is he going to look like outside of that leech scheme? That was the same thing we were asking about Minshew last year, but went to the Senior Bowl, looked pretty good, has the best release, I think, of any quarterback in this class, um, and definitely a guy you want to try and sit and develop. Philadelphia is on the clock with the former Dallas Cowboys pick that they gave up, along with next year's five to go get Tyler Biotish, the Wisconsin center. We will have that pick and a whole bunch more. We're about 15 picks away from the Cowboys. You are listening to the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. And as we look at 164, 163 to the Bears, Kendall Vildor, cornerback out of Georgia Southern. Dave was familiar with him. Senior Bowl. Another Senior Bowl guy, which which starting to just become a trend. I mean, yeah, it's been a trend all day, and I think y'all are absolutely right about the familiarity of it all. Um, and I mean, he, he is part two of my senior bowl trifecta. Holmes was the first one. Mm-hmm. Keeping an eye on my guy, Dane Jackson. Somebody's going to get a steal. I don't think I it's going to be, say, it's not going to be the Cowboys. Don't think it's going to be the Cowboys, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, for where you're getting them, I like all these guys. I think they're feisty, competitive dudes. Um, and- well, and before the uh, before we went to the, a break on the 105.3 side of things, I, we were talking about Anthony Gordon, and I didn't get a chance to kind of give my 
my thoughts on Gordon. I would love that, uh, honestly, with a fifth round or a sixth round pick. I know the Cowboys don't have a sixth at the moment, but right at this point of the draft, if you think that Anthony Gordon is a guy who can come in and win the backup starting job, I'm I'm 100% for it because I think he's got a chance to be a modern NFL quarterback, and I think he's got the tools to do so. Plus, he's just got a cannon, and I like that, and I respect that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Eagles just went down again, by the way, so it's going to be the Dolphins that make the Cowboys pick. Hmm. So what would we be looking at here? Would it be edge rusher? Is that what we would be sold on? I'm not going to lie to you. I don't even know off the top of my head what the Dolphins want. But, I mean, when when team anytime a team trades up, like I'm well, looking at, I'm trying to correct the market in terms of like mm-hmm. who's still sitting there that you're surprised about. Well, I'm also kind of I'm alluding to what would you be looking at if you were the Cowboys here? Because this is where oh. we would have been picking. This is the selection that would have been made if you were Dallas, if you would not have gone up and snagged Tyler Biotish. If there I'm have the been ca- some interior guys gone since Biotish went, by the way. If I'm the Cowboy, if I still had this pick as the Cowboys, you can't ignore quarterback just because we know they've been looking at him. Again, there's there's two edge rushers that just seem like they're blinking there, which makes me wonder what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I I absolutely love KJ Hill. Uh, I I hate for him that his <laughs> I I would draft. I, I know they got still would do it. Hell yeah! It, I mean, this KJ Hill draft, or right? James Prochet, who do you have higher? Uh, yeah, I'm a Prochet fan, but I think I would take Hill before Prochet. Okay. Dane, am I crazy? No, you're not I like crazy. That. I mean, I think the four six, the lack of speed, the lack of suddenness—that's what's bothering teams yeah. about Hill. Mm-hmm. But I mean, such a good player, uh, ball skills, a guy that can uh, is work the middle of the field, uh, route runner. Uh, I mean, that's, there's a lot, a lot of things I like about him. I'm not trying to send him downfield in this offense. Sure. I mean, I, mean, I got C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper to do that. Speaking of Curtis Weaver, just off the board to the Miami Dolphins. And See, okay, that, so I, I mean, I couldn't have told you the player, but again, you know, a team trades up in a situation like this, they are probably enamored with a guy. Was this Philadelphia's pick? Did they move? They, this? they, they, they moved, moved back again. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but if if you're trading up at this, it's it's just like Xavier Woods a few years ago. The Dolphins were probably stunned that a guy they like that much is still hanging around, and they go up and get him. And we were just talking about edge rushers for the Cowboys. By the way, a little bit of breaking news from Adam Schefter. Eagles are trading for 49ers wide receiver Marquise Goodwin per source. Now, the terms of that trade are not known at the moment, but Marquise Goodwin is apparently going to be in the NFC East, not with the Cowboys. That was a a name that was rumored. If the Cowboys didn't want a wide receiver in the draft, and now they got CeeDee Lamb, I would much rather have CeeDee Lamb than Marquise Goodwin, but Goodwin... Going to gonna have to play him twice a year now. Dave, that with Jalen Rager too. Dave, you'll be interested in this. Before radio, I trained or coached Marquise Goodwin at the performance course in Rowlett. He was probably fourteen or fifteen. You Good make athlete. it sound like I don't read your tweets, my guy. Good Come athlete. On. Yeah. Good athlete. So he owes you for a lot of the success. I think so. Yeah. I you think, can say that. Yeah, I think that me going good job was a was a real big thing. You should see me as a coach. It's great. <laughs> Maybe he was a, a discouraged fourteen year old, and then he gave yeah. him that that okay, good good job, and he thought, okay, I can do this. He just needed a friendly voice in his ear. Did you give him phone books too, Jeff, or was that just, no phone books for him? That was nope. I only delivered Cleburne. those to Cleburne. Okay. That was the only city where we did. It was that. only Reggie Robinson. Yes, he's the only okay. one who got a phone book for me. Colin Just Johnson to, sure. to Texas, uh, to Jacksonville. 
Ooh. Mike's his uh, wide receiver. I like, I like that. I like Prochet and Hill more than him. I do, both too. Of them. This is the 2020 NFL Draft with Jeff Kavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dave Hellman, Dane Brugler, and Kyle Yeomans. Pick number 165 is Colin Johnson, the Texas wide receiver, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I tell you, every time I watch the Texas game or when you watch film on Colin Johnson, he will make a catch where I feel like the football is five yards out of bounds. Yeah. But he'll catch it and have a foot in. I don't. <laughs> it's just the wingspan and that height, uh, the ability to to do things like that on the sideline or on a ball up high. Colin Johnson is a fun player, not my top receiver on the board, but... Mm-hmm. At 165, you see what Jacksonville's doing there. I'll tell you what, Hellman, you remember the LSU game against Texas? Oh, vividly. They go the onside kick, and I swear I thought he had it. Oh, so did I. It was like, you t- just to your <laughs> point, we Jeff, screwed. I'm like, my gosh, he just got that ball. <laughs> and I'm like, serious. how did he get that ball? I mean, literally, I almost broke down in tears. Because <laughs> our defense was you like, we, such like a coward. nine guys laying on the field with cramps at yeah, the time. You know, cowardly about emotions, Dave. Yeah. No, there is something Football. cowardly about Brian never believing that his team is going to win until it's over. Like, yeah. just have some freaking faith. Yeah. It's Jeff Kavanaugh and Brian Broaddus of The Fan and Dave Hellman, Kyle Yeomans, and Dane Brugler with DallasCowboys.com. Interesting you would say that about Brian because I was watching an LSU game. Was that against Alabama? Yeah, Alabama. And LSU was up by 150 points. And Bama's I was like, different. I was like, Bama's Dave, different. you're good, bro. What, and he was what? like, it's not It's not good. It's not good. What uh, happened in that game, Jeff? LSU they, beat Alabama. Yeah, after Bama stormed back and was like within a touchdown for the entire second half. I'm just saying it's interesting that you were going after Brian. Brian so hard. About. Bama's different. Oh yeah, see, it's different. Brian was sitting at AT and T with me when LSU was up thirty to three on Miami, and he's just chewing his fingernails off, like I don't know, I don't know. Quintez Cephas yeah, is sorry, off the we're board. Getting, we're way off track here. <laughs> Wisconsin wide receiver going to the Detroit Lions. What? Okay. I mean, no offense to Colin Johnson and Quintez Cephas, but the best two receivers are still like they're not, still not according to teams. Well, they're wrong. Yeah. It depends what you're looking mm. for. K.J. Hill is a, a slot-only guy who yep. Yep. is very specific with how you can use him. Um, Which, and that's, you know, we have to keep in mind that these these receivers, you know, we put them all in the same bucket, but they're very different with what they could do on the field. See if you follow my line of thought here. And I, I don't mean to Probably dog not. on. I don't mean to dog on Colin Johnson. He's obviously he's a very good player. He, yeah, everything Jeff said about his wingspan, but like he's going to play on the outside. And is he getting away from NFL DBs? Like, does he have the ability to separate from those guys? That's why he Vert- was vertically one sixty something. Yeah, six six. That, that's I think the appeal with Colin Johnson. Yeah, I just he, I, he had some injury issues too, but he still also bailed Sam Ellinger out on throw after throw after throw throughout the course of his career. Yeah, I, Colin Johnson. He was my top ranked senior receiver coming into the year, and then. Uh, this past year was derailed with injuries, but I think there's some nuance to his routes. I think he's a pretty good player who, in the fifth, uh, if, as long as he's healthy, seems like a pretty good pick. He's, some of the film between him and Jeff Gladney was my favorite to watch all mm-hmm. year long. That was a battle. Yeah, he was the first player I scouted this year. That was the very first player I watched. You know, because of Dan, I was talking to Dan. Colin Johnson was? Yeah, Colin Johnson says, oh, you know, check out this wide receiver. And I'm like, fine, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I just, it, it's, it's a long journey that we go through, but the, I just, 
I think that there's the good point about him separating initially off the line. But if he does get that space, that the, the, the catch radius, the way he goes up, the way he attacks the ball, uh, you know, I think there's a lot to like about that guy in that, in that regard, the way he competes in that, 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 that vein. Buffalo Bills on the clock at number 167. Then we will have the Philadelphia Eagles at 168. The Cowboys are at 179. So a little over 10 picks away from the Dallas Cowboys making a pick. And we have the Buffalo Bills on the clock. We finally had Curtis Weaver go off of the board. So is there anybody else now that's really sticking out as what's this guy still doing here for any of you guys, Kyle? Bradley and I. That's the first one off on my board. Yeah, KJ Hill's there too. I, I kind of want to throw in a, a prediction. I want to throw in a call. If he's there at one seventy-five, I think KJ Hill goes to the Packers. I just I don't know. I feel like that would be a fun fit. But well, I, I don't if, know. The Packers seem like their goal is to make their quarterback mad. That's fair. not help him. <laughs> but I think that would be a great fit. And I think I just have a hunch that he's going to go to a cold weather team. Well, that's too. what I'm saying. Yeah, if you if you talk about a guy that. It makes plays in all conditions, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I mean, he's one of the top receivers. If you talk about numbers out of Ohio State ever, I mean, the guy, yeah. I never, very rarely did I see, I shouldn't say never, very rarely did I see him ever drop a ball. Or, I mean, I mean, when it's near him, he is going to catch it. Now, is he going to run away from him? No, but he's going to catch the ball. He's very secure in the way he plays. He's a confident player. He's just not fast. That's the only problem mm-hmm. with that guy. Four six doesn't intrigue you as much. See, yeah, I don't worry. What it is. And, uh, That's you know the what? same issue with Prochet. Yeah, yeah, I don't worry about thing. that in the slot. Yeah. I just understand it when I'm ah, picking them. Jake Fromm. That this is not. There you go. Jake Fromm is going to the Buffalo Bills, ah. so he'll be going up there to back okay. up Josh Allen, which is not similar. Uh, very different. Not even a little bit. Both maybe turnover averse. They have that kind in common, of, but yeah. outside of that, it's a stretch. they're very. That's accurate. I'm just. <laughs> it's accurate. That's about. That's about it, though. That's about it. Uh, so pretty far down the list on what you could compare. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Fromm is finally off the board. You figure the further that he slips, the more likely it is somebody takes a chance on him. But from the Cowboys' perspective, if they're gonna draft one. I mean, Gordon. Give me Anthony Gordon. They're running. Well, my point is they're kind of running out of options because mm-hmm. Morgan went off the board, and now Fromm's gone. Eason went a while ago. You're not interested in Mason Fine in the seventh round? Okay. Y'all I have mean, talked a lot about LSU, so I can throw North. No, nah, hey, honestly. <laughs> okay. At two, I can, at I two, have that there. at two thirty-one, they can do whatever they want. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> You're not going to be saying that when two thirty. Oh my God! Out. I can't. I can't believe they messed up the pick. That's fifteen spots from the end. Oh. Dane, was, does does is it Luton from Oregon Jake State? Luton? Yeah. Does yeah. he do anything for you? How about no? Yeah. People were talking about the Iowa kid, Nate they, Stanley. Yeah, oh, Stanley. Nate Stanley. Yeah, I mean, I, he's a big, strong arm passer, but he just can't move. That's that's why I, 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 you know, what bothered me about Jacob Eason bothers me with Nate Stanley. Just. That he, he moves with, like he has ankle weights on, and that's what really bothers me about him. So he's not for me, but for a team that's looking for that vertical passing game, uh, he might be a fit. Let's get a rundown of your uh, – let's get a refresher on everybody's best available players as we're sitting here at 168, just over 10 picks away from the Dallas Cowboys, regardless of position, because we are at the point where I think you can just take the best player available because a lot of – 
fifth round picks aren't making a football team, aren't I've, helping I've you out I've got three players left in my top 100. Uh, Prince Teguanogo, which is the knee. Uh, mm-hmm. Bradley and I, pass rusher from Utah. KJ Hill, Ohio State wide receiver, who has just snuck into my top 100 at number 97. So, uh, those three players still available. And then, got Justin Sternod from Wake Forest, the linebacker. James Prochet, receiver SMU. Murchison, the defensive tackle, NC State. Eno Benjamin, running back from Arizona State, and then Dave's linebacker from Purdue, Marcus Bailey. Let's go. Bad knees and all. Are they? That's okay. Hey, Sean Lee had bad knees. Only hmm. name not round true. five. Only name not mentioned there that I like to tape on is Iowa safety Geno Stone. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'd like to throw his name in the mix. I was a little later on him. We've talked about what Hunter Bryant. We think that's a medical there, right? Is that is that where is that we're yeah. saying? Okay. Uh, Dane got them all. I, if you're going to mention another tight end, the blocking tight end, Pinkney from Vanderbilt. If you're going to say, okay, hey, we've got at, we've got athlete up the field tight ends. We'd like a guy a little bit stronger at the point of attack. Maybe he's a guy you would consider. But I, I agree with everybody's name. I I wonder if they do the swing tackle bit. You know, or or is that like I said, is this now Connor Williams? Yeah, if they Connor, got a lot of offensive linemen. Yeah, Connor Williams loses the left tackle. Oh, excuse me, the left guard spot. If you're the Cowboys, then all of a sudden he becomes your swing tackle, doesn't he? I mean, is him that? And, I yeah. mean, him yes. and Brandon Knight. Okay, can, so then, so then you're probably not thinking about one of these tackles, then, right? Do so, you love your options at this point? I mean, other, if, if you're comfortable with the Auburn, yeah, I mean, if you're comfortable with the Auburn guy's knee, that's fine. But otherwise, I don't know. John Hightower is going to be the pick for the Eagles. They're going wide receiver, the Boise oh. State guy. Who, Brian? I think you're pretty high on Hightower. I kind of like this guy a little bit. Uh, yeah, Dane, if you got him, go ahead. I'd have to pull him up, but go ahead. Oh, it's just pure speed with John Hightower. And, you know, he's he reminds me of like a poor man's Will Fuller where it's all about speed deep. And, you know, he's not going to give you a lot of uh, precise routes. He's going to have some drops, but it's it's a speed. And the interviews didn't go that well for a lot of teams. But uh, if he can burn past corners, that's going to get him on the field. Yeah, this guy, they use him as a jet sweep player. Sometimes, I mean, he's got some elusive ability with the ball in his hands. I did see him carry the route across the field. I didn't think he was afraid to go inside. The quickness to get off the ball. The staff, it, Dane's right. Staff will take some deep, deep shots with this cat, you know. And he could be some. He could be a tough guy to bring down when the when the ball's in his hands in the open field. Uh, the burst, the finish, uh, tracking the ball. I kind of liked it. I thought he was a little bit smooth and shifty with the ball. And go get it in the air. So I, I was I was a little bit higher on him than probably some most. But uh, but what there were so many. Have on him? I had him in the fifth round. Yeah, that's, that's I had him exactly. right here. That's where yeah. I got him. Yeah, I had, a, I had a late fourth, early fifth. So we're we're similar. Philadelphia loading up because they took Jalen Raker, just traded for Marquise Goodwin, and now they've got John Speed. Hightower. Yeah, yeah, it's almost you like see who they were playing with at the end of the year last yeah. year. I mean, that, that that I don't think they ever want to go through that again. I really Maybe don't. their fans should calm the hell down. Like all, I mean, drafting Jalen Hurts suddenly seems fine when you add Goodwin and Hightower seems like a bargain, and obviously Rager. Like I think they'll be okay. So now we're at pick one sixty nine. The Cowboys pick at one seventy nine. We're about ten picks away from the Dallas Cowboys being back on the clock. And we'll just be, I would imagine, searching for best available player or, I don't know, Dane or Brian, when you're here, are you looking for your best available football player or are you looking for your best available football traits? I'm I'm one round away from starting to look at traits mm-hmm. because I feel like that on my board there might be that fourth round guy still sitting there. 
Right. You know, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait one more round till I start getting these guys that can fly, or guys that I feel like have really good length to them, you know, or or maybe they play multiple positions, or maybe I'm even thinking about special teams cats at that point. But I'm, I'm going one more round here. I'm, I'm trying at 179 to try and get my that fourth round player off my board. Brian, where did you have Bradley and I? I had him in the I had him in the fourth round. I got him at the end of the okay. third. So. Yeah, I had I had Weaver and then Anai. I had their tags touching is yeah. what I had. Bottom of the third for me as well, 89th overall on my board. So I, I mean, I get it. Short armed, four nine athlete, but his first step is very good. He understands how to use his hands. I mean, at this point, it's the fifth round. Last pick in the fifth round, the Cowboys. I think they should be interested. I think they should be overly interested because you, you're still uncertain, of course, with, with Randy Gregory and, and Alden Smith, but you still have a safety net with those two should they be reinstated. So if Bradley and I doesn't turn out to be an immediate impact, you still have those guys that he can learn behind. I, I would 100%, I would, that would be a high five pick if they took an eye at, at 179. That would have, that's what I thought they were doing when they traded up. Um, yeah. I mean, Dane, I know you just gave, a concise scouting report, but like if I mean your best guess as to why he's still here is I mean just because he lacks that really you know quick twitch athleticism. I he never seemed like he bended very well to me for you know for a guy that you're counting on to rush from the right side. Yeah, he, teams they just get scared of rushers that don't have a uh, you know like dominant trait. Like even if you only have a fastball, at least you have a fastball. Uh, Bradley at night doesn't have that because he doesn't have, he's not going to win in the point of attack with his length. He's not going to surprise blockers with his speed. Uh, but he, he is a, a crafty rusher because he understands how to use his hands. He understands uh, timing and pace within his rush so he can break down the rhythm of blockers. So I, I think that he offers a little more savvy than what's going to show in the testing. And there's still value in that. So I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't seen a team uh, look at that and say, okay, we, we could use that on our football team. Now we are at 170 with the Baltimore Ravens, so we are just – I'm always bad Did at Did I this. miss Minnesota's yeah. pick? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Hand, Hand, the Temple mm-hmm. cornerback. Temple okay. Corner. Yep. Transfer from Baylor, yep. by the way. Harrison Hand, mm-hmm. Mr. Hand. Very competitive player. Oh, this is that was one of the ten million picks that the Saints gave to the Vikings last night, wasn't it? <laughs> mm, yes, it was. I couldn't. I can't keep track of them all. And they gave up this pick to Baltimore. The the Vikings did. And they were originally at one seventy, but now Ravens are there. Dane, was that a, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say much? Because <laughs> mine was kind of the same. I was like, well, uh, four five two, good jumps, yeah. solid shuttles. But don't trust the athleticism on tape. I don't trust the fluidity or the balance. Right. And he's not a bad athlete, but he just doesn't have much much twitch. Uh, he's not a sudden guy. Um, and so you know, it, it's you want to see better uh, movement skills from from a cornerback. So, um, and he's not a technically sound guy either. Uh, so I think he's he trusts what he sees and he reacts. But if there's a false step, he's cooked. So now it is the Baltimore Ravens on the clock. We're working our way towards the Cowboys pick, and we'll be back with that Ravens pick, and we'll be working our way towards the Cowboys in the first round. You're listening to the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. And here we go on the Internet side of things. The countdown is officially at 10 until 179, and the Cowboys select so far 
Dallas has had quite the draft as they went up and snagged Tyler Biotish, the Wisconsin center at 146, the last pick of the fourth round. Before that, in the fourth, they took Reggie Robinson corner out of Tulsa. Oh, man. Neville Gallimore, Trayvon Diggs, C.D. Lamb from days one and two. So pretty solid thus far. Now you're looking at best player available. Dave, Dave is putting on the, the bandana, so you know what time it is if Dave's putting the bandana on. It's getting right, late ready to day go. three. I'm ready to go. Are you sweating? Is that what it is? Just, or Honestly, what's I'm, going just, on? I'm restless. I'm hungry, and my back hurts, and this is going to make me feel better for these last two rounds. For a young oh, guy, you're kind of beat up. Dude, my back. Kind of I have up. the I have the back of a 65-year-old man. Hey, by the way, the the Baltimore Ravens in tradition continue to take players I like. Mm. This Broderick Washington, this mm. defensive tackle oh. from Texas Tech. Dan, you watch any of his tape? Nope, never heard of him. Okay. Uh, no, he's a good player. Uh, <laughs> I was a little surprised by no, that. I, I, I was so no, caught off guard. I, I knew exactly because, trust uh, me, I mean, I was following all on his list. I was going back and looking at guys in his book. I was going back and saying, okay, these are guys I need to watch. And this was one of those guys that he had that I needed to watch. And I'll do him. This guy's a five-technique defensive end that could two-gap, and he'll chase, and he'll get up the field, and he's got some power to get rid of the blockers at the point of attack. There's some snaps where he'll absorb the blocker and give some ground and then disengage. But, you know, he will extend. He'll stack the line of scrimmage. Good lateral uh, footwork and awareness to get down the line, make some plays. I thought he had some flexibility and balance to his game as well. But I didn't see him get knocked around or knocked on the ground. But uh, he, he didn't have many pass rush moves. He tends to rely on his power to get pressure. But uh, he's got a dur- he's had a very durable career. And, you know, he's one of these guys that that the, the coaches always kind of thought when you talk to those guys about him was that he, this guy is a, a one of those defensive linemen in the Big 12 you kind of had to know about a little bit. Two-year team captain, um, very tough-minded, and, and just like you said, don't expect much as a pass rusher, but uh, a guy that plays nasty can can really be a dominant run defender. Uh, I like him as a – he could be a scheme-versatile nose. You can play him at the five, like you said. So uh, I had a fifth-round grade on him, so I think good pick. Uh, you know, the Ravens keep doing that. Yeah, absolutely. They've had quite the draft, and they haven't even really tried. That's that's kind of the, the frustrating part about it. <laughs> Welcome is, to Baltimore. Yeah. yeah okay. They, okay. I mean, they well, haven't tried. Made, they've made eight of their nine picks, and they've got Ben Bredesen, Tyree Phillips, Malik Harrison, Devin Duvernay, Justin Matabike, Oh, they've done J. the work, Dave. We're just saying that this team Patrick finds Green. They, this you got to do the work. You do the work, but, you know, if you do the work and you have the guys in the right spot, you take them. And, it you seems it like every easy. time that you look up, there's a guy. In, I, I've looked up every single time that it's been the draft, and it's like Baltimore's up, and I'm like, okay, here's who's the top player on my board, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I, you know, if they it's were been the, that, it's been that kind of draft. If it was the Eagles, I'd get why it makes you so salty. But I'm just, I applaud them. Go, go, no, job. No, I, I'm no, gonna go Baltimore. I'm not, I'm not hating on the Ravens. I'm just saying that they make it. We're a hating lot on easier. you, Dave. Is what make we're it, hating on right now. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. That's what it. Yeah. And now you've got the Texans on the clock, followed by Detroit. Detroit followed by Philadelphia. Philadelphia's pick with 173. It was a result of them trading back with the Dolphins. The Dolphins at 164, which was originally the Cowboys pick, taking Curtis Weaver, the edge out of Boise State, after a long fall due to medicals. I, I, the one name I want on the board, it's at 179, Bradley and A. That's, that's the name I want whenever 179 comes around, but we've still got nine more picks until that happens. Yeah, it looks like that Isaiah uh, Coulter. 
The 2020 NFL Draft continues on DallasCowboys.com and 105.3 The Fan. Isaiah Coulter, wide receiver out of Rhode Island, is going to the Houston Texans at uh, pick 171. The Cowboys pick at 179. So we are getting closer and closer to the Dallas Cowboys selection here with the end of the fifth round coming up. About seven picks away from the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah Coulter, Dane Brugler, scouting report. The rare junior to come out early from the FCS level. Uh, 6'2", 200 pounds, good speed, uh, can work the middle of the field, a little leaner than you want. Uh, looks, uh, doesn't really fill out his uniform all that well in terms of the, the muscle definition, but he is a, a really nimble athlete. And so, uh, if he, as he gets better as a route runner, uh, just a very nifty athlete who I think could, could grow into something. I had a fourth round grade on him, so, good value here in the fifth yeah i was gonna see if i had yeah i i looked at him as well i mean he lines up both inside and outside and he's not the biggest guy i i think physically and dane was talking about that he's thin there's thin structure to him but i thought he could win off the line with some quickness i did see a little bit of a burst i did see uh a good job of punishing those players he plays against that have no speed you know he's got speed they don't so he, he does a good job the dependable hands there i thought he could extend uh, there were some snaps where he struggled with some contested balls, but at times, I mean, that, that was an issue. But speed helps him as a route runner. I, I think that he gets plenty of opportunities there. But, uh, uh, you know, that's that's something uh, defenders will have to worry about his quick, quickness and speed before they have to worry about anything else with this guy. Man, even with him being selected, there's some really good receivers still on the board, which is what we expected and what we talked about going into the draft. But there are a ton of good receivers, not just K.J. Hill and James Prochet that are still out there. Jason Huntley, running back, New Mexico State, wow. is the pick that is going to the Detroit Lions at number 172. What does uh, what does Wow mean there? A little surprised he went this early, uh, but uh, he is a he's a fun player. He's tough to tackle, uh, really sudden with his movements, but he's just a small guy. He's 5'8", 180 pounds. Uh, you worry about durability wise, can he hold up at that size? Uh, but he is a fun player to watch. Finds his top speed quickly, accelerates. Uh, he just scoots up and down the field. Um, so undersized, you worry about the durability, but he's a, dy- he's a dynamic player. Uh, if he can find a role as a return man, uh, maybe be a multi-purpose threat out of the backfield, that's what the Lions have with a, with a Jason Huntley. You think there's something wrong with this Benjamin kid from Arizona State? They rode him uh, uh, last two years. And so it's a, the, the tread's not good on him? That, that that might be the question mark with him, um, and you know he's a he's a good back, but there's nothing exceptional there. And so you know I think that when you're looking for a running back, you're looking for something that they do really well. Benjamin, I don't know if he has that. The DFW product, by the way, Wiley East High School. I actually mm. uh, I called one of the f- the first games I called for Highland Park football. John Stephen Jones versus Eno Benjamin, Wiley East and Highland Park back in his senior year of high school. So that was kind of fun to watch. Who won that game? Uh, Eno Benjamin and Wiley East actually won that game. It was the last game that John Stephen lost his junior year before going on a state title run. So Jason Huntley from uh, Arlington, uh, Martin High School. Oh, yeah. So another local kid. Really interesting to hear Dane hating on Wiley. Good part of the Metroplex. I've always been a big fan of Wiley and uh, Dane just tearing it down. If that's what you can do. That's what you can do when you move I, I, out of we state. We had to re- replay that back. I don't remember saying that, but uh, I don't think anybody tore up Wiley. Yeah. Weird play. What, say, once he, again, he just talking about it, you know Benjamin Monday through Friday, two to seven every day. <laughs>
Philadelphia's going to trade this pick, guys. Philadelphia's traded this pick to the Bears, so the 173. They don't want to pick today. Yeah, well, they did pick Hightower, yeah, but Philadelphia's, that's their third trade of this afternoon. Let's see what the Bears are going to do with this this pick here. They're going to pick a player. Mm-hmm. We hope so. Offense, defense, or special teams. Hey, mm. would it be a waste of a pick? I was just farting around it, it on would, a simulator would, one time. You, hold on, Brian. Yeah, it would, Jeff. I was farting around on a simulator, and in the seventh round, I didn't care anymore, so I took a punter. Would it be a waste of a pick if you took A&M's punter, Dane? Brandon Mann. Waste of a pick? No. Okay. Um, but then again, uh, you know, it's, it's it's still a punter. And do you have to draft him in the in the fifth round? No, um, not the fifth. I would be going okay. in the seventh. I'm just asking if I can okay. draft a punter or if sure. you would shame me for it. No. It, 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 with this last pick in the fifth round, I think there are better options. But in the seventh round, no. I mean, that's, that's definitely a direction you're going. Is man in the guide, though? Number one punter. Yeah, you better I put Braden know. Man in the guide. I knew the answer to that question. He took a deep sigh as he said that. <laughs> Yes. This guy Dave. won the Ray Guy Award. Of course he's in the guide. Freaking Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick. By the way, this is the third pick the Bears have had this round. Took Kendall Vildor at 163, and they took Travis Gibson from Tulsa at 155. So they've been active today, unlike Philly. Real real quick, I know we did this not that long ago, but do we all agree that Bradley and I would be our preferred option for the Cowboys at 179? Yes. Bradley and I, Geno Stone, Hunter Bryant. Um, is KJ Hill still out there? He yes. is. And KJ Hill. Those are my four guys that I had graded in the third round that are still can, available in the fifth. Can I throw Aaron Gordon into the mix here too? You mean Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Gordon? Gordon? Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon. Sorry. I wouldn't take a basketball player. Not Aaron Gordon. No, not Orlando Magic. Aaron Gordon. No. Uh, no. You can feel free. Okay. I just I I throw I, it in the mix. I mean, I have a nigh circled for multiple reasons. Obviously, I mean, y'all, you know, third round grade, all that good stuff. People talked about him as a top one hundred pick. I also I am more concerned about the lack of addressing right end than safety, to be honest. At this point, um, well, you Dave, know, I guess you're not ready for the Everson Griffin or Jadeveon Clowney signing, huh? No, Jeff, because I cover the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> I'm just so, asking. Do you? you know? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Every every day I do. Oh, okay. Making so sure. I, I mean, are are you under the impression that either of those guys is going to wind up here? No, nah, Dave. I was just having fun with you today. Yeah, I know. I know. Do you, you do you take a chance on a, a Natan Moody uh, from from Fresno State, a guy who has not been able to stay healthy? But I'm telling you, talent wise, he's a top fifty talent. So mm-hmm. I know you have to listen to your doctors, but at what point does he become worth the chance? What time do you? Probably the fifth or sixth round, right? Tell the doctor, hey, thanks for all the advice, and now the top fifty tape is getting picked. With you telling me not to, mm-hmm. I'm still going to do it. Well, that's yeah. I mean, it, 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 there's a point in time where it does become, you know, okay to do stuff like that. As as long as you know, as long the doctor will always say, the trainer will always say, as long as you know the risks. I mean, you don't want to create a situation where the training staff is always having to deal with this player. You know, you want him to be on the field, you want him practicing, you want him playing. You know, but if if you're creating a situation where he's he's always in the training room, that that's not especially when they told you that the guys. Not healthy enough to play. Doctor quits. He's like, you just you don't care. You're not listening to me. Yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, guys, another wide receiver off the board before either KJ Hill or James Prochet. Darnell Mooney from Tulane. Oh, the, the budget version of yeah. uh, KJ Hamler. Yeah, that's a good way to yeah. put it. I like Tulane. 
He uh, no, no offense to kickers, but he's got a kicker body. Uh, really, really lean uh, player, but speed. That, that's what it's all about. He ran a four three eight at the combine. Uh, he can get open deep. Uh, make too many drops on his film, but it's all about the speed with Darnell Moody. I have no choice but to conclude that James Prochet's like a, a five a five one wide receiver, like yeah. you know yeah. four nine four nine forty. He's short, he's slow, he's got tiny arms, but he'll catch. If you put it within a reasonable chance of him, he will catch it. He's going to make somebody a heck of a player he when he gets the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dane, your guy Murchison went the defensive tackle for uh, North Carolina State. State. Yeah, Tennessee Titans took him. Uh, makes sense. I think he was the top defensive tackle available. Yeah, Murchison, and uh, I think my top... 16 now defensive tackles have all been drafted. Uh, and Murchison, uh, he's got a little athleticism to him. They played a three-man front at NC State, and he was still able to be productive uh, with his quickness. So I uh, went to the Senior Bowl, had a pretty good week there. I- I'm-, I'm a fan. We are getting closer and closer. We're at pick 175 now. It is the Green Bay Packers, who their quarterback probably hates them. Um, but nonetheless, they are going to continue to pick players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how him, this works. Go get this him is, a slot receiver. This is where I said KJ Hill earlier, guys. Yeah, I, I, I think it, I, he made it here. I, I think this would be a, a fantastic spot for him. That would make me happy. I, I, the, the, most, it, the speed. It's got to be the speed on this on Porsche and and. Porsche, I and mean, Hill. as soon as as soon as Hill ran a four or six at the combine, I figured he was in trouble. But mm-hmm. one seventy five. I mean, Dane Dane's got a ninety seven, so he's eighty spots below where where we thought. Like I said, I mean, I knew he was in trouble, but I didn't think he'd fall this far. I, I just don't know how you watch the tape, and I, and I watched a lot of those SMU games. I was always interested, you know, their their offense just is, you know, you know, every they attack you every snap. I mean, he's running routes down the field, catching every, and they know he's going to catch the ball. I mean, they're they're throwing. It's like okay, it's third down. Who's it going to go? He's going to get it. It's in the red zone. He's going to get it. You know, those kinds of things. So, I, I'm just I'm I'm a little I'm a little shocked that he hadn't been selected by now. So it's the Packers on the clock and now. They, now they made their pick, uh, and it is do it. it's not K.J. Hill. It's not an offensive player at all. It's Kamal Martin out of Minnesota. Okay, inside linebacker out of Minnesota, Kamal Martin is going to the Packers, which puts the Vikings on the clock, 176, 7, 8. There are three picks to go, Minnesota, Kansas City, Denver, and then it'll be Dallas's pick. So we're going to step aside to make sure we are back well before they pick when the Cowboys get on the clock. You're listening to the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. So surprisingly, Kamal Martin off the board, the linebacker to the Packers at 175. It was one of the needs that I had still for Green Bay, but overall I just think wide receiver probably trumps that and the fact that they didn't go with K.J. Hill a little frustrating because I felt confident about that call earlier. But you've got the Vikings. Hey, that's your own fault for trying to make a call at 175. Hey, I, I tried it, and I, I felt confident <laughs> about it all the way up until they picked a linebacker. That's not my fault. Uh, the Vikings, the Chiefs, the Broncos before the Cowboys, and then the Cowboys pick at 179 to conclude the fifth round. That was their original pick, the comp pick that they received this season as well. So, And that was for Cole Beasley, correct? That's true. Yes, it was. Yes, Cole Beasley. So just have that in mind, at least when one seventy nine is being made. So with three picks prior, it's down to Anai. Who who else were the names? I know Jeff rattled off a list of names. But uh, I'm go through some for of me. Geno Stone, the safety 
at Iowa, Bradley would you, and I. Would you be more excited about safety or edge? I know Dave's already answered that question, but I want to hear from Brian and Dave Dane at the same time. I would be. I would be. I would think I'd be more excited about the edge here. You know, if, mm-hmm. and I, I, I just had that thought of him in my head. You know, but I, I know he's better than that. But maybe he's what is what the Senior Bowl was. Maybe that's the better version of him. But I, I, I think that the Cowboys. You know, obviously they feel like that they're they're okay. I mean, they got these guys that are suspended that they're going to have to bring back. So are uh, are trying to bring back. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I I think I would I would go with the I think I'd go with the defensive end here myself. What about linebacker? Are we not talking mm-hmm. enough about linebacker? You can uh, throw that in there. Marcus Bailey, uh, oh. Sternod, the Wake Forest kid. I, I think linebackers could be a possibility. That would make me, that would be one of those things. I mean, I think it would be a good pick, but it would make me happy just because I'd be right, you know, which that's what's important, obviously. obviously. How interesting would it be to get the comp pick that you got from Cole Beasley, an SMU wide receiver, and then you turn around and you use it on James Prochet, an SMU wide receiver? I, I know. I'm just. I, I'm just. No, I, that out there. No, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to hate on you. Like I'm part of yeah, the prochet. No, I wasn't. Yeah, no, I heard the side. Don't yeah, you because are. no, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Because I I like prochet and I just mm-hmm. feel they're not going to pick him because he yeah. ran a he ran a six second forty. So they're and not going to. You pick have him. also CD Lamb now. Which well, is I mean, but oh, you know, but whatever. I just foster competition. Add to the depth chart. It's fine. K.J. Osborne, wide receiver out of Miami, selected by the Vikings at 176. So now we are two picks away from the Dallas Cowboys. The Chiefs, the Broncos, and then your Dallas Cowboys at 179. So, and Brian, what what do you think about linebackers here? Because uh, Dane started listing off some names there, too. And yeah, I was than, trying to take one at 17 when we yeah. were, you know, I thought that Murray would be a great one, you know, if they got wiped out kind of a thing. Oh, you didn't want CeeDee Lamb? No, I mean, remember we were we were having those shows leading up to the draft, if we, you know, like yeah. CeeDee Lamb was going to be there. Yeah. You know, and they, no chance. No chance. But but that's the whole thing. I mean, I, I was thinking, you know, and Stephen Jones politely said, no, that's not the case. They, we don't feel bad about This team is always... Drafted a linebacker, isn't it right? When we do these mm-hmm. drafts, it's always they like day, love day, day, day three, day three linebackers. So yeah, but, but that was old staff. Maybe this new staff, maybe they don't they don't feel that that strongly about that. I, me personally, I, I if you're going to talk about other players too, I I would think that they maybe would look at one of these tight ends. I keep bringing up Pinkney uh, from uh, Vanderbilt as a mm-hmm. as a blocker. Uh, I don't see a problem with J.R. Reed, the Georgia safety, if that's the way you want to go. I think he covers uh, well enough for you. Stone, Jeff brought him up as another name. I mean, to me, there's still there's still quality names. I'm, the quarterback, which quarterback do you like? Is this where all of a sudden Mike McCarthy says, "Hey, let's grab the the Gordon kid"? You know, Dane gave you a pretty good little scouting report on him of, about what he did at Washington State. You know, so I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of different ways they could go here. Uh, I, obviously, they're not going to go the direction of the wide receivers that we thought about. Mm-hmm. But I, the, everybody else, I think, is is fair game here. Well, and we were worried, or not worried, but we were interested in seeing what kind of input Mike McCarthy is going to have on the drafting process. Apparently, he had a lot to say in going up and getting Tyler Biotish and trading for that final pick of the fourth round. Well, we're just three picks away from the final pick of the fifth here with 179 coming up. 2020 NFL 
NFL Draft continues on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. We are on the doorstep to the Dallas Cowboys' fifth round compensatory pick, the pick for Cole Beasley. They are at 179. We're at 177 right now. The Kansas City Chiefs, the pick is in. We are waiting to see what that pick is from Kansas City. And then we will only have one more pick from the Denver Broncos at 178. And it will be Cowboys time. The Kansas City Chiefs pick is going to be Michael Dana, Dana, the edge from Michigan. Dane Brugler, scouting report. Uh, grad transfer from Central Michigan. Uh, goes to Michigan and really is kind of that sixth or fifth uh, defensive lineman off the bench and uh, didn't put up the type of production. He had like nine and a half sacks as a junior at Central Michigan. Goes to Michigan and had only three sacks, so the production wasn't there. But you, when you watch him, you see that you feel like there's untapped potential there. So uh, this is more of an upside pick than anything for the Chiefs. We're at 178. We're one pick before the Dallas Cowboy pick. And Brian and Dane, I know you both talked about, there's still players on the board where you don't think you have to make a pick, which maybe that's what that just was from the Chiefs, where it's off of, hey, I think there's some potential there, or hey, I think right. there's some traits here. But mm-hmm. there's still some really legitimate NFL players maybe sitting on the board before you start looking for just the traits. Uh, so the Cowboys, wide open, really, trying to predict what they're going to do. Um, the name Bradley and I keeps coming up with us, the Utah uh, edge rusher where the measurables were bad, really. A four nine forty and uh, short arms for a guy of his size. It's a bad combination, but he's also a guy that was a productive pass rusher that has a plan and understanding of what he's doing, so maybe he is a potential pick there. If they're willing to double-dip at wide receiver, there are still names available there. Uh, so a lot of different directions that they could go. Is there a way that you hope they go uh, Dave Hellman, is there a way you hope the Cowboys are going to go with this pick? I mean, just I think I've, I'm a broken record, but it just seems like the value, of, you know, what you're getting from a nigh at the spot you're getting him, it, it it just seems like a no-brainer to me. I don't know if they agree, but again, I mean, when you can find a guy that's not supposed to be there at pick 179, I think it makes it kind of easy. Mm. And the Broncos just took a, a linebacker who I thought the Cowboys could be interested at 179, uh, Justin Sternod from, uh, from Wake Forest, a uh, pretty good player. So, uh, that's one less option uh, with the Cowboys now on the clock at 179. Yeah, that guy's a good player. If you watch Very that Wake, that Wake Forest tape, I and mean, it comes to the, I mean, the awareness and the coverage and, you know, I mean, there's, uh, I think that, the, that he's one of these guys that plays pretty well. When you talk about reading, he finds himself in, in position. Uh, he'll, he'll, t- sometimes he's so quick, he'll take himself out of position. So, uh, but yeah, you, you watch him play. He, he missed, the uh, last six games of the season because of a bicep tear is mm-hmm. the thing he had to deal with. So yeah, he was a, he was a converted safety, uh, in high school. Right. So yeah, good play. Really athletic. Love the way he can transfer his weight. Um, and as long as the medicals are okay. Yeah. This is, uh, I thought he could go in the fourth. So to get him here in the late fifth is a good value for the Broncos and, Cowboys officially on the clock, and we're talking linebacker. We're talking edge rusher. Could you see another position besides those two? I, I, I just, I just, yeah, I, I don't know if you could say. I think that we've, I think we've talked them into this an eye pick. Yeah, I, I, I just, oh, you think we've willed this into existence? I, I just, could we do it? I that would be. I'm huge. just looking at the board. 
I mean, I'm just looking like, okay, where, you know, what's the situation here? What is, you know, who is, who is the best player? We talked about it. Do you feel comfortable with the defensive ends here and stuff? You know, I, he's, I mean, he's a, he's a, Dane, he's one of your top 100, is he not? He was 89, yeah. I mean, what I, I value. You, that's, that's 100 picks. And that, you know, I'm the guy that always says, you know, once you're past like pick 50 or so, I don't like drafting edge rushers because there's not a great track record of them catching on. But, it, you know, you get a guy with top 100 value here. Like I said, and it just feels. That's the thing with Anai is, yes, again, 32-inch arms. You don't like that. 491 yeah. speed. You don't like that. Right. What you do like, 13 sacks last year. What you do like is the way that the coaches talk about him. The, the first step his, the way he can get to the quarterback, Bradley and I is overdue to get drafted, would be a great value pick if the Cowboys make this happen. Well, congratulations to Dane Brugler. The Cowboys just picked Bradley and I, Boom. Edge, right. Utah. So they took your, what do you say, 89th best player yeah, at pick number 179. Jeez. So that is incredible value. The leader on Utah's team in sacks for three straight years, 30 sacks for his career, Utah record. Senior Bowl MVP. Yeah, if that means anything to you, I, I had believe. him. It does. I had him as a three. Is that where you had him, Dane? End of three. Yeah. End of three. At, yeah, eighty nine. This 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 is a hungry pass rusher. High effort. Loves to get after it. And uh, yes, he ran a four nine, but he he's quick out of the gate. Uh, you know, he had a one six nine ten yard split, which isn't terrible for an edge rusher. So his physical hands uh he knows how to break down the rhythm of blocks uh love this pick i thought they could have made this pick uh you know last round and it would have been a terrific pick so love the value the cowboys are getting here another guy that's right up at the top of the board uh, i mean you keep talking about the value i don't know exactly where wisconsin's tyler biotish would have been at the board but every other pick that they've had rather than trading up it's been a, a player that's right up at the top of the board, somebody that you're excited that they fell to you, and you're you're waiting for that to happen. I mean, we've been talking about this, like Dane said, since the end of the fourth round. This entire round, you're hoping that he falls, and with the final pick, they make the selection and just keep the value rolling in. It, it's a, it's a broken record, like Dane or David said. That's it's great to get that sort of value, and then to just look at your roster, and it's such a valuable spot to have pass rush. So if you're able to unearth a guy in the fifth round that can even contribute as a rotational player, as a rookie, mm-hmm. then I think you've done something really, really nice in the fifth round. And you're, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with Randy Gregory. You don't know what's going to happen with Alden Smith. So right now, defensive end, the Cowboys are Tank Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong. Are you thinking Tyrone Crawford is starting and playing end? So they've got a little bit of a hodgepodge there trying to figure it out, but I love adding Bradley and I to that mix. I would imagine a top 100 player for all of us here. Yep. Uh, Getting him at 179 is outstanding value, and the Cowboys have won the draft. So (laughs) thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next year. Uh, they well, do. Oh, well, they do have more picks. Yeah. This, This is one of those deals, though, we were talking about earlier that you look at, okay, you guys have him on your board in the third round, you know, we're, or, or the, say the fourth round, whatever. And he's sitting there all of a sudden, you know, around later. Th- those are, those are too obvious. You know, you, it, it, yeah, if there's, if there's medical conditions, if there's character questions, whatever, yeah, you say, okay, we can, we can handle this. This will be, we'll be fine doing this. But, you know, let's, you know, he's got to come in here and, and all the things that Dane talked about him. You know, they drafted some defensive linemen here last year that, you know, that didn't play worth a damn. Let's be honest, you know. 
and it, it kind of at this spot. So they, they need some of these young kids to step up, and hopefully uh, Bradley and I could do that for this team. <laughs> fifth round. <laughs> It is, and I know the last, the last, pick, pick, the last the pick. Is this our is this our Xavier Woods guy for the year? I think. I mean, we hey, it, or we our Anthony Brown. If you had asked all of us right before the pick, I think everybody was picking Bradley and I, and they did. I think this is okay. Think here's we're talking about it for two rounds, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, it, it, it willed it so, into existence. Yeah, it hey, we so, talked about Xavier Woods from the third on, so. Yeah. Mm. Even tell Joe Baker to go draft him, kind of a thing. Didn't Here's we? an okay. This is something that just kind of <laughs> dawned on me, though. Um, I actually I kind of love it because like everybody and their mother is trying to turn the Cowboys into a three four defense because of some of the personnel moves that they've made. But this is a four three guy, right? Right. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, not that your fifth round pick is going to dictate what you do with your scheme, but I just think the Cowboys are gonna be multiple like you, you stop trying to peg it as like oh they'll be three four at this point you know or four three blah, blah, blah. like like they're just getting football players and they're gonna do whatever they want with them and that's that's fun i like well, that some something i really love about anai is and this is cool what the pac-12 does they have the morris trophy which the the pac-12 they they give it to the defensive top defensive lineman top offensive lineman and it's voted on by uh, offensive linemen vote on the the best defensive player, uh, defensive lineman, and the defensive linemen vote on the best offensive lineman in the conference. The Pac-12 offensive linemen voted Bradley and I as the best defensive lineman this past season. That says something when it's coming from uh, your peers, who you're going up against. So I put a lot of stock in that. Are you allowed to vote for a teammate? Good question. I don't know. Okay. I just want to make sure that we got a clean competition going on, but there's probably enough teams to cancel it out, even if people are. What, 14 teams in the Pac-12? Which is very confusing in itself. Yes. We need to work on the names of our conferences, if we're being honest. The, oh, big time. They all need an overhaul. Now, the the Pac adjusted, right? They were the Pac-10. and They were they, the Pac-10. Yeah. It, it, I think yeah. it's only 12 teams. They fixed their name. Yeah. Uh, the See, New England Patriots. really confusing with Big Ten and Big 12. It's, all right, continue, Jeff. The New England Patriots have traded up to pick 182, and that pick is in. We don't have it yet, but that pick is in for the Patriots at 182. And the Cowboys, we will be waiting a little while for their next pick. But right now it's Patriots, then Giants, then Carolina Panthers. So we're waiting on the Patriots. Why does everybody do that with Carolina? I don't know. Anybody have an idea? Why do we Just always go emphasize the name? The Carolina, the Carolina Panthers. Panthers. Why do we do that? Because it's Carolina. It's like you know, Southern. <laughs> it's Carolina. The Southern. Yeah, the okay. Why would I mean, Why does it, like Why does everybody? Lasses. Why does everybody go the Raiders? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Thank you, Chris Berman. I love yeah, that. probably Berman. Yeah. Yeah. It it, no, it, it is. It's Berman. Now, we, while we were talking about the, the Bradley and I, a couple guys, Hakeem Adeniji from Kansas, the offensive tackle, goes to the Bengals. Then you've got the Broncos selecting Natani Muti from Fresno State. So there a couple of those offensive linemen that were up at the top of the chart flying off the board to start the sixth round. And yeah. the Patriots are taking a Michigan offensive lineman. Runyon? Michael. Not Runyon. On a week? Oh, uh, guard, yeah. Yeah. Oh. How do you say it? Anu? On when you? On when you? It's Michigan, right? That right. is a Michigan man. Does it start with an O? Yep. Yes. Starts with an O. Michael on I'm looking for the pronunciation. Oh, okay. 6'3", 345 pounds, uh, and he moves pretty well for a guy oh. that size. Uh, it's a way new. A way new? A way new is how you say it. All right. 
Young this is Mauler. Mauler up front. And this is what three guards back to back to back well, with uh, Adenaje, Muti, and uh, Onwenu. Are you playing the Kansas guy guard? Dane is what you're doing instead of tackle. Uh, I think you play. I, honestly, I think that's the value with Adenaje is he can play maybe all five positions uh, across the offensive line. So is he a tackle? Is he a guard? He could maybe take him some snar- snaps at center. Uh, that that's part of the value there. So now we have the New York Giants on the clock. They'll be followed by the Carolina Panthers <laughs> and the uh, <laughs> Miami Dolphins. The Carolina which Panthers. Which I'm not sure how we say Miami Dolphins, but Cam Brown, linebacker from Penn State, is going to be the pick to the New York Giants at number 183. Dane, Cam Brown, go. Uh, you know, I struggle with him because he's a really good athlete, but I don't think he's a very instinctive football player. So, uh, you know, he's got range. Uh, he can play that, uh, that overhang linebacker position where he can drop and cover. Uh, and he, he'll run really well, but the instincts, play recognition, being able to break down his keys and understand where to go, uh, that's where he kind of struggles a little bit. So special teams will be his calling card until he can kind of figure things out and, uh, get on the field on defense. So for the Cowboys, Dave, now that you've got Bradley and I, is there any sort of plan left? Do you want there to be any sort of plan left, or are you no, just going, just... look, who, who's at the top? Pick when him. We, we'll see him when, at camp. When are we lighting the damn cigars? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I already honestly. won this thing. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, there, there's, there's still players that, that I like. We're not picking for a long time, so I'm not really, if, okay. I'm not ready to, I would, I mean, sorry, Brian. No, I, mean, I was going to ask you a question because that's going to take you in a direction. Like, I think we're Jeff. If you look at the depth of the team, the depth chart of the team, is there a position that you're thinking, man, I could shore this up with one more pick. I could shore this up with, you know, something else that, you know, makes it worthwhile. I, I think I, it would I, have to be at the top of the board because I think we've reached the point where we're already being optimistic when you're talking about guys in the fifth round as thinking so, it's even a guarantee they make. The no, team. no, no, but maybe some yeah. depth, maybe a, a depth call that you. What say, I'm okay, looking at, you get like, okay, let's move away from some guys that in the last two drafts that hadn't been any good. You know, let's replace somebody with depth that might be better. That's so what like, I'm looking at. For my like, I mean, no disrespect to Geno Stone, but like at this point, I'm looking at safety. I'm like, okay, we've got four. You know, we got Haha and Woods, and they've re-signed Darian Thompson. You still have Donovan Wilson. I ain't worried about that. Uh, the defensive line, I feel pretty good about it. If you don't, if you want to sure up defensive tackle a little more, you can go sign a Christian Covington or an Antoine Woods. Um, Receiver, you know, I love KJ Hill, but I, I'm okay not doing anything there having added CD Lamb. So, like, for me, oh, yeah, we're just waving at you. We got a guy on the phone that we want to talk to, Dave. Oh, I'm While sorry. You're, I, you're trying to draft. We're trying to celebrate the guy. I clicked that, away from the, uh, from the, from the screen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You would do that, but yeah. Bradley and I, Utah Edge, 13 sacks last year that falls all the way to the fifth round for the Cowboys. First of all, Welcome to the Cowboys, and congratulations uh, on being drafted to Dallas, Bradley. Thank you. I'm stoked. So we had been campaigning. Uh, we we like to think we willed this into existence as our five-man crew has been talking about you for about three rounds now trying to get you to the Cowboys. Was the wait longer than you expected, or does it matter where you're drafted at all to you? Uh, yes, the the wait was longer than expected, but at the end of the day, it really didn't matter to me. I just needed a shot, and uh, I'm excited to go and uh, be in Dallas and get to work. 
How much work did they do on you? How much have you visited with the Cowboys leading up to this? Did you have the online chats? Did you visit with them at the combine? What was what was your interaction with the Cowboys like? Yeah, so I had a, a formal with them at the uh, NFL Combine, and uh, we've been in contact um, just through phone and whatnot uh, over the whole, pretty much the whole process. So um, not as heavy as some other teams, but we did keep in contact throughout the whole process. Yeah, Bradley, congratulations. I, I want to ask you about where people really probably caught you was that Senior Bowl. You know, every when people yeah. were sitting down watching, they're like, whoa, who's this cat? And now all of a sudden we got to go watch that uh, the Utah tape. So, talk about though the experience you had at the Senior Bowl and how you felt like that maybe that elevated you in some people's minds. Right. So, um, just going into the Senior Bowl, I was first of all just grateful to be there, but at the same time I wanted to prove um, you know some things that you know that I'm the best, one of the best pass rushers in the class coming in, and uh, I was able to just you know go there and have fun and and keep calm in front of uh, a lot of hundreds of scouts, I would say, like over the whole week. And uh, it really it really didn't um, faze me a bit at all with all those scouts. You know, I love the uh, I love the eyes, you know, and uh, uh, just just like a game, any game, you know, I just have fun, just p- p- pinning my ears back and making plays. Bradley, what would you say going into your, your rookie season is, is something that you have to work on specifically to, to help you be successful at the next level? Yeah, well, I have to work on uh, getting fa- uh, faster, stronger, um, um, you know, and a part parts of my game in, in, on the field would be probably, um, you know, setting the edge. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what the main things I need to work on in this offseason. What is the best part of your game that you're bringing to the Dallas Cowboys and that when this next football season's over, people are going to be looking back and going, holy cow, a lot of teams made a mistake letting Bradley get that far. Well, uh, I can, I can make, I can definitely make plays and, uh, uh, you know, I believe in my work ethic. So just my ability to make plays and, and, and work, you know, off the field, uh, when nobody's looking is, uh, I would say my strong suits. Well, Bradley, congratulations. I know we were all really, really excited to see your name get called, especially where it was. What a phenomenal value. And uh, we all were looking for you about 80 picks higher. But congratulations on being a Cowboy and enjoy proving everybody wrong. Yes, sir. Thank you. I will. There he goes. Bradley and I with us here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. The draft rolls on. The Chargers are on the clock at number 186 as we're working our way through the sixth round. You're listening to the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. We just got off the phone with Dallas Cowboys' newest draft pick, Bradley Anai, edge out of Utah, who I think all of us are ecstatic about the fact that he was there and fell to him as the final pick of the fifth round. Now to catch you up on a couple of picks since then, uh, Bravian Roy, defensive tackle from Baylor, goes to his college coach, Matt Rule, and the Carolina Panthers. That's another defensive tackle that they've taken because they had Derek Brown in the first round. Taking a then, cup, they've taken a couple, haven't they? Yeah. So they, I'm, I'm trying to look up who they had in the second at the moment, but the, the fact they, that they took Gross Brown. Gross Matos, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. the other defensive lineman they yeah. took. So it wasn't a tackle, but it was an edge rusher, but, uh, Roy, a kind of unsung hero for that Baylor defense, though, Dane, who, much like James Lynch, just had a ton of production. 
Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought it'd be Lynch, the defensive lineman, that would end up back with Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Roy, uh, you know, he kind of is getting the uh, uh, Puna Ford treatment, where you know didn't get a combine invite, was kind of overlooked because of his size, but. And he's a he's a fun player to watch because his quickness, he's built low to the ground, and he uses that to his advantage. It's kind of fascinating. The Panthers have had six picks. They've drafted, uh, let's see, two safeties, a corner, two defensive tackles, and an edge rusher. So six defensive players uh, with uh, only one pick left. Let's make it a seven for seven. I'd love to see that. The Carolina Panthers going with some defensive talent. Now, read the, the next pick. Yeah, read the next pick. Hey, Let's freaking go. Be interesting. Did, did, we, did we just beat the record? Is no, not yet. not yet. No, there's a tie. We've been at fourteen. It's at thirteen right now. It's we've yeah. been we've been awfully quiet since. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even remember the last LSU guy, but it's been a while since we got one. But Blake Ferguson out of LSU, long, long snapper, snapper baby. This is a hey. long snapper pick in the top two hundred. This is uh in my seven round mock draft. I do one every year, and I had the Dolphins taking Blake Ferguson, uh, and I think I had him in the seventh, but close enough. Tell uh, him about the family mock, lineage, you mock Dane. Him? You mocked this guy to them to the Dolphins, yeah. Uh, Way to go, Dane is a His his older brother was a was a four year starter at LSU, just like he was. Then went to the NFL, and so you know it's is a guy who. You know, the, we don't talk about long snappers a lot, about, you know, the no, impact they can make. Not but nearly enough. No. <laughs> yeah, Brian knows about that. Uh, this is a player who, you know, he was just so consistent. He's athletic, um, and he's, he's gonna go to Miami. Miami had all those draft picks, so you figure they could use one or two on some special teamers. Hey, I, I am not surprised that Thad Moss is still on the board, but yeah. I, but no, but I am surprised that he lasted longer than LSU's long snapper. That's pretty, mm. that's pretty super. But Both, I think, I think, uh, no, sorry. Well, I think there's, I think there's some injury stuff with Thad that's not mm-hmm. necessarily public knowledge and, I'm not sure he's as good as a lot of internet scouts thought he was, but well, well, he's, he's still really, rooting for the best. Yeah, player. but he's really not a real tight end. Yeah, you know, I mean, right. he's a guy that's if you look at him, he's like 250 pounds. He's six two, but you know, but you watch him play, and Dave, we did every weekend. I mean, he he makes some incredible plays. That that catch he made in the Alabama game to get one foot down, uh, I think right before half. I mean, I, I and you're thinking about 250 pound man doing that. He I reminds mean, me of a college. I'm talking basketball now, but he reminds me of like a really good college power forward who's not big enough to be an NBA big, but not a good enough shooter to be an NBA small. Like he's not fast mm-hmm. enough. He's not fast enough to play receiver in the NFL. He's not big enough to be a real tight end. I think that's probably what's working against him right now. Both those LSU tight ends, even with Steven Sullivan there too, uh, along with Thaddeus Moss, still on the board. So, uh, how many? So, is it thirteen picks now up for LSU? Is that the? the count? I believe we are at thirteen. Yes, record is fourteen. And so, who? Which LSU players? With Thaddeus Moss, um, Steven Sullivan is there. Too? The, uh, Thaddeus Moss, Stephen Sullivan, and then uh, maybe somebody takes a chance on Adrian McGee, the guard. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is. They need no the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings no. got all those picks. Step up, Vikings. <laughs> no, they they honestly and they might not do it. They need. I mean, hopefully Thad gets drafted to tie. Yeah. But I would be surprised if they break it at this point. A Loey yeah. Gilman, the Notre Dame, uh, goes on and and makes a or that he falls all the way to the Chargers at one eighty six. A Loey Gilman, uh, safety. So. With that being said, now the Browns are on the clock at 187. The Browns uh, 
most recently taking guys like Harrison Bryan in the fourth, Nick Harris out of Washington in the fifth round. Another Ohio team that continues to to make some noise in the draft, along with Brian Broaddus' Cincinnati Bengals, who have had a magnificent draft as Bengals well. the best. <laughs> this is the final pick for the Browns. This draft. is the 2020 NFL Draft with Jeff Kavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dave Hellman, Dane Brugler, and Kyle Yeomans. Welcome back. Jeff Kavanaugh, Brian Broaddus at 105.3 The Fan. You've got Dave Hellman, Kyle Yeomans, and Dane Brugler with DallasCowboys.com and the Cleveland Browns at number 187 overall here in the sixth round have taken Donovan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver out of Michigan, who, when you watch him play, I would think that the word raw would be one that you could use to describe Donovan Peoples-Jones, but you also have to use the word athletic. He is super athletic, but here you go in the sixth round. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who ran a four four eight, and his jumps were about Byron Jones-esque at the NFL Combine at 187 to Cleveland. Dane, scouting report. This is where I had Cleveland going in the fourth round. So to be able to get him two rounds later, because I knew the Browns were, were doing a lot of work on him, and a former five-star receiver who just did not live up to the hype. He had exactly zero 100-yard receiving games uh, at Michigan, and part of that is the offense. Part of that is Shea Patterson, but uh, part of that is just his inconsistency as a receiver. But for a guy that's uh, 6'2", 212 pounds, the athlete that he is, 4'4", you mentioned the jumps, uh, there's a lot of ability here, a lot of untapped potential. If you give him a little bit of a runway, he's going to make something happen. He can also return punts. So uh, you know, even though the tape is inconsistent at best, there are some wow moments with his ability to uh, go and get the football, and uh, I think in the sixth round, you bet on traits, and that's exactly what the Browns are doing here. we got the Buffalo Bills on the clock now at number 188, but before we get to that pick and the ones behind it, Bradley and I was the most recent Dallas Cowboys pick who we all loved a uh, couple of rounds too late, according to us, and we've got the secret audio of him finding out that he's going to be a Dallas Cowboy. Bradley, this is Jerry Jones, and uh, I'm sure happy to tell you we just uh, drafted you, and you're going to have a big star on that helmet. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jerry. I'll tell you what, I've heard uh, some uh, really fine things about you, about your presence, your leadership, uh, uh, I hope, because yeah, you've got the stuff. Uh, I mean, you've got the God-given skills and the work ethic. I hope the NFL is as good to you as it's been to me, and uh, welcome uh, for the Dallas Cowboys and all our fans. I'm glad you're here, buddy. Yes, sir. I can't wait to get to Dallas. Thank you, sir. Now I'm going to have Mike McCarthy, our coach. He's going to come on here and uh, uh, welcome you as well. Bradley, how you doing? Mike McCarthy. Hey, Mike. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, congratulations. Really looking forward to getting you down here to Dallas. Uh, you're a great fit for what we're all about on defense. So, congrats. Enjoy this time with your family and friends. And it's a, it's a great start to a new beginning, young man. Okay? Yes, sir. I can't wait to wait, uh, work. Thank you very much. Oh, you bet. Hey, stay safe, stay, stay healthy. Take care. It's interesting that Jerry hopes that everyone in this rookie class ends up owning a team. <laughs> Everybody that they've picked, he hopes, ends up owning a team. I don't know if it's realistic, but I think it is a great goal. 
Tyler Bass, Dane, kicker, Georgia Southern, Southern. is going to the Buffalo Bills semifinalist for the Groza Award in 2018. Our Rodrigo Blankenship uh, kicker from Georgia, not not one of the first two kickers drafted. Interesting. Is that an injury issue? What's going on here, Dane? I'm freaking out about yeah, it. Yeah, come on, Dane. What's going hey, on? What's going on with Rodrigo? They don't I trust don't know. Rec, the rec specs oh. aren't for everybody. Mm-mm-mm-mm. A little too cocky for a kicker, maybe. Mm. Maybe missed some kicks against LSU in that championship mm. game, huh? Did he? Plus, yeah, don't did. draft a kicker anyway. I mean, wasn't it the best college kicker ever, and he was terrible in the NFL? Just yeah, I'm down, down a punter, I'm down to draft a punter, but I don't like the idea of drafting kickers. Yeah, while we're Speaking in specialist talk, I agree. I would rather draft a punter than a kicker because I trust them. More. Let me ask a question then of Dave Hellman, then, the way you cover that team. Dave, is, is there a concern, though, about Chris Jones? I mean, sure. I'm just yeah. I'm asking. I mean, was yes. injury concern there? Uh, just I not very good concern. What, what's the what's the issue at, with there? Look at the numbers the last two years, and it's pretty striking. Uh, I don't have them in front of me because I didn't know you were going to ask me that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I just thought. No, maybe. but I'm no, but I mean, it, it was it was 2016 or 2017 when Chris Jones like allowed like eight punt return yards for the entire season. Like I'm not exaggerating. One of those, you know, he he should have been a Pro Bowler at least one of those two seasons. I think. I think like two guys returned the ball against him all year and it hasn't it hasn't been that good the last two years his return his net average is down he hasn't down nearly as many punts inside the 20 as we've been used to um I think you know there's been people on Twitter and such you know trying to call for his job and I think that's premature but I'm way in to bring in some competition absolutely I don't mind that thought at all Dane, what do you think is going to be this kicker who just got drafted's uh, percentage from between 40 and 49 yards this year? I would hope for at least uh, 82.3%. Okay. That's a fair um, number, Dane. Why are you yeah. trying to tease Dane about kickers? I don't I don't think it's funny, okay? Uh, look, hey, he I'll does be, a lot. He does a I lot will for be us. totally transparent. When it comes to kickers and punters, I literally have one of my buddies in the league I ask him, okay, just give me your top ten of both positions, and that's what I'm going to go with. And that that's what I do because – That's a smart uh, thing to do. Shortcut guy, Dane here. <laughs> when it comes to kickers and punters, I am a shortcut guy. <laughs> your, your buddy left you, left you out to dry with Justin Rohrwasher, though. Hey, well, Marshall. we'll see how he does. Maybe he's the not first good. Thing, and then the next... first thing Dane's going to do is text his buddy and be like, what the hell? No. <laughs> yeah, well, what's going to happen? leave this guy? What, bro, you're gonna, out of the guide. What's going to happen is – make a trip to Huntington? What's going to happen is next year we're not going to have Dane because uh, uh, Jeff ran him off, you know? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't want to be on that show with I'm those guys. I'm just trying anymore. to figure out what the expectation is for the kicker. I don't even know what point three. That's pretty uh, fair. Look, I don't even I know what team he my went agent, to. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jacksonville is on the clock at 189, and let's see if we're on a special teams run here. You know, your deep snappers are going. Your Dang kickers like are that. going. Let's see if we can get a punter in the mix and really Walk, spice like, this thing up. Can can we go back to the conversation we were having when I didn't know Bradley and I was calling into the show? What were you like, saying? I what would what would y'all want to do with this final pick, assuming they don't do something to add another one? I'm not even lying. I wouldn't mind a punter. Yeah. If you picked, give me KJ Hill. If you picked me Braden Man, I'm not mad at you. A punter would be nice. I, if they want to draft a quarterback, I'm on board. Or, uh, you know, if there's a linebacker they, they feel decent about. I mean, Marcus Bailey's still there. I'd love that. One of those quarterbacks just went off the board to the yeah. Jaguars. Oh, that's the Jake guy Luton. I mocked. Oh, yeah. damn. Right? 
Jake yep. Luton? Oregon Luton. State turned himself into a draft pick after uh, he started Idaho, went to JUCO, uh, really wasn't on the radar until this past season. Really, really productive. I, I don't think he took a lot of chances. A very conservative passer, but... Uh, That's putting it, it mildly. Look, look, yeah, look at the Jaguars going Pac-12 quarterbacks uh, in late in the draft, round. back-to-back years. Dane, can I throw out a random name for a seventh-round pick? I don't as remember. It's not a special teamer. It's not a special teamer, okay. although he is a gunner and a returner. Um, I don't remember why I watched him, but his name is Isaiah Rogers at UMass. He's mm-hmm. a skinny, shorter corner, but mm-hmm. he is a heck of an athlete, which a, with a bunch of ball production over his career. And I kind of enjoyed watching his tape. Is he draftable? I didn't have him as a draftable guy. Um, I mean, he was, oh my gosh, in like maybe my seventies as a corner. Um, just not a not a big guy. He's 174 pounds. About. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he's not tall. He's not long. Uh, but to your point, productive, and he's not slow either. He's probably I, I'd estimate you know, like a four five zero type of guy. So I don't know that he's going to do enough to get drafted. But are you um, saying I can't trust pro day times? They got him at four two eight. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> which uh, which pro day was that? Was that by his trainer? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. How miserable were you that day, Dane, when all those people were tweeting those times? When you were, when well, you were watching those? People need to realize that teams, like, they don't... I, I, okay, I should say, I don't know how all 32 teams digest all those times when, uh, you know, because of the circumstances, they're doing their own pro days. But the teams that I've talked to, they don't they don't care because it's not their stopwatch. Uh, now, they do care about, like, the workout videos because they want to see how these guys move in space and... Uh, you know, look on their feet. Do they, you know, turn well? Do they look healthy? So they're watching. But in terms of, uh, you know, changing their 40 yard dash times or, you know, putting a 4 2 down for a player, it's just, it's just not going to happen. So Kenny Willikins, that rolling around gymnastics. Yeah. yeah, that, mm. that gymnastics thing, did that do anything for you? He's not as good well, at football as he is. Here, at yeah, I was about I was to say, say here we, we're here in the sixth <laughs> round really and he's still on the board. You. So, yeah, I, mean, I think that he should that be tells on the board. You. He's one of the top guys that are still on there, though. Yeah, I think this is right around where he should go. You know, yeah. he, he's he's short armed and he's not a great athlete. It doesn't matter what the what he was doing. He's it, it doesn't show on his tape, and so uh, he's productive. He's a former walk on. I'm not going to bet against him, but this is where I think he belongs in the draft. So we got the 49ers on the clock now at 190. What is the number on the Cowboys pick that is? 231. 231. We're only 41 picks away. Yeah. yeah. Of dirt. We got it down. We got to wait. <laughs> yeah, we'll count it all the way down. We'll count it all the way down with you. San Francisco on the clock now at 190, then the Jets, and then the Green Bay Packers. And we will spend the next hour or so just looking around our boards for the random name that we would kind of like to pick in the seventh round. Which guy, like which coach, now do you go to your coaches and be like, hey guys, thanks for letting us pick based on the board, but now we're literally just stopping someone from hitting free agency. I, I, I think the discussion we had about the punter is legitimate. I do. And if, and if one of the best ones is on the board, absolutely. You know, why not? Why not go and get some competition? Let You know, it's a new special teams coach here. You know, let Bones Fossil, he's supposed to be like the savior. I got to come up with a name for him. I had running game Moses, you know, Bill Callahan. Nickname Bones. Bones Fossil. Yeah. Want him to save the special teams. We can come up with something there. Yeah. But that, but that's, I mean, you know, that's an opportunity. You go, okay, you talked about the return game they had was non existent. The punt return game was non existent. Yeah. And, you know, are we willing to put CeeDee Lamb out there? Is that what Mm -hmm. we're thinking? I mean, he's the third receiver, right? 
As Jeff or, looks or away, yeah, I'm not, yeah, he's I'm not, not, he doesn't want to say, he doesn't want to look straight in the camera and say, I just want someone else to say, hey, yeah, let him return punts. See, that's so what that I'm way say- it's not your fault. Right. Wait, wait, wait. You want somebody else to say that? Yeah. I'm looking right in the camera. Let C.D. Lamb return punts. Oh, there you go, Dave. I'm okay. fine with it. We can now Thank blame you, Dave. him. All Let's right, have cool. some fun. Yeah, Thank you, Dave. When he's laying on the field, I'm going to blame Dave. Yeah. Me too. Howard. One, one thing, Howard. One thing to go off of Brian's point on the punter, though, is there's two worries that I have. One is Brandon Mann, the one punter that I really, really want in this draft, is even going to make it to 231 because he's the one punter that a lot of people really, really want. So there's an issue there. The second one is can he throw? Because if you look at some of the tape oh, yeah. from Los or Los Angeles and the Rams, nope. John Fossil likes his punter to throw the football yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he'll throw it a little bit. So hey, let, let Lamb punt. <laughs> you yeah. got Yeah, that yeah, way you keep defenses honest. Yeah, yeah, you keep defenses honest when you're. You might get the ball farther than a punt. Yeah, when sometimes. your punt teams. Out who did there. Who did San Francisco take? By the way, I was kind of trying to make a point. The pick before they Jacksonville took the quarterback Charlie Warner, tight end, Georgia. Charlie Warner, thank you very that much. That is who went to the 49ers. Okay. I want to, but you know, and Braden Man's awesome. No no problem with that whatsoever. But like before you bury Chris Jones, you you mentioned Fossil. I mean, maybe, you know, people regard him as a special teams wizard. I mean, maybe he thinks he can work with them just fine. Maybe it's more about the Cowboys coverage units than Chris Jones' own ability. And I, I haven't, I don't know that, but we hear that all the time. Coaches come in and they're like, oh yeah, I, I can work with this guy. And for all I know, John Fossil might be like, yeah, what do we need a punter for? They're just, Would, show, they're, excuse me, guys, they're showing highlights of Brandon and I, or Bradley and I, excuse me, doing cliff diving. Have you seen it? He, he's, he's an adrenaline donkey. He is like a, he's doing backflips like he's an Acapulco that, cliff diver here. That makes mm-hmm. me, that makes me want to throw up, honestly. <laughs> no, he, he is a big time adrenaline junkie. He loves that stuff. Uh, great bloodlines too when it comes to athletics. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a lot to like there. And they're showing some nice highlights of him doing some good pass rushing stuff. So hopefully he'll come in here and be that kind of guy for this football team. Looks like his entire Family tree played something athletic yeah. at either Utah or BYU. Got a shot. Yeah. Got a shot putting do- uh, sister. Another volleyball playing sister. He's got some stuff going on there. Athletic family, uncles, dad, all what's kinds it, of things. What's it like? To, what's it like to win the genetic lottery? <laughs> I tell you, I got to tell you, Dave. It's um, hey, you don't I'm, think about it every day, but when you do, it is something to be very thankful for. Oh, whatever. Thanks you for have, asking. Your knees are made out of plexiglass. Get out of here. That's my own fault. That was post DNA. He's got a peg leg. You know. There's too many phone books. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning, it was yeah, it's too many. I was sitting in the truck with the phone books. Oh, you weren't on a bike. Jerry's still Kelly. on the yacht, which he doesn't want to admit. Uh, I guess I can't say that officially. I don't know that that's the yacht, but I'm assuming that that room you know, is on the I, boat. Haley, Haley Anderson there. Hi, Haley. Yeah. How's it going? She can't hear you. It's just yeah, us <laughs> looking at the screen. I will You're say right. the the yacht right now, and, and there's an app, and our producer behind the scenes, Chris Beam, is the one that, that loves this app, but it shows where boats are. Like, you can look up any boat, and the boat right now is in Miami. The The yacht is. So is Jerry actually in Miami or not? What a weird app. Yeah. I'm going to say well, yes. I'll say Jerry's you know, in Miami on the is boat. Is he in Miami? That's yes. the there's, thing. There's no, you know, we're, we're all, you know, I'm in my apartment. You, Brian and Jeff are at the fan studios about a mile and a half away from me. Not even half a mile away. D- Dane's in Ohio, by the way. Yep. Yeah, so A little longer than half a mile. I don't care. Just I, I'm pretty. I don't know this for sure, but oh, I think... Oh, no. Oh, no. What's no! Brayden Mann is gone! 
The Jets took our punter at 191. Yeah, you guys all were talking about it. Well, he booms it. The guy's got a giant leg. That was the guy. That was going to be the syrup on the pancake for the greatest draft in Cowboys history. And now we can't have it. Somebody find me the next best punter. And text you know, him. Wait, you go to that guy. He wasn't going to last until 231. He's a punter. Don't tell yeah. me you knew he was going to be off the board. He's a punter. Ago. You said maybe. In your heart of hearts, you know he wouldn't have been the pick anyway. I'll find a new punter. You guys are getting spoiled when you're upset about a punter. Well, the team's, no, seriously. The team's done. Just because you That's, don't care about him in your book, don't get this on. Don't is, rain yeah, on dang, this is hey, a perfect hey, roster. <laughs> number one punter. punter in the book. So <laughs> This really... <laughs> No, I mean, you guys laugh, but Where'd Dane's that not snapper, coming back. Huh? Where's that snapper? He, he was my number one. I have a, oh, name me one other long snapper in this draft. Go. Name me four other ones. Uh-huh. Steve Wartell, <laughs> Leah McCullough, Richard McNitsky. McNitsky. I was going to say that until you jumped in real quick. Dane's getting pissed off. You guys are in trouble now. Packers are on the clock. You're listening to the NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. And we're going to continue through some fun on the, the backside of that as the punter is now gone, and apparently so is half of the people that are talking. I guess it's just Dane and, and Jeff Bye and guys. Now at, the moment, at the moment. So uh, now, I mean, we've got the Packers coming up here at 192. We've got the Colts and then the Bucks coming up, and still a long way to go until the Dallas Cowboys pick at 231. And just like I said, Brandon Mann is not going to be on his the board. Braden, if you know Braden, where he's going to be picked, how about you quit putting extra Braden letters in his Mann. name? Braden Mann. Well, he's got two wins on his last name. I know that one. And you're too young to know John Runyon's dad, even though John Runyon just got picked out of Michigan to go to the Packers. That's true. I, I am too uh, too young for that. I believe. I'm still behind. My my. TV his dad's name was like, John as well. He's a Pro Bowl offensive lineman. Once the highest player. paid offensive lineman in the league. Is young John Runyon a good player, Dane? Um, I, it's tough because he's not. I don't think he's near what his dad was, but I think he can at least hold on to a roster spot. Uh, he was a tackle, left tackle at Michigan, but probably better guard uh, in the NFL. Uh, he's gonna have a tough time living up to his dad, but he uh, that some of that toughness, some of that that nastiness, definitely translated uh, in the bloodlines over to John Jr. Yeah, and I mean that's a couple of guys we've seen some bloodlines along with the Cowboys selection of Bradley and I. I mean we've we we're starting to see that family tree, and as Dave jokingly said, the the fact of the uh, the gene lottery to to win at that point as well. But now you're starting to bet on some of those traits. You're starting to to look at some of these guys that are maybe at the end of maybe making a team and trying to, to look for some production, some high ceiling here. Uh, any any guys, Dane, as we reset the board a little bit, that kind of stick out to you that are still up there and still available at the moment? Uh, I think the top guy for me is still K.J. Hill. Well, Prince Tegawinogo, but we know the knee is the issue there. And then K.J. Hill and James Prochet, uh, the two receivers that we really like, undersized and slow. And that's that's really hurting them right now. Uh, you know, Benjamin from Arizona State, surprised he's still around. That might be a medical thing. Marcus Bailey from Purdue had the two ACLs. Hunter Bryant, Washington tight end, another medical issue. And then we get to Geno Stone from Iowa, who, uh, you know, I know Jeff would love to see come off the board here. Uh, big fan of him. And uh, Isaiah Hodgins, receiver from Oregon State. Dane Jackson, the corner from Pitt. Kenny Willekes, Michigan State. So some uh, some pretty good talent still available here in the mid-sixth. There's a lot of good names, I, I think, that are still up there in terms of team guys that can 
still make an impact. Hunter Bryant still on the board kind of surprises me quite a bit, honestly. I mean, where where was he in terms of your tight end rankings, Dane? Because he's right up. He's the number three tight end on my board behind Harrison and Cole Komet. He was sixth, I think, for me, fourth-round grade. I, I didn't love him, but he's – and the biggest thing is I just don't know what to do with him because he's 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 not Evan Ingram because he's not nearly that type of athlete. But you're undersized, 6'2", you're about 248, you're not going to line up in line. Uh, you're going to be that slot receiver. And running that 4'7 at the combine really hurt him because also when you factor in the medicals, that that's something that's going to be a sticking point with, with teams. They're going to – Take a chance on a Bryson Hopkins or one of these other, you know, Dalton Keynes, uh, Deguara, some of these other tight ends in this group. But a little surprised he's still around, uh, especially with, uh, you know, we've got Thaddeus Moss still there, Jared yeah. Pinkney. So there's some several tight ends that are still waiting to get picked. And then you've got uh, Robert Windsor, the most recent pick, Indianapolis at 193, goes out and selects the defensive tackle out of Penn State as the 100 The 2020 NFL Draft continues on DallasCowboys.com and 105.3 The Fan. John Runyon's kid got drafted. And his name's John Runyon, too. Welcome to the NFL. We're on the clock now at Tampa Bay, number 194. My punter is gone, which pretty much ruins the whole draft for Where the Cowboys. Runyon, go? <laughs> um, Runyon went Green to Green Bay. Bay. I scouted his dad. That's. I was about to say. Now I know how it feels to be old like you, because I remember watching John Runyon play, and his kid is now in the NFL. That's, yeah. That's. His dad was mean and nasty. He yeah, really I remember. Was. I remember time and Fred Taylor down there in Florida. I timed his dad, and I timed his dad in Gainesville back in 1997. <laughs> he ran a 4-5-2. Yeah. <laughs> he ran better than that, didn't he? I don't a know. lot better than that. Yeah. Fred Dave, Taylor Dave, could go. Dave can't get, I mean, Dave can't get the story right. Whatever. It is Jeff Cavanaugh and Brian Broadus of 105.3 The Fan, and it is Dane Brugler, uh, Dave Hellman, and Kyle Yeomans uh, with DallasCowboys.com here taking you every single pick of the NFL draft. We're at 194 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Cowboys pick is not until the middle of the seventh round. We are currently in the sixth round, and they're showing Christian McCaffrey highlights. You That's think what we've come uh, to. Which I don't know why. Is there any? They already they already did their trade for um, Biotish, the center from Wisconsin. But I don't know. You think maybe they get antsy and try to use a future pick to get in here somewhere? Get another punter before we lose another punter. Khalil Davis, defensive tackle, Nebraska, is headed to Tampa Bay. Dane, scouting report before Dave tries to yell at me. Uh, really athletic interior lineman. Uh, he, his twin brother. We'll see if he gets drafted here. Uh, that, that'll be interesting for him, uh, Carlos. Uh, but Cleo Davis at you know, six one, three hundred ten pounds, ran a four seven five uh, forty yard dash at the combine, so he can move a little bit. Uh, Big time track guy. Also, he's an All American in Nebraska in the discus, so he's got a little versatility to him. Uh, wish. The wish he was a little more consistent from a snap in snap out basis, but the flash plays uh, that that's what gets you excited about him as being a rotational piece on your defensive line. Patriots at number one ninety five are taking Justin Heron, offensive tackle out of Wake Forest. Dane, scouting report. <laughs> Heron is a left tackle in college who's going to probably move to guard. Uh, he had an injury that I think really kind of stunted his development a little bit, um, and that's something that is really hurt him because he missed all of 2018, but he came back this past year and did a nice job. Team captain, 
uh, started 51 games over his career at Wake Forest. Uh, it, the athletic movement skills are there. And so as long as you feel like he's fully healed and you're not worried about the medicals at all, um, I think he has that athletic twitch where he can he can hold his own, whether you want him on an island or you want to move him inside to guard. He, I think he can do either. So it's Philadelphia on the clock now at 196. Detroit is behind them at 197. Pittsburgh at 198. And uh, I'm trying not to get honed in on a punter. Um, and I had to look at some other positions and be open here for the Cowboys because, you know, the punter run has begun. Braden Mann from a <laughs> Braden Man is gone, and it's only a matter of time before the other top punters start flying off the board. So, <laughs> who are they, by the way? Uh, I'm going to give that a Google here in a second. I only knew Braden Man because he was the one that I picked in my mock draft in the seventh. I was trying to get him. He's going to he's going to drop bombs. He's going to be booming. No, uh, he's good. He's, he and he can do kickoffs as well. I wrote in my uh, when I put him in my top 300. I wrote that he could be a top five punter in the league. Uh, he, I think he has that type of ability. So not to put salt on the wound, but uh, he, he's a really good player. Should have traded up for him. Can I? Can I start? I, I've got some names of guys that the Cowboys have had contact with, and I, is it appropriate now to kind of go through those names just to see what yes. Dane? Yes, yes, yeah, Brian. let's do it. Yes, because we're we're talking, talking about, about punters. punters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know, sake. we haven't talked about horse legs yet. On you know, putting them on people. Yet. I we keep that on the back burner. Yeah, That's yeah. for truly <laughs> desperate situations. <laughs> That's kind of a tradition that we do here on the draft show. Yes. Okay, well, a guy that they've had contact with, Dane, and is this Case Cookus, uh, the quarterback, the northern for the Northern Arizona? Do you, uh, do you have to draft him though? I mean, I know you you want to avoid okay, well, having I'm just to saying, yeah, other you, teams. You, that's what I'm saying. If we get right. down to if they do take a quarterback, you know, I mean, we talked about Gordon, but I, I these are guys of names that I've known they've had contact with. Right. So if you've had contact with him, maybe it's one of those things like, okay, we've had contact, but he's not any good. We're just going to move on kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, is, is does he do anything for you there? Not as a draft pick. I mean, he's a guy that I'd love to bring in as a camp arm and see if I have something. But I don't know. Did you think he was draftable? No, I didn't think so okay. either. I really didn't. Okay. Uh, I'm just going through just a bunch of different positions. Do you think they would look at any type of running back? Depending on those running backs, do you think they would for a, an extra for a player for camp or something like that, or maybe a guy? Because they got Jet An- that. Jet Anderson from TCU is a guy that mm-hmm. they've had some Senior contact. Bowl guy. Yeah, they we they had some contact with Benjamin. Uh, you know, you know Benjamin, yeah. and then the the other TCU kid that I can't say his name, Olawanalu. Siwo. Siwo. Yeah. 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 They've had some contact with him. Any any thoughts about that? Are those... I, that would make sense to me because he's a, a really athletic player for a guy that looks like a linebacker. Uh, I mean, he's 6'3", 232, a uh, big boy that can move. So if you feel comfortable about you know character stuff, because I know he had a he had a drug arrest the last summer. Um, so as long as you feel comfortable about what he's going to bring uh, character-wise, absolutely. I, I think he'd be worth a seventh-round pick. That's the exact grade I have on him. Okay, uh, tight ends. We, I'm not going to talk about Hill and Porsche. They've had contact, but we've yeah. talked enough about them. How about the C.J. O'Grady from Arkansas? Mm. Mm. Speaking of character issues. yeah. I okay, am, he like I quit think, during the year, right? Didn't I he quit? Yes, he he got suspended and all that yeah. stuff like that? He's, he's had no some go. major issues going back to high school, just coachability, things like that, but he can play. So it's you wish he was... You know, could get out of his own way, and he'd stay on the field. But I don't. That's a big if. 
Okay, how about okay offensive tackles? Alex Taylor from South Carolina State. Yeah, talk his project, big time project. Uh, former basketball player uh, at South Carolina State, and they went to went and played football. I, he doesn't look like he has an NFL body. He's just so angular and and long, and so he is a long term project that maybe maybe even stash him on the on the practice squad because he needs a lot of work. Okay, and they had a contact with Trey Adams. He's the Washington tackle that we say has got back and knee problems, right? Right. Okay, so he would be out. Okay, maybe a guard. Okay, they've talked to, uh, they've visited with the kid, the Clemson guard, uh, Archerum. Is that you say? Antrim. Ancrum. Yeah, Ancrum. Yeah, he, he played right tackle for them. He he's got decent length and he moves well. I I'd be all for that. I think he's a I think he's a good player. I think he can give you some tackle guard versatility and uh, I think he's draftable. Okay, Are how- you not worried about too many of those offensive linemen, though? Because now that you've drafted one and you have that competition with the, both of the Connors, both Williams and McGovern, and then you throw Joe Looney in there, are you getting overloaded at an offensive line where you could address he's, oh, that he's just, I think he's just answering my questions is what he's doing. Oh, okay, sorry. But, 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 but I, a guy I, drafted at 231, you're talking about a priority free agent anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's what I'm saying. Fair. I mean, if you're trying, to, you're trying to keep from fighting in free agency for a guy. Maybe okay. you had, the, maybe this guy's still on your board. Okay. Another one is, uh, and Kyle, help me with the name, the TCU guard, Cordell, uh, Iguana, Iguanawu. I am looking it up. Iguanawu. Igu- I, I, I'm sorry, folks. I think so it's Iguanawu. Yeah. Iguagwu. Yeah. Iwagwu is what it is. Iwagwu. 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 Dane, any, any thought about him at all? He has a knee, so as long okay. as uh, actually he's got two of them, but one of them's not very good medically. So as long as he's okay medically, then uh, you know I think he's worth a draft pick. But that's a big if. Okay, and now I'm going to focus in on. I know we're going to have a, a guest here in a little bit, but I'm, I'm focusing in on some of these defensive ends. How about Kendall Coleman from Syracuse? Yeah, I think he's. I just don't think he's explosive enough. I, I think he has a pass rush plan. I think he's he's very active, but. Uh, in order to beat NFL level tackles, I just I, I'm not sure he has those explosive traits. Okay, and how about Chauncey Rivers from Mississippi State? Yeah, another a character guy who was booted out of Georgia and kind of re uh, remade his career at Mississippi State. Uh, I think he's he's worthy of a late round draft pick as long as. Uh, you feel like you can trust him. Long-armed guy. Uh, he's got short area quickness, so uh, you know he has the thud in his hands where he can he can move some guys up front. Okay, and how about Kadar Shepard from Ole Miss? Mm. Did you think he was draftable? I didn't Did think look- so. I didn't think so. But I was wondering what you thought about him. No, I gave him a borderline. I had seventh round, priority free agent. Um, I think that, you know, you look at a senior tape and he literally had zero sacks. Um, I thought he, he had flashes, but just it rarely showed up in the stat sheet. And so two tackles for loss in, in 12 starts is not a good ratio. Okay. How about Ladarius Hamilton? Yeah, that's that my North guy. Te- is North Texas, right? That's my oh, guy. Oh, there you go, Yeomans. There it is. That's there my time is. to shine. Well, hey, Kyle, I'll let you talk yeah, about you got him. Yeah, you got him, Kyle? Yeah, I've got him. How about this? Well, the the first off, he was the one player that in the course of North Texas football history has been able to wear the number 75 after Mean Joe Green Whoa, because he was big. bestowed that honor. He that's wore number two normally. No, they did a throwback uniform. They unveiled a statue as a whole thing, and he wore 75 in the game, and he was chosen by Mean Joe Green to do that because of the character, the leadership, 
that he ended up being. So I've always been a big fan of, of Ladarius Hamilton. And in terms of a player, he was a high motor guy. He was somebody that I think made an impact anytime he potentially could against non, uh, third round or offensive tackles like the guy out of Charlotte and Cameron Clark. But uh, he's played as an odd front end for much of 2019. And then also I think he just fits more as maybe like a four, three base or maybe even a, a pass protector like, or excuse me, uh, a base end as a pro is what I put on here. So, okay. I, I, I like him a lot, uh, not as maybe a draftable player, but if you were going to take a flyer on a guy, I think he's one that you could. Okay. Uh, Did he have a sack in that game while he was wearing 75? I don't think so. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm, I might have to go back and look that God. up. It was against a Louisiana Tech, and they've had a couple players taken. So. He slapped on Mean Joe's jersey. And got yeah. no sacks. I'm going to look it up. I, I'm going to see if he did, but <laughs> off the top of my head, I don't think he had a okay. sack. Okay. And then uh, how about uh, defensive tackle? How about just a second? Jordan, by the way, Jordan Fuller, safety from Ohio State, goes to the Rams. Mm. So Jordan Fuller. And that was a player that the Cowboys had looked at. Yeah, they I was. Did, they he, did some work on Jordan Fuller. They did do some work on Jordan. I was going to get to his name. Okay. How about this defensive tackle from Ole Miss, uh, Josiah uh Cotney, Cotney, Cotney. Yeah. Anything with him? Yeah, I liked him. He uh, good size, six three and a half, three hundred eight pounds. Um, not a not a pass rusher. That's that's not what he does. He doesn't have a deep toolbox there, but he understands his role and he, he plays with power. So he can. He's a rotational run defender, worthy of uh, late round consideration. He's right on the borderline of being picked. Okay, and then we go to the linebackers real quick here. Francis Bernard from Utah. This guy's got a lot of issues off the field, right? He had a lot of baggage from BYU when he was younger, but then he goes to Utah, and the last two years he's you know kept his nose clean and has not been a guy that you've had to worry about. So Francis Bernard, uh, I, I think he's you know worth a draft pick. He's a little bit older. He's one of those guys that had you know the church mission, and right. so he's a little bit older. Uh, not a big speed guy. But in terms of play recognition, um, being able to be in the right spot at the right time, he consistently does that on tape. Okay, linebacker Scooter Harris from Arkansas. Yeah, did, did you think he was draftable? I, I don't know. I I didn't have he, he's draft. not no the Arkansas linebacker last year. I liked a lot better. Um, I did not put a draftable grade on him. Um, and a fun name to say, but right. I, I did That's not think okay. that he had the range to, to hold up at the NFL level. Uh, okay, I'm going to go to the cornerbacks. How about Stanford Samuels from Florida State? Yeah, I know some teams looked at him as safety. Some are looking at him as a corner. Uh, big and doesn't really have ideal speed, but has the bloodlines. You know, his dad played in the NFL, and uh, I think he can get physical with routes. Uh, he can win body position with his size, but you just worry about the speed. Is he going to be able to hold up down the field? Okay, Demarcus Acey from Missouri. Yeah, who uh, you know we know some teams have draftable grades on him. A uh, non-combine guy who w- was snubbed, but uh, you know he's a good athlete, uh, good ball production. Except the senior year, no one went after him, and so I think when you look at the stat sheet, doesn't show up very well. But when you watch the tape, you saw teams not going uh, his way because they didn't want to test him. Okay. Can we interrupt all this really serious football talk for one sec? Just sure. Roger Goodell is wearing a T-shirt on my TV, and I think that's funny. Is it? What does he say? Is it, it say? Lifetime? Lifetime of Sundays. Yeah. Lifetime of Sundays. 
looks I like mean, he's going to need to go clean the gutters. This my guy. Man, I've never, I've never seen this guy not wearing a suit or a cable knit sweater. So for him to be, this is the worst thing about this draft. It's humanizing Raj. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a he's got a cupcake and a coffee mug next to him, and the coffee cup says "Love" with a football. That's a football cupcake. It looks like it's got the NFL logo on the cupcake. It looks like he's having a nice little Saturday. You know, he handed off the pick calling duties, and he's just chilling. He hasn't left the chair though. It's the same thing as what he was doing. He's left the chair. He hadn't been watching the draft at all. He just knew he had an alarm go off, and he's like, "Get back downstairs to the chair for the interview." He's been asleep since eleven thirty. Yeah. Since he put Cincinnati on the clock. Yes. (laughs) Philadelphia's on the clock now at 200, and we're working our way towards the Cowboys' next pick. It is the 2020 NFL Draft here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. And we'll continue talking about Roger Goodell and his lifetime of Sunday's T-shirt as we continue on the Internet side of things. And we kind of mentioned this earlier, but the Eagles reluctant to pick throughout the course of day three they have made a couple of selections they took jack driscoll the offensive tackle out of auburn Kayvon wallace the safety out of clemson at 127 and then their other third day pick was john hightower the wide receiver out of boise state this was originally a pick that the eagles had they traded it away and i think they got it back they did and they just took kez watkins the wide receiver from southern miss there's another conference speed. USA guy loading up on receivers. Can we go back while I was quizzing Dane? I missed Chicago's pick. Uh, Kyle, do you have that 196? Yeah, so 196, Sean Bradley, linebacker out of Temple. It's not Chicago's pick anymore. That was Philly. That was right. Oh, that was Philly's pick at 196? Yep. Okay, thank you, Oh, Dave. it was. Is that what the trade ended up being? Okay. I believe I so. That yeah. So Sean, again, Sean who? Yeah, Sean Bradley, the linebacker from Temple, is off to Philly. And then Philly just picked Kez Watkins again at okay. 200. And how about the Colts? What did they do at, at that 197? Is, that is a Lions pick now. Yeah. Okay. And that was uh, John Pinacini from Utah. John Pinacini, okay. Then following Pinacini, the Steelers took Antoine Brooks Jr., the defensive back out of Maryland, followed by Jordan Fuller, corner out of Ohio State, going to 199 to Los Angeles and the Rams. So that's the first 200 picks for you. Quez Watkins, the 200th overall pick here in the sixth round. Well, another wide receiver. Like Dane said, Dane, what's your scouting report on the Southern Miss product? Speed. Uh, he's lighter than you want, but he can fly. And he's got good reflexes uh, to adjust to the ball uh, away from his body. But uh, there's some reliability concerns there. But it's really, I mean, how many speed receivers do the have the Eagles added today? Yeah, like all high tower over the last two three days. Yeah, I, you just have to look at their situation. Last, I know those guys got banged up, but they they got caught bad at the end of the year, and they just didn't have enough. Whether they keep these guys or whether they just totally remake their their, their you know their receiver group, I, I think that's what they're probably doing here right now. I think they just totally like listen. We're, we don't these guys that we had. We're just going to move on. But they're, they're not going to get caught in that situation that they had happened last year for sure. And this is this part of the draft where the Vikings, who had 13 picks entering today, right. were going to pick three times in five picks. Now, they just traded 201 to Baltimore and the Ravens. So the Ravens are now on the clock, followed by the Cardinals and the Vikings again. If you're the Cowboys, is there any, any reason to even go up and try and get anybody here, anybody you're interested in other than – I don't know. We've mentioned K.J. Hill still there and James Prochet. 
Do you want to go up and get a guy, or are you still staying put and, and waiting all the way until your turn at 231? I kind of have a hard time believing. And, and never say never. That's the quickest mm-hmm. way to look like an idiot. But I don't I would. I would be kind of surprised at this point in the draft. Like, who's left? I mean, Who's left? That's just like this blinking red light. I don't, Dane, am I am I completely off base there? Marcus Bailey. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I would be happy. I don't know about yeah. them. And that's the I'm, thing. I think we need to remind people that you know a lot of draft boards have like 150 names on it. It's not like yeah. you know, uh, James Porsche just went to the Ravens. Imagine oh, the of wow. course they traded of for this pick. course. Yeah, okay. Of course. You get to see him come. Uh, we get to go to Baltimore to watch him play next year. How about that? That's your team right there. The 2020 NFL Draft continues on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Baltimore Ravens do what they always do, which is take the good players. That's okay, because the Cowboys have done that this draft as well. Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus of 105.3 The Fan, along with Dane Brugler, Dave Helmer, Kyle Yeomans of DallasCowboys.com, and the James Prochet SMU wide receiver dream of the seventh round. She gone as the Baltimore Ravens have snapped up Prochet at pick number 201 in the sixth round. And Dane, I forget what player you said this about a year or two ago, but James Prochet will outplay that draft slot. I'll bet you. Yeah, he is a king size competitor who is a little undersized, but the ball skills, you love that about him. So uh, he might be a little slower than you want, might be a little smaller than you want. But I don't know how you could watch his tape and not kind of get excited about what he offers. So now the Cardinals are on the clock at two oh two. Um let me just get the uh anybody have a eulogy for our dream of James Prochet in the seventh round, Dave? I mean I it's one of those things like you hold out hope as long as you can, but they would have drafted him by now if they wanted him. I made my peace with it. Um Hoping for the best from him in Baltimore. Uh, go go prosper with Lamar Jackson, but, it, I mean, Cowboys didn't want him. Bummer. Good news is there's another guy that's not real big and not real fast that lines up in the slot that I can take. So, K.J. Hill is the new dream. You know, at, here's, I, I want to so talk about this, though. And, at, look, I love K.J. Hill, too, but it kind of goes back to Brian quizzing Dane on all these guys. Is like, I just kind of have this feeling that the Cowboys are going to use this pick. It's almost like the end of your fantasy football draft when you're like, ah, oh, let me, let me get like another kicker that has a different bye week just so I don't have to do this later or whatever. Like they're just going to go grab a guy that they don't feel like bidding for, whether that's, Oh no, that's exactly the plan. Whether that's a court. I, I, if I had to guess right now, I got no Intel. It's just a gut gut feeling they're just going to go grab a quarterback that they like because they don't feel like having to convince him to come here. Yeah, that's probably a good strategy. Most and important Anthony position Gordon's still on the board too. Uh, it, it could be Anthony Gordon. It could be a guy we haven't said. I have no, or, or you know, honestly, a running back is another good guess because what running back in his right mind would want to come here in undrafted free agency? Well, that's what, I mean, we talked about those, those running backs, the two TCU kids, you know, you know, Benjamin's a guy I actually have on my draft board. You know, I mean, I, I, I'd like to know, okay, he's, he's clearly, uh, Dane put it out there pretty well that here's a guy that's been a lot of, a lot of tread, a lot of, well, not a lot of tread, a lot of miles on him. You know, a lot of things they're trying to do with him, but maybe you don't want to fight for him. Maybe you're like, Hey, I, I'd like to sign this guy and, you know, 
they used a seventh round pick last year on a kid that they what had a second round grade on basically what was the you know what was that kind of talk the Ohio State kid there's that, no way they oh, had Weber? a second round grade yeah. no I th- no they had a they had a third I think yeah it was high it was like a mid third round how do you grade. get they a did, third though. round grade on a guy that has no special trait hey speak with respect about Super Bowl champion Mike Weber okay. <laughs> Fair. How dare you? I didn't know that he was on that team. He spent like three <laughs> weeks with the Chiefs. Did he get a ring? I don't know. I, just, I don't know. They put him on their practice squad in like week 17 or I don't know, but he was there. I do want you guys to know that they do have a Braden Man video feature that includes him in the NFL pullover, like banging his chest like, yeah. So they knew. They knew that my guy, he was going to get up in the mix. Yeah, don't not- you make fun of me for saying he's going before 231. That's my guy. He's not your guy. Like, everybody knew this guy was going to get drafted. Everybody. No, I don't appreciate you belittling the punter work that I put in. <laughs> you did it to Dane all day, so turnabout is fair <laughs> Thank play. You. Thank you. Yeah. Dane told us he, watch, he doesn't watch the punters in kickers. <laughs> I just, basically, Jeff, I just, I don't, I I feel like K.J. Hill could be there at 231 and they wouldn't pick him. They would pick, yeah. they would pick like a developmental quarterback or somebody over him. And I just, I want you to be ready for that possibility so you don't get sad. I'll prepare myself, but I, is, they could also call K.J. Hill. Evan Weaver, linebacker from California, is going to the Cardinals at 202. But they could also call K.J. Hill and be like, hey, listen, I know, look, we got three dudes. And they are dudes. Dudes, dudes. But... We don't have five or six dudes, so you can make our team. Come on down. Uh, if if K.J. Hill becomes an undrafted free agent, I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised, and I'll make Broadus make phone calls and see if he's hurt. That's what I would do. So 202 is Evan Weaver, linebacker, Cal. Holy cow, 182 tackles last year, <laughs> and he's going to the Cardinals. Dane, scouting report? Not a great athlete, but he when he sees it, he goes and he was a tackle machine at Cal. Uh, and you just you love the demeanor. I mean, this guy is the ultimate trash talker. He will research your family and what your hobbies are, and he will talk about it on the field. He is that type of guy. Uh, but hey, whatever works for you and whatever leads to production. Not a great athlete. He's not going to hold up in coverage. He's not going to be rangy, but uh, just it's a thumper in the middle. We're at 203 now for the Minnesota Vikings, creeping our way through the sixth round. We got Minnesota, then New England, then Minnesota, because Minnesota had 13 picks today. Uh, I'm not sure how many they've made or how many they've moved away from, but they did use a fifth rounder on KJ Osborne, Miami wide receiver. And they're back on the clock for two of the next three picks. And we will be, uh, we will be waiting for the Dallas Cowboys to get back on the clock and figure out what is their strategy going to be there. And I actually kind of agree with Dave that I could see it just being a quarterback that you don't want to fight over. Just, hey, sorry, you don't get to pick, buddy. You're coming to our camp. And I also think it's a great point on the running back side of things, too, because I, I know Dave kind of said this in passing, but the fact that no one is going to want to sign a free agent deal with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, knowing that you're most likely just going to be a camp body and nothing more. Why not give a, take a flyer on one of these late round running backs like Anito Benjamin, who's a local guy as well. Maybe some of the TCU running back talking about that. You got to see at the senior bowl with Darius Anderson or, and move on from there. But I think there's a couple options when it comes to running back, which is a position you don't need, but it might be the best player there, and you're not necessarily going to have a chance at one in free agency. 
Well, I mean, I would, I mean, I would even argue you probably do need it. Like not, not to play games in 2020, mm-hmm. but whenever training camp happens, uh, you know, you're going to want a guy to go and take some reps and give Zeke Elliott some time off and all that good stuff. So again, I mean, you're talking about pick 231. Like I have next to no expectations for this pick. So do whatever you want with it. I don't know, Dave. I've been watching the rest of this Cowboys draft, and it's been a masterpiece. So I'm expecting something incredible. They found Jay Ratliff in the seventh round way back when. Like, it's not impossible. I just, you know, I don't have high expectations. Now look who's the downer. I'm looking for Romo. I was the downer yesterday. Now it's Dave taking back over. I mean, do you really, do you want to do like a study on the percentage of seventh round picks that go on to have meaningful NFL careers? Do you want to do a study on the percentages of Cowboys drafts that go as well as this one has? Tear them up, Kyle. Okay. I'm just saying. If you really, if you really want me to be a bummer, we feel really good about this draft. We have no idea how successful it. it's actually. You didn't watch the tape of these guys. You didn't even, you oh, didn't even let it get to the end of the draft before you start saying this, Dave. Dane, am I wrong? Yeah. No one, no one wins today. <laughs> we'll find out. See. Oh, Dane. I bet you Dane's, I bet you Dane's gonna, I bet you Dane's gonna write an article about who did the best. When when you asked that question, I was looking right at Dane and he, it's okay to be excited. He had that head tilt like, I think I'm gonna give these guys an A at the end of the day. (laughs) Am I right about that? It's, it's it's okay to be excited about what they did, but yeah, no, we don't That doesn't mean. He's gonna give him an A, he's gonna write all these guys that hit in his top 100. Get ready. It's it's very self-serving with these grades. That, that's how it works. But uh, truth is, half the first round picks this year will be busts. That's how it works. Hopefully, we're all sitting here. I hope no. we're all sitting here doing this again in four years. And not me. Eh. Oh, shut up, Brian. Four more? <laughs> I don't know about me. I You're think, not going anywhere. I think Yeomans is going to be. He'll be surrounded by four new people by then. Oh, Dane will be running a team. Dave will move back to Louisiana just to wear purple. <laughs> Brian will be on a boat somewhere. Yeah, I'll be. The listening. point being, we'll see how good it actually was. I hope it. I hope it's a grand slam. But I can also see Brian being like, oh, oh. Oh, why, why, why did we think that was a good idea? <laughs> you no, know, I was so wrong about that. <laughs> and the Vic or the Ravens used a fifth rounder next year to get back in this draft to go get James Prochet. So obviously, wow. yeah, there you go. They know talent when they see it. Yeah, they're gonna go burners and then one dude to sneak around and get open. Yeah, oh, what do you know? Teams value the back half of the draft, Dave. Wow, don't go in it, don't, Dave. Don't put words in my mouth, Yeomans. I, I tried to change the subject. It's fine. So back to the punters. I've been looking around, <laughs> and i got to tell you, the South Carolina guy, that's my next guy. That's my you next guy. The Houston, the Houston punter no, from Australia? No, I'm a South Car- I like the South Carolina guy. What about say, Ar- Arizona State? Well, like he put like up that. like 28 reps on the on the bench at the Combine. Ooh, I, I bet yeah. my South Carolina guy didn't because he's like 6'5", no. 190. Um, but, but, you know, a, a long leg, it's, it's the laws of physics. When you get a 6'5 leg going... At full speed, there's a lot of it's a lot of buildup. Fulcrum, yeah, it's a great fulcrum. <laughs> the pendulum effect. The lever when it snaps, it's just a lot of boom. So keep an eye on South Carolina's punter the rest of the way. Yeah, the New England Patriots select Cash with two S's, Maluya, inside linebacker, Wyoming. We just had two Wyoming linebackers get drafted in this draft. Dane. I dare you. Scouting report. Uh, he's not Logan Wilson. We know oh, that. Okay. Uh, 
but uh no he's he's a little undersized um you know, he he looks more like a safety when you see him on the field but he runs around uh he's got speed and i think that's what showed it more than anything else heck they might actually use him at at safety cuz he's like 5'11 uh like 228 and runs in the 45 so he's a versatile athlete who might be a special teams ace uh that the patriots love to draft here late in the in the later rounds so now we've got Minnesota on the clock at two oh five. We got Jacksonville. Been saying that all day, haven't you? Two oh six. I'm yeah. not tired of Minnesota. <laughs> I'm about tired of seeing Minnesota. How did they end up with thirteen picks on today's in today's round? Well, the well they already had a few, and yeah. then the Saints gave them like six oh, last yeah. night. I think the Saints Vaughn. gave them what three or four yeah. picks. Sean Sean, Sean, Sean Payton was enough. like, "Let's get out to the damn golf course on Saturday. I don't have time yeah. for all this. I, I have no no time for this drafting stuff here on day three. He's not I'm, here for your analytics of wanting more." darts to throw at the board he's nah, just like no nope, don't need these four want that guy i'll see you in the nfc championship next year yeah <laughs> yep. i've got friends that cover the saints i'm i'm mad at them they've been off all day like, what are they doing did they stop did you think they stopped or they keep well, working on the draft no what are they working on there's I'm the saints asking, aren't making man. any picks i'm just asking you just you know, keep working I mean, we've been bums. Here. quitters i was just well, asking we, a question dave we're dedicated just asking a question yeah, that's true so the Vikings are on the clock and into perpetuity. <laughs> I think right now the Vikings get to pick which okay. 15 players they want that are left on the board, and then everybody else who has a pick left gets a chance. Can I, can I go through a few few more names with Dane then? Is I that dare okay? you. I dare you, dude. Okay, how about, how about Graylin Arnold of Baylor? Is he a safety or a corner, Dan? I was just about to ask you that same question. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he played a, like a nickel role where he played inside corner, but right. it was like a safety role. Uh, he was really productive. I had eight interceptions this year, was it? Or yeah, he was something like that. It was crazy to watch him on tape. The ball just kind of kept going to him. I'm like, right. and he and he is. He's playing a slot. He's playing safety. I mean, he's playing down. I mean, he's playing all over the place. So, uh, but he's it, small. Yeah, he's I, five nine, hundred eighty six pounds, and he 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 looks like an undersized corner, and he runs like a slow safety. So, what do you do with him? Yeah, well, Car- um, does Carolina have a pick in the seventh to get ready? Well, that's that, that, exactly probably take him. That'll Matt Rule, Matt he Rule raves take, about him. He, yeah, toughness, he, the the leadership. So that that could be a fit for him. Okay, the Vikings they they did make it. Okay, oh with the safety, uh, Josh Metalis. Uh, medalist Michigan. The Michigan the Michigan safety I, I was going to ask him about you when I got to these safeties so he goes off the board here at uh, pick 205 to the Minnesota Vikings so okay let me write his name down I'm kind of 511 210 uh aggressive player uh doesn't have the high-end athletic traits that you're looking for but uh he is a guy that's toughness uh if he ever gets on the field he might not give that job back. He, he doesn't have the the wow athleticism that's really going to impress in practice and uh, during camp. But if he gets on the field, he might not give that job back. Okay, uh, let me get back to. That. I was kind of doing some housekeeping here. While well, we're... you can do your housekeeping, and we can get right back to your list because Jacksonville is on the clock, and we will return shortly because this is the 2020 coverage of the NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. That was an emphatic dot com. I like that, Jeff. That reminded me of the. Thanks. There's a travel agency ad that had yep. that same tone. Dot com. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't remember which one it was, but I do. Yeah, that's, but that's I don't. Speed. I don't want to give him free pub. That's yeah, a good idea. That's how don't I get down. Him. Yeah, that's a smart move there. Cut the Jeff check. Kavanaugh. That's a vet move. Now, do you guys want to keep going through your list, or you want to wait till the radio? Let's go for the radio. We'll give we'll everybody here this a little bit if we can. Okay. Keep everybody together here. And we are going on that that radio side of things, but uh, let's go ahead and break down what the Jaguars are doing. They're at two oh six, followed by. The Bills, the Packers, the Packers again, and then the 49ers. That's what we've got on the docket. And we're still about, what, so 31, about 25 picks away from the Cowboys. We've killed time over the last 15 picks talking about punters and Dave's lack of enthusiasm heading into the seventh. Other than that. Oh, I am enthusiastic as hell. I want to see where K.J. Hill goes. I want to see what the Cowboys do. I got some other pet cats hanging around. I just don't. I just don't have high hopes for whoever gets drafted. That's fair. That's Hunter, fair. Bri- oh, Hunter Bryant's still hanging around. I really do like him. A lot of good tight ends. Or at Marcus least some Bailey, good tight ends. Courtney Davis, the A and M guy. He's very fast. Yeah, you guys keep talking about Bailey, and I watched that tape. I just didn't see it. You weren't in it. No, I just, I just wasn't. You know, I was. I'm sorry. What did, maybe, what did, how so? What did you not like, or well, what did you well, not see? Well, let me pull pull up. I mean, if you want to give me your scout report, go ahead. I mean, I'll. I don't. I don't have detailed scouting reports the way that you guys do. I just watch them and come to a conclusion. Okay, let me see. I mean, I was injured early in the season, missed ten games. His redshirt season, the senior stiff. I thought he was a okay stiff moving player. Would not call him a good athlete at all. I didn't think he could turn or move all that well. I thought he used his hands okay, does manage to get through trash, plays with awareness, appears to be good with his assignments and fits. I mean, because you could always see him coming up and taking on. Maybe the ball would, he would take on, and then the ball would come to the other side of him, and that was probably somebody else's fault. But he's going to do what his assignments are. There were snaps where he allowed the ball carrier to get away from him. You know, I, I didn't know about the, about the length and grabbing people there, but he did have some plays where he did wrap up as a tackler, got his guy on the ground. The zone drops, just okay. Uh, I'm not sure you really want to put this guy in coverage situations. That's the thing I was talking about right there. I would not call him an explosive player. Uh, he's dealt with injuries throughout his career. More smart than athletic is what I said right there. I, I don't yeah, think that's that's think off. You, you know, just, he's no. Go ahead, Dane. No, I say, he's not a twitchy athlete. He's not. But I think his eyes and his instincts allow him to play fast, and so. That's what I saw more often than not with him. Uh, very competitive. As long as the medicals are okay, I mean, on day three, I think he's a solid pick. But I, I get it. I mean, I, he's just he's a limited athlete. But that's, I mean, you know, and that goes back to the whole conversation. Like Patrick Queen goes in the top thirty-two because he's a freak athlete. This guy starts four years and would have even more tackles and such if he could stay healthy. But he's a limited athlete. Like, but for where you're picking. Mm-hmm. That sounds fine to me. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. that I mean, I'm again, I'm looking for like a smart guy who can help me fill in depth-wise, do some stuff on special teams and be my safety, not a safety net, but you know what I mean, an emergency right. option. Like I you know, I would be fine with that on day 3. I wouldn't I, just, I wouldn't the, have the picked him in the top 100. I mean, the guy like two it's it's each knee now, right? Yeah. With him? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's yeah, a you're, big minus. Yeah, maybe you're to the point now where you're you're right. 
And you yeah, say, I, okay. And if you don't like him, that's fine. But like, you're the king of let's ride on the injured guy when you like him, but you're scared of the injury if you don't like him. No, I didn't. I, fair I, point. I didn't. That, to me, I was like, I was looking at him. By the way, real quick, who did the Jacksonville take? I was. They took Tyler Davis, tight end out of Georgia Tech. Okay, just wow. real quick, Tyler Davis, tight end Georgia. Dane Tech. sounds like a fan. No, it just he's okay, but over some of these other tight ends that are still around, that's, yeah. that's surprising. Yeah, I just I didn't see a good enough with the put. I the awareness and all that with this with this linebacker, great. I get it. And Fitz, get it, great. I just didn't see a guy that was consistently making plays. That's the that's for linebacker. That's the only thing I I had with the guy. At I'm, this point, I I don't expect him to be pick two thirty one anyway. So. Maybe Did you see can... the uh, Ohio State tape last year, 2018? Um, I, didn't, well, I didn't know. Oh, I, last year. No, no I didn't okay, know. Buckeye fans are still having nightmares over, over that one because he's a Columbus kid, and he, he was a big part of that. Uh, that was a Purdue big loss upset. for them, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he was a big that part of it. freshman mm-hmm. slot player was the one that was killing him there, wasn't it? Rondale Moore. We'll be talking about him at this time next year. Oh, I love ah. that guy. It looks like Isaiah Hodges, wide receiver, Oregon State. Ooh, good pick for the Bills there. This yeah. is the 2020 NFL Draft with Jeff Kavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dave Hellman, Dane Brugler, and Kyle Yeomans. Welcome back. It is the 2020 NFL Draft here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Jeff Kavanaugh and Brian Broaddus at 105.3. And our buddies Dave Hellman, Kyle Yeomans, and Dane Brugler with DallasCowboys.com. And we have a special guest, gentlemen, as we're prone to do once in a while here on the home of the Cowboys and to the home of the Cowboys online. Leon Lett, assistant defensive line coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Big cat. Joins us now. How you doing, Leon? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? We're doing well, and we want to tell you congratulations for uh, getting some help there. Bradley and I is a guy that we were watching for really almost a couple of rounds and kept saying his name over and over. Where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? Uh, and he becomes a Dallas Cowboy. So tell us about your guys' the newest addition to your room and uh, what you guys thought of him. Uh, we like Bradley a lot. Uh, what we thought, what jumped out the tape for us was his effort, uh, his get out, his initial quickness, and his toughness for his size. I mean, he's not a huge guy, but he'll go down in there and bang it up with the guard, pulling guards and uh, plays really good discipline football. You know, Kat, when uh, when you, you when you study these guys, you know, I, I know you're always looking for traits. You know, whether it's explosiveness, hand use, and how would you describe him? I mean, he had a heck of a Senior Bowl and he had a heck of a career. You but how would you describe his technique when you watch him? Is he going to have a, a a lot of work? I know these guys always need a little work, but is he going to need a lot of work, or is he a pretty technically sound guy when you watch him on his tape? Uh, there's some work to be done with, uh, you know, with all the players and coming in, uh, you know, there's some things I think we can clean up, but overall he, he's a disciplined player and he, he has good footwork. So that's a great start for, for defensive end. Do you have any expectations for a fifth round guy coming in? I know in our group, we, we thought even higher of him than that, but for a guy drafted there in the fifth round, what is the expectation? Just come in and compete or, or what are you looking at? Um, we're looking at the, the competition in the room, um, I think he brings competition into the room. Uh, we're also going to look and see if he's a special team player and he can add uh, value to the special team. So um, that fifth-round pick is, you know, it's, it's crucial. To- 
I know, I'm mean, obviously, you know, it's been a busy Saturday, but you got another guy last night in Neville Gallimore. Uh, just out of curiosity, maybe a quick scouting report on him and what you think his greatest strength is right now at, at this point in his development. Um, Neville is a guy that, again, his motor and effort jumped off the tape. His um, he hasn't played a lot of football, at least started a lot of football, I think. Um, and I think the sky's the limit for him as far as growth. And, Coach, you mentioned the competition that you're going to see with some of these guys that you're bringing in through the draft class and then also just some of the veterans that you've added through free agency. What are some of the, the different position battles we could kind of expect going into the fall, and how excited does that make you as a guy who's getting some extra help and beefing up that defensive line? I think overall what, what we wanted to do was add competition to the room, and, uh, I mean, that's what you have. You have uh, some experienced veteran players, some young, energetic uh, hungry players, and uh, I mean, it's just going to be the competition. That's what you want, and uh, the cream rises to the top, right? Hey, Cat, if I could ask you about one guy though from from a few years ago, and it's it's Armstrong, you know. And where do you feel like that Dorrance is with his development? You know, as you know, he's a young guy, and you got some guys. You know, how 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 has his development been with you uh, these last couple of years? Uh, I think Dorrance is growing as a player, and. Um, he, he was big as a special team player last year. He didn't get a, a lot of reps to show it, um, you know, on regular downs and defense. But when he did get the opportunity, I thought he did a good job. So uh, he's another guy that we're looking forward to, to grow and uh, going to be a, a productive player for us. Leon, thanks so much for the time and enjoy the new additions. We look forward to uh, watching you coach him when we get to camp. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank there he goes, Leon Lett. Former Dallas Cowboy and current assistant defensive line coach, Big Cat, there with us on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Let's recap the very last picks. Isaiah Hodgins, wide receiver, Oregon State, goes to the Buffalo Bills at 207. Green Bay Packers select Jake Hansen, center out of Oregon, at uh, 208 there. At 209, Simon Stepaniak, guard Indiana. So, Dane, briefly, uh, thoughts on those guys? Hodgins is a player, Richard, uh, junior, or junior came out early. Uh, along with Jake Luton, they had a really nice combination. Route running is pretty simple. It's going to be a slant. It's going to be a, a go. It's going to be, uh, you know, a one cut route. Uh, Simon Stepaniak is, he's interesting because he had a, a torn ACL in, I believe it was the bowl game or is the practices up until the bowl game. And so no combine, no all-star game, nothing. So surprised he was drafted after, after that, but this is a powerful guy. Uh, strength, not a question. He can stick on a roster as long as that knee's healthy. Philadelphia Eagles on the clock at 210 now as we have one, two, three, four, five picks left in the sixth round before we roll over into the seventh where the Dallas Cowboys do have a pick. Quick reset if you have been taking a nap for the last 36 to 48 hours for the Cowboys so far in this draft. CeeDee Lamb falls in their lap at 7. <laughs> Trayvon Diggs falls in their lap at 51. <laughs> 17 for CeeDee Lamb. He should have gone 7. Neville Gallimore out of OU there at 82. Reggie Robinson, cornerback out of Tulsa in the 4th. Tyler Biotish, that was in the fifth, right? They traded up into the yeah, fifth. Yeah, traded back in the fifth, yeah. Back into the fifth for the Wisconsin center. 
and then Bradley Anai, their most recent pick. So the haul for them in the six years I've been doing this, and I know, Dave, we don't know. You don't know for sure about anybody in these drafts. But you feel good. But at the end of them picking, this will be easily the best I've felt about a Cowboys draft in the six years that I've been doing this. So just ripping through each guy real quick. Expectations for CeeDee Lamb as a rookie. He's the third wide receiver, right? I don't, like to, put, I don't like to put labels. I don't think you need to. When they're in... When they have two tight ends on the field and two wide receivers, which two are on the field? I'm not ready to say. I think I want to wait. I want to watch a month of training camp. I work with cowards. Well, I, well, I was so so. I, I don't think it's cowardly to say. Like, I think he could be better than Michael Gallup. I'm not ready to say that right now. Two wide receivers are on the field for the Cowboys. Who are they? Kyle Yeomans. <sighs> Amari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's tough. What if it's a late season game? Maybe it's Gallup and Gallup Lamb. and Lamb. Wow. <laughs> it's on the road in Philly. Fourth down. Trying to win the game. <laughs> Thousand yards for CeeDee Lamb as a rookie, yes or no? No, but I don't think he would be close. Or I mean I don't think he would be that far off, rather. I think I he'll have I'm 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 gunning for better production than Randall Cobb. So a thousand yards. Well, Randall Cobb was had, close. Randall had eight hundred, and this and I is think your seventeenth pick you're talking about here, though. What's your point? Maybe he could be a thousand yard receiver. So I'm saying, I am somewhere between eight hundred and a thousand yards. Let's go. We're gonna yeah. wing the ball around the yard. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Trayvon Diggs expectations as a rookie. Come into camp and take someone's job. Is that the hope, or oh. are you not worried about it? Uh, play in 16 games, start up. Oh, there goes the Auburn yeah. tackle. That's why Brian got mad. Yep. I wanted, okay, him. Brian? I wanted him to fall. I'm good. Keep, I'm, I'm enjoying no. this conversation. I have to deal with this every day. With um, what? But the, the, two to seven every day. These con- Jeff, Jeff loves to create controversy among people. And so he's going to controversy. I'm trying to analyze the Cowboys NFL draft. CeeDee Lamb, offensive rookie of the year. Didn't ask that. Go ahead, Kyle. What do you got? I'm just asking. That would be who's, who's going to be? Let me, on the field. let me break it down and let me break it down in pro football Dave. reference numbers. <laughs> CD Lamb, 16 games played, uh, 12 or more starts, 800 to 1,000 yards, uh, somewhere between five and 10 touchdowns. I've made some outlandish claims. I said <laughs> that 12 months from now, CD is going to be the best receiver on the Cowboys. So wow, there you go. Trayvon Diggs, 16 games played. Seven or fewer starts, uh, you know, thirty to I thirty to forty tackles and a pick or two. I think he's got a chance to to start from mm-hmm. right to jump. You think what, maybe what, one of the smaller guys won't start? I, I think that I think that yeah, I think that he's they're going to say okay, how good are you? Would would you consider moving? Now this is think about this big picture. Would you consider moving Cheeto to safety? It's. I don't think. I, mean, that, he's I don't think that, of that is big picture though, because he's got one year left on his deal. Well, I'm just saying. You, you move also, Byron. You move Byron Jones. Cornerback is a position. Well, like, why are you trying to take depth away from a? Such I'm just. An I'm just. Position? I'm just saying. What if? What if he takes one of those guys? What if he takes Cheeto off the field? Then Cheeto is a above average backup in your cornerback room. Okay, I love just, that. Just asking. No, I. I. I don't. I. I hate it. Two when to people, seven. That's what I have to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when people try to ruin the depth when you have depth. 
Like, don't mess with my depth. I how, got, good, how good is your depth? It. I mean, it's good when you have all. Of, I mean, it looks good. Oh, I'm, there goes Jeff's guy. Oh, Ooh. he got drafted. Sweet. Isaiah oh. Rogers, cornerback, nice. UMass. He's a great mm. returner. He's um, not tall, but he's almost five eleven, but very thin. But good ball production and a fun returner. Really good athlete. Isaiah Rogers, UMass, editor. Okay. I mean, I know I know Cheeto played safety in college some, but like if you move in there now after three years at corner, is he going to be oh, better? Oh, they did that Byron Jones. But it, I mean, will he be? Will he just be better than Xavier Woods and uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix? I'm just saying. Like, is he it, pushing his way into the starting lineup there? Nah. Okay. I don't think so. I'm just just asking. Just trying to find a find a spot. I like the thought of having four cornerbacks that I feel good about. How many Actually, of those guys can no, play? Have five. How many of those guys five. think you really play? Of who? You can throw Robinson in there. Uh, I think Diggs will. I I'm, I don't want to put too much expectation on Robinson. I know you feel good about the pick, but you're still talking about. I mean, no. I mean, th- you could say you could talk about Diggs. I, you don't have to talk about no. Robinson. No, I mean, I think I think Diggs will play in all sixteen games and like be a reliable part of your secondary. I would hope for a guy picked at fifty-one. Mm-hmm. Robinson, you know, maybe not so much. I think you know we did this three years ago with Cheeto and Jordan. They were it was pick sixty and pick ninety-one, and they had injuries in training camp, but like they were they were contributors, but not reliable every week players as rookies. That's what they were. That's the reality, and I think you're probably looking at that again like i don't you know you're not you're not taking two of those three guys at least are going to be your regular starters i think neville gallimore rookie expectations kyle uh i think he's a rotational guy who could come in and and make him more of an impact than tristan hill did this past year nothing against tristan hill but i think he's a better player so you think he could be active yeah i think he'll be (laughs) active uh first off and then secondly i mean He's he's still a project. He's not going to come in and give you immediate pass rush. He's going to be a run stopper. He's going to give you some lateral ability, sideline to sideline. I mean, I think you could maybe tag a couple sacks in there, depending on how you see uh, the the defensive end spots and maybe even who he's going to end up lining up next to uh, at nose tackle, which will probably be McCoy. I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm not going to put a ton of expectation on him because you don't want to overhype it, but I like the the fact that you have a rotational guy you could even throw in there because I think it's better than what you had with Antoine Woods or Malik Collins maybe even. I think you could probably say Malik Collins type of numbers. So you you would be surprised, everybody here would be surprised if Tristan Hill plays better? Yes. Um, well, better I than mean, what? Better, better than okay, your better, expectations or better than he's active? A, he's a rotational player, active. Do you think, I mean, is that... I don't know that Tristan Hill... I don't know that I'll predict him to make the team. Hmm. I think he was a different guy's pick, and we're seeing that things can go a little bit differently when you let the board pick for you. And so I don't think that anybody, when you get to camp, is going to be campaigning for him. So he'll he'll have to just earn his way onto the team, and I don't know if that Isn't he happen. like 21 years old? He's young. 22 years old, He's something young. like that. And Gallimore, I think, is an older prospect. I bet Tristan Hill's younger than Neville Gallimore. I'm guessing at that. I'll pull that up. I got you guys. That seems like a decent guess. But I think Tristan Hill might be younger than Neville Gallimore. But hey, heck, maybe ideally you get both of them going. But I think they're both three techniques. But ideally you get both of them going and you got a couple of nice players. Leon Lett probably should. I was just curious to where they were with Dorrance Armstrong because I'm thinking about the defensive end spot. But maybe we should ask Cat about that situation, you know, with with Tristan Hill. Because like you say, I mean, 
I'd like to believe that Jim Tom Sula can help some of these guys. Gallimore yeah. is a year older, by the way. Gallimore is a year older. Yeah. yeah. Tristan Hill's a young guy coming out. Neville Gallimore, older prospect. Redshirt senior. Reggie Robinson, expectations as a rookie. Because for me, I almost don't have any. I think at mm-hmm. best, he, you're the fifth corner, which means that you're active and you're playing and you're doing special teams, and that'd be great. But to me, the Reggie Robinson pick is about a year from now, about what he turns into. Dave? I com- Yeah, I completely agree. Again, I mean, you feel good about the pick, but... It would be, I it would be basically reckless to be like, yeah, this guy's going to come in and take some people's jobs. Like that's not typically how it works. It's not impossible, but I wouldn't call it likely. But I think he's got the capacity to be active for most of the games, if not all of them. Play a role on special teams. Be your reserve corner. Um, that's interesting. You know, I mean, we're really break. We're getting into the you know the nuts and bolts of building your roster. So the Cowboys now have, you know, you've got your two draft picks to go with your three vets. Don't forget C.J. Goodwin, who is very, very important from a special team standpoint. They signed yeah. Maurice Kennedy. They do have him. And also keep in mind that you've now got 55 roster spots instead of 53. So you can play with the math a little bit differently than you normally have. So maybe you can keep six corners if you really want to. That's a good. That's a great point because I forget about the fact that it's yeah. expanded to 55 now. So, I Does mean, that start now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Starts in 2020. Yep. With 16 so, games, you're going to have two extra guys? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Robinson, I think he clearly makes the team. I think he's active way more often than not. Uh, so that's, I'm sitting here thinking, think about last year. You don't have a first round pick. Your second round pick, I believe, appears in seven games, uh, and is inactive for the majority of the season. He was inactive when people were healthy. No, that's what I know. Yeah, right. you got basically nothing. Connor McGovern, you got nothing. Tony Pollard, criminally underused, even though he was a pleasant surprise. Uh, we just listed off the top four picks in this draft, and I think they're all going to be, depending on health, I think they're all going to be active participants on a regular basis. So fifth that's and a, sixth players might be too. That's a step in the it's right true. direction. They might be. All right, well, we got. To, go ahead. Go for it, Jeff. No, go for it. Uh, look, we got the Colts on the clock. Then the uh, Seattle Seahawks and the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, we'll have all the coverage of all the picks right here for you. You're listening to the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Jeff Cavanaugh, travel agency, bringing us back into the break here. But Brian, you said you were, or you were about to say something there just a yeah, moment I was, ago. Yeah, I was just, it was funny. I was, I was just watching this thing as you guys were talking. Had the Colts had the last three picks? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, so so what they did that New England had back to back compensators. I wonder if if the Colts just said, "All right, the, but the plan we had, we're not dealing with free agency here. We're just going to trade." Maybe they gave New England a next year's pick and said, "Okay, we'll give you these two picks because the the Jets the Jets were supposed to be on the clock at at pick two eleven. That ended up being a Colts pick. Am I right about that? Yep. Okay, then New England was supposed to be on the clock at twelve two twelve. That became an indie pick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's three in a row. I, okay, I mean, so yeah, they gave up. That's so, exactly what they're doing. Yeah, so they're they're trying right now to do the plan that we had. Let's not fight in free agency. Let's just go ahead and we'll give up the next year's pick per se and turn around and just and we'll we'll fill out our roster here without having to fight in free agency. Not Especially a bad, not with a bad the craziness plan. of yeah, not a what's bad plan. going on virtually. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. running Proche highlights on the TV right now. Yeah, he's making yeah, all they are. Does it make you hurt? Yeah, yeah. my heart hurts. 
Could have kept. I mean, you know, I could walk to SMU Stadium from here. Could have kept them right here at home. Everybody hurts. By hey, the way, the Dane, picks that oh. Oh, I was going to just go through the picks that the Colts yeah, had to make making. So Isaiah Rogers went two eleven. That's the pick after Prince Tegawanago from Auburn. So Isaiah Rogers, we talked about him. Then Desmond Patman, a wide receiver out of Washington State. Then. Jordan Glasgow from Michigan safety. That's the tenth Michigan player, by the way, selected in this draft overall. So Michigan, lots of talent, not a ton of wins. John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh, excuse me. Um, but that's back to back to back picks for the Colts here to end out the the sixth round. Now the final pick of the round is the Seahawks. Go for it, Dave. I just Dane. I you know we were talking about this when the Trent Williams trade happened. I don't. I think. I didn't hear anybody mention this. Maybe I missed it, but Joe Staley did announce his retirement a yeah. little while ago. Oh, there they go. They knew what was happening there, and they went ahead and made the decision. Like I said, I was on the radio this morning, and, and we were talking about him turning down a trade. Maybe he knew what was going on with San Francisco, you know, Trent Williams. Maybe he, uh, he turned down an opportunity to go to Minnesota. But I, I, I'm hearing that one's about money. You know, he wanted to be paid. He, he now seen what happened with that guy, Laramie Tunsil. What mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien's done in Houston with paying that guy, so he's like, "Well, hey, I'm I'm better than that guy," you know, which he's probably right. Puts a little added emphasis and a little extra wrench into it. We've got the Seahawks here still on the board, unless the Colts want to come in and make it four straight picks. <laughs> uh, followed by the the Bengals, the Washington squad at two sixteen. You've got the 49ers, Giants, Vikings to start it off. So now if we're looking at the countdown clock for the Cowboys. Creeping. Just, just over 15 picks away. Creeping. Just over. We're getting there, Jeff. We're creeping in there. So Michigan now has more draft picks than it did wins last year. Oh. Something. Uh, is that a does coaching L- issue there? Well, does LSU Oof. have more draft picks than wins? What number are they at? Uh, not no, yet. They're at 13. They, they probably won't. They, okay. they have, what, 15 yeah, wins? Unless somebody takes a flyer on young Thaddeus, I think LSU's Freddie probably Swan? done. Freddie Swain, Florida wide receiver. Florida. Yeah, Freddie Swain going to the Seattle Seahawks. Somebody just threw out the name Thaddeus Moss, and somebody tweeted at all five of us just now. I, I didn't see the name that popped up, but they asked, what is going on with Thaddeus Moss? Why are why teams not taking a flyer? Because it seemed like in the middle of the draft process, at least somebody would not only take a flyer, but be really interested in Thaddeus. I, Short tight end that has a foot thing that doesn't run real well. Mm-hmm. He's just got he's, good hands, and he can kind of block. If his last name was Smith, we would not be talking not about him. Not even be talking much. about him. That's I. I mean, I never. About him, just not as much. I never bought the top 100 hype. I think you know, no. and I'm I'm not trying to belittle people, but he caught two touchdowns in the national title game. He was sensational oh. in the you know the the biggest games that LSU. No, but it's true. The biggest games LSU played. He made a circus catch in the Alabama game, which is mm-hmm. you know the biggest regular season game of the year, and he was great in the playoffs. And he's Randy Moss's son, so I think he's a good player. I would draft him in the seventh round for sure, but. I'm I'm not overly surprised that he's wanna, still hanging around. I thought I'd do some housekeeping here. I want to say thanks to my buddy in uh, Saudi Arabia for this. The Jets for that pick, I you know I said the Jets to Indianapolis. The Jets traded for the Colts uh, Quincy Wilson in exchange for that sixth round pick. Hmm. So Indy had been shopping him for a while, and, and and now he gets a new home. So and they're done. They have no seventh round picks. So those were the final three selections for Indy. Yeah, so that was a trade. The 2020 NFL Draft continues on DallasCowboys.com and 105.3 The Fan. 
Welcome back to coverage of the 2020 NFL Draft here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian brought us Dave Hellman, Kyle Yeomans, and Dane Brugler. With our powers combined, we are the, Captain Drafting. The Bengals just keep collecting those injured linebackers. Who did they take there? I'm sorry, I was looking down. Marcus Bailey. Marcus Bailey. There he oh, goes. Marcus Bailey. There you go. Bengals. Good for them. They, they draft three well. Linebackers. Logan Wilson. I was out of the room when they picked that guy. Marcus Bailey. I was out of the room. Wow, that's a that's not a bad little collection though. I mean, yeah, two no. of them injury questions, but also ability. So I, the you Bengals, throw energy uh, in there too. The Bengals probably have a top ten draft class this year, uh, just based off of you know how we how we look at these guys right now. I'd say there, there's not ten better draft classes uh, so far. So we are now into, so Marcus Bailey is the first pick in the seventh round. We are now into the seventh round of the draft. And at uh, 2.16, it'll be Washington on the clock, followed by San Francisco and the New York Giants. As we're not, it doesn't seem like anybody's really too worried about kind of putting in the call or campaigning for a guy in the seventh round because we sort of understand it's the seventh round and the goal for the Cowboys with only one pick there is probably not necessarily pick the best available player, but pick the player that I don't want to reach free agency and have a choice of where to go. How many, Dane, I wonder how many seventh round picks would rather not be drafted so that they could try to find the best spot for them? Yeah, you know, it's tough because their coaches and GMs can be a little stubborn. And so if they use the draft pick on you, you might have a little bit of an extra leash in training camp. And, you know, if it comes down to you and a priority free agent and everything's even, they're probably going to keep you the draft pick because they, they don't want to cut their draft pick. So there is that, but I do think you make a good point. Once we get to this uh, part of the draft, it, it almost behooves you to have options as a priority free agent where you can look at the depth chart and you can see, okay, uh, you know, how does this the team stack up at my position compared to another team? And uh, looking at the coaching situation, looking at the culture, looking at the team fit, all those different factors can go into where you end up signing. So having options is never a bad thing, and that that's kind of the silver lining of being a priority free agent. Am I? Was, a, oh no, go ahead. Sorry. Am I a bad scout, or is something wrong physically with KJ Hill? Yeah, oh, right. Ohio State wide, Ohio State wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, he's not he fast. Have a good combine. He's not fast, he's not a big guy, but dude gets open and dude catches the ball. Yeah, I, he he was 97 overall on my board, so I'm with you. Okay. I would have drafted him in the fourth round. So I, I had him in that, that pocket of guys me. in the fourth. Prochet, Duvernay, Van Johnson, Bowden. I mean, those guys, mm-hmm. it's funny, you know, they've all kind of gone in different spots. And I... I I, every time I watched him play at Ohio State, he got open. He got open and he caught the ball every single time. And I, I I'm. It's one of those things. That's probably the first call I make getting, walking out of here. You know, if this guy, and he'll, I, I'd like to believe in the seventh round he's going to get picked. Yeah, I'd like to believe that. But I, I, I wonder if not, if, he better be the first call the Cowboys make on the. Well, way that's out the him. thing that these teams will do because they'll yeah, come make your team. Chris Hall and those guys at the Cowboys. The first thing they'll do is the priority free agents the priority guys are the guys that still have tags on that board those are the first calls you make and and then after that if you start losing those tags then it turns into that priority for agents list but i'd like to believe that he has a tag on someone's board that's not a priority free agent guy 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few names left uh, that I hope the Cowboys give them a call very soon because we're in the seventh round, and if any of these guys don't get drafted, K.J. Hill, Jawan Jennings, Tennessee receiver, those yep. would be the first two phone calls I would make. Jawan Jennings is fun. Jawan Jennings is a – is he a 4'7 athlete? Yeah. But he so, uh, absolutely will – He's a big will, slot. He will, he will snatch your soul – uh, after the catch, that'll his happen. tape against South Carolina and his route running in that game just made some South Carolina DBs look silly. So we're at two seventeen. Who are some of the other guys that are at the top of the board for you guys right now? Starting with you, Dane. Um, well, it starts with uh, KJ Hill, and then after that, uh, you know Benjamin, the running back from Arizona State, uh, Hunter Bryant from Washington, the yeah. tight end. Obviously, the medicals are, are there. Geno Stone is still out there. The safety yeah. out of Iowa. Um, Francis Bernard from Utah, linebacker, Dane Jackson, the corner, Kenny Willekes, um, a couple of Michigan State guys here, uh, Kenny Willekes and then Joe Bocci, the linebacker. Uh, I think that would be a solid pick for the Cowboys coming up here in the seventh round. Uh, J.R. Reed, Georgia safety. Uh, Anthony Gordon hasn't been picked, has he? He has nope. not. Nope. Okay, I mean, quarterback, you're looking for a developmental guy. I, I think that would be a, a heck of a pick here in the seventh. Yeah, I'm I'm with Dane on my list. I, I you know Hunter Bryant is a guy I still have up there pretty high. I had, by the way, Jawan Jennings just went two seventeen to San Francisco. Boo! Oh, oh, oh that is so perfect. Too. They have all the yak guys. Kittle, Debo. They took Brandon Ayuk in the first, and now Jawan Jennings. They just take all guys where it's like, don't worry, we'll get it to you, and then you go to work. That is fun. I like yeah. that fit. Juwan Jennings is one of the toughest, just physically tough receivers I, I think I've scouted in the last five, six years. He's a freight train. He's an absolute mm. freight train once he gets the football. So we are at 218 now to the New York Giants, working our way towards the Cowboys. And the Giants, have they had a lot of picks in this thing? I think they've, like drafted, a while. they've drafted half the offensive linemen in this class, it feels like. <laughs> So they've uh, yeah. had eight three, picks. Three linemen. Okay. Six picks. Xavier, Ma- Xavier McKinney. Cam Brown, linebacker, Penn State. Shane Lemieux, offensive guard, Oregon. Darnay Holmes, corner out of UCLA. Maybe Matthew maybe Pert. Jason Garrett just, like, beat down the door to that draft room. Like, three offensive linemen and an Alabama player. I mean, sounds like Jason Garrett to me. From yeah. Highland Park, he's having an effect on Dave Gettleman, right? Yeah, he's got Dave dialed up on the Zoom. Yeah. (laughs) Getting ready to take over that head job by the end of the year. How we doing, Dave? Got got his coat and tie on, walking around the room. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think, do we think that Garrett's wearing a coat and tie? Oh, not on uh, Saturday. First night, first day of the draft, he probably had a coat and tie on. Yeah. I wish there was a war room cam in there. That'd be funny. By Saturday, you think he's into sweatpants and a t shirt? Jason Garrett, like Roger, he's got the always Sunday. Yeah, if on if Roger Goodell can wear a t shirt on Saturday, he's got a dry fit long sleeve giant shirt on with sh- blue shorts. <laughs> this has been the most humanizing thing ever for Roger Goodell. This it has really been great has. No for Roger Goodell because you get to see that he's just like us. Yeah. And towards the end of it, he was wearing he was down. He's down. like, I'm not standing up. I'm not sitting up straight. Here's the last pick, guys. I need a drink. He comes in on day three. He's like, Welcome to the draft. I'll see you guys in a couple hours for a few words. Bye. And he went to the kitchen and showed up for a minute. I missed that Giants pick. I'm sorry. I was laughing. Carter Coughlin, linebacker out of Minnesota. Thank you very much. 
pretty good pass rusher. You, you mm-hmm. always love pass rushers who have more tackles for loss on their resume than starts. And that's just, he, had, he had 40 tackles for loss, 39 starts. Uh, pretty good player, pretty good athlete. Uh, before, I know, talking to scouts over the summer, they thought he could be a top 100 pick. Ooh. Didn't necessarily have that big-time senior year they expected, but still draftable and still a, a solid part of rotation. And so now we are to the Baltimore Ravens pick, and we are creeping towards the Dallas Cowboys' last selection in this draft. The Baltimore Ravens pick is in at 219. Uh, we'll have it announced shortly. The Chargers are behind them, then the Carolina Panthers, and we are working our way towards 231, where the Cowboys pick. We're at 219 right now, or 220, but 219 has not been announced yet for the Baltimore Ravens. But here it comes. Geno's- and there goes Geno Stone, safety mm-hmm. Iowa, which Another good player. to me that is great value in the seventh round for Geno Stone. I think that's a dude that could absolutely end up being an NFL starter. Had him in the fifth round on my board. You're, you're saying the Ravens drafted a good player? Oh, I forgot I, it was I mean, the Ravens. I gotta go. It's 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 hard to remember the whole class for anybody other than the Cowboys. But I feel like when I go back and look at everything, I think I like I like the Ravens draft maybe most of anybody. No, I, it's 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 the favorite to be the top draft class this year. I think, and it's amazing considering they picked uh, 28th in the first round. So it just tells you that's what good teams uh, do. What, yeah, what you can do and. I mean, I don't even know. I'd have a tough time picking my favorite draft pick from their class. You can go Patrick Queen in the first, J.K. Dobbins in the mid-second, uh, Duvernay uh, in the 90s, Malik Harrison in the 90s, uh, then even on day three with James Prochet and Geno Stone. So they uh, they knocked it out of the park. I think day, I still like the Dallas picks better, but whatever. I, oh, go ahead. Well, I think day three is the best work that the Ravens have done. Geno Stone is a guy that yeah. I liked all the way up in the third or fourth round, and I knew I was higher on him than basically everybody else that I saw because he is 5'10", and he's a 4'6 guy, short arms. So you get all these measurables that Geno Stone does not check the boxes. Then you watch him play, and I'm like, holy cow, this dude's a smart, instinctual player, really good when everything's in front of him or as a split safety in a cover two. He sees the field. The reactions are good. The routes to the ball are good. He'll tackle. Um, just not overly athletic. You don't want him covering slots. Not super fluid or bursty. He's just a good football player. And sometimes you get to get those in the seventh round because they're not tall and athletic enough. I think that'll end up being a really, really good pick for Baltimore. Uh, where were you going, Dave? Or was that Kyle? Yeah, I was just saying, I was going into the fact of whenever you look at some of the favorite draft classes out there, I think there's Baltimore. I think you could throw the Jaguars in there. Dallas, of course, is in there. I think I would put Jacksonville and Dallas above that, but I'm also not... I'm just not looking at running backs that early. That's my one big knock against it, and the fact that they didn't have a ton of those midday picks at the same time. I don't know. It, it, you could go either way, and it, when you're talking about fitting some of the needs and then also getting value, I think Baltimore's done a magnificent job of doing that. And I, I think Cleveland has done a great job, too. Ooh, you look at Jedrick Wills at, at 10, and then Grant Delpit in the second, uh, Jordan Elliott in the third, who, you know, character is a concern there, sure. but talent's not. Talent's great. Then, on day three, Harrison Bryant, Nick Harris, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, yeah. uh, three players that were pretty good. So I think the Browns did a nice job for themselves as well. Stay in the state of Ohio. Talk about what the Bengals did. 
I was about to bring yeah. that up for you, Brian. Go ahead. No, oh, Brian's absolutely. team? No, I hit it. Yeah, yeah Brian, Brian's done a great job drafting for the Bengals. Well, thank you. Today. I appreciate it that. It starts at the top with Joe Burrow, and then, yeah, they just kept going. Three linebackers with Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis-Gaither, and Marcus Bailey. Yeah. T. Higgins in there, Khalid Kareem, the edge rusher, uh, and then Adenije. K.J. Hill finally went to the no! uh, Los Angeles Chargers. No! My guys are going, K.J. Hill. Good for him. To quote Dane him. Brugler, K.J. Hill will outplay that draft slot. Yes, he will. I promise you. K.J. Hill in L.A.? I think that K.J. Hill is the best slot route runner in the class. If you want to put Van Jefferson in the slot, then I think you can have a conversation about those two. But I think K.J. Hill is a route runner for a guy who's not big. He's not athletic. He didn't run a great 40. The dude just understands the craft of route running and stemming Mm -hmm. and setting DBs up and finding ways to get open and make a catch for his quarterback. K.J. Hill will 100% outplay being drafted 220th. Do we have a, a count on how many receivers have been drafted so far? I can pull that up. Okay. Give me a couple seconds. Because that's I mean, that, that was the talk about this 35. draft. 35. Okay, that's the average is 32. They're 32-33 every year, and we're already at 35, which tells you everything you know about this draft class. Not only uh, guys at the studs at the top, all the way depth, all the way through every single round. We should see uh, four, maybe five more uh, off the board. So we, we should get to 40 this year at least. And it's actually 34. I miscounted, but it's 34. Still. And might thing. get Still and could good. get could get two or three more. Maybe I even think more than will that get on the way two out. Or three oh, more. yeah. We should get to 40. I had to get yeah. a good chance. It's the Arizona Cardinals that are up now. The Cowboys are at 231. Arizona is at 222. So we are getting closer and closer to the Dallas Cowboys' final pick in this draft, assuming that they don't make any moves. But the Cowboys got one pick left, and we will have it for you. You're listening to the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. And as we are just about 10 picks away from the Cowboys, or just over 10 picks away, we will. I, I kind of want to talk about the Panthers here. 221, they're on the clock at the moment, and they just took – uh, Stanley Thomas Oliver III, the cornerback out of FIU, another FIU product drafted. But they've had a sneaky good draft, too, here, Dane, because you talk about Derek Brown in the first, Yuta Gross Matos in the second, Jeremy Chin, Troy Pride Jr., followed by the XFL's only draft pick maybe ever in Kenny Robinson, Bravian Roy, and then now you, you add uh, this final pick in the corner from FIU, what do you think about the Panthers draft class overall? Uh, seven defensive players, right? So no yep. offense. Uh, no offense at all. All defense, which is kind of crazy. Um, and so what? They ended up with two defensive tackles, two defensive safeties, two defensive corners, and an edge rusher. So pretty fascinating there. This seventh round pick, Thomas Oliver, former receiver, uh, six foot, 190 pounds, ran pretty well at the combine in the four fours. Uh, still learning how to play the position. Uh, he is raw, but uh, he's a guy that has the speed, has the length, worth uh, worth developing. So he's your, you know, your typical seventh round corner uh, with some traits that you think might be able to develop into maybe a, 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 someone that could be a a solid, uh, uh, you know, round out your cornerback depth chart. And it's funny because I mentioned the XFL selection, too, that uh, the Panthers ended up making. They've got both of the XFL additions that have been added to the NFL, correct, because of the quarterback and Walker, and then now you've got Kenny Robinson, so the XFL being well-represented in Carolina. Interesting there. But now you've got the Cardinals 
followed by the Jaguars, the Titans, and Ravens. Next four up, the Cowboys sitting at 231. So now we're 10 picks away. We're at 222. Ten teams stand between the Cowboys and their next selection. Some of our favorites off the board here in the seventh round, Geno Stone, safety out of Iowa, K.J. Hill, wide receiver from Ohio State, Juwan Jennings, another wide out from Tennessee, Marcus Bailey from Purdue, the linebacker. Really four of the names that we at least had our eyes on going into 231. Brian, I know you were kind of talking with Dane a little bit earlier going through uh, a list of guys that he could potentially look at whenever you're talking about 231. But uh, Hunter Bryant, Eno Benjamin, Kenny, Kenny Willickis, uh, there's there's names out there. Any stand out to you, though? Well, I was just kind of going through maybe some guys, and I was just specifically looking. I, I had a couple of guys as corners. Maybe they won't go that route. Just to mention, though, Bo Pete Keys from Tulane. Tulane. Oh, yeah. And then Lavert Hill is another guy from Michigan, Michigan. that people are talking about. But the, the safeties, Dan, if we could kind of just maybe run through them a little bit, too. You know Benjamin finally off the board to the Cardinals here. Okay. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. That's a good good fit for him. You know, let me do my house. He's only got to go about 15 miles. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. That, again, saved him some little travel there, too. How about that? You're right. There's uh, been a lot of those picks, by the way. Yeah, local kid. Okay, Dane, how about this Shyham Carter, the safety from Alabama? Anything there on him? He's not for me. I think he's uh, – I just don't know where to play him because he's uh, 5'10", 195 pounds, looks like a corner, but has safety athleticism, Caught kind of caught in the middle there. So, uh, to me, he's not worthy of draft pick. J.R. Reed, we've talked about from Georgia. Would he be anything yeah. for you? Surprised he's still around. I don't know if it's the injury stuff, um, but you know, remember Jake Reed for the Vikings, right. the receiver back in the day. His son uh, started at SMU, then went to Tulsa, then went to Georgia – Turned himself into an All SEC safety, so I, I a little surprised he's still around. I thought he would have gone uh, somewhere f- uh, fifth, sixth round. How about Vince Calhoun from Eastern Michigan? I, I gave him a PFA grade. I okay, just, we'll he, move on. He tested okay, but I just didn't think there was enough for a draft pick. Jordan Maiden from Alabama, another one. Combine snub. Um, I thought he was a little bit better than Carter, uh, but he's a Senior Bowl guy and uh, highly recruited. Who you know. Kind of lost in the depth chart there at Alabama. Uh, finally got on the field as a senior, as a, as a nickel player, and, and did okay. But uh, I think he's somewhere here in the seventh round where you, you take a look at him. And they had the last guy was Chris Miller from Baylor. Yeah, Miller, he's a solid player. Another PFA, undersized safety. Those undersized safeties worry me in terms of staying healthy, especially a guy like Miller who's not afraid to hit, very aggressive, and sometimes that works against him. All right. Those are the list of guys I had that the Cowboys had contact with at some point. The 2020 NFL Draft continues on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Welcome back. It is coverage of the 2020 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Jeff Cavanaugh and Brian Broaddus of 105.3 The Fan and our buddies Dave Hellman, Kyle Yeomans, and Dane Brugler of DallasCowboys.com. We are at 223 in the seventh round. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. The Dallas Cowboys will pick at 231, so we are less than 10 picks away. We are getting there. We are getting there slowly. It's been two years since Bradley and I came off the board. It has. It has seemed like that. The seventh round has been the land where the uh, undersized and slow slot receivers who are going to be good players in the NFL has gone. As uh, James Prochet is a raven. And uh, K.J. Hill is a... Charger. Charger. And K.J. Hill is a Charger. He looks sweet in that uniform. 
I hope we're right yeah. about him because if he is good enough to win that slot job, I mean, that's you talk about the Cowboys. That's two thousand yard receivers in L.A. too that can't cover all of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, KJ Hill's gonna have a great time. Go win that I, job. I hope so. Prochet's going to have a great time in Baltimore, too. Go win a job because he's going to have burners on the outside. He's going to have those tight ends they play with. He's going to have the quarterback run, and there's going to be great opportunities uh, for a good route runner. Who's Baltimore's two behind Hollywood Brown? I don't even know. Miles Boykin. Yeah, Uh, Miles Boykin and then Mm -hmm. Willie Sneed, I think. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. Willie Sneed. So, yeah, I think there's a chance. There's a chance to get in there and play some. Jacksonville Jaguars at 223. As we work our way to the Cowboys pick, let's see if I can find what has Jacksonville done in this draft. Not that it would help us predict what they're going to do, because as we've said, all you're doing right now is stopping people from getting to free agency. They drafted both of the guys we wanted the Cowboys to wind up with before we found out CeeDee Lamb was a possibility. That's Ooh. what they did. Yeah. C.J. Henderson, Kalevon Chason. LaVisca uh, Chenault. Yeah, Devon Hamilton, day three quarterback, I believe. Did uh, they not? Josiah Scott, the Michigan State corner. Ben Barch, Shaq Quarterman, Daniel Thomas, Colin Johnson. They've had a lot of picks. I might have even missed one at the end for them. Jake they got Luke, quarterback, Luke, quarterback. Luke, yeah, yeah, the quarterback then, Morgan sitting and Tyler Davis, Tyler tight, Davis. yeah, tight end, yeah. And there you go. So they got a, quite a few picks going, and here this pick is in at two twenty three. The selection for the Jacksonville Jaguars is Chris Claybrooks, cornerback out of Memphis. Dane Brugler with the scouting report. Uh, he's tall, long, lean. Uh, looks looks like a uh, you know didn't spend much time in the weight room, but decent speed. Um, you know, I thought he was uh, more of a PFA than a draft pick. Uh, there were times where body position was an issue. Um, in terms of you know turning the find of football, boxing out, making a play, but he, he runs fairly well up and down the field, and so at this point you're looking at you're looking at the, the height, the length, uh, some of the speed traits. Uh, so can understand why they went this direction. Tennessee Titans not playing around; they put the pick in immediately. Cole McDonald had a farm, hey. and it will be playing in Tennessee. The Hawaii quarterback hmm. is headed to Tennessee. What's the hmm? Oh, it's because uh, he he went ahead of the Washington State. Uh, yeah, right? he sure he, did. He's, he's still out there. Uh, Cole McDonald, he he doesn't have much of a conscience as a passer. He kind of just lets it loose, and you know, in the tradition the of Hawaii quarterbacks, yeah, he's pretty much. Go, baby. Yeah. lets it loose all over the field, and a lot of times it works out great. Sometimes it doesn't. So he's he's a fun player. Just needs you need to pull the reins back a little bit and, and improve his decision making. If you do, you might have something. So. Kind of along the theme we've been talking about, where you don't want to compete for these guys in free agency. I think that's what this pick is for the Titans. Chicks dig the long ball, man. Just let it rip. Don't even worry about it. Do you think we'll see a good number of quarterbacks go off the board here? Are there are there enough of them to make it worthwhile? Because that seems like it would be the most important guy to keep out of free agency. Right. I think you could. He's the obvious one, right? Washington State, who Mm -hmm. you know is a good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. After yeah. that, you've got, you know, your Nate Stanley from Iowa, Brian Lewerke, Michigan State, you know, Cookus from Northern Arizona. Um, you know, maybe we see one of those guys, but Morgan or Gordon seems like the one to me that just, you know, too good to be still on the board here. I just, I, I want to make sure I call this shot. I, I, I might be wrong. I, no, I just, I said it earlier. Like Mike McCarthy is a, he's an offense guy. He's a quarterback. He has a reputation for working with quarterbacks. The Packers drafted a lot. 
And again, this is this pick in my mind is really more about just drafting a guy you don't want to bid for. And if I had to guess at their pick, I think they just like grab a quarterback that Mike feels good about. That's that's my hunch. I guess. Go ahead. If go ahead. Anthony Gordon was on the board at two thirty one. That would be the guy who I would want. And, and I'm not going to do even a fake pin throw because we're in the seventh round. But if if he's there and they pass him up, I would be a little bit not concerned, but I would at least just kind of question that because there's a chance to add a, a, a guy who has some arm strength that will translate to the NFL. You can teach him behind Dak Prescott. Doesn't have to be an immediate starter. I I, I think it would be a smart play this kid threw a ton of interceptions though didn't he that was it not as much as you would think though right or gordon yeah gordon i thought um no i mean you know he let it loose so yeah i mean he did have 16 picks um 48 touchdowns 48 touchdowns no yeah he he threw the ball almost 700 times (laughs) he threw for almost 5600 yards yeah so yeah he he's and like i said i mean he literally broke records he, uh, that were held by Andrew Luck. Uh, he had the completion percentage record, broke uh, Marcus Mariota's total offense record, uh, broke passing touchdowns at 48 touchdowns, broke Jared Goff and Jake Browning's records. So I, he did a lot of things this year that make you go, okay, this guy can play a little bit. And like I said, love the release. Very good rhythm passer. Mm-hmm. And he plays confident. He'd make a mistake and he'd come back and just keep chucking it. So... Um, I think he has a lot of the intangibles that, that fit well. We got Kenny Wilkes off the board here to the Vikings. Vikings, yeah. Okay. Good pick by, Good uh, I mean, we kind of beat him up a little bit saying how, you know, not, not a great athlete, not very long, but well, he's still a productive no, no. power five yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. A former walk on who, you know, he's, he's going to outplay what you think of him. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if he does that here in, uh, in the NFL as part of the Vikings. Yeah, I was. I mean, everybody was talking about he wasn't a good athlete, but then he shows you the gymnastics routine. You know, that was kind of like one of those. You go, huh? That's interesting. All the things he could do, but then you watch him on tape, and it, it did just didn't translate, though. No, I mean, no, I, no, I just no. didn't yeah. see that. You know, it's one thing. It's like, oh, he's a really fast guy, and then you put pads on him, and he can't run a four eight. I'm not talking about him. I'm just, yeah, I I'm mean, just, you know, yeah, I just just kind of this blah. You know, not mm-hmm. really anything you know exciting about him as a player, and I know that. There's people, but you know, here he gets Minnesota Vikings. We'll see what Mike Zimmer can do with him. You know? Seventh round pick. Let me throw out one more name because I agree with you guys. If there's a quarterback that's you even think might be worthwhile, I think Anthony Gordon. That's that's the way I would love to see it go. Somebody, I would imagine, has got to pick him though. Somebody as a quarterback to. that could be available. So okay. with the seventh round, they, they with, might... yeah, with the seventh round pick, I would vote for Anthony Gordon if you can go quarterback. And then my other hail mary would be the North Dakota, North Dakota State Edge, who Tuska, uh, just for a guy that was productive and for a guy that's six tested four well. and he tested well six eight seven in the three cone, just under four eight in the forty. So just for the raw trait of your three cone and you were kind of a productive player, that's the sort of guy that if I needed to, I'd, I'd want to stop him from being a free agent and just be like, hey, you're coming to our camp. Dane, uh, I've got a question on a guy here that I would like to throw into the ring, and he's my top-rated safety still left on the board, but it's J.R. Reed mm-hmm. from Georgia. What, what do you think about him overall? Started his career at Tulsa, transferred after playing just 13 games. His father was an NFL veteran, played 155 games at wide receiver. He's got the physicality. I feel like he would be a safe pick whenever round seven comes around. Plus, he's got local ties. He's from Frisco. 
Yeah, from Frisco, from uh, uh, Prestonwood Preston Christian. Christian. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a guy who he played a lot of football in the SEC. And, you know, 42 straight starts, uh, closing speed, smarts, uh, doesn't have – uh, doesn't he doesn't work well off blocks and you know he needs to be a little more consistent with uh, his decision making he'll take some false steps and kind of all over the place but I mean here in the seventh round it's speed a guy with speed the bloodlines the intangibles um, I mean he he was a, a team captain and a finalist for the Thorpe Awards so a lot to like about J.R. Reed. All right, we're at pick 227. The Cowboys are at 331. So we're going to step aside on the fan, make sure that we're back, and plenty of time to get you ready for the Dallas Cowboys seventh-round pick. You're listening to 2020 NFL Draft Coverage on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Did you just decide to make that your thing for the rest of the draft? Are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, well, after the radio thing, I have to take like two seconds before they get my headphones flipped over to you guys. What'd you say? Oh, I just, is that, is that your thing for the rest of the draft? It's a day three thing. Listen, it's a sixth and seventh round thing. You guys and the, and the dot com people who are listening, they know stuff gets wild on day three. They know. I have to pretend on radio it's not getting wild. It's getting wild. If wilder. Bandana Dave is here. If you're listening, oh, Bandana Dave, yeah, he made an appearance a long time ago. Dot com if, folks, they know. If you're with us on day three, and this, like Kudos. this, I mean, not only I, you're my friend. I consider mm-hmm. you a friend if you are listening to this nonsense on day three of the draft. Pick two thirty one. Like whoever gets picked, the odds that he becomes somebody for your Cowboys are slim. And you're still here hanging out with us. There's Granted, being a downer, again. man. If it's Anthony oh. Gordon, he'll start this year. They'll tell you know, that my life's work up. nonsense. Uh, yes. not not the not the preparation itself, Dane. So much as us sitting around. BSing about it. Tell that to Tony gotcha. Romo. <laughs> uh, Tony Romo wasn't drafted, so that's right, sir. Seventh rounders are all better than him. No, honestly, I hope that pick two thirty one goes on to be a Hall of Famer because then we can clip this out and I will live in perpetuity. That sounds great. We can do a deep blue exactly about it. What I want twenty years from now, like it'll be the lead into the deep blue. Like, oh, David Hellman thought this guy sucked. What happened to Hellman? Why was he fired? Hey, hey, you know Benjamin. You. I'll be a I'll be a high school English teacher by then. Oh, you'll be high sick school. of chasing that dream of making money. Oh yeah, I'm making money. That's why I'm in the sports writing game for sure. <laughs> That's what I'm doing over here. We are three picks away from the Cowboys here, though, as we do like kind of look up and are surprised that we're actually kind of close to that 231st spot. You've got the Falcons followed by Washington and then New England with 230 before the Cowboys end up with a selection. You've got names on the clock. I've got another name I want to throw at you, Dane, and he's a senior bowl guy. I I like talking to him in the middle of the media session. Nebraska's Lamar Jackson. No, not Lamar Jackson, the MVP, but Lamar Jackson, the cornerback. I'll take him based on his name. I, I like the fact that he would be versatility just because of the, the fact that he could play corner. Could you also move him to safety, though? Probably, because he's, yeah. he's a four five eight four six zero type of guy. Ah. Uh, 6'2", 208, good size. He's physical, uh, good ball skills. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what you do with him because he is a little bit of a tweener. Um, I don't love him either spot, but yeah, I mean, here in the seventh, that's what you're looking at. Players like this, Goalskers. kicker. Oh no, it's a punter. No, it's a kicker. Oh, it says, popped up I, here I, as a he's, punter. He's a punter. I it believe. says Hoffrichter, and it says kicker, Syracuse. But I believe Dane is a punter. He, he's a punter, right? 
Come on, yes. dude. He's yes. a Ray guy, he, award wait, finalist. Sounds like a punter. There was a there was a hesitation there. Is he in the guy, Dane? Yes, he's a punter. Okay, good. Okay, okay. You Dane, don't have like, him in there as a kicker? Don't mess with no, him. No, he's a punter. Idiots. A bunch of haters. <laughs> ESPN doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. The, uh, Dane is into DallasCowboys.com. Dane, Dane is the only him. person that knows what he's doing at this point in the draft. Let's you, be The very Bears honest. drafted back-to-back, non-combine, just flyers uh, with uh, on the offensive line, so that's interesting. Arlington Hambright and Lachavius Simmons. Georgia and Tennessee State. I, I didn't name, expect to see a Tennessee State come out of there. That doesn't even fit in my spreadsheet. Like, it, there's not enough room for the, the size of the name and the name of the school. Sounds like so somebody needs got, a new spreadsheet. Now you got ah. two picks until the Cowboys go. 229, 230, Washington and New England. Are we thinking quarterback here, boys? Is that the best I, bet? I'm sticking with it. I don't. I mean, whatever. This it, obvi- everybody else is getting weird. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> just going, oh. This is the 2020 NFL Draft with Jeff Kavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dave Hellman, Dane Brugler, and Kyle Yeomans. Welcome back to our coverage of the 2020 NFL Draft, where we have reached that point of the draft where Dave Hellman just dropped the first whatever of the I mean, broadcast. Okay. Jeff, read over the last few picks. We got Arlington Hambright, yep. Lachavius Simmons from Tennessee State, two mm-hmm. guys that didn't get invited to the Combine, and that was followed by Snubs. a punter, the second punter. We are... Wasn't my punter. South Carolina's my punter. We are in the point of the draft where even the teams themselves are throwing stuff at the wall. That's just what's happening. And at, it's least, okay. at least one team has made up a name and picked a guy that doesn't exist just to test the NFL. Hambright Arlington. Yeah, that's the guy. He's out of player. Colorado. Good player. Actually, no, he's in the guide. Look him up. Dane's like, don't <laughs> even play with me. He's in the damn guide. I'm fascinated. Somebody made a Lego house of... <laughs> Cliff's backyard. You see that? Even I Brian know. doesn't want to talk about these players. No, no, anymore. I, I just, I just, I just, Brian, you're no, on the wrong show. No, no, I just looked up. <laughs> Two to seven. This is what I deal with. Yeah, no, I just looked up and it was like, it's, it's Cliff's backyard made out of Legos. Somebody had, did, did, like him sitting at the couch and like his feet up on the, and at a Lego man. They had the fire pit in there? They yes, they had the, the whole pit. thing. It was Good crazy. Well done. Work. Brian, Congratulations. You a big Lego guy? I've stepped on one before. It's the most painful oh, thing in your life. Worst. I had kidney stones one time. It wasn't as painful as stepping on a Lego. <laughs> hey, yeah, my my son's four years old, starting to get into Legos, and I'm having a good old time with that. Yeah, mm, how about that's that? Got to wear shoes all the time in the house. James right. James fun. Smith Williams, defensive end, North Carolina State, goes to the Redskins here at pick two twenty nine. That is an interesting last name because you take two incredibly common last names, you hyphenate it, and suddenly it's not so common. And this his name is, is James. About? He could this easily is, be no, Jim. This is the analysis Smith. you come here for. He could easily be going by Jim instead of James, and that is Jim Smith Williams, and that is incredibly common names. Bet you Dane Brugler knows something about him. I guarantee it. Oh, guy, he tested outstanding at the combine. Six four, two sixty five, and ran a four six zero. He's he's he got a lot of buzz after. They posted his before and after uh, body shot when he enrolled at NC State, and just to see how much he ballooned up, uh, just weight wise, uh, good muscle. Uh, but yeah, he was a guy that put on a lot of good weight and uh, solid player. Um, I, he's a better athlete than football player right now, but in the seventh round, you know, traits. There you go. So we're at pick uh, two thirty. We're one pick in front of the Cowboys selection now. 
Uh, and we are all going to throw random names at the wall and see what happens. But can we call Anthony Gordon the favorite since there's a relevant quarterback left? And shoot, what else to keep away from other teams in free agency than a quarterback? Although the Patriots, was it already their pick or did they move up for this? No, they, this is already no, this their is pick. It. Okay, they're not they're not trying to jump up here and snatch somebody? Uh-uh. Well, Unless they take them anyways. They probably will. J.R. Reed like a from, thing from Georgia. I think he needs to be on the list. I agree. Um, if they go linebacker, Joe Bocci from Michigan State would make some sense. Yeah, I, 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 the names I've got, like I say, I've got the tight end. i got names like Moss in the here. I've got Gordon here. I've got uh, J.R. Reed here. Um, I've all, you know. Uh, Is AC. Hunter Bryant worth the flyer? I'd be happy with that. Yeah, that'd be. I'd be okay with that. It sounds does like the medicals are they, really tough. But does he fit yeah. what they want want at the position? I just. Does I guess. I, to, I guess. I would wonder. Is he good enough that who cares that yeah. it's the seventh round and good football player and hope that he's healthy and see what happens. They yeah. gave Jarwin an extension. I mean, I know they're not perfectly similar, but I mean, Jarwin he ain't a run is, blocker. Exactly. He's not that mauler tight end. So crazier things have happened. Was that a question? I said. I mean, I sort of said it like a question. The New England, New England Patriots, Dustin Woodard, center, Memphis, and Dane hit us with a wow in the guide. He is in the guide. Yes, of course he's in the guide. Uh, My number twenty-one center. Oh, I don't think there's been twenty centers picked. No, Uh, Bill Belichick uh, definitely skipped a few, and I'm sure he'll end up being right. New England's really interesting because if you go through player by player, they're not a good drafting team, but they do such a great job of accumulating picks and I'll, trading I'll, picks and all that that they end up building a great roster. Cowboys Dane, pick is already in. Okay, by the way. I, I got wow. somebody that somebody tipped me here on this one. Dane, what is the 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 James Madison quarterback? Is it Ben Danucci? Ben Danucci? Mm. Did they really go Ben Danucci? They went Ben Danucci. I mean, wow. I, that's, I, I mean, somebody's tipped me on this. Let's see if, in fact, it's the it's the it's the quarterback here. I told you they would draft a quarterback they liked. I didn't think it would be Ben Danucci, though. I don't even know who that is, but whatever. Well, let's see. I mean, I might be totally off base here, but I, I've had some people, a couple of people, reach out to me and, and tell me that that Ben Danucci is a. Is a possibility here. I, I hope I'm not way, way wrong about this. Did you know? Do you have something about him, Dane? Though, if I mean, if we get, if we get oh, to that please point, please tell me you didn't make the guide. Oh no, he's he, in the guide. He's in the guide. He's <laughs> in the yeah, guide. He's, he's my 25th best uh, quarterback. Um, he, I, he transferred from Pitt, and he was pretty productive at the FCS level. Uh, but again, it's the FCS level. Not. I don't think there's anything special about. You know, he's six two six or two hundred twelve pounds around there. Um, but he's a decent athlete, decent arm, smart kid. He's tough. Well, here, wait, hang on just a real second. Here's the selection. Let's see if, if somebody's helping me here or not. Yeah, it's Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci, yeah, there you go. Hmm. Interesting. We went Ben DiNucci over Gordon, um, af- over the Cookus, Northern Arizona kid. But yep. like I said, he he's not a big, tall pocket passer, but he's he's – he can move around a little bit, and he's tough. And so I think those two traits right there are something that really appealed to you. Not shocked to see him drafted, but a little surprised he went uh, over the Washington State kid. i got to tell you, I'm out on this draft class. I think they, <laughs> did, a, ruined it for they you? did a lot of good, and they just undid it all with the Danucci pick. Now i got to go home and watch Danucci tape. Uh, do, we, does, do we have James Madison tape? That's the question that we have to ask ourselves. We now. might. Good point. We had a hard time getting a hold of Dayton tape for Troutman. So. Yeah. 
we'll look around and see what we can do. Hey, we appreciate everybody tuning in locally here. We're going to the Rangers hot stove and the classic game of the week. The rest of the draft you can catch on DallasCowboys.com. You're listening to the NFL draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. So now we're going to have some shifting going around as both Brian and Jeff have to switch studios thanks to the Rangers hot stove. We are going to continue with the final couple selections here of the 2020 NFL Draft. Kyle Yeomans, David Hellman, Dane Brugler, Brian Broaddus, Jeff Cavanaugh bringing it to you here on DallasCowboys.com. The Dallas Cowboys with, at least at the moment, their final selection of the 2020 NFL Draft. 231, Ben DiNucci. Quarterback from James Madison. They went quarterback here, Dane. Not the quarterback we were expecting as we really kind of were either willing, trying to trying to will them to Anthony Gordon, or at least another quarterback that we had on our list. Yeah, and you know, it's it is what it is. The 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 Cowboys obviously went with uh, who they thought was the better quarterback, mm-hmm. and you know, time will tell. I think that with Danucci, there's a lot of things to like. He's a uh, a quick-minded player, um, you know, he's a guy that can eliminate things um, and, and you know work through progressions. So you like that. There's there's a cerebral nature to him. Um, and I, what I mentioned earlier about how, t- how tough he is, I think that really shows with the way uh, he can maneuver in the pocket and buy some extra time. Nothing special about him. And usually, when you draft a developmental quarterback, you're trying to find you know one thing that you can really cling to as being the a dominant style trait. I don't know that he has that, but I don't know that he has a fatal flaw either. There's nothing about him that says uh, no way he's going to make it because of this. And so with Ben DiNucci, I, I think that's an interesting pick that, um, you know, it's uh, surprising went over some of these other quarterbacks, but uh, I, I think it's something that could work out in the long run. And Dave, it's kind of what you were alluding to earlier, just the fact of it's a quarterback. It's a, it's a dart throw at the wall trying to, take a guy that you don't necessarily want to fight for in free agency. I might have had some intel of my own. Uh but I mean, you know, you can't it, it I think quarterback quarterback is always unique, right? Like you value him differently. Joe Burrow goes number 1 even though Chase Young is probably the better player. And I mean, I know I just compared a 7th round pick to the number 1 pick, but you know, coaches who specialize in this stuff, they see something they like. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's weird to see him drafted over a power five guy who played in this high flying offense like Anthony Gordon. But if that's what the coach, I, I assume this pick has Mike McCarthy's hands all over it. It just seems like the type of thing that would happen. And maybe even Scott Tolzien as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kellen Moore obviously played quarterback. He might have had some input, but you see some traits you like. You don't want to bid on the guy because you already have an established starter and a veteran backup. You just go throw your lottery ticket in there. I I don't know what's going to come of it, but at pick 231, just get the guy you like. The Steelers following the Cowboys pick at 232 have selected Carlos Davis, the defensive tackle out of Nebraska, and that's the second twin of the Davis brothers to be drafted. The The first Davis brother went, I'm trying to find that one. He went a little bit earlier. Khalil Davis went to the Buccaneers at pick 194 in the sixth round. So now his brother Carlos is on his way to the Steelers. But now the Bears are up. Oh, it's the Eagles now, as this is another trade that Philadelphia slides in at 233, followed by the Rams and then the Lions. But now the draft class, at least seemingly complete, nothing changes with Ben DiNucci. It's kind of what we expected here. But 
where does this rank for you guys in terms of draft classes that we've seen the Cowboys put together over the course of the last decade? It's my favorite one. Yeah. Over the last uh, six years that I've been doing this, this is going to be the class where I'm going to look at it and say, holy cow, the number of times that I think they took the best available player or very, very close to it, this will be of my six-year run. This is going to be at least the day after the draft ends, the one that I feel the best about. It's unfair because the DAC class where you get a fourth-round comp quarterback mm-hmm. is the winner. Uh, but you didn't know that at the time. Yeah, so. but even – and it's – don't you know? Don't be too revisionist either, because at the time we were terrified of the Jalen Smith pick. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, sure you were. Could, you could even you know you could criticize, maybe not criticize, but like I don't think we adored the Charles Tapper pick. Maybe even Malik Collins. I don't remember. You know that was four years ago. But Xavier maybe, Woods saved the draft class by being a starting safety in the sixth. It's well, fair. now you're 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 mixing your classes now. Jeffrey, oh, am I? Did I jump around a little bit? Oh, yeah, because he they was got with they Brown, got Brown. He was they with, got Brown in sixteen. He was Brown. Yeah, that was. But even I mean, old. in sixteen, which is like a Hall of Fame caliber Hall, um, there were still some question marks. Whereas we got all the way to pick two thirty one before we got a real curveball here. And we still thought they would draft a quarterback, so I don't even think it's that weird. Uh, yeah, I think this top to bottom, this is the best I've felt about a class, like, real as it happened. I wish they'd have taken the Washington State kid. Mm-hmm. I really do, because that would have mean to me, I would have said, you know what? I mean, it was one of those things where every one of the players on my board, it was kind of that, ah, oh, man, I, I did it. I got everybody there, you know, and, and Danucci, I, I don't know. Heck, I'm not, you know, the last great James Madison player i've ever seen was uh charles haley Charles Haley. yeah yeah you know i'm, I'm sure there's others i'm missing but you know i, I was just kind of hopeful that that we i think we identified the right position and mm-hmm. I, I i just wish that that i mean i i'm kind of mad because i didn't have any i didn't have a, a scouting report on this guy i mean i had a good scouting report on the gordon kid that's a selfish thing on my part i just think gordon's a better player Maybe I need to watch Danucci and, and really determine. You need that. to get a hold of that Danucci tape. Yeah, Brian. I, I need to. No, look, look, Danucci. He's he has mobility, and that's what I think. You, when you watch him, uh, what stands out the most, he can move around a little bit. He's not a stationary passer. Uh, he can move his eyes, uh, and you, you see him work left to right. You see him go through progressions. You see him. Uh, he's a very tough, quick-minded player who uh, has some foot quickness. He, he can make guys miss and move the pocket. So he's, he's a toolsy player who was really productive at the FCS level, started at Pitt. There are things to work with with him. So, um, you know, we'll, have, we'll see how it works out. I think he's a, a quality player. Just to your point, I'm surprised he went over uh, some of these other quarterbacks. But uh, talent, it, talent's there. Yeah, they're showing highlights of him right now. And, you know, he's made a couple of little nice little touch passes. You said he started Pitt. Mm-hmm. They showed those highlights. So Mike McCarthy got his coaching start at Pitt, but I'm I'm not saying and a nice job there right there, dropping down the level of his arm there to kind of make a, a throw. I, I, I this is the first time I've ever seen this kid play. I mean, he looks like he's got. You're right, Dan. He's got some mobility to himself. Swag. Ball, it looks like too. ball handler, kind of a tall, kind of a tall guy with some uh, some mobility. Well, he's launched that one. Maybe maybe this tape is going to be all Let's right. Go yeah, I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> hell, hell, I'm watching highlights like I'm on YouTube. You know, one of those things. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's some times where he got sacked or something like that. But, you know, hey, if 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 they're evaluating on him and you know quarterbacks, you're, it's it's like lightning in a bottle. They say one of those things. You're taking a dart throw. All those cliches you want to use. 
Well, I'll give him the opportunity here. You know, I, I need to I need to go look at James Madison tape and figure figure out what I what I need to see there. Well, and wait. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, go. Dane. You might have said this. I've been getting texts and tweets mm. ever since the pick. But so Danucci started at Pittsburgh. He right. did. So I I have some friends in Pittsburgh, and they're like blowing me up about this guy. So yeah, let's. I don't know. Let's see what it, happens. It, I'm guessing not in a flattering way. Uh, maybe like a sarcastic kind of way. I just yeah. Say, yeah, he had some rough moments uh, at Pitt before he transferred. Um, yeah. But, oh, he completed yeah. 71% of his passes last year and ran for almost 600 yards and seven tugs. Let's go, Danucci. Now, I've also got a Texas connection here, too. Where did he play his final college football game? The Frisco, Frisco Bowl. Frisco. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. Toyota he, Stadium it, just down the Did line. he win? Nope. No, he did not. North Dakota State took him down 28-20. to 20. Yeah, Oh, was, he had to play against them? Mm-hmm. That's a tough break. It was Tuska, a national championship Tuska game. Tuska got him. Though. Yeah, you show up at Tuska's the guy, though. Yeah, you show up at those guys at, at North Dakota State. They, they, those, those people need to pay taxes. Well, we don't pay taxes here. <laughs> I mean, they live down here. They're always they? here. They're here. They're great for the economy, though. They all show up. You can see them. They're what all are they wearing. wearing? Is it green? Oh, green and uh, green and gold. Look, look, looks uh, like Packers. Bunch of Packer fans. fans walking around the star. Yeah, there's one weekend a year where if you're hanging out in Frisco and you go to get a beer or something, you go try to snag you a nice Miller Lite at some place at the star. And you're like, why is everyone wearing green and gold? And it's because North Dakota State, for the 83rd yeah. straight year, is playing for a national championship in Frisco. Well, in the state, or in not state, but the national semifinal game, which is weird to, to say for FCS level, or F, or, yeah, no, it is F, FCS, but 19 of 26, 255 yards and two touchdowns against Weber State, who at the time was the number three team in the country. So, you know, know just, we're, we're picking at box scores here, but. I'm totally, I'm going, I'm going to be the optimist for a change because you know what? If this was, if this was a linebacker, it's just, you're just talking about a guy that's going to get lost in the shuffle, but like it's a quarterback and it's a quarterback with a cool name. Like I'm fascinated to see what happens with Ben DiNucci. Like I can't wait to watch this. It's going to make the end of training camp practices way more interesting than they otherwise would have been. So you throw him in there with Clayton Thornhill, with Cooper Rush. Clayton Thorson. Show some respect. To, that I'm guy's sorry, got a Thorson. rocket arm. He does. He's got a cannon. That dude it, can throw it over them mountains. Exactly. It's it's late on day three. I'm mixing names up. But you, you have those three guys in camp and say, hey, go win a backup job. I like that. I, I think that's great. Give, a, give an opportunity to some of those guys. Now, some other picks have come off the board since we started talking about Ben DiNucci, but Casey Tuhill. The defensive end out of Stanford goes to Chicago at 233. 234, the Rams take Baylor linebacker Clay Johnston, who I think is a great value at 234 overall. A little bit of injury concern with him, though. Deshaun Cornell, defensive tackle from Ohio State. And then a TCU product, the safety Vernon Scott goes to the Packers. So a couple Texas connections in two of the last three picks, TCU and Baylor. But... The Looks Cowboys like we got a trade here. This year. Titans just traded this pick to the Chiefs, so we're on the uh, we're on the clock at two thirty. Oh yeah, that's Anthony Gordon. You go get him in case something happens to Patty. You know, like you played for Leach. Cool, go sling it around. If they I t- like if, that call, if they take this guy, I, I might throw up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, we're not we're not allowed to throw up in our mouths about seventh round picks. Yeah, we are. Because, what if Anthony Gordon goes to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, Anthony Gordon was a fifth round player on my board. I wasn't him. Yeah. Oh wait, no, I that's just, their old pick. We don't know who it is yet. Oh God, please don't be that guy. 
I mean, be Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Andy was one of the coaches we had in Green Bay that was really good at scouting. By the way, I was gonna, after after what they did with Mahomes, maybe we should be worried that this is Anthony Gordon. Yeah, yeah they, they they don't want to let sign Patty Patty to a forty yeah, million want, forty million dollar contract. They don't want to pay Patty. Andy's they, like, I can oh, do yeah. this with Let's a get, different guy. Gordon, give me <laughs> Gordon in here. I won my Super Bowl. <laughs> They won one fifty years ago. I'll do it again. We're gonna tag and trade Patty for six ones. Anthony Jeez. Gordon's gonna go win six Super Bowls. I'd give up six ones for Patty. Would you? I'd give up Hell eight. Yeah, he's freaking like twenty five. Hmm. When did when did Patty for... become a thing? Uh, today. When right Jeff now. made okay. him a third round pick on his board. <laughs> yeah, you guys never called draft. him Patty. Either Patty nope. or Mahomes. I call Mahomes all kinds of thing. football players by all kinds of ridiculous yeah, names. Yeah, I call him Patty. Who is Kansas City going for here? I'm always fascinated. Anthony by- Gordon. No, it's going to be Gordon. I'm almost certain of it. Jeff's talked me into They're it. They're going to get a quarterback. Who's their backup right now? Somebody that costs too much money. They're going to run him out of town. It was uh, uh, it was Matt Moore last year. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Moore, See, he get this it. jobber out of here. Won a game, didn't he? Hey, he played yes, well he when Pat got hurt. We don't got time to keep employing guys for 15 the, years, getting a full pension. Job never did anything. Get him out of here. Get a kid in here who doesn't get a pension. I swear, if they take if they take Gordon, <laughs> I'm taking gonna, him. I'm going to lose it. Oh, oh, wow! You thought I, I lost in the first round? Did they really? I've been so distracted. Like, did we? I'm I'm an idiot. And and if y'all talked about it, I'm so the sorry. Giants are on the clock now. How that happened? Did we we put the Mike McCarthy connection together, right? I said Pitt. He started yeah. at Pitt. Danucci's from Pittsburgh. Duh. Yeah. yeah. Mike McCarthy's probably had an eye yeah. on this guy for like seven years. Remember yeah, hey, talked about Nucci, it. it's me, McCarthy. They did not take Anthony Gordon. They took Bo Pete Keys from Oh, Tulane. we talked about him. Yeah. Does he play quarterback? No, no he's a corner. Oh, so they're not getting Patty? Bo Pete Keys. Dane, how about it? Little Bo. Uh, I mean, do we have to call him Bo Peep? Is that the... Well, he's kind of funny. What's his first name? I think name? it's got to be the Little Thicarious. Bo Peep. Yeah, he goes Thicarious. That's his given go. name. Uh, tall, long, 6'1", 200 pounds. Uh, kind of late to the cornerback position. But he he's a former basketball player, and he kind of plays the position that way because uh, he doesn't have the body type. Uh, but you see the ball skills. You see a guy with uh, coordinated athleticism. He's long. Uh, he's the, t- again, another one of these corners that he's your late round target because of the length, the athletic traits, uh, type of guy you want to develop somewhere in the sixth or seventh round. Another two lane guy, second two lane player taken off of the Go board. Go wave. Yeah. And, and the Louisiana connections continue too. That's another small school it's, in Louisiana. Yeah, I was going to say, well. it's been a good day for all of the small Louisiana schools. They're out there representing. Multiple Tulane guys, multiple Tech guys, multiple ULL guys. Now you've got the Giants, the Bills, and the Texans. Next three up. Yeah, so it looks like the Giants. Yeah, it looks like the Giants took their guy. Uh, is that TJ? TJ Brunson. TJ Brunson, hmm. linebacker from South Carolina. Combine Dang. snub, but he looked pretty good at the Senior Bowl. Um, not the biggest guy, six foot and a half, two hundred nineteen pounds. Uh, technique's a little all over the place, but uh, he is a physical tackler. Uh, diagnosed skills are there. If he can work on his technique, I, I mean, the, just the overall discipline at the position, Brunson's got a chance to stick. But the Giants, this is what, back-to-back, or not back-to-back, but two linebackers in the last three picks for them where they've taken some toolsy linebackers, Cam Brown out of Penn State, now Brunson out of South Carolina. Hey, Dane, let me ask you a question real quick about this. The combine snubs. Yeah. For a long time, we had those guys that right that were 
you know, that were, hey, they didn't go to the combine and they were drafted. Have we, you mentioned a couple of those guys. Is that number mm-hmm. going to be smaller this year? Because teams, you know, we usually see these teams either they have Dallas Days or Dolphin Day, whatever. Right. Are we going to see more guys taken from the combine because those kids did work out there and they got medicals and stuff? We're not, we're, I don't think we're going to get that 35. That's usually the number we hit, uh, combine, non combine guys that get drafted. But it's been more than I thought. I think we're okay. probably we're probably close to twenty by now. Um, All right. I haven't been keeping an official count, but it's been it's been a good good number so far. You guys, like- uh, you guys, ready for some breaking Ben DiNucci news? Oh yes, of course. He's in jail. Ben DiNucci oh, wow. got an elite <laughs> pro football focus grade last year, All right. and his passer rating on deep passes was fifth in the draft class, right behind Tua and Joe Burrow. All right. Dak better keep his head on a swivel. We got a QB competition here with Danucci. Mm. So you're yes. telling me PM, PFF uh, broke down every single one of his tapes from the, all 16 tapes from this past year? Oh, yeah, dude. You kidding? Somebody yeah. watched it on TV or something every chance they got, and then they wrote down numbers. There's no way There's no way to say this without sounding like you're throwing oh, shade. Oh, Dane Jackson. Oh, oh my guy. My guy. Bad good, tape. Good, good for senior you. bowl. Go learn from Tredavious yeah, White. He did have really bad tape. Prosper. <laughs> Jeff. Oh, yeah, bad tape. I, after yeah. the senior ball, I was like, oh, man, let me go get this Dane Jackson tape. And yeah, I did, and I was like, oh, not very good. He was like, the grabby. senior bowl the first day, yeah. Wasn't he like, he's a, he's a grabby player. Yeah, I remember I that. He was great. I was watching the drills, and I'm like, why is he always grabbing, and why is he always trailing here? You know? So, That's I, how I, you get picks. Hate on behind haters. them just in case they're stopping. Just have a good na- first name, and you get picked. True. Speaking right. of Pitt. See that? Hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, though, I mean. Casey Tuhill? Is that, that a real name? That is <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Real name. He's, Jeff's now. We were in trans- <laughs> Guys, we, guys in, all, in, in all fairness, we had to leave the, the big the, the, the big table for the, the holidays. We're now on the card table. We're now on holidays. They send like, the get out kid. of the damn studio. Yeah, exactly. They we got to talk Rangers. Ranger baseball, and now it's like, okay, you were talking about a bunch of jobbers, as Jeff would oh, say. Oh, did I miss two hill? Yeah. So you missed it. As we were making the transition. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So uh, that's why, yeah, we got moved to the card table here. What a great name. <laughs> two hill. What were you saying, Dave? Oh, wait, the Saints are back in. Here oh, comes Anthony mind. Gordon. Oh, oh! I got to text my friends who cover the Saints. What up, y'all? It's not back, official. I'm they're all drinking. That. They're all get drinking. back to work, nerds. All we know is the Saints have traded up. Yeah, and they, of course the Texans trade out of that pick. Yeah. Oh gosh, they uh, of course I'm throw up in my mouth again. Here they probably just gave it to him and said, "Hey, you want a seventh round pick?" Bill, Bill, hey, trade you a steak and shake. I What's really, the most yards a college quarterback's ever thrown for and then gone undrafted? Probably some Hawaii guys. Were they undrafted? Anthony Gordon. Yeah, did, Anthony uh, Gordon's got to be about Tim, Timmy right Chang. Now. I was gonna say, did Timmy, Timmy Chang get drafted? Yeah, yeah, but did Timmy Chang go for fifty six? I mean, he went for a he, lot. He, he was like all timer guy in Hawaii. June Jones had June him Jones, throwing the rock. Baby, yeah. yeah. I don't think Colt Brennan got drafted either, did he? Yeah, he did. Redskins oh, okay. drafted him. Oh, yeah, right. might be. Your oh, game up, bro. all right, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Dane's on the program because we'd have gone. Yeah, Dave, I think he. I don't think he got picked. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Anthony oh. Gordon had the sixth most passing yards of all time last year. Tommy Stevens, quarterback, Mississippi wow. State. Hey, mm-hmm. so, this is all right. No, the Saints took him. This is Taysom Hill all over again. That's amazing. Oh yeah, well, Taysom Hill's not going to be affordable for long. That this this is Taysom Hill all over again. Is what is it he is. the guy He's... that played? I was watching the LSU Mississippi State game last year. Is this the guy that kind of just runs the ball? 
Yeah, he, he yeah. Doesn't no, that, that's what he is. He's a yeah. big he just, athlete. He just, yeah, he has time. no idea what to do as a passer. He was at Penn State, transferred to Mississippi State this past year. Yeah, uh, he's not he's not a passer, but as a runner, he's a really good mm-hmm. athlete. So this is Taysom Hill all over again. He's not afraid of some physicality. I remember yeah. I was calling games in in Shreveport, and I look up on the monitor that's in the press box, and the and he's spinning around in midair. He got hit from underneath. It was one of the weirdest hits. He had a helicopter move because he wasn't about to run out of bounds, and he wasn't also about to slide to the ground. So not afraid of some contact there as a runner either. So does that mean that they're about to do bits when Breeze retires and have Taysom Hill be the starter and then just have another guy behind him and just rarely throw the football? Or does this mean Taysom Hill is going to enjoy this last year with the Saints and be on his way and they're going to keep a new bit guy? Pretty much, Probably they're going to wear second. they're going to wear him down. I mean, Taysom Hill is not going to have much left in him after they're done with him, and Stevens is going to take over. Hmm. I support that. Sean Payton. I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what they gave to get this pick. It had to be next year's pick, right? Next year's sixth. Oh, more Case breaking Ben DiNucci <laughs> news. <laughs> September twenty first, twenty fourteen. He tweeted. Tony Romo is absolutely horrible. Mm. Oh no! Well, I, I mean, unfortunate. Uh, Dak Prescott did the same thing, and he's fine. His career turned out just fine. All right. Ben DiNucci, Dak Prescott. I like that. You yeah. do you y'all remember that? Like within hours of Dak getting drafted, they found tweets of him because he grew up a Cowboy fan. He was dogging Romo during the 2012 season. Like, oh my God, I can't deal with this guy anymore. So I it's fine. Leave my guy alone. Leave my Are you the alone. one searching for that tweet? No, Jeff? no, oh. I saw it pop up. Somebody else found it. Okay, just make it sure. Also, if you're a draft prospect for next year that's listening, delete like all that your tweets. Social bolt, yes. Yes. Delete all delete, your delete tweets your Twitter that are from more than six yeah. months ago. Well, no, Dane, that's not going to happen. That's the old school and you talking. We're not Do deleting it. our social media accounts. Just go find one of those things that deletes everything that's more than a couple months old because you don't remember what you did when you were 14. Yeah. but it's dumb and it's going to come back. Joey Burrow had a few of those himself. Yeah, but, but I bet his were about as private or something, right? That would seem eh, Burrow-like. Just yeah, the, it, it's a mixed bag. Okay. <laughs> Ironically, I mean, he tweeted about how much he hates Cincinnati chili, which is hilarious in retrospect. <laughs> He's not wrong. No, Cincinnati chili is incredible. <laughs> oh, Shut up. Dave, it's water and noodles. Be quiet. It's fantastic. What do they put in their chili? Uh, it's very cinnamony. It's kind of a sweet sensation. Everything you hate, Jeff. That's disgusting. Condiment. No, it's, yeah, well, that sounds awful. Jeff eats like a six-year-old. Ooh. No, I'm like a 13-year-old now, bro. Jeff is, a, I call him <laughs> Chicken up. Fingers McGee. No, I used to be Chicken Fingers McGee. Now I'm Grilled Chicken McGee, and I can oh, eat some veggies. Oh, so you're a healthy six-year-old. Okay. Well, I've had pizza and tacos today. So. <laughs> By the way, Chappelle Russell, linebacker out Chappelle of Temple. Chappelle no, 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 no. Chappelle Russell, linebacker out of Temple, goes to the Buccaneers at 241, following Tommy Stevens, the Mississippi State quarterback. Hey, let me ask you something, Dane. As you look at your board, do you still have guys like in the fifth, sixth round? Like, I mean, Benito yeah. Jones, guys mm-hmm. like that. I mean, uh, John, did you look at Jonathan Garvin at all, the pass rusher out of Miami? He just got picked by the Packers. He just got picked, yeah, by the Packers. Oh, You're okay. talking about well, him he, if you want. There he goes. But he was the top ranked guy on my board that. Doesn't have any medical stuff. Uh, really, really talented guy. Just, I don't know if you can really trust him. I don't know. He should have went back for a senior year. Um, but he, I graded him as a late fourth, early fifth. So, uh, definitely some value here. After that, I've got what Francis Bernard, um, James Robinson, the running back out of Illinois State. 
Javaris Davis, the corner out of Auburn, um, have him rated uh, as a, what, 159 overall. J.R. Reed's still out there. Joe Bocci yeah. from Michigan State. Benito Jones. Yeah. Um, well, that's, what, that, that's, that's what I was asking about. You know, I was asking about those guys that – uh, the Gibson kid, the defensive end. Did I mention him? He's yeah, gone, he, right? He was taken. Yeah. He was oh, taken. I missed him. I'm sorry, I was must have been in transition there. What round did he go in? He was by gone the way? a while ago. Oh, jeez, Brian. Fifth or sixth. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry, I missed him on my uh, my color coding thing. But yeah, I, I'm, I've, I've got guys on this board, and I, and I'm but I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm these guys are getting taken, and I'm thinking like, okay, you know, you know, why why do I why do I not have these guys that are getting drafted? But uh, you know. Trayvon Hill was another guy. Has he been taken? I, I didn't. Did I, I didn't miss him. Did I? No, no. Did our Utah linebacker get picked? Nope. Okay. Nope. That's Francis what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just trying to kind of get. I'm. I'm just. You, you, at the end of the day, you look at your board and you're like, okay, why? Why did I have these guys? What? What was it? What was it that made me put these guys on my board? And then teams are just totally taking something else. I. I. I, I always have this thought. It, I mean, it hits me at this point in time in the draft when I see. Several names of guys I might have the you know, fifth or sixth round grade on. You know, yeah, I only have one player left from my top one hundred and fifty, um, and that is Hunter Bryant, mm-hmm. the yeah. from Washington. Yeah, I didn't. I knew he had injury concerns. I guess I didn't realize they were this concerning. Unless he's, I mean, the really... fact that he's still on the board right now is there's something else there, right? I mean, there's got to be if he's a no, top one hundred and fifty player. It's just the medicals. I mean, it's just, we, and that's the thing is we just don't medicals know how bad. Size. No, I mean it's that doesn't help him, but it just mm-hmm. comes down to the medicals. It's just too bad, um, and it's a shame because he's a he's a talented guy, draftable, but uh, the medicals are just too much. I have breaking news on Ben DiNucci. Oh no! <laughs> Keep this going as long as you can. Mike McCarthy's brother was his eighth grade basketball coach. I I I told you I I said I bet <laughs> I bet Mike McCarthy's known this guy for like a decade. It, wor- it worked with Jeff Swain. <laughs> Mike McCarthy's <laughs> brother coached the kid in basketball. So Listen, Mike picked him in the why seventh this, round. That's why the selection was made. Would you rather let your coach have his way with pick 231 or pick 58? Like, this is this is fine. This is fine. No, I'm okay. I mean, if that's – I really appreciate Jeff kind of running this down, though. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> Seriously, now I'm like, oh, okay. McCarthy's like, oh, I remember that kid. He's so, been to the house. So if I don't find any film, uh, James Madison, I'll be, I'll be able to like, oh, well, McCarthy liked the guy. His, dad, his brother coached him when he was at basketball. Right. You and guys can talk about this two to seven every day. Yeah, exactly. I wanna, but probably I Jeff will do a this. segment about this at five forty. <laughs> oh, going yeah. interview me, the coach. Oh, uh, Ben Denucci notes. He's going yeah, yeah, yeah. to have five forty this week. It's Ben Denucci notes. Get I ready. would give. I would give a lot of money to take this pack of Miller Lite and go drink it with Mike McCarthy and Ben Denucci. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Two Pittsburgh guys. I bet we'd have a lot of fun. I'm. I'm. Can we fully, add Brian Broaddus cooking into that as well? Of course we can. I'm okay. fully in favor of this pick. Get you know, Pittsburgh South. Let's go. Pittsburgh South. I'm looking for more Danucci breaking news, but I don't have any right now. Go oh, ahead. is this Minnesota? Just, just, just pop in. Minnesota just took Nate Stanley, the quarterback from Iowa. Hmm. The run on court. Notice how none of these other teams want Anthony Gordon either. What's going on there? The uh, interviews must not have been uh, very good. In terms of, and it's it's tough when you're coming from that uh, that leech scheme, you know, it's just there's a big jump between what you're asked to do in that scheme compared to what you're asked to do in the NFL in terms of your reads and uh, making progression. So, uh, you know, he just might be viewed as 
just too raw to uh, maybe they're just worried about him bridging that gap uh, between what it's going to take uh, at the next level. People are tweeting at, at all of us, actually, just highlight links to, to Ben DiNucci. So uh, I know Jeff's over there trying to find... Jeff is reading every single one of them, folks. Thank you yep. very much around the yeah. world. Well, I'm trying to scroll back to the beginning of Ben DiNucci's Twitter account. and So now see... you are looking at the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing if I can get all the way back and see if he said anything else about Romo. Best case scenario, best case scenario, this guy's going to be a good player. And even if he's not, like, this is really entertaining. Like, we're going to get, oh, yeah. we're going to get some mileage out of Ben DiNucci, Pittsburgh legend. And I'm, I'm here for it. I'm back to August of 17 right now. The, com- the internet's struggling a little bit, but I'll get Gotta there. Keep refreshing. I'll get there. Now Tampa Bay is on the clock after Nate Stanley. And, and I, I'm kind of with you here, Dave, talking about Anthony Gordon, because uh, there's other quarterbacks out there along with Anthony Gordon. Why are teams just well, not taking flyers on quarterbacks? Right could now? it be the one-year starter? Is that – I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm the guy did throw 48 touchdowns, right? Am I mm-hmm. – Yes. And I, I kind of – but maybe teams are saying, oh, he was just a one-year starter, and, you know, maybe, maybe we're not hearing as many positive things about him – from that staff as we did for you know Gardner Minshew when he was coming out. You know, maybe the staff right. saying, ah, guy can't process, guy turns over the ball, guy's not smart. I mean, you know, these these scouts do a great job of of digging in and finding out about these players. But you know, and, and we're we're at the mercy of medicals and interviews and things like that. Secondhand information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, is you know, we we can only go by what we're told on some some of these things and you know, you and I have some pretty good sources Absolutely. that fill us in, but we don't always get 100% of, uh, of everything that's going on. And it's just, and that's the biggest disconnect between, uh, you know, doing this on the outside is, you know, especially with quarterbacks, breaking down film with a quarterback, you can learn a lot about them. And we don't have access to that. You know, yeah. how did, uh, how did Anthony Gordon do when they put him on the whiteboard and started talking coverages and protections and, um, you know, just, just different schematic elements of playing the position? Uh, he just might not be there, uh, for what a lot of teams are looking for. Yeah. And you, one thing that's interesting is Anthony Gordon was one of the quarterbacks at the senior bowl. So the familiarity is there. He was at the, he was at the combine as well. So you, you had at least both of those opportunities. It's not like a guy who skipped out on the all-star games and then ended up not going to the combine because, or not working out at the combine because he wanted to work on a pro day. That's not the case. These teams have met with Anthony Gordon. They've talked with Anthony Gordon. You can say the same thing about Steven Montez, the Colorado quarterback. And I know Shea Patterson was, uh, from Michigan. He's, uh, a senior bowl guy too. I don't think none of us really expected him to be drafted just because of the tools and the traits, but I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a curious case of Anthony Gordon because that's a guy who at least we had kind of tabbed even from before the senior bowl as a potential late round selection that could add depth in the quarterback depth chart. And teams just aren't necessarily taking a flyer right now. It looks like the Tampa Bay at that pick, we were talking about pick uh, two forty five. Dane, they took uh, Raymond Calais. Is that how you say it? Calais. Calais, the running yeah. back from Louisiana. It's all about speed. Uh, he ran four four two at the combine. A uh, little bit of a, a tweener running back receiver, but anytime he touches the ball, uh, he's a threat to make something happen. He had 
Uh, he, he had the school record with three runs of 80-plus yards uh, in his career at Louisiana. Just a, a linear runner who, you know, you have to kind of manufacture touches for him. But with that speed, he could be someone that could make something happen. And just to let you guys know, we are down to the final 10 picks of the 2020 mm-hmm. NFL Draft. We're at 246, which is the final non-comp pick. And then you've got nine compensatory picks that'll go off the board, starting with the Giants at 247. The Dolphins are on the clock right now. This is from Kansas City. Dolphins All right, I got a pretty solid little draft class. I got, a thought ex- I got a thought exercise for you. Okay. Rather than stress about these final 10 picks, and, I mean, we'll see who they are, but you're looking at this board. If you are a Cowboys position coach mm-hmm. slash scout, who are you desperately trying to get on the phone right now and say, hey, if you don't get hear your name called, get back at me? Because I see some, I see a lot of names that I would be interested in bringing in and undrafted free. So you're agency. saying who do I who do I don't want to fight for, or who do I want to? No, fight no. For? Well, the Cowboys are out of picks, so right, no. But I'm saying like, who am I like really blowing up their phone saying, "Hey, we want you, we want you." Like, get in touch with us. Okay, here's an interesting guy. This Malcolm Perry, he Navy. the Dolph, he's Navy. Is he the quarterback? Yeah. Okay, so the Dolphins just took Malcolm Perry. They've, they've listed him as a wide receiver from Navy mm-hmm. is what they've done. So that's the Dolphins' pick. Yeah, I mean, five, nine and a half, 186 pounds. Um, he's undersized. You just have to figure out how to what to do with him. But, I mean, anybody that watched Navy this year knows how good he is as a ball carrier. So I don't, he's not doesn't have the size of a running back, so he's going to have to be kind of that gadget guy out of the backfield. Uh, so it's a projection, but this late in the draft, heck yeah, take a chance on Malcolm Perry. And he's allowed, he doesn't have to do his service, right? No, no. Is that now? Yep, that, that's, that's a new thing. That's a new thing. So he mm-hmm. could go straight in and try. Yeah, I remember watching him, like in the Army Navy game. I mean, they, they don't throw oh, the yeah. ball. He just runs. He mm-hmm. just, I mean, literally just carries. You know, he's and he's kind of a slight guy too, right? He's not a hundred eighty six pounds. Yeah, but he's just a really good athlete. And so uh, maybe the you know the Dolphins have some some plans for him to to do something with. I I, I like to. I always watch the Army Navy game. That's how I see a lot of those those Army and Navy players. Of course, that that you know maybe get a get a little bit of evaluation on dave kind of going back to your original question i've i've got a couple names here that i would call pretty quickly the first one is probably jr reed the georgia safety i mean he's a local kid get on the phone try and hit him up that and say, might help hey, you that might help come, you as a local kid too. come be a come be a dallas cowboy especially the in street. these circumstances exactly and just hit him up get him on the phone quickly because i feel like that's one that you could probably have in the bag pretty quickly if he doesn't get selected in the next eight picks now I, I i was looking down the list maybe go look at some of these tackles that are still on the board if you wanted to maybe start looking at some depth behind tyron smith i'm trying to see who would even be available here i gotta alex, believe is alex Sorry. taylor still on the board from south carolina state yes yes he is i would i would give him a call he had a really yeah, good Dane, combine good length yeah. size he's six eight yeah, Dane Gannon gave us the scouting report on him. Yeah. I know I looked at him myself. Dane, you want to revisit that a little bit, or is that? It, no, he he played. He actually started App State. He's a, he's a basketball player his entire life. That, yeah, that's, that's kind of his family, guy, right. basketball players, basketball frame too. Right. I mean, he looks like it. He started his football career at App State, and then he left and started playing basketball at South Carolina State. Mm-hmm. Went back to football at South Carolina State, and you see a guy that has this huge frame, but he's. He's so angular with the way he moves, and he, he looks more like a basketball player than a football player right now. 
um, the the technique is all over the place. Uh, this yeah. is it, it would be a pure projection developmental uh, type of prospect. He he needs plenty of time before he's ready to face off against NFL pass rushers. I have to believe that the Cowboys would try to sign a tight end. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at too. Because I was heard thinking about, um, some of them here. We've beaten. I mean, we've beaten a lot of these names into the ground. We talked about Hunter Bryant. We've talked about Jared Pinckney, Thaddeus Moss, even Stephen Sullivan. Oh, Grady is a guy I mentioned. Uh, Arkansas guy. I've heard. Um, I've heard the name Sean McKeon, Michigan. I've heard it. I don't. I mean, we'll. I mean, senior we'll, bowl guy. Once the draft ends, it's not really up to you anymore. But right. good route runner. I would not be surprised to see him or see the Cowboys at least try to talk to him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was like, gee, I mean, I just, there's there's five or six tight ends that have yet to be drafted that I would be excited to sign in undrafted free agency for sure. Uh, Brian, I did a quick count. I've got, and I might have missed a guy, but just doing a quick count, I've got 21 non-combine guys drafted so far. So that's like 9... 15 lower than normal? Yeah, the average is about 35. So we might get a few more here before the draft's over. Uh, but still, I, I thought it might be closer to single digits. So decent amount of uh, non-combine guys still getting drafted. I'm trying to look down the list at some of these other names that could pop up. I really, and this is totally selfish, not an NFL draft expert take here, but I really want a North Texas guy to go because we haven't had one yet. And there's Ladarius Hamilton and Mason Fine on the board. So selfishly, you guys have all had guys go. I want one to go here in the next couple picks. I don't think it's going to happen. Guys, in 2014 on in June... <laughs> I forgot I Jeff was on. The I was going to say, Jeff. <laughs> ben oh, yeah. oh, trust me. He's been working this whole time. <laughs> the nooch. The good news is his Twitter's safe. I scrolled through every tweet. He signed up early 2014. Um, his 7-on-7 seven seven squad was 4-0 and heading into the playoffs as the one seed in June of 14. He said they were rolling, but I didn't see a follow-up, so I have asked him if they won that tournament. Oh Did you DM No, oh. I, I quote tweeted it. Oh, okay. Are we going to get him on the phone, do you think? I don't know. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then somebody told me that's fan kind of, studio. That might not be. The, somebody told me that was creepy, happen. so I'm going to delete that. Oh too. yeah, we're not oh. on. Yeah, we're not on the radio anymore, yeah. so we probably won't get him. Probably won't end up getting him just based off of studio availability. But that's okay. Hey Brian. Yes, Dave. You you and I could field an entire offense or defense with LSU draft picks today. How about that? Oh, that's so. We got a okay. T-shirt and a hat that says Brad we won guys. that thing all right. Just wanted to remind you know yeah. Kyle's sitting over there hoping that he gets I a guy drafted. Guy. I just want just one. one guy. Just one guy drafted. Yeah, I got LSU's got to come up and go get Mason Fine. That's fine. LSU's not even going to tie the record. Damn, that just uh, ah, Ohio. Yeah, State. take that. Ohio State. That team was so nasty. The Bosa mm. Elliott team. Mm. My God. That was a cool name. Bo- what, what name? Chappelle Russell. Cool name. Are you talking about that linebacker from Temple? Yeah, it was just on TV. Oh, Chappelle. Chappelle. Yeah, that's a cool name. Oh, Chappelle Russell. Oh, Chappelle okay. Russell. I didn't know who you were another, talking about. Another kicker off the board, and it's not the Georgia kicker. Oh, uh, no. Rod Blankenship. Is my punter gone? No. South Carolina punter? All right. Nope. Did a lot of scouting. Uh, Chris Williamson, the corner, goes to the Giants at 247. I'm just laughing at, at Kavanaugh's constant just interjections here. <laughs> there is no there, doubt that I, am, kicker. I have been a net negative on the broadcast for the last hour, <laughs> and there is no doubt about that. 
Is it Sam, Sam Sloman? Again, if you're with us right now, you're our friend. So, like, yeah, absolutely, they think, yeah. they think this is endearing. They're not annoyed by it. What, I hope did, so. Where did Sloman go to school? Miami, Miami Ohio. Ohio. My number three rated kicker. <laughs> <laughs> How's he run? Because his name would lead you to believe not well. <laughs> He's not a, not a fast man. He's a slow man. <laughs> there's, there's there's not a W in there, Jeff. Don't worry. <laughs> He's not a fast man, but a slow man. That's a joke that I would typically make. I so think that's I'm great, really, Dane. I'm happy for I'm happy that Dane did it. Dane has an old soul because that was a dad. <laughs> that was a dad joke. <laughs> He's got kids now. He's those are his property now. He's allowed to do that. Oh, jeez. How many picks are left? <laughs> We're getting, we're getting there. <laughs> Hunter Bryant and Thad Moss falling out of this draft is pretty surprising. And, and I mean, I, I, it's not surprising that they would go on day three, but all the way out of the draft. Not over, man. Hang in there. You're. I mean, there's a few more picks. Also, by the way, our incredible producer behind the scenes, Chris Beam, is rolling some Ben DiNucci B-roll. He went out of his way to go and find, edit, the man, and throw Beamer. it up there as Beamer continues to just... Just kill it behind the scenes all the way through the the seven rounds. I'm sure he's feeling the same way we are at this point. But now throwing up some Ben DiNucci B-roll and the final pick for the Cowboys at 231, quarterback from James Madison, uh, national finalists before they were taken out by North Dakota State in Frisco, just down the road from the star. But quarterback that we thought going late maybe we just guessed the wrong quarterback because Nate Stanley or Nate Stanley has gone from Iowa it's still no Anthony Gordon though and we've got about 7 picks remaining Vikings back on the clock no surprise there cuz we've seen the Vikings a ton and they've also got one more pick remaining was this Brian Cole Did I see that Nate? Yeah, yeah I see that right mm-hmm. said the Vikings might have taken Brian Cole is he a safety from Mississippi State what is he what do you got him as Dane He's a safety. He was a receiver, actually, when he was recruited um, at Michigan. Then he transferred or went to JUCO, then went to Mississippi State. I don't. I don't think he has a position. That's the kind of the problem with him. I don't. He's kind of a little bit of a safety, a little bit of a corner, but he still plays like he wants to play offense. So uh, he is a. It's a traits pick here. Uh, a guy that's big can run. Uh, just not sure where to play him. He was a team captain in 2019 for Mississippi State as well. Senior Bowl participant on that spectrum. I wonder how many of the Senior Bowl guys have gone. There's still a couple out there with Stephen Sullivan, Jared Pinkney, Lamar Jackson, Anthony Gordon, Trayvon Hill from Miami. Dane, if you, had to, if you had to guess, Dane, how many uh, how many Minnesota players have gone in this draft? Like, no wonder mm. they were so good last year. The Gophers? Yeah. Uh, well, Anton Winfield, Chris Williamson, Carter Coughlin, Tyler Johnson. So four. Yeah, I thought. Did they have? Did you? They had an offensive lineman, didn't they? No. Oh, damn. yeah. Good job, Dave. Would be so, would be engaged. No, no four. Yeah, four Minnesota. Yeah, I'm pretty a lot sure. Of guys in the draft. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's pretty good for Minnesota. I've got some. I've got some Ben DiNucci breaking news. <laughs> that's actually kind of good. Wait a minute! I've copyrighted this. Why don't you run no, that by yep, me? Sorry. No, no, it's not trademarked yet. Uh, so Clarence Hill Jr. comes out and he says the Bears, the not Browns, credible. and the Cowboys were all offering un, uh, UDFA deals to DiNucci. Dallas mm. didn't want to risk losing him. So they drafted him in the seventh round. And that's kind of where I believe, Brian, you were talking about whenever the yeah. pick was actually made. That's that's ultimately why they ended up doing it. 
Yeah. That's what I was saying for two damn hours that's for whatever ac- it's worth. And that's actually useful information, so I saw that's that, but saying. I decided actually- that I decided that wasn't worth a Danucci breaking news, <laughs> but it was the only useful information I saw. But I was weighing Thanks, his Jeff. Romo tweet and his is being coached by McCarthy's brother. Hmm. Uh, are the Rams on the clock here? Is it two fifty? I, I can't really yeah, see. Okay. Are. Okay. Helmet, I yeah. forgot about Kamal Martin, the linebacker too. So it was five. So pretty go. good haul from the Gophers. That boy Gophers. Now they were a, a pretty good football team this past year, to say the least. And they've got uh, oh, Rashad the guard, Bateman, the, the guard receiver. just went from uh, Clemson. The Clemson guard just went. Jermaine Ingram. Ingram. Yeah. I think watching Minnesota beat up on Penn State was my favorite non LSU moment of the football of the college football season. That was a really good game. It, it was, was a great game. Watch. Like it was an awesome game, but like, you know, it's the first time Minnesota's been that relevant since like the sixties mm-hmm. and like the stadium was packed, game day was there. It was fun. Go to the vote. PJ Fleck. Now you've got five picks remaining. The Dolphins, Broncos, Vikings, Broncos, Giants. Those are the five picks that we've got left before we round out the 2020 NFL Draft. Anybody want to take a guess on it, Mr. Irrelevant? Oh, heck yeah. Anybody want to make some predictions um, Anthony on Gordon. Mr. Irrelevant? I'm going to say, Ooh. we've talked so much about Gordon. Have the Giants already taken a quarterback? I don't think no. so. No. Not this year. You know, it, 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 in fashion, I, I, don't, geez, I don't know if they'd do it. You think they'd take Moss... Just as a kind of a, you know, ah. just one of those things like, you know, his dad was such a, dad's a Hall of Fame player and, you know, gets his, gets his kid drafted kind of a thing. Yeah, we're going to cute it up and pretend that you were good enough to be drafted. That would I'll be fun if, the, uh, how about if Minnesota Min- did that? That's what I was saying. I think Minnesota, yeah. Yeah, I was well, gonna, that's not Mr. Mr. Irrelevant. No, no, it wasn't. But I was just thinking if you wanted to take the, you know, if you wanted to take something that would like, oh, Randy Moss's kid was Mr. Irrelevant, you know, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a neat story. That would be really fun if Minnesota drafted Randy's kid with I their was, last pick. Let's do but. it. I mean, they've had 14 picks today almost. No, seriously. Oh, wait, the Dolphins uh, have just it. traded this pick to the Seahawks. What uh, on earth for? Anthony Gordon? For Moss. They knew he was going to be Mr. Irrelevant. What do you give up for this pick? They're like, hey. Well, well I, you know, I was looking back send because. You a sandwich. Uh, like the, the Gibson, because you were talking about the Gibson uh, on my board, you know, the, the kid from Tulsa. The Chicago gave up next year's four to get back in the fifth round to draft wow. Gibson. It's an example okay, of a front office that knows they might not be back next year. That's what I'm saying, though. If you're with these teams that, you know, like, hey, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, this is not going to be my problem next year. You know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm making all kinds of trades to try and get guys, you know, that kind of stuff. But let's see who the Seahawks are taking here. Selection is definitely in. And it is Stephen Sullivan, tight end LSU. Does hey. that do anything for our numbers, Dave? Oh, yeah, it does, buddy. We just tied. And That's if 14. the Vikings take Thad, on, let's go, baby. Oh, that would. Oh, you guys. Excited. Hellman's been all weekend. Listen, you guys know. No, the most excited I've been all weekend was when Clyde went 32. That's fair. You were pretty hyped for that. As Over a, CD. Yeah. Uh, no, I was. I mean, I was. I was really excited for Steve uh, CD. But I mean, by the time they made that pick, I kind of. Ex- it or at least thought it could happen. All I right. was a little more caught off guard by Clyde. What a great fit that, that is. I yeah. mean, he, 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 to me, and, you know, I tweeted about how, how much he reminded me of Brian Westbrook. Andy Reid getting uh, Brian Westbrook again, except Edwards Lair is probably a little bit better. Just awesome. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I love it. I love it. I love the pick. Broncos pick's now going to be in. This is uh, pick 252. 
Uh, Tyree Cleveland, wide receiver, Florida. Mm. Is that right? That's mm. the third uh, Florida receiver to, to go. Along with Van Jefferson. And Freddie Swain. Freddie Swain. Freddie Swain, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Tyree Cleveland, I, it's a guy that special teams, big-time gunner, special teams is going to keep him on a roster. Yeah. I'm kind of, okay, we got Minnesota. Right, come on, Minnesota. Yeah, come on, Minnesota. Just take do Moss. It. Just do take, it for please, Randy. Be a human. Please take Moss here. That would be awesome. Yeah. I would I would, I would cheer that pick. Do it for thing. Randy. And, I mean, Thad's a good player, too, when he's healthy. I mean, again, not not as good as a lot of people thought he was, but he's totally worth being drafted, in my opinion. I agree. That would be a talked-about story tonight in, in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. They yeah, yeah. would talk to draft. Oh, uh, Vikings had a great draft, but Thaddeus Moss, Randy Moss, you know, that, that's going to be, but he's not a terrible player. I mean, no. in our, in the national championship season, he made a ton of big plays, you know, but he's not prototypically what a, I mean, he's short. He's not big. I mean, he's, he, but he catches the ball and he's, he's got he's three drinks for life in Baton Rouge. No, it, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll buy him a few. Yeah. And yeah. I'll just do it. That would be, I mean, what, what Selections else? Selections in. They got a teammate, thing. Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. Oh, they took the Kyle first. Hitton. You just oh, hey, yeah, my from, boy from Washington. Talk Washburn. about him, Dan. Talk about him, Dane. Washburn, super athletic. Uh, he he's a and he was a big time track guy at Washburn too. Division tearing up Division two. Uh, went to NFLPA uh, collegiate game and did a nice job there. I think that's what got him drafted. So I I like Kyle Hinton a lot. His pro day really turned some heads too. Six two two ninety five ran a four eight eight. Um, and so I, he's a big-time athlete who's a left tackle. I think he's going to project best at center uh, in the NFL. So who made this pick? That'd be Minnesota. Minnesota. Well, hey, heck of a pick for Minnesota. I like it. So we're down to the last two. Uh, Denver at 254. And then Mr. Irrelevant will be at the New York Giants at 255. So uh, we're winding this thing down. been a long journey here. But, it's been uh, a lot of fun. Been a lot of fun. It absolutely has been a lot of fun. And Best three days of the year that don't involve an actual football game. We go back, yes, Dane. When did, Dane, when did you start working on this this draft? Oh, I don't know. May sometime. Yeah. I mean, there's there's just not enough days in the year, you know, to, to watch all these guys and to get all the well, information. Well, you get damn close. So <laughs> you have to. You have to. You have to. You know, get ahead of it as much as you can. Yeah, I started in December. And looking at these guys, you know, and really studying them, and I mean, it's it's one of those things where you're kind of like, you know, you just you feel like there's not enough time. And I, I was fortunate to get through now with you know working on the radio side of things. But man, it, it's it's a love, it's a passion for sure. It was my career for a long, long time. So I do appreciate you guys being along on the journey as well. I'm just hoping that uh, we get two more players that are in the draft guide here. Yeah, yeah that's is true. that always is that your biggest concern? Is oh, that yeah. at the oh, end? Definitely. If someone, a team drafts someone that I haven't watched or done work on, yeah. sure, yeah. Dane hey, makes no bones about that. He yeah. says it all the time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Tuska. Is that right? Tuska. Hey, oh, North, North Dakota, Dakota State. State. To Denver? To Denver, yeah. yeah. Tuska, right? Is that saying right? One more, yeah, baby. Tuska. One more. Tuska from North Dakota I'm gonna State. I'm going to say the South Carolina State tackle. That will be my guess for the Mr. Uh, Irrelevant. I uh, want Alex Taylor. I, oh, I could do that report, too. That'd be cool. Mason Fine, North Texas. Mm. Holding out hope. Good luck. Yeah, it's not. And we're down to Mr. Irrelevant here. That's going to be Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman, we have his his, his, uh, mask on, maybe, making this pick, you think? Mm. Draft Thad, you cowards. (laughs) 
Yeah, go ahead and get that one done. It's not going to happen. Honest, I mean, I don't, some I, good players on the on the board still, guys. I go Hunter Bryant. Some of this, and yeah. if you have to, if we got to horse leg him or whatever's hurt on him, we can horse leg him. I knew you'd work that in. Good job, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you. Is Suckup still the best Mister Irrelevant in history? Uh, Till Renfro's done. What about was the wide receiver? Chad Kelly? What was Wasn't the wide Chad receiver at SMU? Yeah, the SMU, Kelly. SMU had the kid that plays Quinn. for Washington. Quinn? Quinn? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quinn was oh, yeah. Tr- I mean, yeah, but Suckup has had a longer, yeah, better career than that. Yeah, but he's, Dane earlier said kickers don't count. Nope. They count as Mr. Irrelevant. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Didn't know you were making the rules. I cool. make them up <laughs> as I go along. I always have. That's cool. 255 picks. Come on, take Moss. Take Moss here. The most important pick. Give me a safety named Calhoun because I watched him. Eastern Michigan. Everybody wants to be Mr. Irrelevant. Give me Luther Kirk. (laughs) Everybody wants to do Mr. Irrelevant report when Dane's supposed to do it for us. No, I I want Dane to do it. I just want it to be Thad. Yeah. I just want to be someone that I've watched. (laughs) I mean, if you survived Ben DiNucci, (laughs) you're going to survive. The, The Marshall kicker is the only one that I have not, but I don't. I really don't watch a lot of is, kickers. So. Dane, is Danu- I know Danucci's in the book, but he doesn't have a blurb. Is that the yeah. only guy that's gotten drafted that doesn't have a blurb? Uh, no, there have been two or three. Um, that Simmons kid that, from Tennessee State, the guard, I didn't write him up. I just have raw notes on him. Uh, Clay Brooks, I didn't write up a full report on him. There have been maybe three or four. What a freaking beast you are. I wonder if they're going to yeah. do the full. You know, they used to have the ladies stand up there and tell us all about. And you, the guy holds the. They jersey. don't have time for that, Brian, because we get kicked out of this studio in yep. four minutes. Four minutes, three and a half minutes. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, so they better yeah, pick. We got to get out of here pretty quick. They better pick them. All right. Well, guys, as we're waiting for this, I'll just go ahead and say thank you to all of you for uh, welcoming me into the draft show this year. Because I mean, this is my first year doing a draft, and it's been a. a experience i will never forget just wanted to let that be known they didn't ask for our opinion that's you know? fair they didn't ask they just you. brought you in yeah. i know they <laughs> jesus, asked dave, Jeff. dave said okay jesus they're trying to well, have a heartfelt well done, moment. appreciate it guy yeah. you, you, did, well, you did great you were great you did good work this weekend kyle you, you, you were kind of a bummer on thursday night I but you, you picked it back up I was being a realist. It's You're a beast, crazy. Kyle, and I love you. you. No, you did Thank solid you, work this week. I get delirious the last 120 minutes of draft that's, broadcast. That's, that's okay. It's a pleasure. It's my favorite weekend of every year doing this with y'all. Yeah. And it'll be even better if Thad Moss is the pick here. Well, they're showing a graphic right now. I know. LSU's tied him, and I wonder if they know something here. No. They weren't doing Stephen Sullivan. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I, yeah, but I wonder if they know something here. Maybe they're like thinking, okay, 14, maybe this is going to be the 15th one. Just give it. To yeah, that's true. It would bring, this, there's so many things that could go here if you get Fad Moss. You know, Mr. Irrelevant is furious every year. He's like, oh. one more freaking pick, and I can pick the team where I might have made the fair. team. I, I go back and forth. Like, I kind of part of me thinks Mr. Irrelevant's cool, and part of me thinks it's kind of mean. Like, they make this guy go have a parade. They like get. They're like, hey, you suck. You're irrelevant. We're gonna throw you a parade. Like that sucks. You better bring me stuff. I better get free stuff, or I'm not coming to that parade. Uh, I think they pay him to go. It, it can't be that much money. It can't be that much money. I need at it least twenty five grand. I think oh, you get. Yeah. I think you get more than that. I have no memory of that play that just happened in that Florida game, Tyler Cleveland. Yeah. What are the Giants do? Why are they taking so long? Just turn the pick they in. They the probably got to wait until they do six a, two. They do a big production of it with the Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, have, I haven't seen it yet. 
Is Goodell, know, gonna, is Goodell coming back? Is he going to be wearing a it's robe this time? No. <laughs> We're going to miss a pick for the first time in the history of the Brandy show. Sniffer. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. Make the stupid pick. If you guys, if we miss it, you guys do your best, all right? We love oh, you God. It's, oh, it's been announced got... on Twitter. Oh, okay. Do you want to do we have one minute and 20 seconds before we're kicked out? Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mr. Relevant is Georgia linebacker Tay Crowder. Tay Crowder. Giants at number 255. Tay Crowder, former running back, moved to linebacker. Had about 62 tackles this year. Good-sized player. Decent range. Needs to be a little quicker with his keys, but he's a he's a solid player who is going to be a special teamer for the Giants. Well done, Dane. Super sure Dane. Way to go, Dane. You're an animal, Dane. You are the absolute goat of the draft cycle. We'd be no lost doubt. without you. Great job to Kyle. Solid job All of you to guys. Brian. Well done. Not the best job that Dave's ever done. Um, Whatever. And a great job by Dane. I love you all, and I love this weekend. The last 90 minutes great. get me. Oh, man. It's a little sad that it's over with, but it was fun that it happened, and we've got a pretty kick-ass Cowboys draft class that is uh that is yeah don't let don't let the silliness of. of the last 90 minutes distract you from the fact that the Cowboys kicked some ass this weekend it was a great draft right, and did. working with you guys was great and we, we're being kicked out of we our gotta studio. go boys thank bye you bye guys love you y'all till next happy year. drafting you too later all right we'll go this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys football club how about this Cowboys yeah!